Chicken corn chowder is an awesome soup. Hello and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And you're listening to episode number 119. 119. Chicken corn chowder. I do like chicken corn chowder. It's not my favorite. Right now, I actually prefer a classic beef noodle. That well, beef is noodle what is good I too. enjoy. Chicken corn chowder is good. It just every time I eat it, I make a mess. And it <laughs> is a very uh, rich soup. Oh, yeah. That, right. uh, luckily, I get it at Wawa. And when I get it at Wawa, I get a large, and a large is what I would consider a small, so I don't get too much. I I would say it's a medium. I don't know about a small. There's nothing to it. I I don't even use – it's funny. I get that. I don't even use a spoon. I just sip it down. I guzzle it down. (laughs) You know, like, here's for you, daddy. It's just guzzling it. You say that. I actually forgot to get a spoon last time. Did you guzzle it? I ended up guzzling because I didn't want yeah. to get out of my chair where I had yeah, to get a good, goddamn right? spoon, and I felt you like a fucking piece of that's shit. Not, but here's the thing. That's a soup that you do not really need a spoon that much for. There's not much to it. That, obviously, there's corn and chicken in it, but yeah. there's nothing really big in it that you need to kind of spoon. I just slurp it on down. Slurp it on down, my friend. I have that usually twice a week for lunch. Really? Uh, again, I only get it at Wawa. Is that yeah. where you got it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I usually get it there. Yeah, yeah. I like to put, I actually also like to put crackers in it, but I don't break the crackers up. I just dip them in and then eat those, and then I guzzle the soup. Guzzle it's it. funny, you know what? I actually didn't expect to get into a discussion about chicken corn chowder. I was sitting here, I was going to write the intro to this. I'm like, after 119 episodes, I don't know what the fuck I write anymore. You didn't want to you know? do like, uh, hello, uh, hip shakers and love makers. I've already done that you, like three you, or four times. You, you didn't want to yell like, hello, uh, weird out loud, something oh, else to I, annoy I me. It weird out loud Maybe until, you, you'd say something so. like, hey, I'm a sober uh, right now, unlike later in the episode. You, you think of that? I was sober then. <laughs> no, you were not sober. Ish. People, people, you'll hear later. He got on with me uh, during Reggie's segment. We got on. As the segment progressed, did you drink right before we started, or was it while, you know, a while back? Because it I swear to God, you got more drunk as that segment. You got more drunk as the segment went. You were slurring Weird. your words. I don't know what you were saying. You were that yeah, racial epithet. I, I just freaking hate speech. Wait till people hear it. It's over. We're shutting it down. We we say for the pop, uh, the Weird Science Pop Culture podcast that if Chase the Rapper ever does any, any, or Chance the Rapper and, and does anything, I wish his name was Chase. If he does anything bad, we're shutting down this studio. Uh, basically, if you do anything bad, we're shutting down. So I think we're shutting down. How, the, how did we ever get this far? I don't know. I, yeah, really, we would have stopped at 19. Ooh. 19, Eric. Hello and welcome, one and all, to the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of April 15th, 2017. And it is the penultimate day before Easter. Sure uh, is. It's Easter Eve. You ever call that Easter Eve? I don't really think about Easter very much, so I doubt I ever did. I don't either. I'm not a religious fellow, neither are you. Uh, I asked my kids, hey, what are we doing for Easter tomorrow? And then Logan said, I hope we're getting candy. I said, you keep hoping there, buddy, because we have nothing planned. I think that if we get candy, we're going to have to go out and get it because nothing at all is planned for Easter. Uh, you got any right baskets now. anywhere? You can just throw no. candy in and say, here what, you hounds. What do you think, baskets? You crazy. 
you crazy but we are proud members of the comics podcast Ooh, network so we be geeks network the batman podcast network and the tangent bound podcast network as proud. well a lot of networks uh we are also on facebook at weird science dc comics i think we're still banned though at that point we it's are not, still banned facebook isn't banned you can go to facebook what is banned is our actual websites banned from posting anything on facebook so you so, can go and like our facebook because stuff gets posted yeah on you, there, you can you get there on we, it you go to yeah. our Tumblr page and You'll then you be, click on you that. You have to go a roundabout way. Somehow it's Facebook does not enjoy the award-winning website that is Weird Science DC Comics. I don't get it. There. They don't care about award-winning. They say 37th. That's the 36th loser is Ooh. what they told me. We're also on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. And, of course, I just said our award-winning website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can at any point. You can message me on Twitter, but you can also email us at WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com. You can email us for the podcast. You can email me just to talk shit on Eric. That, that some, happened this some week. chicken corn chowder yeah, that happens. You may have a recipe for chicken corn chowder. You can send me because... Because I do all the cooking at my house, so I would appreciate that. I would love a really kick-ass uh, recipe for chicken corn chowder. Uh, so if you do have that, let me know. This week we saw uh, Frenny got herself a waffle maker and has been going nuts with the waffle maker. Did you see that on Twitter? I have been seeing She's making, making those waffles. Looks fucking good. Mine's a four-way waffle maker, but I actually do prefer the one she got that makes the one huge waffle. The one huge circle. Yeah. The one I have, too, is, you know, it makes it square, and you're know, like, I kind of want a circular waffle, Yeah, too, I know. I, I, I actually thought that myself, and it looked like it was a pretty cool deal. She didn't have a lot of run over. Like no. like you have, you said you had a lot of runoffs. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, mine's nonsense. It's I like can't make shit. They're making the them shit. in, in uh, Bloodhaven with the runoffs there. Yeah. But uh, we also have a rant and rave line. Uh, you can call 641-715-3900, enter extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. It is just that easy, folks. And we have a bunch of rants starting off. With one of your favorite guys. This is a guy oh, that when I say to you, hey, Eric, who is your favorite guy who sends in rant and raves? Rob and this, Lewis. And, it, and besides Rob Lewis, I oh. knew you were going to say Rob. <laughs> it's not Rob, but it, it sounds a little like his name. Here we go. Richard Richardson oh, here, <laughs> and I'm calling the podcast today. Grandma, no, they don't want to talk to you. Uh, Richard Richardson, and I'm calling podcast today. Grandma, oh, they oh, don't Richard. want to talk. I could, to I could be doing such some great they things right now. Besides this, great things. You, you might be changing the Richard, world right now. Richard, Maybe cancer could be cured or some shit. I don't and know. I'm calling the podcast today. As I smoke. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, that is his grandma. His grandma has. I could have been his dog for all I know. It may have been. Maybe that's both. Wee. All right, that's Richard Richardson. Uh, Eric, not the last time we'll hear of him uh, tonight. Uh, the next one, though, is from the number one Smokies and Ice Bear fan there right. is. It is Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric and. Oh, Mike. Hello, mother. Hello. He sounds down. So I'm a, a bit, bit down. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
A couple hours ago, I got back from the Ice final Bears. Ice Bears game yeah. of the season. They lost, Darren. Done. When your team captain, star defenseman, goes down with about a month left in the season to a suspension, is suspended for the rest of the season and the playoffs, and about a week before the playoffs began, your starting goalie is also suspended for the rest of the season and the playoffs <laughs> due to a violation a of cheaters. team rules and some legal uh, troubles. The playoffs are not going to go well, and they did not. I don't know if you should be uh, going after that team. Overcome. No. So, that being said, another thing that's got me a bit down this week, well, a lot down, is the fact that I live in East Tennessee, and while that it is a beautiful, beautiful place Terrible. to live, we also have hundreds of thousands of plant species that are found nowhere else, and as such, allergies are really, really bad here. We're always near the top of the list of Hey, most place to live if you have allergies, and that's about I right here. So with the You're natural beauty comes yeah. a trade-off, and I've not been able to really talk this week or sing or... I don't believe that. Yeah. So, I'm a bit down because of that, but let's talk about comics. Not I got three DC comics this week, and not before I read them, I thought, I'm going to read these in the order that I think I will like, you know, least to best. And after I got done reading them, I was right. So the first one I read was Detective Comics number 954. League of Shadows. While the story is getting somewhat better, the art in this issue was was atrocious. Now, Jim Werner, in his excellent review on (laughs) the award-winning website, (laughs) weirdsciencedccomics.com, by the way, this is what you do every week. You read your comic books, <laughs> yep. you go to the website, read yep. the reviews, you look at the comments, Check. maybe add a comment of your own, you Check. read some other articles on the website, and then you listen to the podcast, and you either send a rant and, ra- send a rant and rave, or an email, or you just listen to the podcast, because Check. it's wonderful. Yes, thank you. That being said, Batman Detective Comics number 954. So, the League of Shadows story is, it's... I like where it's kind of going with Ray Shao Ghoul playing the mind games with uh, Batman. Yeah, I like But like that. I said, the art in this issue, as Jim mentioned, is atrocious and really detracting. Yep. Uh, the things I don't like about it, besides the fact that it's just not very detailed in a lot of places and you can't tell what's going on. He's paging through now. Batman, I, I complain about the purple cape. In this issue, there are panels where his entire cowl and hood is he's, he's wearing all purple yep. he's going to be the new look the for you Mike. dinosaur and then i swear when we first see the belfry and um it found out later that was apparently a colonel kane i thought why is that angry lesbian hitting the wall because it does not look like a guy it looks like an <laughs> angry lesbian the art is really really bad in this issue i can't tell who anyone is it anyone is i can't tell what's going on i don't know why the one guy has a weird mustache all of a that's sudden that's only to it's keep it just, so you can see who he is it's bizarro so the art was really distracting in this issue like i said the story is somewhat bad but it's here's batman getting his ass kicked again and acting like a chump and a jerk because he doesn't know what's going on and that continues and i am I don't know, he kicked so Ubu's close ass. to dropping this title no, if it doesn't improve him. for me yeah. soon. Ubu threw him. I'm not yeah. really enjoying Batman Detective Comics at the moment. So I was pretty right about that. 
So the second issue I read was Wonder Woman number twenty. Yes. I am enjoying what. Not happy that Greg Rucka is apparently leaving, but I am enjoying what we are getting out of the God Watch story so and Wonder I, Woman. Well, I am a big fan of Bill Cosevoli's art, except for one well. thing. Why does everyone have red noses? Do they all have <laughs> allergies like me? No, they're drunk. Are they having they're trouble speaking also? But that being said, the story was really awesome. You're the only I 10 like I the see there. fact they kind of gave you an update on Izzy's condition. And yep. the bad the bad thing is Wonder Woman is not the most interesting character in her own book. That would be Veronica Kale, who is really complex. Into, I like where they're going with this character, uh, Cersei... Cersei's inclusion and the whole plot was really good. Kind of the Phobos Demos uh, demotion into dogs. It's it's a uh, it's a great issue. I really enjoyed this one. Um, like I said, the only thing is, what if even even the Cybertronic Doctor Cyber had the cyber. had the the shaded nose. I don't know what it is about her making people's noses red. Besides yeah. that, I love that issue. And, of course, my favorite issue of the week is Superpowers number six of six. That was good. That's right. I couldn't Not remember what the hell you were reading. my issue of the series, but the series as a whole, it is wonderful. Um, like I also said in my comments on the award-winning WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Yes. It is um, a great series, and it looks like someone at DC knows how to finish a series. It has a satisfying conclusion, and while it has a conclusion, there's a little bit at the end where... Um, Laura looks like, um, she might be, uh, let's see, Laura looks like <laughs> she's kind of brainiac, so there is, you know, it says, we're not done yet, Krypton lives, so there's maybe a, a hint that we might get something, even if we don't get Super anything, part two. it's, you know, very satisfying ending to this one, and I love this series, I think this could be an ongoing, if, if this one ongoing, I would buy this one. Uh, and I wish it was a cartoon. Still putting things out, like so Cyborg and Gotham, the new Gotham Academy, and uh, Batgirl, for that matter. And they're and they're you know this is a mini. So um, I enjoyed this mini. I made it all the way through a mini and didn't get pissed off like I did at um, the end of Every Death of Man and didn't have to drop it about three issues in like uh, Odyssey of the, the Amazon. Yeah. So all in all, very satisfied with this week. one. Uh, Superpowers is definitely my pick of the week. And that's about all I've got. Um, besides, I. So, yeah. Batman so down. Metal, or I'm sorry. DC Universe Metal Knights, or whatever is coming out. So, yeah, Scott Snyder says he gets to play with all of the toys. They're playing. It's not a Batman story, it's a DC Universe story. They're going to play with all the toys. It's new origins and uh, new sidekicks. Uh, blue hair, purple capes for everyone. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be a gigantic clusterfuck. I'm just hoping that I cannot read. Uh, I do not have to read this event. That hopefully <laughs> he wants to forget how to read. I can avoid, just like I've avoided All Star Batman, which I will circle back to another point I didn't like about Detective Comics when they were talking. We'll give you the Batman wrong turn makeover. You'll be fine. And it said yeah. it's about something at Washington D.C. See All Star Batman number. Pretty something. much it just hit no, you in the head with a I'm brick. I'm not going to see All Star Batman. I don't read that. It's yeah. Snyder. It's <laughs> bitch ass Billy. So that being said. Yeah, a little bit down this week. Um, as far as my not being able to speak and 
as I'm struggling right now. And um, in fact, my ice bear's lost, but I will get over that. Preds are still in. Smokies are just starting. Preds. Um, so <laughs> I am, um, you know, just a little bump in the road for this. Hopefully I will be able to talk next week. And but the books I had, you know, went from Detective Comics, not a big fan anymore, which I which kills me because I love Batman. Um, Wonder Woman being very good and superpowers being excellent. So, you know, all in all my yeah, books were good this week. His pick of the week is a so book that I don't read. I will yeah. I guess say oh, forgot to give a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, doop, doop. Um so until next week, uh, keep feeding your you lost boys, keep feeding your need for pop culture, spotlight out, and see you in seven. Boy, Mike sounds down. I'm gonna give him a little Real pick down. up. Here you go. Who else in the level card? Yeah. yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That leprechaun, that leprechaun ain't getting anybody off the ice bears off that uh, suspended list. God, no. <laughs> Everybody's suspended. Jesus Christ. You got to pick another team, Mike. Uh, this might Bunch pick him up goons. as well. I know it'll pick you up. This next rant, Ray. Richard Richardson oh. <laughs> here. Sorry. They progressively get longer, by the way. God damn it. Today I'm calling the podcast. I was down to mute the mic and light a cigarette. Richard Richardson got a pack. Richard Richardson got a package in the mail. Let's open it up and see First what it is. What is this, one of these uh, box unopening videos? Let's see what it is. Let's, oh, uh, uh, open the package. Richard, uh, Richard Richardson got a windshield repair kit. It saves time and money. It's easy to use. Takes only minutes. Repairs all types of windshield. Is he giving us hints? Is is he talking cold? I don't know. I think he pisses other people off and they busted his windshield. (laughs) It was me. Throw the brick right through it. Whoever sent sent it to him on his. What is that on your uh, Amazon wish list? Thank you very much. (laughs) Hopefully, the next thing on there is a handgun and and, and fucking three bullets so he can fucking do the job right. His wish list is for his nuts to drop. (laughs) That's that's first. Oh, yes, you love Richard Richardson. Who, who do you like more, Richard Richardson or Wrong Turn? Wrong Turn. Wrong Turn. Uh, we were going to say, I didn't even mention, uh, everybody who, uh, I listen to a podcast at work. That's where I go into work and I listen to everybody yeah. else's podcast. The people in the Get Fresh crew, other people as well. Uh, I listen to all their podcasts. We can't anymore nope. because goddamn Wrong Turn is a fucking idiot. And now we're no longer allowed to listen to any listening devices at work. No earbuds, because nothing. No earbuds, nothing because of Wrong Turn. Because he was walking around. He walks around with his goddamn kid rock. Or whatever the fuck he has on there, fucking Limp biscuit, fucking blaring. And the boss was yelling at him and trying to do something, and he couldn't hear, and he kept on bebopping along. And then the guy's 900 years old, so he doesn't understand, you know, technology or whatever. So the, the main boss guy threw a fit. And we're no longer allowed to listen to any listening devices at work. And Thank I you, am wrong turn. fucked. Uh, and then, and I, and then I, we had to listen to Wrong Turn plead his case the rest of the yeah, fucking all week. All week he's pleading his case, trying to blame everyone else but him when it was him. And I and just then kept being yelling at him. Said, hey, I, I think everybody hates me now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah think they do. Wrong turn. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and a bunch of people came back because, and also, it was funny because the secondary boss and even the other main boss both came back to apologize to me and you 
Because number one, they know that we're not idiots, so we could listen to things and and not be an idiot. And yeah, and they came back and actually they actually apologized. And then the next day after this, me and you were both actually a little bit late to work, and they thought that we had stayed home as a protest. (laughs) They thought we were staging a protest. Oh yeah, they they freaked out. They actually did legitimately freak out that we were so men. Now I was mad. I actually threw some things. I was that mad, but I was mad at that freaking wrong turn. That's who I was mad at. Uh, The our old boss. He he doesn't know. He's been against. At one point, there were people working on our roof, and they were listening to like a boombox on our roof, so you could hear it. But it was a really, really dim. Muffled. It was distant and muffled. So he walks by the one time and actually accused me and Eric of hiding a uh, radio in a box. Where, where's that radio hid? You're hiding where where is it? And he was so mad about? at us. I know it's in a box. <gasps> at, at that point, we didn't even have anything against. You know, listening to radios. And that's the other thing. Not only are we not allowed to listen to, like, earbuds or things like that, we're we're in a warehouse and aren't even allowed to listen to a goddamn radio. It's fucking – it's a gulag now, Eric. I'm telling you, I'm a little more pissed off. But the thing I used to listen to podcasts, well, that died on me a couple weeks ago. so I Yeah, your shitty phone that really wasn't a phone anyway. But, yeah, I actually – and really during the bulk of the day, I don't listen. But kind of in the beginning and the end of the day, I do like to listen. And now I'm fucked. I'm completely fucked. And now Now it just pissed me off. And even so, even if I didn't, even if I was you and my phone had broken or I I was like, hey, I'm done with listening to this stuff i'm still just mad for us not being able to because it's that ridiculous it really is ridiculous they said it's a safety measure they should have fucking went the safety measure as a retard shouldn't be working there that's what should have happened they should have fired him immediately and give us our earbuds back he i can't even i the day before this happened he he was walking by two feet away Wrong turn. We're yelling at the top of our lungs. He's fucking no no clue because he has no. these things so jacked up. For some reason, he has to listen to that guy, Leonard Skinner. You ever hear about him, Leonard Skinner? You Skinnard? ever hear about him, Leonard Skinner? You like that guy, I ACDC? Like that guy. <sighs> fucking moron. Yeah. Uh, people who have listened, when we first started talking about Wrong Turn, it, it, there was a little, you know, fun in our voice. I, yeah. I, I want I I him gone. I, you take care of it, Eric. Aren't you I want one the of those incredible guys? melting man done, too. Aren't you Dirty Deeds and the Thunder Chief? Can I get a hold of you and you'll take <laughs> care of him? Can't can you get the Thunder He'll Chief after good. him? <laughs> he better. Huh. And people are saying, too, it's like, oh, don't worry, ah, everything, Man, it's like the same thing, right everything goes away in two weeks. I don't think that this can, just because the old boss walks around like a curmudgeon, well, and luckily, he'll see, he'll die soon. oh, well, he will, and, and yeah, I, I actually used to really like him, and I, I don't know, I, I don't wish him harm, Sega, but uh, my love is gone, uh, it, I don't know, uh, he, he's there for ten minutes a day. And he yeah. doesn't want people listening to earbuds. And then the guy who pisses out the fucking back door. You're allowed to piss out the back door. Can't let, but if you're listening to earbuds while doing it, Eric, you'll get written up. He uh, he's the one the also. He reads the goddamn paper. Yeah, he reads day. the he's... paper all day, standing there, reading the paper. But somebody can't listen to music while they're you know, doing their work. And he was more instrumental, actually, than Wrong Turn. But if Wrong Turn wouldn't have been a fucking moron, nothing would have happened. Nope. <sighs> Here's the next rant, Ray Vericle. I go. I'm gonna go strangle myself. Okay. All right. 
if I don't come back afterwards, just continue on without me. I, I do want you to continue the podcast uh, I, without I, me. I don't just have don't any find the mail another or host. The news, so, you better um, not find another host because then I'll come and haunt you. Okay. It'd be like I told my wife. She, I don't want her to re- all these guys. Oh, if I die, I want you to remarry. Fuck that. I don't no. need that shit. I'll be in heaven. I, It'll be like the ultimate fucking eternal cuckold going on. I'll never be able to fucking unsee you're it. You're haunting the closet. Just <laughs> I'm haunting the, the closet. That's what my fucking personal hell. All right, here we go. Good morning, uh, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the Get Fresh crew. Woo-hoo. It's Jeremy here from the UK. Uh, just uh, checking in with you. Um, I was going to send you an email, and then I thought... Nah, let's let's do one of these uh, voice message things again because it's been a while and uh, I've got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, one of the things I have to talk about is the fact that I have just read uh, the Green Lantern Space Ghost uh, special um, and I have, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it to be quite honest with you. What, that it sucks and it's like bad? The art. Um, I, hate I quite that like um, what Olivetti does. Uh, his backgrounds uh, tend to be some kind of photo montage, uh, which is kind of a bit weird I to begin it. with, but um, I don't know. You, you kind of get used to it. Um, Says and, you. Uh, similarly, his, you uh, his facial expressions are obviously very photorealistic yeah. as well, which, again, uh, is a little bit unusual, but that's okay. It, it's kind of weird, actually, thinking about it. Uh, for somebody to uh, opt for kind of a photorealistic style when uh, the issue is featuring a team-up between Green Lantern Is that him on, the, like, a squeaky a bed? Hanna-Barbera I don't know. Cartoon, I thought it was you. Hey, oh, no, it's not whatever. me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do genuinely like it. I, I think uh, what he does with, uh, is it Salok? Um in the uh, Salak, Salak, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the in the, on the third page is is pretty great to be absolutely honest with you. Uh, I've not seen Salak look quite so horribly alien and three dimensional before, and uh, and I quite like the dialogue. There I really well, don't remember the book um, at this point between uh, Hal and Salak. I, I pushed I, it out I, of what my I mind. Had a problem <laughs> with really didn't is like uh, the moment um, Hal Jordan and Space Ghost kind of end up on this planet. Um, the dialogue just takes a real nosedive. It becomes very kind of clunky and stilted and and just not very good. Now, it picks up towards the end, um, and in fact, the story as a whole kind of picks up towards the end because uh, it's it's kind of nice. There's an it's a nice feel good story, and and actually, you know, as I don't as feel that good go, about. Don't mind it. Says at all. you, but it, 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 it <laughs> was very noticeable. It's sort of like for about six or seven pages, the um, you know, the dialogue just wasn't really working uh, for me, and there was a lot of kind of umming and ahhing, and, and there was a lot of teasing about what this weapon was meant to be, uh, and it turns out to be a spaceship, and um, because, I don't know, I, it, it, so they mentioned something about, uh, you know, their language the word weapon means, you know, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I, I guess what they're going for is this idea that because of this uh, spaceship, it will, um, it threatens their way of life. It's their I, closest I guess in, in that sense, it's a weapon, and I kind of understand that. It, it was all just a little bit, uh, it, it was it was all, uh, how can I say this? It was all tease with no real substance to it. Like um, my dates. 
uh, in yeah. that sort of middle section, and uh, it was all a little bit confusing as well. I think actually like the artwork didn't yes. really help in that regard, which is which is a bit of a shame. That said, you know, We're still I did kind of like the dates. ending. I, I thought the ending was pretty cool, actually. And not um, talking about your dates yeah, anymore. I, I, no. I enjoyed it. The ending now, is never good. Up, um, <laughs> the ending is. I don't, is know, I, I don't know what to even make of that. Usually I, mean, I, I, I don't know whether one call this on the uh, on the on the podcast yet. Um, I like You're not going to like hearing us talk about it. He's a fantastic creator. <laughs> um, I've <clears throat> I've loved his stuff uh, for a long time. Um, I wouldn't say I'm I'm a, like a, a massive stuff. Um, kind of collector of his stuff, um, but I but I do I do like what he's done. I liked his run uh, on Hawk Girl uh, back in the '90s, I think it was. Um, Says and I like, you. Um, I, I've liked <laughs> some of the stuff that he's done for for Image. Um, you know, so yeah, I, he he is he's a great creator. What he's doing with this is, uh, I don't know. I, it, it's it's only one great. It's creator, kind of Jeremy. silly and inconsequential. But, the, but there's some funny stuff right. there, and I think that's probably the best that you can say about it. I, I did laugh at the tight seal gag. Actually, I, I thought that was that was genuinely funny. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I can't really about. say any any more than that. I think part of the problem is is that I've bought an issue bro. with a rough and ready backup, and I have no idea who these characters are. I've never Either never encountered them before in my life. Uh, so I, I you, but having said that, you can kind of pick things up as, as you Listen go, on, and it's gotcha. okay. And yeah. the next thing I want to talk about, and it is something that you talked about on the podcast, and I'm way behind on 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 this is uh, commandy challenge uh, issue number one which so i was going to talk about shitting your pants fantastic i, I was like really, i said a lewis and martin really it sounds weird it. saying it that it way was bonkers uh it was i like commandy uh, action-packed it was uh you know that the, the and the artwork the, the dale eaglesham artwork in particular yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Goodness, dale eaglesham. I, I i thought the um uh, the, the the scene where Caesar comes back from his conquests and he's brought this, I knew you this nuclear bomb with him. Um, I, I I just thought that was that was an amazing kind of Cesar? piece of artwork. He's kind of walking through, um, or not walking through. He's riding through uh, the gates of the city and he's got his captives in 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 a big train behind him. I I, I just thought that was awesome. I, and and I think to be absolutely honest with you, that is that is why I buy comics. I buy comics for bonkers insane mental stuff like yeah. that and, and it's absolutely brilliant so i'm, so I'm Brent looking Morrison forward hasn't to putting out enough uh, for him lately. the rest of that no. series um the other thing that I, i'm particularly kind of you want to talk about i guess uh, is jla <laughs> I, I, guess. I haven't read past issue one but i have read uh, the rebirth issue and um yeah, do you know what? I I, I was I, I think I was quite enthusiastic about JLA issue one, uh, and I kind of still am up to a point. Yeah, it Listening goes downhill from there, buddy. On the yeah. on the podcast, did kind of make me rethink my enthusiasm a little bit. Yeah, that there are some crap things going on. I I, I think the whole. The whole powder keg thing, and you said on the uh, on the podcast, is very much overplayed. Um, that kind of disappeared. And, and there's no real better, no. there's no real basis for it in in either the rebirth issue or the nope um, or the first issue. There's, this there's, issue there's seems no to want to tie it up that, for no reason. That the nope. that the team is about ready to to you know fall apart. It it's, it seems very uh, very forced to me. And I think um, the rebirth issue was just almost completely inconsequential, uh, apart from the artwork, which is amazing. That there's 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 that sequence of panels. 
at the bottom of one of the pages where, where Batman kind of stirs Lobo down, and it's so good. Um, and, and the artwork is great. And, and I think whenever Vixen uses her powers, uh, even the catfish, which which was a bit weird, um, the, <clears throat> the artwork is just phenomenal. Poison frog. It, it, it is absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, the problem is, of course, is that Ivan Rice will, ne- will never be able uh, to, to keep, up. To, to keep no. going at a, at nope. a twice-weekly rate. There's just no way. So, so we're going to end up with a lot of... Uh, a lot of filler artists, and whether that they're sufficient to to lift the story remains to be seen. Not that I thought that the story in in issue one was was poor, uh, but you know the, the dynamics of the group are yeah. kind of weird. And like I said in in my email a while back, Ryan Choi should be dead right now. He <laughs> he really should. I mean, I'm glad he's not, obviously, but but he should be. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, thank you very much for putting up with me for uh, ooh, getting on for eight and a half minutes now. So that's, uh, that's a bit long. <laughs> yep. that. uh, I will uh, no doubt uh, speak to you or uh, email you later, uh, you know, because uh, you guys are a part of my life now. Uh, Creepy. Uh, my wife is a little bit perturbed at that. Bless her. But, <laughs> a lot um, of wives hate you. Are, wives are um, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, uh, a day going by without hearing the dulcet tones of Werner and Shay. Hooray, I have dulcet tones. And it's great. And you guys are doing a fantastic job. I haven't yet managed to dip into the New 52 podcast, but I do want to. Um, but it's it's just finding the time. At the moment, I'm st- I'm sat at my desk. I've got a ton of uh, marking to do. It's it's cramped, uh, which is why I'm talking yeah. to you rather than doing it. Uh, but that's that's my life at the moment. So uh, I will speak to you later. You take care, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye. All Thanks, right. a lot. Thanks, Jeremy. And, yeah, and if anybody uh, wants to know, Jeremy also does reviews on that award-winning site, WeirdScienceDCComics.com sure does. does awesome reviews. Uh, and right now he's doing his markings. So he, he is pretty markings. busy right now. So I don't think he had one this weekend, but he said he has a bunch in a row that he has on his docket that he's going to have uh, going on. But thank you, Jeremy. Nice. And the last rant and rave, Eric. I don't know if you like this guy or not. I, I've God never damn. been able to really pin it down. Richard, Richard, Chin here, and I'm driving with the window down. That's the only way to live. It is good to have the wind blowing through my hair, and I'm getting ready to eat some Reese's peanut butter. No, he I actually eat. sent us a tweet They're with him and those Reese's. What? I don't know what he's saying. Super bar crunchies, I think he said. I thought he got transported to prehistoric times. Yeah, we can only wish. He has a Pola? I heard a Polak. Is he saying a cola? I thought he said he had a bola. Maybe. He's got that bird, swine flu, or bird flu, avian flu. Do you think Richard Richardson's ever shit his pants? Of course he has. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's driving around with shit in his pants right, right now. now. Would, it, would it be in his socks? 
no, no, he's sitting down. It's just fucking sinking into his goddamn seat. Nice. You ain't ever getting that out. You are painting a sexy picture, my friend. Bye. There he goes. <laughs> That's what we'll, we'll just do that from now on with Richard Richardson. But that is the end of the rant and raves. And we're going to take a short break uh, and come back with the news there. All right. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. And now it's time for Jim and the news. Oh yeah, and I guess Eric's there too. Yes, he is. At that that song, it sounds like Mike, he was like, he almost was reached, he was getting towards the top of his game. He was a young go-getter then. Uh, he now he seems, from the little, he seems a little jaded now uh, since he's achieved such mega stardom. But yes, you are here with me to talk the news, and we haven't had a lot of news lately. Uh, but that is not the case this week. No, it Some is not. big, big news items have hit the, the news wire. I, I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> the news wire. And mainly, the first couple news items are all related, and this is the first big one Greg Rucka leaving Wonder Woman. Yes, he's a quitter, Eric. Writer Greg Rucka has announced his impending departure from Wonder Woman with June's number 25. Rucka explained his departure in a Tumblr post saying he's leaving due to the twice-monthly pace of the series and his outside commitments of his creator-owned titles. Well, whoop-de-doo. You, you knew it was I'm coming when you, yeah, when you signed uh, off Here's the this. thing. What, what, did this shock you that twice a month means that you have to write twice a month? I'm already getting mad. Uh, I, this is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Before any other walk of life, if this was a coach in a, in a sport saying, you know what? I know that I, I took over this job of being the, uh, you know, San Francisco 49ers coach, but whew, I don't know about these 16 games. Nah, the 16-game nah. schedule really is getting to me. I'm, I'm going to have to quit. He's a quitter. That's all it is. I don't care He's what anybody says. He's a fucking quitter. Here's what he says. Before we get to rampant speculation, this is my decision. I just can't maintain the pace on the title while also fulfilling my commitments to my other collaborators. It is genuinely as simple as that, says Rucka. Jim Werner adds, you're a quitter. Writing Diana again has been an amazing experience on the level of a dream come true, the writer continued. All any of us who've worked on the book this last year have wanted to, uh, is to serve her well, to illuminate what we so absolutely believe makes Wonder Woman such a remarkable and unique and timeless and important character. To have had that opportunity is something that I doubted I would ever get again. Most of us don't get a single bite at the apple, let alone two, you know. And to get that opportunity away. at a time when Diana is rising to such long overdue prominence makes that apple all the sweeter. That's she's turned 75 during the course of our run is, to ruin the analogy, icing on the cake. Hmm. 
I, I don't want to get too mad. I, I I, I'm just that. saying, though, he had all of these demands coming in to do Wonder Woman, and he fucked over a bunch of people to do it. Yeah, he did. And he has, he has taken the, like, the readers on this journey where he says, you know, everything you've read previous to this is bullshit now, and I'm yeah. telling you the real story. But you and, know what? And, and I'm going to walk but, away now. But it's okay because he was on the book for like three years, right? No. It wasn't even a year. And yeah, you could say, oh, it's twice a month. You know what? How many other creators also are doing this? You knew the schedule going in. If you didn't think you can hack it, then fucking never do it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to calm down. We started Rebirth kinda, with a I'm specific. You, I just kind of want a new writer to come in, like, you know, Shay Fontana now. But no. I wanted to come hey, in and say, what are you stepping on my other news I'm story? Sorry, my bad, my bad. <laughs> but I wanted to come in. and I wanted, I to, wanted to kick everything, ass. Everything you've read over the past year, that Bullshit. was a lie. Yep. Well, that that is something I will talk about at the end of the uh, at the end of the news. That isn't really a news item, but I do want to mention something about Superwoman before we go back uh, to the other parts of the podcast. But uh, he continues. We started Rebirth with a specific, though fairly broad, a specific though fairly broad mandate from DC. Bring her back to her core was what Jeff Johns told me. How we did it was up to us. Our success in doing so is measured, of course, by you. Wonder Woman 23 sees the end of our primary storyline, The Lies, The Truth, and Wonder Woman number 24 serves as something of an epilogue to that tale. Wonder Woman 25 will, I hope, set a table for who is to follow and provide for them as much room to work and explore and grow. Diana's future's bright. That's what I'm saying. Quitter. is a quitter. That's all it is. And I said, people were in the Slack chat with the Get Fresh crew, do, do, and everybody's like, oh, man, you know. Actually, the the main sentiment was good riddance. Get, fucking don't let the door hit you in the fucking ass on the way out, Rucka. And a couple people, uh, Travis, one of them, even came out and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. This has been one of the better runs or whatever. And I, I, I'm telling you, later on, you're going to hear how much we love this issue this oh, week. Yeah. It just kills me. And really, anything in life, the thing I hate the most is a quitter. And I really do. And to actually say that there was too much work, it, then just fucking you're getting the check. You're doing it. Fucking do do more work. You know, I just bullshit. It's bullshit. And and really, this is the the next part of the story. The thing is, there's Greg Rucka. Oh my goodness. I and he it, again. He it even says at the beginning of that he wants to work more and let's create our own shit because yeah. he probably makes more money doing that. Robert. So he wants to do that. What about Liam Sharp? What about Liam Sharp, who's well, on the Liam. book uh, once a month and now is left with his, you know, pencils in his hand, there Eric? And he's a great artist. He'll get more work. Obviously. But at the moment that, you know, either somebody's going to have to leave a book for him to go on, you know what I mean? There's a vacuum now because he's off of this book. Go. What were you going to say? No, I had nothing. Okay. Go ahead. Liam Sharp's also leaving Wonder Woman as the next deal. Artist Liam Sharp has joined Greg Rucka in leaving DC's Wonder Woman after June's number 25. Yes, we're on to new things after an incredible time, Sharp tweeted. I will not say anything bad about Liam Sharp. I no, love Liam not. Sharp. I think he's a great guy. It's been a joy. Bless you, Greg Rucka, and the whole team at DC Comics. Misting up here. Sharp also thanked Wonder Woman's fans for their support to his run with Rucka. And really, Liam Sharp's been around. But he really rose to prominence. Like people really took notice of him well, on I'm this book, you, which was great. I didn't know who he was until this yeah, book, it was great. honestly. It, and I it love was it. Great. He became one of my favorite artists, yep. artists of uh, Rebirth. 
in the run which began at the start of Rebirth and went on to say he'd like to return to the title someday. It's only fair to let a new team find their Diane, he said, but I would happily return one day. I love her in the book and consider myself honored. And that's a great thing for him to say, too. Oh, yeah. It is. And, and uh, a lot of people were hoping that uh, he was going to stay on the book. But with Greg Rucka leaving, you do want to have the next writer, who we'll talk about a little later, have their own thing going. You know what I mean? Which is I a do. shame. But Sharp's co-artist on the bi-monthly title, Bilquis Evely, has given no indication whether she will remain on that title after Ruck and Sharp depart. It doesn't look so. That'll be the case. Evely joined Wonder Woman after previous artist Nicholas Scott announced her departure earlier this year. Scott's final work will appear in Wonder Woman Annual number one in May. So, yeah, Nicola has some uh, stuff in the annual. And uh, again, there's Bilquis Evely, who joined on, probably thought this is the greatest thing. I'm going to be on this book. And here's the thing. Thing. They probably would have jumped back and forth even when the story connects because, you know, maybe Bilquis would have been the backup artist to to uh, Liam. Then there right. would have been something going on. But still, she was going to be on this book, and now she's not. Now the next bit of news, DC announces new Wonder Woman creative team. DC Superhero Girls writer Shay Fontana and DC Comics Bombshells artist Mirka Andolfo. And I will say right away, I've read some of the DC Superhero Girls, and I like it. And nice. I've, I've read a little of the Bombshells, but seen the art. That's awesome. the thing. I, I've, uh, I've read the Bombshells, but I can't tell you who yeah, the, the no, artist and, was and the, the art I've read. For, yeah, Mirka Andolfo's art is really good. Right. Uh, she's been tapped. They've been tapped as DC's new Wonder Woman creative team, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Duo are scheduled to debut uh, in July 12th, Wonder Woman number 26, with Fontana contracted to write five issues and Andolfo to draw the first two. So the, a lot of people were yelling like, "Oh, Shay Fontana! She's really done nothing but this this right. uh, superhero girls." So they are putting a little bit of a leash on her. Hopefully, it kicks ass. I hope I, it's the really best book so. I ever read, and it's the greatest thing ever. And then what'll happen is fucking, you know, uh, half a year from now, Greg Rucko will say he wants back, and yeah. then make demands. Having worked on DC Superhero Girls for the last few years, I have a great sense of Wendy, a teenage Wonder Woman in a high school setting, and it's an honor and an adrenaline brush to be writing her now Everyone all grown knows up. Everyone and Wendy has the laugh so that makes people tell the truth. Greg Rucka is a quitter. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. Fontana said, many of her core characteristics continue to remain routed in peace, justice, and equality. But as an adult, she's seen a lot more war and tragedy and is dealing with her world from a wiser, more experienced point of view. Fontana and Adolfo's first storyline is said to introduce a new villain, and the first issue will come out uh, just one month after the opening of the Wonder Woman film. And yeah. now that, that's the other thing they are saying, like uh, what the people do actually like is that these are two ladies on it. So two women right. are writing the Wonder Woman book. And that's cool. Shea Fontana has an incredible visual storytelling talent to create cinematic superhero action sequences while capturing the complexity of the character's emotions and maintaining a clear focus on the evolving relationships between characters, said Andolfo. Wonder Woman is scheduled to remain a twice monthly book. I'll tell you, I was hoping that all of a sudden I was going to hear that uh, Renee Delise and Ray Dillon were on the that's what I was up before initially, dance. but you know what? It's I don't a shame. Shea, it's a shame. I don't know Shay Fontana's no. work, but I like the yeah. name Shay, and I hope for good things. Yeah, for the I don't like book. that name. That's the only thing. Yeah. I only call her Fontana. <laughs> Fontana, Fana, Fofana. I always want to say Fana, Fana, Fofana. Fofana. Gotham Academy, second semester, Eric. We're done with the Wonder Woman news. 
One, Gotham two. Academy second semester ending with number 12. About DC time. is ending Gotham Academy second semester with August plan number 12. The news comes today, that was this earlier this week, just as Gotham Academy second semester number 8 is released Wednesday, the final or the finale of the current arc. Our next issue starts the final arc, The Ballad of Olive, that will run four issues and wrap the series at 12 issues, said co-writer Brendan Fletcher in an interview with The Beat. Fletcher goes on to say there's going to be more Gotham Academy at some point referring to an idea of a third semester book there's definitely a need for young adult books young adult stories young adult graphic novels and i think we'd all love to see the further adventures of the pizza club i, I, I love the pizza club I'm they've saying, gotten I, too far away from it now i can't see that happening it almost feels like mark russell assuring everybody yeah, and no, us I'm that saying, there will be six more issues of press no so like, i think what he's saying when he's Gotham saying Academy, young adult i think there will be a book the, they make these books all the time. Those, you know, the uh, like it'll be like Justice League Trouble at in Paradise, and it'll be like a uh, you know a teen version of the Justice League going right. to do it. They have these all the time. I actually think that you might see that, and maybe that's how uh, New Superman might continue as well when uh, that comes. And they could have they, see they have these graphic novels. That's basically what that Superhero Girls is as well. They right. have uh, different graphics, so that it may actually continue that way i don't think it's ever going to be a monthly comic again just because it's being canceled because of sales well, yeah. why the hell would you ever get a third when a third semester when the second semester's bombing i just don't see that but this is the second dcu title canceled following rebirth after vigilante southland although dc has specifically not associated either book with rebirth it's and true. that's the news but as i was saying uh, and I thought that Gotham Academy not getting a rebirth branding was something that kind of death yeah, now right it, there. It, it did. It, it fucked it from the beginning. Um, the one thing I was going to say is Phil Jimenez was on uh, Twitter the other day and he was upset because I guess it seems that he's he's off the book now. Kay Perkins right. is on Superwoman, and I think all of what he had done. Is wiped out of continuity. That's what he said in this tweet. <laughs> this tweet's like, yeah, you know what? It really sucks when you write eight issues and it's all stricken from continuity. Like we were saying about how you would want Shea Fontana to come and go, you know what? All this stuff, you know what was the lie? Everything you read so far. Bam. But yeah, I hope that Shea Fontana just goes and, and does something that's just, let's have some fun. Exactly. And you know, like that, she's going to have a new villain, which kind of scares me. That's yeah, some, as yeah, long I don't as know it's about not you. like the Finch run, I'll be happy. That it's weird. That's what I kind of seem really to think that, about. Yeah, that's what I keep thinking about. But hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's a fun time. We get some adventure, some fun. Who knows? But that is the news, Eric. Uh, I hope that I didn't get too upset about that quitter, yeah, Greg Rocca. And, and here's the thing also. I, I've said it before, and I've explained it. Uh, we've only had one interaction with him, and he that's was a real a dick one, to yeah. us. No, he's a dick. So I really don't care about him. I could care less. So there you go, Eric. That's what's great about us just having a podcast. It's just me and you in Q-Town, PA. We don't have to fucking Cowtown anybody. Yeah, we're going to keep it real, all right? Keep it real in the field, Eric. Uh. Keep it real. We'll be back now with the mail. <laughs> it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim.
it Mail with Jim, Eric? It's Mail with Jim. It is Mail with Jim. What do you think of this one? Yeah. <laughs> you like that song? I do. Ding, 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 ding. Isn't this that song, Wandy? Wandy. Everyone knows it's Wandy. I don't All right. want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull up. This is mail section number one. If you want to be involved in the mail, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Just like Josh did, Eric. Josh Ooh. is, Josh, keeping it real, real. Real, real. Real, real. Keeping it real, real. And he says, hello, Eric, Jim, Reggie, and the Get Fresh crew. Poop, poop, poop. What's up, Josh? So. I have yet to buy a single comic book yet, but I've seen all the animated movies and TV shows for DC. I gotta say, I like most of them. Not gonna go into detail, though. Anyway, my first comic I plan on purchasing is in Justice Year 2, and I was wondering if you guys plan on reviewing them on the podcast. Now, before you answer, or I answer, he says, P.S., remember to keep it real. Now, that's spelled R-E-E-L, Eric, so keep it real up in the field and i will tell josh that i will talk to you eric about that uh we won't be reviewing every digital chapter it does come out digitally first and it it, but then it's collected as a collected thing and i'll just tell you if we don't have a lot the first time it comes out uh maybe we will i love it i i have reviewed the first chapter i thought it was great it's tom taylor and bruno redundo back on the injustice book i thought it was a great chapter but the chapters themselves i'm telling you me and eric could probably talk about it for maybe 30 seconds it really is the chapters are that quick and it doesn't help though digital. that i have not read any of the previous yeah years, but that doesn't so matter the game. that has no that no bearing at all and really, actually, you actually probably are better off than me having played the game. Because right. really, it starts off after the game, after the first game. This is a, uh, you know, a prologue to the new game. But and it I don't happens. know what's going on. I, uh, I go the convergence route where I believe the injustice world has been destroyed. Well, you, but you know it hasn't. Well, yeah, in Convergence it has. <laughs> but in this, this would maybe be before. You don't know what time. This this no, could be a trillion years ago in their time. But it basically starts with Superman and uh, Batman talking. And Batman, Superman's in prison, just as you left him yep. in the game. And he's just, Superman's telling Batman that whatever he had done, yes, he went a little over the top. But he thinks that Batman also has some flaws and shouldn't, you know, get the world the way he wants as well. That basically is it. You would be right in. It has Harley, which uh, Tom Taylor writes Harley great. And really, Tom Taylor writes all the characters great. And I hope that he is the one who takes over Justice League. And reading this book, uh, reading this chapter in Injustice just made me think that all the more because (laughs) he gets everybody's voice down. It's really good. And I'm telling you, get Bruno Redondo to do the art for that book as well. And we have a fucking winner that I'm going to be proud to say that I have on my pull list. Proud, Eric. Proud. Proud. But yeah, basically, Josh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, The next one is from Pan. And Pan says, hey, Jim and Eric, started listening a couple weeks ago. I just jumped on comics again at Rebirth after not reading them since I was a kid in the 90s. Only been listening to podcasts for six months. And Weird Science has easily become one of my top three faves. Nice. I told you, I got mad. I know. Top three. (laughs) <laughs> the hell is going on there i'm only in your october episodes trying to get caught up so i don't have anything else to say except you guys do good stuff thanks That's for right. the eight hour podcast that helped me get through my shitty days moving boxes around the warehouse jim you're the best and eric's okay at best keep I it weird okay. 
the other thing is it's funny because around October is I believe when we really stepped it up to like 10 hour podcast. So, you know, pans and in, in, in for some uh, doozies yeah. coming up. Uh, I actually sent an email to him because I figured he's like manship. He's not going to hear this being read on the air for, for fucking months, yeah. eight months. So I, I told him thanks. And I said, indeed, Eric's okay at best. At best. And the next Email is from Brett. I hope Brett does not mention anything about the fucking what? What's it called? Crave. No, Crave. Yeah, but also, uh, the freaking what's that cartoon? What's that manga? That I can't even remember. Oh, what Dragon, that Ball fucking Z. Dragon Ball Z. Fucking hate Dragon Ball Z. What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew? I only got one thing to say. Now, here's the thing. He always wants me to hit these sound effects. Now he's going to the point where he wants me to combine sound effects, which if you listen, you know I can, Eric. I can't do that. He says, he he has here, he says, dance party music, maybe a little, that's inappropriate, over that, into segregation, Reggie, followed by hello, motherfuckers. That's what he wants. Huh? Here, here, I'm going to give him my, my best uh, uh, possibility. Uh, fucking, I don't even know what I'm saying. Here you go. <laughs> Some alien ant farm for you, Eric, okay? We got that. That is inappropriate. That's inappropriate. Hello, motherfuckers. And then go down to here. Segregation, right? There you go. That's, that's the best you're going to get. It's freaking alien ant farm. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't know why you even have that. I don't know. I went to grab it. It was for the pop culture. Oh. <sighs> Topic for discussion. Let's talk about sex, baby. He says. Let's talk about you and me. That's Let's talk about language. all the good things and the bad things that may be. As we know, throughout the years, people have named certain sexual positions. Have they? For example, such names as the Cleveland Steamer, not really a sexual position. I hope The not. Dirty Sanchez, yeah, and Again, many more have some uh, worked their way into society even before the internet. Point is, you go and look up uh, the Boston Broiler Don't on the, uh, what is that, the uh, that website? Urban Dictionary? Urban Dictionary, and you'll see one of my earlier works on the internet. Point is, your job today is as follows. I will name a DC character, and you need to tell me that sexual position, what it would be. In turn, you're creating them on your own. Use your imagination to describe to the listeners. Here we go, Eric. What would this be? Crazy Quilt. I'll tell you, crazy quilt to me is just what I do all the time. I lay on my blanket, I'm, I'm jerking off, and I fucking impregnate that blanket. That's the crazy thing turn, is turn I actually end up having pillowcases. Yeah, yeah, it's a potato chip, but uh, I'm telling you, the crazy thing is the next day I wake up and I got fucking five pillowcases that I got to fucking feed. I got that blanket fucking pregnant. Uh, awesome. My ex-roommate used to call my blanket China because I, at one point I said, I think I could have impregnated all of China. How many <laughs> fucking things I've shot in that baby. Uh, what do you think? You said it uh, to me because we did see this little bit before and you said that it was something I'm sorry, involving a hole quilt. in a sheet. Say Sounds like some quilt. like uh, Halloween costume. No, it's where you have the girl laying down with a hole at the like the crotch area, but oh. to make it crazy, we also have some holes at the nipple areas. Bam! Uh-huh. That's crazy. I crazy. Just, my, my just crazy quilt. Uh, the bouncing boy. I don't want to talk about that one. That just sounds yeah, weird. That, that's a little crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The Phantom Stranger, to me, is that you hit your conk with a bat like seven times in a row until it gets completely numb, and then you stick it in somebody's behind. That is All the right. Phantom Stranger. 
Fam, strangers, where you start having sex with somebody, and then you have your buddy and or your brother walk in and take over for you without them knowing. Ooh, that's the phantom stranger. Can they wear a trench coat? Of course they can wear a trench oh, coat. Okay. The snapper car. What the snapper car? The snapper that car sounds like me. watching the fucking Again, uh, the everything involves me uh, you know, hitting my uh, wiener. But uh, I think that you go out to your car, you open the door, you, you fucking slam your dick in the car door, and then you go in and then slap your fucking wife with it. There you go. There's the the snapper, snapper car, car, in my mind, is where you bang a shifter. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. the snapper car could be that you have a series of women uh, kind of put together it's almost like a, a human centipede but it's the uh, human uh. snapper car because of the snapper eric you get it the snapper i get you the gorilla grod <laughs> the gorilla grod to me is you have to get your woman to not shave for, for probably about like six seven months yeah and then you do it while eating bananas up your ass I'm telling you, no, see what it is. You get them to not shave for six or seven months, and then you tell them that you're leaving them for a hotter woman, and you mind fuck them. <laughs> and then you do leave them. And yeah, then you leave them with a banana. That's a mind fuck right Do you there. leave them how, with a the banana? Lady? <laughs> and, they, uh, and then they swing from the trees. There you go. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell, he says at the end. I don't even know what, why he put that. See well, you in seven. More like the next mail section. Boom. Kill a bee and that is that is Brett. Thank you, Brent. And the Phantom Stranger is just like rodeo. Then is what you're telling me that cool. that old rodeo move. Uh, is it that rape. I don't know? Maybe actually, I could see the Phantom Stranger being that you pick up a drifter and uh-huh. you take him home. Like where your head's you at. drug him. Mm-hmm. You do things to him, and, and then you kill him, and then you throw him out your door. See, in my mind, you also have to stranger. put on that phantom mask. You know, from like you know, like Billy Zane and shit. You have the whole freaking oh, cow like, and the freaking domino yeah. mask. And then fuck a fucking hobo. Uh, fuck a hobo. That would be cool. Phantom stranger. Phantom stranger. Can you eat chili? Of course you can uh, eat chili. Yes. Actually, is there any of these that we could have to be somebody shitting on someone? No. I don't like to get into that whole thing. Not really. No shite not, for I'm you. Not, I'm not German. I don't You're want to get into German. this. You're not German. Okay. Dalton's next. Dalton says, what's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the Get Fresh crew? Do, do, first off, well, I didn't particularly dislike anything I read this week. This week's books felt a little light. Seemed like a lot of setup and exposition. I agree. It was cool to see Clark's origin redrawn with some awesome art and action comics, but ultimately we've seen it a million times and we really didn't get much in the way of a Superman Reborn answers. Not Just some more. We will get their promises. Of the words I've of the words I've been described as patient is never one of them. Let's hurry the fuck up. Yep. More on that in a bit. I agree. Really, real quickly. Detective also felt a little slow set up this issue. I'm getting tired of seeing Raj. I feel like we have been dealing with him in one book or another since Rebirth started. I'm over Raj and his League of Assassins, or is it Shadows? What's the difference? Oh, yeah. One kills harder than the other. The art <laughs> had some weak spots as well. Overall, I left the book excited for the next issue, but not caring too much about this one. I agree. And we got a filler issue flash as well. I don't know what it is, but I can't stand Iris West. I like her. There is just something about her that rubs me the wrong way. Having a whole issue dedicated to her was, well, rough. She always just comes off as nosy, whiny, entitled bitch, and I don't like it. You know what? The more I think about it, I think I take back my earlier comment about not, not disliking anything this week. Everything she does gets under my skin, especially in the Flash TV show. Good God, Jim. Help me out with the nonsense horn. Fuck Iris. I always um, want to give the nonsense horn. There you go. 
Fuck, I how fuck Iris. Jesus, guess I'm feeling a little negative this week. Moving on. I mentioned in the Slack chat that I've been struggling to wrap my head around what it means for new 52 Superman and pre-Flashpoint Superman to be recombined. Specifically, it says a new existence-wide single reality rebuilt from two. A timeline in history both familiar and new with lives realigned consistent with the memories and experiences of all. Okay, I got that, but let's think about this. While it doesn't entirely throw out the new 52, it sounds like it must be drastically changed. Can there ever have been two Supermen at once? Two Loises? No, it's saying no. No, it doesn't it seem sure like. It sure doesn't sound like there could have been. Maybe I'm wrong, but in Superman number 20 from the previous week, when Lois goes to check the mail, she begins to tear up or at least becomes emotional when she is looking at the envelopes. And I swear it's because of the envelopes in the middle. It is addressed with purple ink and wasn't that how New 52 Lois addressed letters to pre-Flashpoint Lois. I tried to find evidence of this, but I couldn't remember what issue I had seen that in. How could Lois be receiving mail from a dead woman who technically should no from longer even exist in the first place. It doesn't make sense. But why else would they have that shot of her reacting to the mail? Maybe I'm crazy. This whole continuity change is starting to make me feel crazy. Now, they are officially established as a married couple with everyone knowing about John. So would Lois ever have revealed Clark's identity? I would say yes, because fucking Mixelput kept talking about how he fixed that. Yeah, but he wasn't there when they fully combined then. He kind of was disappeared then, so I don't know. He was saying that before they actually had recombined. I, I'm just so looking for the fact know. that, you know, they even talked about there was another I'll tell you, I now, have I, a little I, I inside info. Of that. that truth didn't happen, so oh. I don't know. I don't know. This is what, uh, what's his name, was talking. Phil Jimenez was talking on Twitter. It looks like oh, yeah. shit like that didn't happen. In which case, would Mixie ever have taken on Clark Kent as the secret identity since Superman's identity would never have been revealed? But that's the thing. If nobody knows, it's it's all fucked. That's the thing. Is I can see the truth possibly still happening, but not the final days of Superman. No. Yeah. But even so, I, yeah, maybe. Did I, We'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to get these answers. I really don't know that we're ever going to get a definitive answer. Did anything we've been reading for the last year ever even happen? I mean, it did happen. We all read it. But as far as these characters are concerned, it never happened. Is Batman still going to be a dick to Superman because he's not my Superman? Except now he is your Superman. Apparently it always, always has been. been. Yeah. Are they, they best buds again? What the fuck? The questions don't stop. There are no simple answers. We have no idea what the state of the timeline is. I'll tell you who really gets mind fucked i think is john he's just a little kid and he knows that shit is is different and i don't know how he would handle that but we have no idea how much of the new 52 i go and happened. burn another cat now death. again people are going on the new 52 which we have a new 52 podcast we like the new 52 some of it we love didn't love the superman book so no, if anything gets wiped out fuck if i care if half of that superman was wiped out that Grant Morrison freaking mind fuck. Comics, yeah, who needs that? Definitely some of it, but anything involving Superman has to be incredibly different. I'm beginning to think that they didn't really think that. And again, here's the thing. All the stuff that happened in, in the new 52 with Superman, you didn't have the pre-Flashpoint Superman hanging around at that point. No. So all they have to do is say, well, that's combined and that still is there. And, you know, so now instead you didn't of watching him, that pre-Flashpoint Superman he was, was actually doing. doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Reborn thing, though. And, uh, but you know what? Oz did say this changes everything. I definitely underestimated the gravity of that statement when I first I mean, read I, it. It doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know what the hell they're talking about before that. You know, what was the now, status quo before now that everything has changed? I, I, I don't get it, Mr. Oz. You still don't, got that nonsense horn queued up. He wants the nonsense horn again, Aaron. <laughs> Of course I have it queued up. 
All that being said, I actually like the new timeline as a setup. I like the idea of forgetting about the whole two Superman shenanigans. I, I, I like that too. I want to see Bats and Soups being all buddy-buddy again. Yeah, what? boy, I'm just so upset that that Brian Hitch regrouping issue didn't really happen now. <laughs> I like that they can be now known as the Kents again. I like that as well. Like but that. boy, we sure took a fuck up road, fucked up road to get there. Uh, you ever drive somewhere, and when you get there, you can't remember any of the drive you just did? Every totally. time I drove back to West Virginia. That is how it feels. I'm glad I'm here, but I have no idea how I got here. Didn't mean to rant so much. I'm normally a pretty easygoing, positive person. So am I, Eric. Oh, yeah. But this timeline business has me scratching my head. It's so funny that I get so angry at some things. This timeline stuff, I just sit there and go, whatever. I'll see what's going on. I, I don't get as mad as, as other people about stuff like this. Any thoughts from your point of view would be appreciated. I started this email in a good mood and pissed myself off as I went out. <laughs> I'm out. Cue door being slammed sound by it, Eric, and I will gladly do this as well. There you go. He's out. See you in seven, Dalton. And that's the end of this mail, but do you have anything else to say? I'm just thinking about it because the whole idea, the whole pre-Flashpoint Superman, Lois, and John, they came through convergence. So, you know, the whole idea where the Superman was Superman was split into two entities at the beginning of Flashpoint doesn't really sense. doesn't make sense at all to me. Nope. I, really I think that they they're really that – you know, I don't think they will. I think they want everybody to forget about that. That's the problem now, but what they're saying is – Here's the deal. They can't explain it. He did come through convergence, but he came through convergence at the beginning of the new 52. The fucking crisis from ever happening. Yeah, but that when they went back and said, "Oh, I was here the whole time," we were like, "Oh, really?" But hey, that seems why. Time, though, but that seems know. why. That's why they did it because he was there from the beginning of the new 52. He came through when he thought he came through. It was when he was altered. He was just right. altered before that. So they can make it. It doesn't make sense any way you, you toss it, but it does make sense in the comic, I guess, because when it he just, came it's, through it's from just crisis. Weird because like, you know, he came through. It's almost like they're saying that, you know, the new 52 Superman didn't exist until they came through. And well, made I'm saying I think that the, I think what they're saying now is when he came through, he actually came through when the flag. Flashpoint recreated the the universe, and he was there from day one. He said that. He said I was here the whole time. So he never said, like, oh, I showed up here or then or wherever. It just was there. Now, it, it's fucked up to think when that would have been, but that's what I think they're saying is when he kind of got tossed in was when everybody else did as well. He's missing those years and it's all just, that sort of thing It's just weird to me because well. that was something that took place. You know, I really it, it really boggles my mind just because I think about the fall and rise of Captain Adam, how he went back to the 90s. You know, this universe already existed before the Flashpoint, you know, yeah, time yeah. rewrote itself so no matter where he comes he should just jump into the this new 52 universe without anything being rewritten but like with i him, said like, like i in. said when they said he was there the whole time that's all they were meaning that you can't argue because now he was there from day one and that's what they're going to go with i think that's easily what they're going to go with it doesn't but none of it does none of it makes sense if we find out that superman didn't die in the final days of Superman, there's about seven trillion things then that doesn't make sense. And that oh, yeah. seems to be what they're saying. It also seems to be like, I'm telling you, think back at all the Justice League. Uh, and now throw out everything that there was about, like, we don't trust him. And they, some of the stuff that happened led from that. You know oh, what I mean? So, series of Trinity you know, so yeah, far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In Trinity and all this, there's, there is, you know, cause and effect 
that now doesn't count because well, it wouldn't have been. Well, so funny, it doesn't make sense. It's weird to think about it in Superman where Batman shows up because they were just doing tests on John. Like you've known him his entire life at yeah, this point then. that's what I'm saying. There's cause and effect that will never make sense because of what they're saying now. Uh, to go back, this is something that if they were going to do this, they should – instead of final days of Superman, they should have extended it and they should have had it be this. And then Rebirth happens and Rebirth actually is the rebirth of the universe with Superman involved as just one. And then everything could have been explained. You would have had these new stories. You could have went from that step one, and they didn't Come do it now. because, yeah, because they weren't planning ahead. This is something that they just decide, and we've seen this since the New 52 Constantly. when we started really reading again, is that most of these things that they make you think is a long-term plan was shit that they just came up to fucking make up for mistakes that they did two months ago. Whew, now I'm getting mad again. But yeah, it's just nonsense. It all, it's all nonsense. Dalton, just fucking go for the ride. I'm going to tell you, it's like in that Justice League nonsense that Hitch said. I'm just riding the temporal wave. Just riding that wave, Harry. Riding that wave. I'm like fucking, I'm like in a Escape from L.A. Just riding that wave. Riding it in. But that is the end of mail section number one. We're actually going to get to the books next. All right. Woo indeed. Woo. Woo indeed. I'm Eric, telling you, we say it all the time up. now. We say it all the time now about, you know, what is, what is Dancing Mike's best song going forward? And I'm That's thinking what myself, you think it is now. I don't know. It's so good. It's almost like his No One Like You by the Scorpions. Yeah, well, that's, yes, that's <laughs> I know what it's joke. like that. It's like his I Want You to Want Me. <laughs> this is the book section. Here we go. The book section, uh, as Mike said in the song, it's they, we, we've been waiting so long to get to this section, Eric. Right? So long. <laughs> so, so long. So long. We have a bunch of books this week, and I want to tell everybody right away that this is a spoiler podcast. And I'm yeah. not talking about like what happens in the books. I'm talking about spoiling your love of the books. We are party Aww. poopers. We seem to be. Again, uh, I was on Twitter today, and Mark from Nation of Nerds podcast was talking, and he, he got word that Tom King uh, might be working on a new God's book. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. And everybody's like, oh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. And there I am. That will not sell. Nope. And I <laughs> will not like it because I do not no, like the new guys. The best is Tom King favored at that. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's like, yep, you are right. I just you said, are right. They let me do something the, I wanted to. They we're know the party covers. So. And then people were like, well, it, maybe it could be a mini. That I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, please, there's a lot of books 
that we need before a new God's book. And then I said, what are we going to get? What new God's book are we going to get? Uh, are we going to get an Orion book? Maybe a Mr. Miracle book? I, I think I'd rather have a JSA or Shazam book be- before totally. those. So I-, I know that people get all gaga and they want, you know, and then people like, oh, since uh, Omega Men, well, Omega Men didn't sell either. It's just somehow, and also when I was looking at this stuff, I don't know what this has to do with the books. It's just what I was just doing. Are we going to get another Infinity Man and Tomorrow? Oh, I mentioned that. That was what I mentioned because people were like, oh, you go. And even Mark, I said, well, you know what? There was the uh, Infinity Man and the Forever People, and that bombed. And then he's like, oh, God. Forever People, that's right. For some reason, I want That's when Mark said, uh, yeah, you're right. You're a party pooper. You son of a bitch. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking though, like a lot of people get excited these new books and the solicits will be coming out soon, uh, probably next week. And when they do come out, we we always look forward to new books or whatever. But I think DC has to play it safe here, only because you have a Aquaman book that is not selling. You yep. have a Cyborg book that's not selling. If Aquaman and Aquaman's like in the 29s or whatever, that's like, not yeah. great. Uh, you have Deathstroke not selling. So now you're going to throw out a, you know, a Granny Goodness book. You think that that's going to sell better than Aquaman? Uh, you, you you better, you know, get things yeah, in order. That's a straight up High Father book is what it is. I don't know that I want that. But uh, I said, any, I'll, I'll read whatever Tom King gives us. And it's like Mitch Gerard, the, yeah, the no, guy who they we'll say is going to be the to. artist. Yeah, but even so, I'll give it a shot. I'll give Tom King. Now, if it was a six-issue mini of Orion, still won't sell. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But Minis some of these books period, tonight are, seems like. No, and some of these books tonight. Well, I even said, uh, not that it's full out new gods, I guess, per se. Uh, but Commandi's out there. You guys like your Jack Kirby stuff because that's what it was. You know, Jack Kirby would be proud and things like that. Y- you want to make Jack Kirby proud and want to see what's going on. Commandi's out there. Mm. It's being published and that's selling 15,000. Uh, so I don't know. What I would expect from next up, the new new gods challenge. Yeah, it'll be that. All of a sudden, we'll have High Father. He's making fucking flapjacks for fucking Orion, and then the fucking Mister Miracle, Mister Miracle shows up and and performs circus tricks. That's what I want, Aaron. I don't know. I don't even know the new gods. I I just think the time is coming on, right? Honestly, I've never been a fan of it, so the time was never there for me. I don't know what this has to do with the books. It's just, this is stream of consciousness. This is like two seconds ago I was on Twitter. And I'm not mad or anything about it. I was just talking to people. Uh, But yeah, that that was what I was just talking about. You were on Slack talking about Point Break and Star Wars. And stayed up all night looking up uh, things on your He-Man encyclopedia that I got. The Character Guide and World Compendium? Damn right. That's what I meant. It's so long and so awesome. How is Demo Man? Is is he good? When I woke up this morning, because I was up late just reading this book and barely made it into the G's of the goddamn character guide, and then I woke up this morning on Facebook, because I follow a lot of people who are into He-Man and shit like that, and the reviews are already coming out for those goddamn books. Yeah, because they they released that. That was the review copy. I sent you the review copy Dark Horse sent us. It took me forever to get to the G's. I was going to say to you, like, are they reviewing it just kind of paging through and like, yep, everything's here. Boom, because it is huge. I don't know. I did not go to the goddamn uh, review yet, but I have no idea how somebody is supposed to review this kind of book. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I was just paging through it. If if you are a He-Man fan, yeah, if you're a He-Man fan – Dark Horse has this character, and what it, what is it exactly called? It's like the Masters of the Universe Character Guide and World Compendium. Okay, and World Compendium, it's pretty good. 
I learned that uh, King Hiss had a little <laughs> different origin in the German t- radio play. Everybody had a different <laughs> origin. I that's know. what I'm telling you. That's what kills me. I was trying to talk to you about this yesterday as you kind of rolled your eyes because you don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about my I nonsense. Don't give a but shit about this. It's the thing. I love continuity. And the problem with Masters of the Universe, there is no one continuity. Every time the story is told, there is a new continuity. Different yeah. countries have their own continuity. Many comics, TV. It's crazy. It is crazy. And. It, I kind of like it just because I can have my own, and it's not wrong. Yeah, well, that's cool, and it, but that's why a character and world compendium for something like that is cool because now you can look, and and people who don't know, like I could go up and look at it. I'm like, oh, I like that one better than that one. Oh, I like the. Uh, I was looking, and it's like the 2012 master class. What the hell are you talking about, master? Whatever that fucking those. That was uh, the DC. Figures. The 2012 was the uh, the DC one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now, uh, what were the big figures that came out? Oh, the out? Master like of the, the Universe classics. Yeah, the classics. Like, what the hell is going on? But, Eric, that, again, has nothing to do with Nothing the at all. We, we just haven't talked a lot. Uh, today, we're actually off. We're recording this a little earlier. We have off today, so I, I have not talked to you at work today, nope. and we didn't have to deal with any retards. So, you know, it was we can awesome. sit here and talk about new gods and He-Man. He-Man kind of is a new god. He no, I'm telling you, well though, with you talk, the new god. If you talk to the director of the Master of the Universe movie, he was making a new gods movie pretty much yeah. with the He-Man characters. Yeah, you could see. Like, He-Man would go well. Like, he could stand there with High Father and fucking oh, yeah. looking all sexy and oiled up and freaking bare-chested and nude. <laughs> nothing on his ass. Maybe assless chaps. Maybe. It's freaking good. He's a, That's a He-Man I want to see, Eric. <laughs> I don't even. That did not sound I right can't, at all. Because I can't do it. My throat's it's killing like me. It's like you're trying to mimic a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, you rev up that bicycle. <laughs> See, I got baseball cards. Lobo getting the fuck out. Ah, yes, but we are going to talk about DC Comics now. And we're going to start with what is not, you know, again, it's not the biggest book. We're going to start with Detective Comics because Batman's in it. And luckily, Eric, because Batman's pretty much the only one in it anymore. And uh, you want to just get right to it? You want to go right to it, baby boy, as you say? Baby boy? Detective Comics number 954. Written by James Tynan IV. Art by Marcelo Takara, Marcelo Maialo, and Sal. Cipriano. 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 The League of Shadows story continues, and boy, it's starting to drag. Well, I, we did get a really good Raja Ghoul here. James Tynan seems to be using him to explain Batman's stupidity leading up to this issue. Can you can you hear the anger in my voice here? A little bit. I, I'm not very happy with this issue. However, however, my my biggest complaints are that the best part of this book, the Detective Squad, has been torn apart, and the art in this issue was pretty horrible. There are, are still two more issues left. It's crazy. I actually, I'm reading this, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I get it. This is the penultimate issue. You always have this little lull before. The, and I go to the site. Uh, two more issues. The hell? There's two more issues left in the story, and it seems like it will now be Cassandra and Colony to the rescue. By the way, what the fuck happened to Clayface, Eric? I what the fuck know. happened to anybody? I know. Well, there is meant, but the best is they really keep telling you throughout this whole thing that every issue says it at least once. League of Shadows don't keep no prisoners. I know. <laughs> they don't. I'm and I'm they like, keep telling me this. Are you, like, are, uh, James Tanner, are you really trying to, you know, ease us in here for when he does show up and everybody's us? dead? Is this yeah. it? And and Clayface himself, they do mention at one point a little hint about Clayface 
Not much of a hint, though, if you go through the timeline. Uh, but we'll get right into it. It, yeah. it started last issue, started with Raja Ghul showing up. Uh, Batman had gotten a call from Alfred, basically Alfred going, ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> I think if Alfred actually said, like, huh, I think somebody's in the Batcave. I'll go look. Oh, no! Even though this kind of makes it seem that Raja Ghul, it was Raja Ghul. At the end, Raja Ghul was there. Batman showed up. Raja Ghul's there. You're expecting them to fight, which we did not expect. Uh, yeah. But it does start with Batman kind of attacking him, which would make sense. He's pissed. And, and Batman, to me, through this whole arc, is off his game. Uh, so it's not, this Batman is going to be a like, you know, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. He yells, where are they? Meaning the whole team, whatever. The funniest thing is, I don't know at this point that Batman considers Cassandra fully gone. I know that she disappeared. She got thrown into like the sewer. But we didn't know that she was fully away or Clayface. And he really spells out like right in this, like, my whole team is gone. Yep. I'm like, boy, is that throwing shade at Cassandra and, and Clayface? Because the last thing Batman heard from Clayface was just, hey, Cassandra got away from me. Sorry about that, boss. Hey, boss. And well, uh, that Batwoman, was it. Did Batwoman, oh, was she talking about I think she Batman did she talk to You're right. I think she did talk to him, but just said he's in pieces. But yeah. it wasn't taken. But no. yeah, Batman didn't go and check on him. He and that's the thing is, Clayface, he's been known to fall to pieces from time to time. He gets right back. He I'd does fall to Yeah, but where is he now? Where is he? But yeah, it's funny. In the belfry, it's funny the too because uh, Raj is just kind of like, oh, you know what? Your your rage is funny to me, and why are you fighting me? I'm not here to fight you. And we kind of knew this, but in the meantime, Ubu comes out. It is Ubu, right? Yeah, it is Ubu, he yeah. comes out, throws like Batman. Fucking sloth from the yeah, Goonies. He does. I'm issue. telling you, this art is awful. This art in this issue, I know that I showed you a little when you were blind looking at my yeah. phone, and you're like, ah, it's not that bad. I, I fucking hate it. I there, think there it, it detracted. Parts. Oh, my God. There's I'm one saying, huge part that I don't know what the fuck happened, but yeah, uh, saying, even though, that part. When you have the smaller panels, you can really tell the artist struggling with yeah, this issue, yeah. but overall, it did not take away my you Oh, know, I my thought it was terrible. It took away from me. There's at one point, Raj looks like, uh, in a big panel, looks like Joker. It, it just, it's terrible, I thought. Uh, I hate when Batman just, I, I just, I hated it. But uh, Ubu and Batman are fighting, and he wants to know, you know, Raj, where the hell are my, my people? And he does put him in a cage. He has yeah. a, an electric cage. And it's is, a good thing that Raj was standing right in this goddamn circle yeah, of this, right where there. this cage would be. Yeah, with his sword drawn. He's there, and he's laughing. He's like, oh, you know, you think I'm the one in the cage? And it goes back it's, and it's, forth, it's but you don't get much from it. Because the whole idea of the cage are, are these energy fucking spikes yeah, that seem to yeah. shoot up out of the ground in a circle. Yeah, it looks like he could slip gold. through it. But the thing, yeah, I don't know what, the, like, maybe electric fucking deals. I, but I don't know. They are different sizes. Of my, yeah, they're different sizes. This? Some Why? of them don't even go all the way up to the top. No. It looks like there's a lot of space. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, even at the point where he's in this cage and he's going, you know, where's Alfred? And uh, that's when Raj is like, oh, he unwittingly drank a sedative and is asleep in his bed. That didn't seem like how that ended, that issue. No. He no, called Batman. It's like, somebody's here. Oh, no. What, what was he there at tea Hold time? On. I have to go drink some tea. Hopefully it's not poison, Master Yeah, Bruce. hopefully that it doesn't put me to sleep in my bed here that I happen to be laying in. And then that's where uh, uh, ah. Batman Batman wants to know, hey, listen. You're the one who told me there was no League of Shadows. And it's like, here's the basically this whole issue with him and Raj. I like the way Raj is played out here. I think that he's very good. He's a calculating guy. Oh, yeah. It's almost like all this is a game. It's beneath him. But it's basically Batman. Hey, Raj, uh, thought you told me there was no League of uh, Shadows. Did I? 
Ooh, well, I, I think you did. You? Did I? Uh, don't you remember? Uh, yeah, I, I think I remember you saying, well, where was it? Oh, no, I don't remember where that was. Ooh, because Ooh. I've stolen it from you. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I get the idea that Raj has planted this idea in his head. I told yeah, he, you. The, the whole uh, idea, I, told, I, yeah. I, I actually kind of like this whole thing because it, it's very hokey and it takes up way too much time for this fucking issue. But we have been complaining nonstop about Batman saying yes. over and over again that the League of Shadows doesn't exist. And at least what, yeah. we, what we have with Raj here. It's explaining that you know he has come across the League of the Shadows many yeah, times. Yeah, he has. Time. He has come across and it. Raz and Raj has, has taken it from yeah. his mind because he wants to keep this whole thing a, a yes. secret. And he has implanted the idea that he has told Batman that he created this yes. whole thing as a myth to scare his own soul. I still have an so issue with it though. It's because magic he, and trickery. He says it is so magic I'm, and trickery, but he doesn't say that I've put something to trigger so that you would never believe it all he said is i told you this in his mind throughout this whole thing batman just keeps saying listen raj told me that was a it was a myth it's not yeah. real it's not real but to me by the time all this evidence was building up number one batman should have been like okay i gotta look into this anyway i don't even care what you call it i have to look into it which he wasn't yeah. doing and also again would have been like you know what raj lies to me like there was nothing i wanted something one little I, bit more where raj okay. says to him listen not only that but i had a trigger anytime that you hear league of shadows you you completely shut off and you, that's you don't exactly even look how, into that's it exactly how i took it though just because yeah, you of the may magic, have taken it because of what of but it, the magic and trickery to me is just that he took his memory he never says that he altered anything or had something that made him not really look into it. And then the, the whole thing that's kind of interesting then is uh, Raj says, do you think that's the only thing that, you know, Batman right. says, is that it? No, you'll never know. And stuff I'll like that. never so, tell. So, yeah, you're, that's what I thought. You're, you're left wondering <laughs> what else has he done. But I really – I needed a little bit more for Raj to say to Batman – not only did I take that memory, but you were getting too close. So I made it so anytime you hear League of Shadows, there's a thing that goes off in your mind that you cannot it, – it's, it's a roadblock. You I've do not it. look into it more. And I, I you can glean that from it, I can but it doesn't it. say it. The, the way I really just took it is that because – in my mind, Ross has been pissed off so much that like every time he's come across the League of Shadows, the three other times he wasn't supposed to, Batman has come across mm -hmm. him. He's had to go and do this. Finally, he's like, look, I'm tired of fucking doing this over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You Every time you think of the League of Assassins, uh, Shadows, it's not real to you. Just that's yeah. it. it. Make him uh, – you're a chicken. I'm yeah. a chicken. I'm a chicken, Raj. And just, <laughs> I wish there was something. I wish there was a little bit more that there was a trigger that in his, he like pretty much shuts down. The detective in him completely shuts down when that is mentioned because that's what it seemed to be. It wasn't just him saying, no, no, no. Raj told me it was a myth. It was like a, that was the biggest truth. That he's ever heard in his oh, life. Yeah. You know what I mean? He would go to his grave before he would say, you know what? This is like a League of Shadows. And to the point where he should have still been looking into it, even if it isn't. It, it, if it was me and you, Eric Stray in Quakertown decides he wants to, oh, you know what? I heard of this League of Shadows. I want to do that. And we go and do exactly what they did, what Shiva did in this book. Batman should have been on our asses 
Instead, he just kept saying, no, 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 don't worry. You know, people are dying, but don't worry. Te- it's not he's real. he's right, though. We're just, we're just Jim and Eric. We're not to yeah, the shadows. Yeah. We're just, but it, we're it just, I, really, I really did want more. And the other thing that got me, too, was because of the art and the way it was, there is that callback when Raj says, you know, there were three times. And you see them there, and it seems like that is something really really important but it doesn't really give people no, who get, aren't in the know panels where like you know you have you see the one time like everybody knows fucking you know batman shirtless fighting Rock the goddamn yeah, sword fighting. yeah yes, yes. And, like you can see that and know exactly what the hell it is the rest of them are very ambiguous yeah yeah and i would have liked it if these were so big th- such big things i would have you know i don't need an editor's note see this see that but right, make right. it so that at least somebody would know because some people might read that and say you know what I really like this. Some people might not even know Raja Gul that much. Well, and so if people lately. are into this story, they want to go back yeah, and get the full yeah. goddamn so story. You, you would love to have a thing where the three times you're like, oh, you know what? I'd love to, to read that. And you don't get anything. You really don't. Like you said, you have the bare chest. And they're sitting back like, man, I have to go and do research on this shit? Absolutely not. And there's nothing. Like me and you do try to do some research. There is nothing to grab there. There really isn't much to grab onto. Uh, But yeah, even uh, there's another little thing at the very beginning that got me mad where it's going on and Ubu and Batman are fighting and and Batman's still yelling at uh, Raj. And we have the call out, the editor's note, see All-Star Batman and Robin, uh, or All-Star uh, yeah, Batman. see All Star Batman number nine, which isn't you out. You sons of bitches! Yeah, it's out next week, and I was like, something got delayed with that yeah. All Star Batman, obviously, but still. Well, I really think All Star was supposed to come out this week, and it got pushed yeah, back. Yeah, it got me angry, but yeah, you have that, and basically, Raj is telling Batman, "Listen, you know what? I, I took the memory out. You know, this is what's going on." But unfortunately for Raj, it's kind of backfired it's it's bit him in the ass because now Shiva's gone off and and is too powerful and now he needs Batman so now he's there and needs Batman to fight with him against something that he mind wiped out of Batman so that's very interesting I don't know that it's the greatest way that it's told here but I do like that in the meantime the whole thing is that he he goes leans into him because you like the whole idea is that like you know when Raz and Ubu showed up in the Batcave they left kind of a trail for the League of Shadows to follow Mm -hmm. them because they gonna show up eventually yeah, yeah so he needs batman to remember all this he has a trigger word which actually reminded me a lot of when and it was in the green lanterns book when we had the batman like freaking yeah. team up yeah where yeah, alfred yeah. was affected by the like, the yellow energy of the sinestro core and he had that trigger word to calm his mind down and yes. center him, yep. get him onto this whole thing and we have a trigger word here, which is League of Shadows backwards, yes. which gets Batman back in the know in my mind. We don't even get to get well, to know yeah, that. Well, he opens his eyes as yeah. if that would happen. But even before that, you have Colony, you have uh, Jacob. Jacob's in his cell. He had just seen Kate pretty much get run through by the League of Shadows. So he's there. He's trying to punch his way out of this oh, you know, cell. While we're back on Colony here, I actually want to say I was thinking about this when we moved on before. But Clayface, we had Colony here. They stabbed Batwoman through the goddamn chest with a sword right in front of Jacob. But that's exactly where Clayface was, too. So now that Batwoman's down here, I'm guessing they might have collected Clayface. Well, on here's the, way the deal, well. but they would have seen that. And that was when League of Sh- the League of Shadows came and, and, and stabbed him. But that, yeah. actually, Did I say uh, yeah. And actually, okay. I think that when 
when Kate came in, if you remember, Kate came in, and that was in the main part of the Belfry yeah. where Clayface was destroyed. The League of Shadows grabbed Kate and drug her to these cells so that they could stab her through in front of Jacob. I don't right. think I don't think Clayface was there at that point. It, he was back in the main, you know, I'm the main though, part they of the Belfry. When they would have left, though, they would have gone back out that main part. I think. Well, the League of Shadows would have. Yeah. yeah, when the League of Shadows would have. But really, this is my point. You think the League of Shadows, as they're going out with Kate Kent, are collecting all those pieces of Clayface? Uh, he was there. in a thousand pieces. I'm sure. Sure, that's what they're going to say. They clean up did. their mess. Well, that's what I was going to say is later when Colony does show up, where they say nobody else is here. So that's where I think that's the hint that Clayface yeah. was collected. I would have liked to have known a little more, but they're, uh, Jacob's trying to get out. Got little mason jars out, started stuffing yeah, them in. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Jacob's trying to get out. Uh, you have these two guys with him, which I'm telling you, up until now, they've just been there to for Jacob to tell them yeah, to shut Jacob, up. Regular and, Joe and mustache, that's what I yeah, call him. Yeah, I think the one guy's Cooper. The, the middle guy, the bald guy's Cooper, the guy with mustache, no idea who the fuck that guy is. All of a sudden, Joe. he's Mr. Hipster. Uh, but yeah, they want to get, he wants to get out of the cell. All of a sudden, they open. And uh, that's when Cooper's like, maybe Batman, listen. And uh, Jacob's like, listen, Cooper, we've studied him for half a decade. Batman isn't going to be opening these cells. Grab a weapon. We're not alone. And that's when Colony shows up. And there's Colony Prime with Ulysses. Ulysses is there. He's like, I'm leading the cavalry. And it's just uh, Prime. But the the weird thing is, is when we last saw Prime, he was there trying to break out Jacob. And Jacob didn't want out. Yeah, he didn't want out, told him to piss off. I don't even remember. I'm telling you, I don't even remember how Prime was resolved, how he got out or when he left. We had one issue with Colony Prime, which really didn't seem to go anywhere, except for the idea that Jacob Kane did not want to be let out. And that was it. And remember, he was fighting in the mudroom. Exactly. I don't know what had happened. I don't know how it ended. It's such a weird thing because you would think that the, you know, security system, like, it was resolved to fight these, like, you know, somebody like Colony yeah. Prime breaking in. Here we have the county just breaking in again. Yeah, well, every, all the, they, they've shut down the, sk- they, Batman needs to get this Belfry. They need it's to fucking, burn that. Get exactly, a new, get it to the and the Batcave, everybody's in the Batcave now. They, they probably have picnics in the Batcave when Batman's out and about. Because now no Raj just favorite. goes in and lets freaking uh, the League of Shadows in. I mean, everybody's in. And also, yeah. when people get in, you have like Lady Shiva, but these other guys, they, they get in the back game. Nobody ever seems concerned to really look around. Like, why wouldn't they go to the back computer, check out some things? They're all I'm just in there dinosaur. doing nothing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, really. Fucking using it as a slide like they did after Endgame. Uh, but yeah, Jacob's there, he's loaded. You have this freaking mustache guy out of nowhere. And the weird thing is I'm reading this. And every Why does everybody in Colony seem to want to look alike? They all have a very similar look. You have Colony Prime, who almost looks exactly like a young Jacob, except that he has kind of a shaved side of his head. And then you have Mustache Guy. At one point, I actually thought that Mustache Guy was Jacob, and they they fucked up and gave him a mustache. And then he's there, hey, where's my boyfriends? And then Ulysses gives him his guns. He's like, yeah, I feel safe now. And then Cooper's like, you're ridiculous. Yeah, I'm a handsome human being who's loving his boyfriends. What the fuck are you doing? I don't... I'm telling you, out of nowhere, we want to give these characters some development. Yeah, some, and that's this is what, what I'm we saying. do, and out it's such nowhere. a weird thing out of nowhere. Because before this, 
we had the guy, you know, Cooper. We we t- kind of talked to him. This yeah. mustache guy, we knew nothing about. No, he was just sitting about in his that other. And his yeah, he was always him. just sitting over there in that third cell. And basically, at points, uh, they were only there like they tapped their foot, and Jacob would tell them to knock it off, yeah. or Jacob would yell like, "Hey." Look at my guys. They're scared because they don't. They know what the League of Shadows is up to. They were always a prop. They were always something for Jacob to either yell at or say to Batman. Look at them. They're nervous. They know what's coming. I'm not lying. Look at them. And now all of a sudden you want to give them this personality, and the guy seems like a big douchebag, right? Yeah, it's it's weird as hell. I don't yeah, know why this came in out of nowhere. Like, are we gonna have a county book? Are they gonna show some Batwoman? Why do we have to develop Please these characters don't. to this weird ass no. degree? Yeah. Well, and and in the meantime, we still haven't even resolved that whole crazy thing where and maybe it was an art problem where when Roz went to go and get uh Shiva at that one point he had people attack Shiva and they were colonies so hopefully right. that does come about because that isn't out and about now well the other thing is you have Jacob Jacob has the opinion and he says it twice in like four pages the League of Shadows is going to burn down Gotham. We cannot stop this. It's We're not going to be able to stop them. The only thing we can do is make sure they die with it. And right. he does say that twice. So, again, you're really pushing towards the everybody's dead and everybody's fucked because Batman well, – That's you know, the whole idea too. Before like when Connie came around, they were going to kill – this list of people they had, whether they're innocent or guilty of being a part yes. of the League of uh, yeah, Shadows. Yeah, it was just we had and to do that. And it's the whole that. thing, you know, we're going to burn it down and, you know, clean up afterwards. We're just yeah, gonna yeah, you're going to burn problem. everybody, burn it all down and then start from scratch. Exactly. That's basically what Colony seemed to want to do. And we're still back to it. And, I mean, even back to it, but I think this is even more to the point oh, where they, they the think that there is no way to stop the League of Shadows. They, they, there is no this plan. It's like having a termite problem burning yeah, a house there's the no plan to stop them. You can only... Uh, hope to kill them along with everything hope to contain them but uh as they're leaving ulysses is there and he's you know he's dawdling about near the end he's like hey give me a second there's one more thing i want to do and he's there just standing there with a smirk on his face and there's the red robin costume so i don't know if he's just he wants I, to wear the costume the does he want to wear it what the hell i, I get does the idea it? it's weird because remember he was really into tim he was oh, yeah. really into Tim and his tech and that Tim was the only guy who could freaking hack into his systems and all that. I have a feeling that it's something to do with when Tim said that he wanted to have that that Gotham-wide, you know, remember Tim's whole thing was he could make a technology that could protect Gotham or whatever. I actually think this is him remembering something that Tim said that he can kind of set forth that will help them in the battle. Now, I hope. Done. This is this is going to be way far out there, though, because I started having this weird ideas when I was reading this. Like, you think he's going to inspect the suit and somehow get that goddamn, you know, message that Tim sent Maybe. from being in Mr. Oz's I fucking don't know. prison? It's weird because even some like other people, out of some other people were even him. saying like they thought that Ulysses would be a great sidekick for this person and that person. I'm like, he's a fucking bad guy. Oh, yeah. He's not a good guy. He, he, he's good guy, but you know he's bad. But uh, I don't know. I, I the on the surface thing, I'm just wondering if he's just gonna put on the fucking outfit. Yeah, and I'm just go, you, we're gonna go back in the next issue. We're gonna be on the uh, colony ship, and he's gonna be See, on that, deck that's just wearing the, the red robin costume. I think this would be a cool twist if somehow the League of Shadows were the ones who had killed or thought they had killed uh, Tim. 
And then he gets that on, and it's almost like a Trojan horse to throw him off their game. Like, he shows up, oh, my God, fucking Tim Drake's back, Red Robin's back, oh, no. But it doesn't really make sense uh, with what's going on there. No, it doesn't jive at all. In fact, Ulysses is pretty much responsible for his supposed death. So I don't know. What's that? Yeah, him and Jacob. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see what's going on. But even if you go, to me, Ulysses is the most responsible. Because yeah. remember that they had the, the drones that weren't even supposed to be worked on? They were supposed to have scrapped that program, and Ulysses kept going. They were all the drones that he was doing. But we go back to Batman and Raj, and it continues. You have Raj in the cell. And the, the funny thing is Raj is just talking fucking trash. He's yeah. talking trash. And the one he's like, you regret this cage now, don't you? You wish you could hammer the truth out of me with your fist i'm thinking batman could just press a button and start hammering your fist not even with press fist. a button computer yeah. shut down cage yeah that's what i'm saying he's making it seem like this cage could never be brought down like it <laughs> batman has shown his hand and cannot reverse this at all it's i should have thought this cage through but this is where he does ask uh, Batman, like, or Batman asks Raj, like, how is this? How is this League of Shadows possible? And that's where he says, there were three times you got close. I took it out of your mind or whatever. And then that's when Batman says, how do, you, how do I know it's the only thing you've taken from my mind? And then Raj is just laughing. He's like, you don't. And he, it's great. I really do like this Raj al Ghul. I oh, think yeah. that this is perfect Raj al Ghul. way better than the cackling Raj al Ghul we saw in fucking oh, uh, Teen in Titans. Teen Titans, who's just, you know, yeah, this is a guy who, you know, and he is loving every set yeah he is uh, upset because shiva is on his way on her way and all this crazy shit but he still likes that he has bested batman and batman has not figured it out until now but again if people want to get mad about this book uh again batman's duped batman is not the uh, he may be the world's greatest detective he hasn't been since rebirth really no and uh this shows why here uh but it seems to me it's almost like james tynan's like boy batman really seems like a numbskull i i better explain it a little better but as this is going on raz tells ubu to open up the fucking front gate and in comes the uh, the league of shadows he has let them follow he's opening it up and and then he blows a uh, paralytic at batman that knocks him out to the point where he can still he can still sense things he can't move he's paralyzed he roofed him Yes, and it, it, I even like this. I hate the art. I, I'm telling you, and you, you even mentioned, if you read uh, Batman Beyond, there's a bunch of panels that are just like Bernard yeah, Chang's, really where pulled, you get I'm this black like, and uh, red. And did you say Marcelo Miao is on colors on this one? He is on colors, so maybe so that, that's part maybe of that's it. Maybe that's more of a Marcelo kind yeah, of thing than a Bernard again, Chang. Yeah, but again, you don't just, the colorist wouldn't just be allowed to just go willy-nilly. Maybe it's that uh, Marcelo Takara is on here and says, you know what, I like that shit that you and fucking Bernard Chang do in Batman Beyond. Can you do that here? Because, yeah... It, it happens, and I do even like this. He he blows this paralytic at Batman, and then explains that it's this extinct cousin of the poppy. It's very like old school and oh, mystical, yeah. and I, I really really like it. But as he's doing that, that's where he says, "Remember the shadows." And, it, and even before Backwards. that, he's like, "Listen, uh, we I have the same. Sh- I'm going to use the same trick I used in the past. You think that Satara that he is saying is their old friend?" That he oh, believes yeah, that Batman knew that it was Satara that taught him that that whole deal because when he says the the uh, remember the shadows backwards, Batman's eyes lighten up. So yeah, now it seems like magic. he knows and, everything like, you know, about it. Is a little bit too young for me for Rob. No, that's why I think it might be Zatara and Batman. So Zatara yeah. did teach Batman Z- a bunch yeah. of stuff. Before yeah, he died. I would think it was Zatara. I thought that was a pretty cool deal uh, there. And then he whispers to him and this detective, and I'm like, again, he says. 
the backwards code to break him out of this funk that he has like in his mind. What else did he not tell him or what else did he wipe that this would make Batman? Because if it's just, yeah, the the League of Shadows, they're real. Oh, my God. Is that going to help him fight the League of Shadows? You know what I mean? Depending on how he took care of like, you know, it's just weird. I want to know, like, is this what he was saying? Is this what they were hinting at of what else did you take? And then that's when he's like, oh, you don't know, or, you know, you'll never know. All of a know. sudden, this Batman remembers those missing 10 years. Yeah, I'm telling you, now Batman remembers he knows Kung Fu. I, I just wonder <laughs> what, like, the info of knowing there's the League of Shadows now does not help you fight the League of Shadows. It, it'd it be like, I go to fight Mike now. Tyson. If I don't know his name, I, I'm still getting the shit kicked well, out of me. I'm telling you, though, like, for whatever it is, it's like, you know, he was not able to believe that the League of Shadows were I real. Guess. So if you, it's like, you're not being able, like... You're going to go up against Mike Tyson, and you don't know yeah. that punching someone in the face hurts them, so you no, don't do it. No. I'm still I'm still dead, and this is where you have the League of Shadows. He is being taken away by Shiva and the League of Shadows, paralyzed. What? Just because he knows that the, he's dead, there is nothing. I mean, he must. There has to be some secret that that there is also. I'm telling you though, for, we'll for a goddamn week that does not take prisoners, there are not a lot of bodies. They take around. a lot of prisoners. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't know, but it is Shiva. Shiva shows up, and again, uh, I don't like the art. I like the way he draws Shiva. I think Shiva looks great. She shows up, and you see, there's the plan. The plan is that Raj is going to give Shiva Batman in return. She's going to back away from him. Yeah, it's, it's an exchange. That's basically, it's, it. I like it's it. an exchange. And then Shiva's like, okay, and that's where Raj says. I trust your business with League of Assassins is now complete. And she says for now, and then snaps her fingers there. And this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life because normally you would think that this is a smoke bomb yeah. that goes off like, a, you know, a, and all of a sudden the smoke disappears and they're gone. There is an explosion. She snaps her fingers and exactly where everybody in the League of Shadows and Batman are standing explodes. And I don't get it. And then That's a hell of the, a trick. Oh, my God. The smoke clears, and there's nothing there. But this is an explosion. This is not a smoke bomb. Also, it's so crazy because the little panel art, when the smoke is going, Bam. you see it's Raj and Ubu. I could even say that looks a little like Batman. I, I was so confused what's going on. Plus, you never really see that full exchange of Shiva getting Batman. It's like this progression of panels here and this explosion threw me off so much and I sat there looking at it over and over because there's even a part in that explosion where I could I could argue with you that I see body parts that fucking exploding apart it's like what is going on but hey they, they disappeared in an explosion yeah, they I like grand maybe exits maybe it's magic it's, they fucking disappeared in hellfire I don't know I don't know. Yeah, yeah but maybe. no, it really maybe it is supposed to be a smoke grenade. Yeah, it looks like a smoke grenade vanish, that turned into an explosion. Yeah, it, it looks like the Batcave should be falling down. Uh, like, you know, in her mind, you're like, all right, guys, before we go out, we're going to go to the Batcave. Make sure you grab your smoke pellets because we're going to make a cool exit out of here. Some oh, yeah, we're going to make a cool pellet. Some guy grabbed the grenades. Uh, he didn't know. He's retarded. It's wrong turn. He's, he's he, new wrong turn's part of the League of Shadows. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they go, and the, the issue ends with – It's so crazy. The colony – Two guys from Flash have joined League of Shadows. Yeah, yeah they just said, hey, boss, what, what do we have to adopt them? Take care of these kids. What, get them a scholarship? Uh, Colony's going after the League of Shadows. And again, that's this is where I said, uh, this is where uh, Jacob again says, 
listen, there's no way we're going to take them alive. We're not going to beat them. We're going to have to make sure that they die in the process. It's the second time he said it in the thing. And he's like, you know what? what? The one guy comes and says, I, I believe that this prime says to him. And again, they look exactly, are they twins? He says, uh, prime says, uh, hey, isn't there any way we could just swarm the base? Can't we do this? And this is to spell out, nobody can do this. Not the most dangerous freaking people because they are the most dangerous assassins. They have, are from across the planet. These are the most dangerous people you could ever have in one fucking place. And they are willing to die for what they think is right and for their leader. And nobody, not anybody could go fight him. And then that's the end where you see that somebody is going to fight him. And it's Cassandra. And this She's is a dressed great as, cliffhanger. Yeah. And she's dressed up full as orphan. She has a freaking morning star and her goddamn our throwing star in her fucking shoulder. She's already killing people and she is pissed and she is gonna fight until she gets to her mother. And it's Mommy awesome. Issues. It really is awesome. Uh but yeah, I, I loved it. I the cliffhanger I love. But the uh, rest of the issue I was really I didn't like this issue that much. I thought that there was a lot of nothing and a lot of uh hokey explanation to try to get everybody up to speed for the last two issues. I'm thinking um, though that you know, Colony Prime, we might even find out which leading into the Batwoman series because it seems like we're you know, a lot of stuff we're dealing with here is gonna go into the Batwoman yeah. series. But like we might even find out that Colony Prime might be an illegitimate child of Jacob Kane. I don't know. Because they do look Maybe. a lot alike. They do look so alike. And and even so now, uh, the other thing going from this is, if this continues as is, Jacob is out now. And if you remember, the big thing with Batwoman was when J- when uh, Kate left, uh, Jacob did say, hey, listen, I will tell you everything. I will help you. Only you. Uh, if you come and talk to me, I'll tell you all the information I know. So I don't know how that's going to play out going forward in the Batwoman book if he remains at large or if if she just takes him in. Who knows? He may even know. go from here. This might be the opportunity when this arc ends for him to actually just shift over to the Batwoman book and kind of be his Because we did see at the end of the Batwoman rebirth that it looks like there's going to be colony heavy for at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. now. And the weird thing about it is if also if you remember uh, – He's pretty much sold out Colony. Jacob, uh, they really spelled out that Colony should be against Jacob and that they're there to get him. But is this all of Colony? Is this just Ulysses and Prime and a bunch of guys? Because really, they really did make it seem that he had sold out Colony with all the stuff that he had said. Well, you know, um, we might even have an offshoot at one point. We might have Colony and then we also have a sub like uh, division called like no, Colony. No, like I said, there is that, that one thing. And if it wasn't art, uh, you know, snafu. Uh, there's some colony working with Raj. So maybe this is the colony that's – I could even explain it in the – like the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. The colony that's with Jacob are like the Sinestro Corps that's working with the Green Lantern Corps. They're the ones that, hey, we understand colony. We want colony to be what this good thing that it was supposed to be, this protector and all. We got a little off the fucking range, and the rest of the guys are out there, and maybe it ends up with them hunting down these rest of the guys. I don't know. I, I don't We're this, – this is all – conjecture because i don't know where they where tynan has colony even stationed in this whole thing if they are one unit if they are separate i don't know but yeah. as we leave here i actually gave this issue i can't remember six five uh i thought that it was we got some info 
but the whole thing with Raj, I love the characterization of Raj, but him just showing up and saying, hey, by the way, Batman, I wiped your mind, and here, I'll give it back to you, I thought was just very hokey at this point, and it just to explain that Batman has been a dummy. Uh, but going forward, I think that's pretty interesting, and I do like the cliffhanger. I like Cassandra ready oh, to great. kick some ass. Uh, I want to know what happened. Like a one-man army and, corps going in there. And really, I, I want to know if this League of Shadows is that bad and never take prisoners the rest the the group should be dead yeah and i want to see them and really in general for the whole wraparound of this review of this book um i want to see the 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 detective squad if that's why i i keep forgetting what we're going to call you had a different name that you called them we called them detective squad you told me you were done with that yeah yeah i I couldn't remember what the other one was the detective team team detective i think Team detective that's what i like detective squad again so there team detective has now been uh it's now been retired uh, I want this. That's what I want. I, I say later on the thing when we're talking about uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. I want Red Hood and the Outlaws. I want that trinity. In this book, I liked it so much at the beginning because we had that big team and we had crazy Clayface and we had Cassandra was trying to learn how to get along with everyone. And even when Spoiler was in, basically this book now is – well, now it's a Cassandra book in a colony because Batman's yeah. captured. But we've whittled down the team so much. You, you get even like – I know that you don't like uh, Jean. Uh, what's Jean Luke? Jean Luke. Yeah, I'm sitting there. You don't like. You're not a big fan of his. But yeah. when he he shows up, and I was very interested, and then he was gone. And you had Batwing, where we're really you know enjoying him, and then he's gone. And I just I want the team back. And I don't know. And at the end, if you pull around and say, oh, you know what, they did take hostages, and they didn't kill them. It makes it seem like the League of Shadows wasn't exactly what they were supposed to be anyway. So Jean Paul, kind of not Jean. Jean Paul. Yeah, what? As soon as you said Jean, I could I'm not saying. think of what it was. Jean so Paul. Like, uh, and I'm like Jean Luc Picard. What are we talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, Jean Luc Picard. And then I, I just can't. had to look it up because then, like, I was stuck on Jean Luc. I'm like, that's not right, but I cannot think about Jean Paul right now. I, I, I can't, I can't think right now. I, I took a lot of Robitussin. But yes, I don't like Jean Paul. I've never liked that. No, you and, didn't. You know, but, but he came I, in I and he was com- interesting. I like, I like him and Batwing together for the moment. Yeah. I need to see more of that. Yeah, we had that annual, and then they were gone. But yeah. uh, what, what would you give this? I give it a six point five as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought the art was rough. It didn't really take away anything for me from this book, though. Like it. It's not exactly where we should be with the like the way the art. I'm has telling you, if you go back to last issue, because I did want to go back just to see the cliffhanger. Last issue looks so good, and oh, then yeah. you go to this, and it just looks like shit. I'm telling you, it's very rough. Yeah. But uh, I like the stuff with uh, with uh, Roz. Now I'm going to say Jean Luc again. God damn it, Jean Luc. Roz, just because uh, I like the explanation because we've been complaining nonstop about Batman being a dummy and just not accepting this whole freaking yeah, you know, yeah. uh, shadows. So this being here at least, you know, at least allows me to believe that, okay, there was something other, like some magic shit going on. Once you throw magic in everything, you know, you could throw everything out the goddamn you window. Know, it's explained. You know, I kept saying, I kept saying, John, I couldn't, re- I couldn't even remember his name. I couldn't remember Asriel. <laughs> I kept saying <laughs> I'm so I'm, I'm high on fucking Robitus, and I'm like, I almost called him Alistair. You know, Sean Luke, Alistair. <laughs> you, you know, you know, like Batcat, Batcat, fucking. But no, fucking overall, this uh, it's a bit of a down issue, but it's still yeah. a decent one at that. So I give it a six point five out of it's ten. A, but do you agree with me that boy, this this arc has gone on? It seems like it's been going on forever, hasn't it? 
It does, but I felt the same way about the victim syndicate. And uh, yeah, well, that's part of this. I, I'm I know. I'm with Reggie all of a sudden. Reggie really has like the Aquaman, like the two part arcs that he right. really likes. I think I might be down with that. Each month you get a new arc, you're done, you're out. I'm telling you, uh, everything just, we've been boy. dealing with, it seems like a long story. Like we've been dealing with the same story since Rebirth began with yeah. Detective Comics, and it's just you know one part of the story. Yeah, Each yeah. Well, just and, and to one story. And to say that, I mean, I know that. The pacing is different because it is twice a month shipping, but just this arc, if it would have been back in the day, once a month, this would be a half a year story, and that's ridiculous. That really is ridiculous, but I guess a lot of arcs are six issues, but this just – it seems longer, and I think because like you said, it is kind of longer because we've dealt with Colony and we've dealt with all this, but hey, there we go. But we're going to move on to your next book, Eric. This is probably the big book of the week, right? I don't even know. Fucking I'm not, I'm not saying how much you liked it. I'm saying going into this week. Going into it in my mind, it would have been, but after yeah. reading it, not so much. Action Comics number 977, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Ian Churchill, Hi-Fi, and Rob Lee. It's time to get some answers to what actually happened at the end of Reborn. Or so you would think going into this book, but instead we have Superman taking a walk down memory lane and seeing his origin, which seems to be a complete surprise to him, and the setup for where this arc is taking us, where we see a mysterious hologram reaching out to Superman's enemies and putting together an army to take on the Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, this is a weird thing, because we're coming out of Reborn, you have this new status quo that we really don't know what it is. Last week we had Superman number 20, I'm like, all right, we're going to get some answers. And you really didn't get anything. They got put on the back burner. Well, you had Lois and Clark tell Lois, we'll deal with that later. Exactly, so it was put on the back burner, I'm like, all right, we got Action Comics, this is where it's going to be, because every goddamn one says, you know, Reborn Aftermath, so I'm like, fine. This is Action Comics. This is the one where it's going to be at. Yeah, and I jump and in. Here's the thing. I'm you a, jump in, and it's okay. At first, I'm like, I'm immediately okay. Half shit, as well, soon as yeah, I jump in, it's like, okay, you jump in. The, he's at the, you know, he's at the Daily Planet. You, you have his regular deal. Everything seems fine. So you could at least be like, okay, I get it now. He's Perry's Clark Kent. He's the Clark Kent we John, know. He's John's godson. Yep, you know, John's godson. It all makes sense. It's yes. all good. This is it is, and I'm like, okay, this this is good. We're we're leading into now. They're gonna go, and even when uh, Perry's like, hey, you know what? It's gonna be great when you live in Metropolis, and you know, we'll. And then Lois is like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, when we move back to city, maybe we can all have a Metro's game. See you on Monday. And it's weird because as Clark, I'm like, what's going on? Because Clark looks pissed while he's walking away there, and I thought. Boy, what what has Lois said? But he, she does say something seems wrong, but it just seems like he <laughs> was ready to give a backhand. He, I just imagine because she, uh, she brought up moving to the city, and he, yeah. that's not something they've discussed. No, so that, uh, like, that's what I thought. Talk out I turn. thought it was going to be one of those you made where – You like a jerk in front of Perry. Yeah, yeah, but he's just saying he has a haunting feeling, and I, I yeah. get it. They Again, this seems to be that John – Lois and Clark are the only ones that remember anything that would have happened with yeah. two Superman, especially Mixie. So he has this hunting feeling. I would too. To me, you're Superman. You would think like everything seems great. Like you could even think that if you want to go back, say, am I in the fucking Black Mercy again? Jesus Christ. This seems like everything that I wanted to have happen is happening. Exactly. Uh, you know, so I understand that. I'm glad that he says that. But, you know, they go through. But from this, he says he's got to check things out. And she's like, OK, you know what? I, I get it. You're going to check. I guess out. I'm going to drive home alone tonight. Whatever. Yeah. Go yeah. Really. Thing. What's new? And then he flies off. But the weird thing is, and before we even get to Metallo and all that, the weird 
third thing is that what happens is he goes back to the Fortress of Solitude and he wants to know his origin. And that's good. But the thing is, this is where I'm confused because he knows what happened. This isn't like he thinks like, okay, I don't know what this is or that is because what we get here, what he looks up as origin up until the very end is the same origin almost every time we get a Superman oh, yeah. unless it's an Elseworlds story and, I'm telling and he you, doesn't seem is, to remember it. I didn't go back and look because I thought the idea would be tedious, but I see, I've seen a lot of people on the site commenting how – this is essentially the same origin story we got in Secret Origins when it featured Superman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so yeah, we this is an origin tale again because yeah, people it's need a like jumping a, on point because they it's don't like know It's like a greatest Superman. hits. I and this is the thing. It's like a jumping on point for somebody who never read Superman before. And you don't. And it doesn't even have to be somebody because most people know Superman and his origin, even if they've yes, never the read or, Superman. It's, it's one comic. of the most iconic origins ever. It, it really is. And that's this is where I thought because when he does do this, he goes to Kalex. And once Kalex show him this origin, uh, and when they did it, I thought, "Ooh, this is what's going to happen now. Something's going to be different. We're going to exactly. see that everything isn't exactly like it should be, even if it was something bad, good, and dip, whatever. But something's going to be different. He's going to land, and it's not going to be obviously it's the Kents, but it'd be something like that. Like he lands, and they have to do this, or they have to do that, or something happens on Krypton that changes things going forward. That we have to see what's going on. It doesn't. It's it's, it's pretty much and straight to the letter until in, you get to, you know, when he's growing up and then you get back to the classic Lex well, that's in the thing, Smallville. So like the that's, whole idea where they knew Lex in Smallville, yeah. even that is something that I forgot. Apparently that was in Secret Origins as yeah, well. Yeah, it was. It and was. I, don't, I didn't recall that because in my mind, like, you know, the whole thing with Lex in Smallville was like the original Superboy, which was kind of erased, you know, after uh, Crisis. Yes, yes. So the whole idea, it really kind of Well, it was weird because mind. even in Superwoman, uh, Lex had – thought back at his origin with lena and it wasn't the smallville deal remember yeah. when he went back and he's like when you were a kid and we did this and that it wasn't the small so that may have changed now that may be changed because of this and we'll go forward and see what's going on with that uh i like lex being from smallville i I'm always like that myself yeah, i actually it, always, it always liked just it felt forced to me yeah well that's uh, says you it does serve me. Um, I know, but I do like it. But even yeah, in the meantime, fine. in the meantime, you have uh, John Corbin, Metallo. Uh, he is ca- and he's there, and this is classic Metallo. So this, this is, is something Flashpoint Metallo, yes, right? Here, this is something really pretty cool off. for me and you, though, because this is the Metallo that we like. Oh, uh, I, but I love this Metallo. I always hated the New Fifty Two Metallo. Yes, but you know, we show up in a goddamn dark room where Metallo is just like hanging from tendrils coming out of him, like you know, suspended in air. Yeah. He is torn apart. He is barely alive. It seems looks like, like something you would definitely see in Cyborg. Yeah, it's when his, you see him kind of captured. Is just hanging in front of yeah. him, and he's just torn apart and barely alive. And we don't even have a location. We just have this black nope. room that says elsewhere, and this hologram comes to him and says, "Look." You hate Superman. I hate Superman. Let's join up. And if you join yeah. me, I'll give you a new body. And I'm like, yeah. how about we explain, you know, the other John Corbin that we all read if we were reading the new uh, 52, which I was, yes. and how he died saving Superman, you know, helping Superman save the goddamn world from Vandal Savage. Because this – it's a big part of the story going forward. You can't just throw pre-Flashpoint Metallo out here Here's out of the nowhere. Thing. This is where I think we're going to get dribs and drabs of this because the way that they're putting together and how people are remembering and doing things, I'm guessing that that did not happen now, that that, that storyline is the just erased. The truth is completely gone? 
Yeah, I'm not the truth, but that part of it, I think that they're going to pick and choose what they want going from here. And all, like we said, we didn't like Mixie being in it, but when he combined into the red and blue and say, okay, it's just one origin and one thing, I think that they're going to use that as a way to pick and choose what they want to have. And people want that old Metallo, including you. You just, oh, yeah, I know I that you it. want an, an explanation Metallo. of yeah. what's going to, what happened before. All they have to do is have Lois say, hey, you're not the John Corbin I know. And then go on from that. I, who knows how they'll because say it? She might yeah, I don't know. Now because even yeah. the Superman, when they talk about how fuzzy their memory is, of what? Yeah, happened. they do say that it's fuzzy. Yeah, uh, but again, this is where I think things are going to be built up from. You know, the the ground floor. The thing is, I know I, I can I can expect the whole built up from the, like ground floor and all that good shit. I just need them to fucking work with the readers a little bit so they can explain exactly what's going yeah, on. Because I think that tale, if they you know did some stuff that was different that they, they wanted people to know, hey, this is what it is now. This is the new status quo. This yeah. is what's different. Please spell it out because uh, all we again, have Superman I think that this is just them. And they're telling us I. now. You know what I'm saying? They're telling us now it's different by showing this different Metallo. And really, I I would think that if they're on a meeting and they're like, okay, we want to have all these classic Superman villains in this. We're going to have Metallo. And one guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, boss, we have Metallo in the, the truth story. And nobody cares about that Metallo. Just shut your mouth and they'll forget about it in a week. And I think that's where they're going with it because I'm telling you, people listening now, 99% of the people don't even know what we're talking about, don't even know that there was a Metallo, uh, a different Metallo in the New 52, let alone at the very end in the true story. I don't think people remember. Yeah, to you. It's not important to everybody else, and I do think that this is one of those, like we said at the beginning of Rebirth, there was books like the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps when they had uh, Parallax. They could go and explain something and take a half an issue to explain what happened, or they could just throw it out there and move on, and that's what they did. I think that that's Metallo here is moving on. I don't even think you – we had Blank, and at, at points before in the, the Lois and Clark book, he was here, there, and uh, this one, he's just – you know what I mean? They're not going to deal with that. You're just – you get them now this is what he is he's the same guy yeah. uh but moving forward that's just what we're gonna get and that's it's the just only so way weird that we see. took time to make sure that we knew who, who blank was and that he got released from the freaking fortress in the himalayas which was yeah. previously colorado we took time out of that for this but like metallo like blank is a relatively new character yeah metallo i'm saying but even blank they didn't explain that he was they never explained that he was out and about and controlled cyborg superman and you know who would have been hank henshaw and yeah. the, we didn't get any of those oblivion stones i mean they really just gave you blank out of nowhere and said here's here he is and and there he goes and so i just think that we're just going to get these things moving forward and we're going to have to just say okay that's the new status quo i, I really do it sucks it just but takes I don't away think from the that, storytelling, yeah. though, when you, you have followed this thing, you've, and you've been enjoying the continuity of it all, and they just say, you know what, fuck you. This is well, what's going I'll to happen you. now. You're uh, going to right now, with, oh. I'm looking at two, two pages of Metallo. Those two pages are 180% better than anything we got from Metallo before in the New 52. So I don't care. I don't care that the other John Corbin could have been. This could be him. He's just torn apart. So just go with it. I I really don't think that it's something they're going to care about because nobody liked that. Nobody was caring about, you know, John Corbin when he was that other version that was in love with Lois. 
People kind of cared, yes. though, when he gave, you know, Superman his kryptonite no, heart, which me gave and you cared. kryptonite powers. I don't think anybody else cared. <laughs> me and you thought it was great at that point, but I don't – I have not heard anybody talk about any of the, the freaking Metallo of the New 52 since. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, in the meantime, Superman is in with Kalex at the Fortress of Solitude. He wants to know his history, and that's where it's like, hey, what better place to start? Then the beginning. And the thing is, too, this whole thing with the beginning, he's going in and having this whole holographic world projected around him where he is a part of Krypton before it exploded. I'm like, you know what, Kalex, Crystal Font, whoever you're talking to? Yeah, yeah. It's Kalex because he's even in the background of that then when he's doing it. Yeah, I'm saying, but like he activates it with the Crystal Font and all that good shit. But the thing is, You've taken me back too far. I asked about my history. I don't need to know that General Zod is out and about. I don't need to know all the stuff on Krypton. I know all this. It's just to get people up to speed. And really, Superman Superman has done this a hundred times, and this is where uh, you get thrown off. Superman remembers things. They might be fuzzy, he says, but for him to put the crystal in and be teleported into a holographic version of Krypton before it gets destroyed should not make him in awe. He no. should know what's going on. He should and know like exactly he, the he's rules. He's also trying to talk to them and doesn't yeah. understand, like, hey, can I talk to him? No, you can't talk to him. Yeah. You've done this, motherfucker. He's like, it's magnificent. I'm like, really? You? And then, hey, the, uh, hey, guys, what? Do they see me? Can I talk to them? No. You know that. I know. How do I know that? You don't, Superman, you stupid. And, and then he goes, and, you know, again, this is – it's nice. But in a issue where we had just had Reborn, and like you said, even going from Eric Shea's mind, we just had a Metallo that is not explained. So yeah. we, we want to know answers. We don't need a greatest hits of his They're origin because this is know, exactly – Everybody there, knows this. Willy-nilly. Nothing is different. He, there he is, his dad. He, his dad wants to warn the council. The freaking – you know, the, the eruptions, the fucking earthquakes are going to destroy. Ah, we only have one ship. We're going to send him all oh, the yellow sun. It's all here. Nothing is different, and that's – where it threw me off i thought okay they're setting us up for some big fucking like a cliffhanger hey, where like i, I said all of a sudden he lands in russia and we got red sun superman on our hands eric or, or he Nothing ends up like that but crashing I, in metropolis or he's i'm I, telling you something different that it, now we're thing, going forward different it was, it was nothing like that i expected something you know it's still along i always expected something still along the lines of stuff we knew i did because why him would you go through something why would you go through, that though? He knew was not what he remembered at well, the that, I'm saying, why would you go through all this for nothing? I'm we saying, if you go crazy different. and have him, like, crash land in Metropolis, you completely change the I'm character. I'm telling you, you don't, though, because then he says, how can this be? My memories are of, of the, the farm in, in Smallville. How could this be? And then he has to figure out what went wrong or what is different. Uh, and then even so, go with how with the, when this happened and all of a sudden Reverse Flash came back and he remembers Flashpoint. Make it something that's a little wonky with Flashpoint or something like that that he has to figure out going forward why it's not what he remembers. Because this should be exactly as he remembers, and it is. And so because it's nothing new or nothing shocking or whatever, I'm wondering why there's 10 pages of it. Because exactly. we I'm all you, know whole, this. You get done the stuff and you realize, you know, I'm telling you, the whole thing with like Lex Luthor knowing him in Smallville and him and Lana trying to get away from him and shit like that as kids. I'm like, all right. Like, I didn't really think about that for Superman's origin in this continuity. But so, like, that's yeah. the only thing I could really glean. Yeah, that's we the get deal. done all this shit, though. It's like, there's no question. That's my life. Just as I remember. I'm like, you yeah. son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah. 
And then it even says, it's like, you know what? Yep, it's all just as I remember. Of course, those are the moments that paved the way for you to become a man. And each step on the road to the next great stage of your life, my move to Metropolis. I'm like, are we going to get next issue of now seeing exactly what happened when he moved to Metropolis? Like, I don't want this. Also, is that Bibbo on the side there? (laughs) Who is that on, on the right side in the middle? I have no idea who because that is. Because he looks like a, a very buff Robin Williams. And it threw me off, doesn't he? He looks like a, a Robin bit. Williams who's been lifting a lot of weights, taking steroids. But uh, just even then, if you would have had something different there, or so, I just, I wanted something to point like, okay, this is crazy. There's not something. And the only thing you do get is at the very end. He he wants to know. He's still talking. And when he's talking to uh, Kalex, he hears another voice. There's another voice where he's like, it's more Mixie spoke of another, someone who exists out there that's beyond uh, Mixie. And then, and then Superman's like, "Huh?" And Kalex's like, "Ah, oh, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I, I heard some other voice. No, no, no. There's nobody else here but us. So, is this that it is a different origin and something has like fuck? I, I don't know that something's no trying to keep it, him. It just, it just seems that like the idea to me is what we get from this cliffhanger is this holographic being that was going to Metallo and yeah, going to Blank yeah. and trying it's to get weird, this though. army it's, against it's Superman. It's this green freaking you know thing and." Right. I, I, I'm trying to even look at the font that that thing talked about before. Yeah, he did right. talk in green because we even missed out too. He also goes to blank. Yeah, we uh, talked we didn't about even it mention that. Yeah, he goes to blank. Same thing. He's like, hey, yeah. blank, you know what? I'll let you, you know, destroy things. And blank, nobody knows that much about blank. And he's not that very interesting to me. But no. yeah, he, he's going to get all, he's going to go around and get all of Superman's, you know, big villains. And, and, and it seems that where, whoever him. this mysterious holographic figure is, it's going to these villains. It seems that he is, you know, in the crystal font itself, yeah. or is somehow able to connect with it. I'm saying so again, it really seems is like it this that, thing here, yeah. this crystal font, this main crystal, is this thing that's going out there and collecting this whole thing. This whole AI system is becoming yeah. this thing that's going to take yeah. down Superman. Yeah, and, and again, if something that we saw in that in, in that origin, unless we're missing something that's like very subtle, uh, but if something was like obviously about. wrong, and if we're there like, was uh, something like that, and like for for this is in my nothing. mind a very generalized stuff yeah. that everybody should really you know, even if they don't know, like you know, him and Lana Lang were in a tornado at some point. That you yeah. know, okay, that, that happened. It's fine. It's like there is nothing here that really. No. Like shoots at you and says this is different, and, and there's no reaction from Superman at all to even let no, you he, think well, that. Well, he so says like, this is the problem. Is even if I would have loved it if there was something, I mean, obviously fucking wrong, and then they come out of it, and Superman's like, "Yep, it's just how I remembered." And you're like, "What the fuck's going on? How do you remember that?" Because somebody has fucked with his memory and right. this this whole the crystal deal, but we don't get any of that. We, no, it's just it weird. is just a recap of the origin. It seems yeah, like that you yeah. pretty much know. Yeah, it's really to and me, very disappointing. You can skip this issue if yeah. you are reading Action Comics. You can skip well, this you, issue and me say, "Hey, you get is... Metallo and Blank. He's going to yeah. be going against with this guy." And by the way, they show you Superman's origin. That that intro part, I was happy as hell, and then we get yeah. to Metallo. I'm like, okay, this whole setup for this whole army against Superman. I'm all about this. This sounds yeah. cool as hell. The majority of the issue though was fucking nonsense. But like, yeah. I'm, I like the setup for where we're going with this arc. Yeah, yeah, and and also and it's like you said at the very beginning of that segment is that you went back to show us pretty much the one thing of every Superman that's the same. 
Yeah. Like, it, there's no difference between really the New 52 Superman's origin on Krypton and the pre Flashpoint Superman's origin on Krypton. That's pretty much the same. Shit changes after that, but we just got the very generic, normal origin of Superman, and it doesn't tell you anything different. So, yeah, what did you give it? I give it a 5.8 out of 10. I think I'd give it a. I, I do like the art. The art's really good. Yeah, I do like the art, so I'm going to go six. I'll go six out of ten, but it was very disappointing. It yeah, was I very was, disappointing. By the end, I was just angry, though. I'm telling you, I wanted to go lower just but because, angry. <laughs> but because of the idea, the setup going forward, so I'm really interested in how strong the art was and that a moment of joy when I first opened the book and yeah. saw you know, how the things were. I'm telling you. Well, and I, that's what I wanted. I wanted my anger down a little bit. But I wanted, I I wanted a book where – it could have been a day in the life, like the stories yeah. that we like, a day in the life, but a day in the life of showing you what people remember and what people think and what Superman remembers and what's this and that. Because that's uh, the thing. Superman will know the differences because he lived this life. He yes. is the combination of both these Superman now. He knows what actually went down while the whole world doesn't. As yeah, it, and we don't know he can what tell us is the what. Differences. Yes, yes. We could, and yeah, or, you know, he could say something like, boy, you know, that's like when I died and and then there's somebody's like, which time? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I get it. There, there we go. He died twice there. All right. I'm, I'm in. Uh, and then, we, you know, stuff like that. That Just uh, Perry saying, hey, how's my godson? Like, fucking awesome. All right. I know something now. We're going forward. And that's fine. And even, like, he's there at his office and he's got the pictures of John, you know, all yeah. that. Okay, it's out and about. He's, he, now he's working as Clark. The identity's back. Everything's good. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the last book of this section, Eric, and that is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman number sure 20, written by Greg Rucka, art by Bilquist Evely, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Jody Wynn. It's back to the God Watch story, and while we don't get a lot of Wonder Woman in this issue, we get a good Veronica Kale and a great Cersei. Desperate times call for desperate measures, but in the end, we really are back to square one. Even with that, I love Bilquist Evely's art so much, and Greg Rucka's dialogue and character work make this issue at least fun to read. Uh, it, it, the problem I have with this issue is the, what I said just there. You go through this whole thing. We've gone through all these stories, and now pretty much at the end, you you get a twist where you are back to stage one, where they yeah. have to get to Themyscira again. Well, we, I'm telling you, you know, this is this is where we started things out, though. We have to get the Themyscira. This is what we're dealing yeah. with in you know the present yeah, day yeah. issues. It's which just I, to me, I, but even I, so, I, all I this time, great. Demos, Demos, and Phobos wanted to get the Themyscira now for five issues. Yeah. They've they've been trying to get there, and you know she's been trying to and couldn't. And now it's just like, okay, now you have to get there, but not for them. Now you have to get there to get to Aries and, and, you know, get your daughter. But it just, to me, why even have had that Deimos and Phobos deal? Because really that was nothing except to lead to this and have it be nothing. Well, I'm telling you, it's like, you know, Veronica Kale, she was given the task by Deimos and Phobos to, you know, find out where Themyscira is because they need to know. Yeah. It seems that they need to know because I don't know if it's because their father's in prison I there, think that Aries, they, I think or, that that's what it, it led to. Or if they just want to steal that, his yeah. powers and be a dickheads about it because, yeah. you know, the gods are assholes like that. But the idea now that now it's per, like she personally needs to find out about or this to get her daughter back. You know, she was trying to find the information for these gods who have dicked her over nonstop. Yeah, but she and was now, trying to find it to get her daughter back. Now she now has she, to find it to get her daughter back. Saying, though, but she thought she's been doing a lot of research here. It seems like to go around this to fucking like supersede this whole finding Themyscira thing because it's not working out. 
Now she needs this is her only option. Yeah, I don't think she was going out. around it. I think she was well, trying and couldn't Cersei find it. And shit like that. Yeah. No, I'm saying I think she just couldn't find it before. She just couldn't do it. She tried. She tried over and over and couldn't do it. They say it's been a year and yeah. you're no closer to finding it. And now you just have to find it now. And okay. to me, like, with it, her finding it, though, it seems like her and freaking Dr. Cyber have spent a lot of time researching how to fucking supersede this whole situation and just attack Phobos. Well, and actually, I, I have that. the feeling that they have just it's because they can't f- figure out Themyscira. They've, they've gone to a goddamn fucking dead end. And yeah. then they figured the only thing we can do now is just try to go after, you know, the fucking way, you know, the only Phobos reason I say that is because when they, you know, do this holy ceremony, this freaking circle of binding to freaking uh, what's that called? I'm trying to think. Um, where they uh, conjure, you know, or like, yeah, you know, yeah. freaking Cersei. I don't know. I can't think of the goddamn word I need, but they do this whole ritual to get Cersei out there to help them out. And they say, we've been researching this for years on how to do this. I know there are. Well, it says at the one point it threw me off because at one point it's seven years at this point since Wonder Woman left them scared. So if they've been researching, you know, the shit for uh, what's it called for a year to get Cersei, they may have spent five years trying to get to Themyscira and failed. Yeah, you know what? The thing is, I didn't even think about that. For some reason, when I, when I read this, I really thought that part where it said seven years since she left Themyscira, because that's pretty much in my mind, you know, our yeah. Present but here, the, the weird thing about um, it is that satchel that Cheetah has is has yeah. that fucking seal in it that they use to get Cersei. So right. it, it definitely is. It, it is longer. When that happened, I'm For like, seven reason, years? I, I, Jesus I didn't, Christ. Exactly. I didn't think about it as in that term because when I – like we saw this whole thing with her fighting Cheetah. I'm like, all right, that's seven years for Relief and Thunder. For some reason, when we got back to uh, Dr. Cyber and Veronica Kale, yeah. I really thought we were back in time further. I don't know why I just went that way because seven years from when she left them, that should put us pretty much in our present, you which would doesn't think. make any goddamn that's sense. That's what I'm saying. That's what you would think. It threw me off the seven years, but it's definitely because you see Wonder Woman attacking her because she got that seal. Yeah, and yeah. Cheetah has that, and then that's when they go back and, hey, Cheetah was that. fine. And it's just seven I, years I threw you, me I, off. I created my own narration for yeah, this. I'm telling you, apparently. It, they, have, they were trying to get the Themyscira a long time, yeah. and it just yeah, wasn't I get working. exactly what you're saying now. Never mind. And, and, I thought and I even had so, I think that that's also why all of a sudden when you get to this, Freaking Izzy is is older now. She's fifteen. Yep. She's obviously a lot older. And I do like Greg Ruck has finally realized better explain how she can live without a face. <laughs> and and they do they don't explain it. It's basically like magic, but at magic. least he does at least he does throw it out there because it is even the like I imagine these doctors what like to me this doctor would be like Please let me look at you know you could become you know rich what? and famous by dealing with this girl <laughs> with my without own a face. Interpre- now that my own interpretation has completely been thrown to the wayside, my score for this book has gone down. Uh, well, I it, my it. score, I I enjoyed it. My score is actually pretty high, but yeah. uh, because I do, I think that Greg Rucka writes the way these I characters thought about it, great. It was a fucking this book was the tits the way I thought. Yeah. About it. The tits. But yeah, you, you have this doctor and he's like, I don't know how Izzy is surviving. She can't drink, breathe. I don't know what's going on. But you might want to look. go to my other colleague, Dr. Green. And I like this where Veronica's like, listen, I went here, 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 here. That led to here. And I'm not going, this is full circle now. Yeah. Nobody can help me. And this is what she says. I'm out of options. So you do see that she is desperate to try to figure out something without going to extreme measures. Like I said in my thing, desperate times call for desperate measures. It's desperate measures time. In the meantime, you do go to the island of Naxos. I'm I'm, I'm looking at it now, I'm telling you, because we see Izzy in the waiting room. 
and she is obviously older than last yeah, time we saw 15. her. And I'm telling you, like we have this whole thing where Veronica's out of options now, and then we jump seven years later after, or seven years since she's left Sam Mascara. For some reason, it really I'm seems like now you, she's been the working. Problem like, is the thing exactly is is, is that satchel it all off, and the, the satchel, satchel is, there. No. You see her with no, it. No, no, and they really the show her. Not the problem now. I'm telling you, the thing is, it seems that all of this, like you know. When we had when uh, Veronica Kale is out of options, this could have oh, been yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. five years ago, something like that. And now she spent the next fi- like five years freaking trying to find this whole other option, the Cersei thing. But her being that eight, like this, it seems that old outside in the waiting room yeah. kind of throws like she like yeah because then if you add and, like, another seven years, exactly. then there's some real craziness. Plus, I'm trying to I'm desperately trying to find where they show Izzy again. I think she's even in the same goddamn clothes. Yeah, she's just now she's in a jumpsuit there, but she seems to be the same age. Yeah, it doesn't say seven years later like she but it's just she realizes now she had already had now it may be another year uh yeah, where they're the doing that they've been researching but this for years, even then you know? it would have been five or six years still that they were exactly. trying to get the themiscara so they go and she is definitely going to try a different route and you see her getting it ready she's talking to uh dr cyber who's you know got all her fucking get-ups for every bit of things and i like her origin i'm telling you since her origin's been explained i love this character yeah i, I like her you, the idea of her before we got knew who she was it was just series, ridiculous it was now that i know i love her she is and great i like her too because Yes, she is. I like too when she's like bored, bored, bored. (laughs) She's just a (laughs) – and uh, so they're going to – she's going to get – they're going to call Cersei. They want to get Cersei. So they do this whole ceremony. They've done all these things and gotten them all ready, and that's where you see Dr. Cyber bored, 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 and they're doing this. We've researched this for years. Uh, I know I didn't do anything wrong, and Cersei's just there. She's sitting there, and she's great. And she's like, oh, you know what? You could have just called me. And uh, a lot of this with the – she's a witch, obviously. But this sort of – the way she's characterized here by Greg Rucka really reminds me a lot of like Strife, how Brian Azzarello did that in the new 52 and how the gods were. This isn't like a witch that's, you know, oh, boogie, boogie. This This is not the Cersei we actually have seen before. It seems like, you know, this is a completely modernized – This is like a modernized Cersei and she – and her and Dr. Cyber are hilarious together because she is so irritated. And she keeps calling her your your machine. Yeah, your machine and your thing and and even to the point where she can even muffle her by putting her hand on her. She's a hologram. It's so funny. And the the best is she's like, hey – what do you want? Hey, I want my daughter back. We're going to do this. And you're like, listen, this takes a lot. I want this amount of money. And, you know, if we're going to do this, hey, by the way, get me some coffee. And it's funny. The coffee is to put the fucking Dr. Cyber into the coffee pot. <laughs> like the genie in the lamp. Yeah. It made me laugh so much. They're drinking the coffee. And at the end, she pulls her up out. Okay, we got a deal. Oh, here's your fucking AI again. And off we go. But she does say like, hey, this isn't going to be as easy as you might think. There's a well, lot of shit that goes the involved money. with she, gods. She needs all this shit. And she also needs yes, a few ounces of freaking Izzy's blood. I'm like, and some inch, hair, like, uh, and, some yeah. hair of Veronica. And, and like, for uh, some insurance purposes, and I'm yeah. like, oh, she's going to fuck you over so And it's so, so bad. funny, too, because the way Rucka does this is – I'm not – I'm no priest witch, Eric. Uh, or what, how do you call it? Is it priest witch you said or witch priest? 
It's a priest witch. Okay, I'm no priest witch, so I don't know anything about what. But I know that if a witch asked you for some of your hair and some of your daughter's blood, shit you is not good. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I think he does it very well here to know that this fucking means business, even if Cersei's all smiles and joking and you don't even know anything about witchcraft. I love the way he does it. Uh, in the meantime, she says, listen, here's the plan. You have this plan has to go exact. You cannot stray from it. You don't do any mistakes. Don't there are certain things you need to wrong. do. There's a timetable yes. involved. All there this is has everything to be done to involved. The and at the point she's you know she's painting a thing under the rug. So that I even like that that she's pulled the rug over and she's painting like this pentagram or whatever underneath, so that when Phobos and Deimos go, they don't even know that it's there. I think that's awesome. In the meantime, while she's painting it, freaking uh, Doctor Cyber's Michelangelo in the background. And um, Donnie, I, is, I love is, her. Like this whole scene actually is very like the TV show Supernatural has a lot of the concepts okay. they do in that show in this, and I'm really enjoying. Yeah, it. I, I love the art in this issue. I really so do, do. I said my review i love nicholas scott but i think i like bill class heavily better on this book so do now, I, this, on this, this book. is awesome uh but yeah you see the whole plan coming they even get dogs and there's dr cyberless little girl Ooh, look at the dogs and uh in the meantime cersei's there studying one woman right, she's Jim. watching a thing yeah yeah and uh so you have all this and it's they call she veronica calls deimos and phobos they show up and they're irritated oh they're look at izzy she's grown so much and i think that's a good way again to show that they've just abandoned Veronica. They Completely. have not been by. They're not going to help. They have the, the soul gem in the, the cane and all that. But as they're going, uh, you see Wonder Woman in Karak. Karak is the worst place in Never all go to Karak. Never. And she's fighting, and Cersei shows up there. Jim, look there starts- in the background. Yep, that's where Jason but, Todd died. Yeah, Jason, that's where he died, Karak. <laughs> uh, you have Cersei show up. So this is part of the plan, which I thought was great uh, because they're they're invoking, they're doing this whole ceremony. Deimos and Phobos at a point, they're, they're trash-talking, then realize what's happening uh, when Veronica smashes the skull with a candle on it. And then they realize what's going on. In the meantime, it seems that Cersei needs to have the, oh, the lasso is, of truth around exactly. her. She is talking so much trash yes. to Wonder Woman. And to get her to wrap this yep. glass on, I That's love she to build up to do it because yes. she totally fools Wonder Woman into doing exactly yep. what Cersei Wonder Woman wants. does. Like, that exactly. was great. Yep, Wonder Woman does exactly what Cersei needed her to do. And when that happens, you have a full page where she has the perfect the lasso around her. Phobos and Deimos are you know choking. Oh my God, what's going on? Oh no, binding, binding, yeah, and they're, they're going bound into the form yep, of the dogs. and they're bound into the form of the dogs, and it worked. The whole thing worked. Uh, Wonder Woman's left to wonder what the fuck. You. Happen. This is a hell of a spell, and I love the progression of events because it really makes it seem larger than it is, yeah, and I th- it thought it worked very well. I just really want to know what the perfect was needed for. The perfect was needed. I, I would like to know that as well. Maybe it's something with the truth. Maybe that has to go, or I, I don't I'm know. Funny, I hope even, it's explored more because here's the I, thing. I the, really the one thing love I'll these tell you: earlier stories of Wonder Woman, the ones you review. Yes. I love this series. Here, here is the uh, the thing. Maybe because she's talking when the lasso goes on her, she starts this incantation that's actually in a different color uh, word bubble. Maybe something with that has to have the lasso around her to be able to say that. I don't or know. Do whatever's happening. I don't know. And you know what? I don't care. It was awesome. Saying, I loved I every minute know, of it. I would like to know because yeah, I the, would idea too. Where the only way to bind, like bind these freaking uh, 
uh, these freaking gods. Is it like a with, truth spell or something? I don't know. Or? I'm saying like, why would you need this or something yeah. with the Amazons oh, in order to do it's this? I want to know the parts of the spell in. and why it's so significant. Yeah, it's a cool way to tie in Wonder Woman, though. Oh yeah, uh, and then you don't they, get a lot of her at all. In this. No, and Cersei then goes back. She leaves Wonder Woman. Totally like cool I said, with. Wonder Woman is completely confused of yeah. what just happened and cersei goes back they go they get that walking cane uh gets the soul gem like yep it's a soul gem up oh, it's fractured your daughter's soul is not in here it's lost and now this is what really pisses me off because there's phobos and Deimos. you motherfuckers knew that she wasn't in that goddamn thing we're still using veronica through this oh, yeah. whole time and Don't uh, show your hand and she says uh, you know what she's now in themyscira your daughter's in themyscira with Ares." in his cell with and exactly, Ares. I'm telling you, the whole thing with this as well really reminds you of Supernatural as well because you had okay. Lucifer in that series. He was trapped in a cage. So the okay. idea when they say he's trapped in the, uh, she's trapped in Ares' cell, it really reminds me of Lucifer's cage from that show. Okay, yeah, and, and the and idea, you know, being in this, you know, if a little girl's soul is trapped in a cell with the God of War, it is being yeah. fucked up. That's what I'm saying. So when, That's where you, you wonder right away back, is, sometimes yeah, is, is, is he going to be screwed up because of that? Or, you know, you, you have no idea what's going on. Now, again, it's not Lucifer. It is the God of War, but still, yeah, he's you don't a bad fuck with dude. That. And, you know, going then, it's Phobos and Deimos who tell Cersei that, no, no. That she's with our dad, she's with Ares in his in his prison on Themyscira, and Veronica's like, "That's it. We're gonna do this. We're gonna find this. I'll do whatever it takes." You already and did Cersei that. wants no parts of it. No. She's like, "No, no, no. We're. I'm not into that. I'm. I'm done. Count <laughs> so me it's out." It's one thing doing this this little uh, like binding spell here. Yeah, You're talking about going, talking about going. Up this is the god, god of, war. of war and Fuck unleashing that. the god of war on the world. You have to free him to free your daughter, and she's like, "Whatever it takes." And I love it because this now is the point where Veronica. It's not even just about getting her daughter back now. It's also just the I'm going to get this done no matter what. I'm and telling she, you, no matter what. Me, I'm going right to unleash yes. hell on earth to save my daughter no yep. matter and, what it takes. And I'm telling you, I think it's I even the – there's the daughter, but I think it even goes beyond that now. Now it's you guys fuck with me. All Everybody's fuck with me. I'm going to get my daughter, but I don't care now. I, I think there's more to it. It's like I'm going to be right now. I'm going to oh, fucking broken. get this done, and the, you're, you're all going to fucking burn. And I think that this is, and that last she'll do whatever it takes. It's definitely her step to be a supervillain now oh, that definitely. she doesn't care. And again, here's the thing. You have her. She's one of Wonder Woman's villains. Wonder Woman still has not really done anything to her. No. But – Wonder Woman showing up is what started all this, and that's where – and now she's at this insane where part where it does – and, and this insane part that she's at now that she'll do whatever, it doesn't matter if you're good, Wonder Woman, bad, you're in my way. I'm going to go – if you want to stop me from getting the God of War out, you're now my enemy. I'll, Get the I'll fuck. burn I'm you down kill the rest you. of the yeah, world. And I think that this really continues that great progression of Veronica Kale into a villain. Whole yeah, I think that this, this is this, so yeah. good. And now we talked about it earlier in the podcast that Greg Ruck is leaving this book at yes. 25. I almost wish that we only were getting this part of the story. So do I. And we could, if we were only this, dealing with this and not yes, the future, like this the part is so good. Yeah, it's so good. I'd be all about it. And I, people, when we were on the Slack chat with the Got Fresh crew, doo, doo, doo. and I said, like, ah, oh, good riddance, Greg Rucka. And everybody, oh, my God, I can't believe it. He's so good. You'll you'll see. And I'm like, it's nothing with him. 
I no. love this book. I love this part especially, the one I review. I just think that he's quitting and he's leaving what he set up and everything that he demanded for it, and it pisses he, me off. I'm sure I yelled about it earlier. We are recording this before the news, so I'm sure I'll yell and scream about it then as well. But he's just leaving it for somebody else, and it pisses me off. He's a quitter. He's a fucking quitter. And, and then I get even more mad because of how much I love this story. Yeah, and I just want it more and more and more. But yeah, soon they're gonna, you know, blend in, and then we're gonna go off, and we're gonna have uh, Shay we'll Fontana yeah. do it, and hopefully it is as good. But yeah, boy, this is great, and just the reveals and how it does kind of give you a glimpse of the stuff we've seen in the future and how it came about. I think it's a great way to the stories being told, and I love this part way more than the lies story so that you I. have. I'll still call it the lies. Now it's called the truth, but the present day stuff that you do. Uh, but I gave this, this year one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. It's just easier to remember, but uh, I give this an 8.5. Uh, I really like it. Uh, just the point where you go through all this and then it's the okay, now we're back to square one. You got to find Themyscira again, which you couldn't before. So why is it going to be easier now or what? Right. We'll see. But that is a problem. Besides that, I'm telling you, if if you didn't have that, I think I might have given this a nine five. I liked it so much, but that did knock it down well, about I'm, a, I'm a, telling a you, point. The, the initial way I thought the story was progressing, I would have given it a nine. But like you know, now that I realize it's seven years later, I'm like, this doesn't really work with the yeah. timeline that we are presented with and the other every other continuity of everything yeah. else going on. And I just don't understand exactly how it's working out. And because of that point alone, and uh, you know, because of the whole thing where she's like, oh, now I'm gonna find Themyscira. You couldn't before. Yeah, what are you yeah, gonna do you now? Couldn't like, before, yeah. I am down. I am down to an eight out of ten. Okay. It's still great, though. It's it's a great issue. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Everything Cersei, Veronica Kale is yeah. fucking perfect for Veronica me. and Cersei, I think, is uh, just to get a, a reimagining almost of an updated version of Cersei and is it's fucking so great. Because we just had Cersei and Trinity, and she looked nothing yeah. like this. No, but the thing and, is, and, and she I like this take as, on the character. I like this so much. It's, it's almost like uh, I said to you when you had the movie Hook yeah. and you had the Lost Boys. And people were upset because when they went there and the Lost Boys were riding skateboards and things like that, and then they, they explained it. I think Steven Spielberg explained like the Lost Boys always you know, update their stuff with They're the, time. the time. That's what they yeah. are. And this is like Cersei. She's not this old witch or whatever. She's a hot fucking go-getter, and she's loving this and that. She's snarky, and she's uh, – yeah, I really like the way she is in this, and I love Veronica Kale, and I love that. I just love as, Cyber. As you read, and the, the with her and Dr. Cyber, you just can see – and just not even just what she's saying, but just the art. You can just see how tired and frustrated she oh, is yeah. about this. And and to me, like I said, it is getting Izzy back. But at this point, it's like a vendetta. or It's like the one thing she can't this do and she has to get it done. And yeah, it goes beyond just her daughter. It, it's like a symbol even to me at this point. And uh, because even you, you go back – before she sent her away to school, she didn't have her at home. She was no. like in Switzerland all the time. But I we think made now jokes it's, about it, how she was a little yeah, burden to Veronica. Yeah, now it's like it's just this thing that Veronica Kale gets shit done. This is the one thing that keeps – she sees it all the time. She looks in that goddamn blank face and it just it doesn't look back at her but it, you know, laughing at her that she can't get it done. So I, I can't wait to see how this progresses. But we only have a couple more issues before Greg Rucka goes and he says sure it's does. all going to tie together. So Thankful. hopefully it's not a rush thing either. God, I hope not. Or then I'll be really mad. But we're going to go off now to mail section number two, Eric. 
For mail with Eric. That's right. right. All right, that means I can go and smoke like a badass, right? Do it up. This year to be up. coughing the entire Do time. Oh, it no, it'd be me. It's like you hear that. <laughs> Never smoked in my life. Proud to. Proud. It's for you, Daddy. <laughs> Repairman Jack's the first mail of mail section number two. And Repairman Jack says, What's up, guys? What's up, Repairman Jack? I just have to give voice to this complaint so I can maybe get it past or get past it. For some reason, I have issues with Bizarro wearing just a copy of the current Superman's costume. I feel it makes no sense with this current Bizarro. This Bizarro doesn't think he is Superman, and Red Hood and Artemis wouldn't want him to be confused as the real Superman. So I have him in the same looking costume. Even more, did Jason just ask Bruce if he could procure him an extra one somehow? What do you think of that? I do wish he had his own costume. I like the costume the way it is. And honestly, it's not the one we have now because this is not the reborn Superman costume. I'm just saying in general. He's saying that it's a clone who knows that he's not the real Superman. Why is he wearing anything that even resembles a Superman costume? You know how hard it would be to to find a costume of his size that would fit him? Yeah, but where does he get this costume? He got this one from when he was in the jar. Yeah, I I don't really. I guess he did. But it's even weird for them to have it on in the jar. It really was. But. Uh, well, they're getting ready, you know. You don't want to freaking you, like you know, that thing probably stinks by now. Oh, no, I actually think Bizarro might be an adult. Yeah, I'm telling you, he probably shits his pants six times a day. Probably. Bizarro probably shits his pants and thinks it's funny. Probably fucking finger paints with the fucking doo doo, doo doo. But yeah, I, I actually that's, wish that's he. I, I wish he had play. his own costume, only because it's going to lead to this issue was okay. Yeah. That he ends up in a bunch of refugees, and they think it's Superman at first. That gets very old. I think that that's where Repairman Jack's going with as well. Is why would you want anybody? And really, at some point. Superman is going to show up and go, yo, you know, you can't have me doing this crazy shit going on and people think it's me. This is what happened actually in the Injustice uh, comic in the later years where Bizarro was going around doing shit and people thought it was Superman. I thought that was the Bizarro freaking six issue many at the DCYOU. No, no. This was uh, when Superman was pretty much known to be, you know, a killer but wasn't known by the public and then Bizarro was going around killing people and shit was going bad. And Superman was looking for him. Uh, but yeah, even in that in that stupid six issue 
too many that I actually enjoyed. He was Good just going around doing nothing. He was just fucking, that was just a road trip with Jimmy. I thought that's what got it started, though, was that Superman got all upset because Bizarro's around. Hey, is that your brother? No. Yeah, and then yeah. he made hey. Jimmy go take him to Canada, you know, Bizarro. No, he was, yeah. He was going to Canada, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that I would like him to have some sort of different costume. It would, I like it would it. Only It's classic Bizarro. I'm saying, though, all you're going to do is have Scott Liddell keep having him like, hey, you're Superman. No, I'm not. And it just gets boring. It really does. But you would think, and also, you would think, I think that he's going to say here, but you would think Bizarro himself would want that costume off. He already has said, that I have memories that aren't mine. I am not, me, I'm not Superman, but yet but he's maybe there he in that costume. To be. Yeah. You would think of anything, this would be a way that DC could give a call out to old costumes and have Bizarro make his own or something and have it end with uh, looking like, like an older style. <laughs> so, that, yeah, he could go old school, though. Have he the, fucking the freaking... shits and fucking tries to make a costume out of it. He's a goddamn moron. Yeah. Shit in his pants all the time. There just has to be something to do other than the most lazy and nonsensical thing, which they did. Other than that, I really like the issue of Bizarro's costume. just bothers me. On a second note, Action Comics was a damn waste. Now yeah. we have gotten a Superman issue, an Action Comics issue, and neither has done shit with follow-up to Reborn. Blah, 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 paired. Says. That's how he ends. Uh, the next one. Oh, a new email from Brett. Brett says, weekly recaps of comics. Detective, I liked it. I was expecting more with Orphan and got nothing about her. However, the story with Raj was great. Why? As Dancing Mike would say, we have had bitch-ass Billy the detective lately, and this explains some of that away to me. At least the League of Shadows part anyway. That's why I hated it. I thought it was mm. just a fucking retcon to say, yeah, Superman or Batman's been dumb because of this. Raj made him forget the League of Shadows each time he got close and mind-wiped him. The last time Bats got close, Raj implanted the idea the League of Shadows was a fake superstitious bedtime story, which does a better job explaining why Bats was a goddamn idiot. It still doesn't explain why he was just letting people die and just no, I don't believe it. He still should have been, you know, acting a little more, you know, forthright with it and try to stop the goddamn shit. It's like being oblivious to vampires and believing they're just a bedtime story and one day seeing tons of attacks and deaths with people being drained of their blood. You still don't believe it even though the signs are there. But that's the problem is there's still people dying. You would still react. You would still try to save people. trying to tell me the vampires aren't real? Come on. Yeah. Then you find Sam and Dean Winchester saving your life from a vamp firsthand. You don't really have a choice but to believe at that point. Do you right. see, Jim? No, I don't. That's nonsense. That's complete nonsense. If I'm there and I'm like, I don't believe in alien abduction. If all of a sudden a thousand to a million people are taken away and I see a flying saucer flying up, yeah, I think maybe I would go, okay, I better look into this a little more. Uh, also with Raj... He keeps Batman keeps getting close and he keeps mind wiping him. It also like when is Batman allowing this and all this other nonsense? Uh, because it was three separate times. Magic and trickery. A reference that's not Dragon Ball Z. Oh, or don't you watch Supernatural either? Never seen an episode. Actually, yep. I said I saw a Christmas episode once. You saw, really, you saw the same Christmas episode once while you were on a treadmill that just yeah, kept playing like for some reason. 800 times, and it just kept playing on when I was uh, at the gym. It would With just no play sound. that one. No sound. I kind of got a gist of what was going on, though, and <laughs> I, it seemed okay, but no. I will never watch Supernatural ever. Orphan is, and it's nothing to do with it. I just I just never will. Orphan is going to kick ass next issue. She is going to Sergeant Slaughter those fucks, and I'm pumped for that shit. I don't think she will. So there. I think that she's going to fight her way through so the mooks. But once she gets to, uh, you know, Shiva? Shiva and stuff like that, she's not going to kill her. 
Uh, number two, Action Comics, man, it wasn't bad and it wasn't good. It's a six, but with good art, could be a six, five to seven. That is exactly my description of any six or seven good and could be much better. Again, some people give out tens like their participation trophies or like Oprah giving out cars to everyone. That's what I think the Fresh Crew loves about you guys. If you give something an eight, it was probably pretty good. A nine means it was damn good. Nine, five or higher, it was one of the best things you've ever read. Seven is average. Six is passable. It needs work. Hell, you even give a fuck you five. And thanks to Alex M, a fuck me four. That's right. And a fuck Eric three. Point is, reviewers need to settle the fuck down, grow some balls, and rate shit more accurately with sixes and sevens. I agree. People like to be uh, positive. I saw a guy today, I won't say who it was, but somebody was reviewing, and I'm like, boy, he gave this comic a 10. And I looked, the guy had 60 reviews. 32 were tens. Yeah. 32 out of 60 reviews are the best thing that he's ever read and was perfect. You anyway, read some good books. I was like, what the hell? And I'll, I'll tell you what it was. I think it was, uh, well, I won't. I'll tell you off air who, right. not who it was, but what issue it, that he gave a 10. You will chuckle. <laughs> it was Flash, Eric. Anyway, I expected some more conclusions in Action Comics with the Reborn Aftermath. I see what they're trying to do, and I'm okay with it. I'm not. But with the only two issues relating to it to reborn we got very little in the first issue so as pre-metropolis timeline seemed about the same right did any of the change merge look fucked up to you guys just no. the uh the whole thing with the, the you lex. know uh, lex luther but yeah, uh, somebody it. was t- telling me that was in the secret origins issue of superman yeah. so i don't quite remember and you realize when that secret origins issue was no that was not the new 52 Secret Origins. It was before that. It was, it was sure? way back. Yep. It was a Jeff Johns Secret Origins in pre-Flashpoint. Oh, okay. Because I really thing. thought it was the Superman no, Origins. I don't like, think it was. Okay. Uh, the only thing that stood out was that he knew Lex when he was younger. Is, is, was that a thing? Did he know Lex as a boy? And sometimes he does. Sometimes I like he does. Sometimes he It don't. was kind of I, that I way in Smallville TV show, yeah. uh, he says. And yes, that is true. I like it. I, I don't mind it. I, I think that that's fun. Do you get that reference, Jim? Uh, my son watched Smallville. Sure did. Watched yep. all of it. He fucking marathoned the hell out of that. Yep. I'm throwing shade the changeling girl all up in your business. What? You were supposed to scream what? 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 <laughs> and I assume they are building the sinister six of Superman's villains. All right. Okay. Do you, do you agree? I know I was the building army of Eric, villains uh, do you Superman? agree, Sensei? I was referring to Eric as Sensei since he's read comics his entire life and his friends Most of with my Melissa life. Joan Hart. That's uh, right. And yeah, if that's you're saying the Sinister Six as if this team has ever been together, Blank was never on any goddamn yeah. team. So, and don't you just love the action team having the mysterious villain have an outline of Manhattan? That shit burns my britches more than Step 81 of Gonorrhea. Damn you, Mr. DC. Damn you for making me think more than I should. One aside note, Eric, I already told you I can't build your candy house. It'll fall apart. The sun will melt the candy. It won't work. Get off my back already. Bullshit. Next. Number three, The Flash. For a one-shot, it wasn't that bad. I was going to say, what do you want from me here? It wasn't that great either. Just letting that sink in. We all knew Mina was still around. That was a given. No shocker there. So if you knew Mina was around, there's no shocker. What the fuck did you like? (laughs) That was a shitty issue. It sucked. Though I I didn't give it that bad a score. But but an agent of black hole? A bit surprising. No, it isn't. 
<laughs> it's not surprising at all. Just like my cob is Martian Manhunter and a member of Stormwatch sent to keep John in check with sludge milk theory is coming into place, so will my next theory as well. Let's face it. I'm the Get Fresh Cruise detective chimp. I'm like one half of the Hardy Boys, and I don't mean the wrestlers like that racist Randy fucking Orton. Hell, I'm the fucking Angela Lansbury of DC Comics debunking. Who wants to be my typewriter? You can sign up online. Here is his theory. Does he first want to finger off, me? What's going on? First off, I love it that this theory has to do with Iris, who nobody cares Next theory, Iris is going to assume Barry is the person in Star Labs that's close and helping Black Hole. But spoiler alert, he's not. And spoiler alert, in Rogue One, they get the Death Star plans. And spoiler alert, Darth Vader uh, is Luke Skywalker's father. Now, here's the other thing. They do say that she finds out there's somebody in Star Labs yeah. that is uh, the, you know, the mole. She doesn't have any – Barry isn't connected to Star Labs. Not at all. Why would she think that? Why would she think that Barry – unless she, she may think that he's up to something and it may tie yeah. into that. Who cares? He's not. So he'll have to spill the beans that he's flash. He's going to have to do this anyway. She's already on to his deal, and, and they've been leading up to this for the last couple issues. They will need some space, yada, yada, yada. They will split up for a bit. But with the button story arc happening, this won't happen until like October. Uh, we only have two button stories, so I don't know why you think it's going to last till fucking, you know. God knows when. Issue was a 6-5. If The Flash wasn't my homeboy, I'd probably have dropped this book by now. It's got more ups and downs than a princess at a supermarket with sweet chili ray sauce. If you know what I mean, I don't. Hell in the Green Lantern Corps. The art started off pretty shitty. Story was slow to start, and then it all took to the men. The fighting between the Green Lantern and Yellow Corps when Guy and Arkill showed up saying they took the lumps for everybody. Cry me fucking river already. Did someone order some cheese with those fries? Not sauce, too much cheese. Soggy ass pizza fries are gross. Fuck them. Come on. All right. <laughs> Ketchup and red sauce are completely different. Sure, they are made from tomatoes, but one is so much sweeter and used as a topping. Pizza sauce doesn't go on fries, but it goes on pizza. You yeah. right? Goes on to fucking, you know, chicken fucking, you know. Parmesan? What's it called? Parmesan? Yeah. Yeah, chicken parmesan. Using your logic, Jim, if you truly are the same, I could put ketchup all over my damn spaghetti and be okay. She puts ketchup on her skitties. Red sauce on She likes skitties and butter. Trash. She likes skitties and butter. It will make them soggy too fast. Red sauce on fries is trash. It will make them soggy too fast. Ketchup doesn't go on fries. It's a dip beside what? them. Therefore, right. the fry will not get soggy since you literally have ketchup on it for two seconds before you eat it. Anyway, Guy even had a pet name for our kill. I get what they are trying to do, but it was just cheesy, and our kill was just Guy's little bitch now. This just shows, I don't know, Guy prison was rules. the one, yeah. God, this just shows that prison rules even exist in space. Prison rules are intergalactic planetary. Damn which, right. by the way, before each Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps book, they should be a sweet track to roll into the book. Open with some Beastie Boys intergalactic. Don't tell Repairman Jack, he hates the Beastie Boys. And then Reggie's song about the issue, and then review. Food for thought, that'll never happen. Yes, we're not going to fucking play Beastie Boys before. No. Got, what am I going to fucking play eight things? Then Reggie starts singing. Then I fucking kill myself. Another item that pissed me off was when the Corps were fighting and John, their leader, made a damn drill and tried drilling the one dude's head in. I know that as a Yellow Lantern, but it was a Yellow Lantern, but John is trying to bring them together peacefully. He could have made a construct, all the guys back like nets, a large boom to sweep them back, sticky bubblegum or cement, something non-threatening at the point. Nothing screams peace like a drill. 
drill to the damn head. John's going to be a great leader. Hey, he's a military guy. Yeah. Not impressed with the book until the end. The art got better as the issue went along, and the Rip Hunter reveal was a Green Lantern ring. Spoilers! At the end was genius. I was losing interest throughout the past two issues, but they pulled me back in with that story and you sons of bitches. And Kyle and Sornak, I saw the tension there. He's going to climb that like that like a tree. There's no reason they need to be shackled by the structures, the employee-employer relationship. They had a relationship before. They, they even said it. So, yeah. yeah, unless they're into that sort of thing, in which case Kyle needs to make some construct shackles, if you know what I mean. Don't hate the play, hate the game. That's it for now. Kill it, be out. There you go. I just imagine, too, the whole, you know, drill going from John. It's more of a metaphor in my mind. Like, he he told everybody we're going to work together. They're not listening. He's got to drill it into the goddamn heads. He's got to drill it in their heads. The last one uh, email of this section is Brandon. And Brandon says, sup, fellas? I finally finished working my ass off and look forward to going home, sitting down and reading a comic from my stack for 15 minutes or so just to relax, all before the full verbal onslaught starts, with, which is the females in my house arriving home from their events of the day. It's like you when you go home and light that cigarette air, smoke like ah. a badass. To achieve this state of zen I need to reach, I decide to begin this free time with issue number four of Justice League of America. I almost immediately wanted to go back in my car, head back to work, and punch in because, holy shit, it's more enjoyable to work, and my job sucks, than to read one more issue of this garbage series. Reading Steve Orlando comic books is literally like a job because you have to read and then reread what is in his word bubbles because he uses phrases and words that don't go together in sentences. I never have an idea who is talking to who in any panel because they're usually just speaking, thinking out loud so everyone can hear them. I agree. I've said it from the get-go. Steve-O has to have photos or video evidence of Dan DiDio dropping his balls in the potato salad at the company picnic or something. There's no other reason to employ someone to an exclusive deal to exclusively write shitty comics. Where do I sign up for these jobs at DC where they hire vastly unqualified people to do a job way out of their skill set? Sounds right up my alley. <laughs> I don't and, – and I will say – it's not even just the fact that it seems like nobody's listening to people. It does seem like a play. It seems like they are like a sixth grade play where the kids have memorized their fucking lines and just waiting for the cue to go to their lines and right. not really listening. And then he also is very bad at – I could read you lines from certain books and at least you may say like, okay, that sounds like something Batman would say or, oh, that sounds like Wonder Woman and whatever. In his books, these everybody speaks the same. They oh, yeah. speak that same over-dialogue language of Steve Orlando. He does not write dialogue that is character-specific ever. It's just what – everybody is basically Steve Orlando as Batman. Steve uh, Orlando well, The way I was talking to you about it, it seems that everybody in their speech you know, is a holier-than-thou attitude. And yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that he is one of those – where he has what he wants to say, and he's going to say it the way he's going to say it, not the way Batman would say it. Or not. You can have your you know, whatever holier-than-thou speeches and things like that, but make it so that it sounds like something that character would actually say. Right. He doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. care. He's just going to have him say it. At one point, you have freaking Lord Havoc, who goes from being this gruff, like, I'm going to kill you, out of the, to all of a sudden speaking like he's a fucking Shakespearean fucking dialect. It's just all over the place with all of them. It just doesn't make sense. And, and he's the worst with one-liners and jokes. Oh, yeah, he, definitely. He just is the worst. 
I don't get the Greg Rock as an awesome writer rhetoric out there. I've tried his Marvel stuff and now his DC work that despite liking none of anything coming out of his outspoken mouth and have come to the conclusion after his latest stunt, he can go fuck himself. He chased a variant cover artist off this book. He's now leaving. Demanded to get this title going into Rebirth knowing full well what schedule it had. Basically throws temper tantrums that people don't see his side of things and then goes retelling rewrites something very interesting, replacing it with something much less so. That I'll have trouble getting rid of on eBay for less than cost. Greg Rucka <laughs> comes off like someone who claims to be a feminist solely to pick up the chicks in the movement. I hope DC puts Cho, uh, Cho back on, which is Frank Cho, back yeah. on Wonder Woman variants, which frankly were the best part of this flop of a series. Then I think Rucka's next indie story should be about stones and glass houses. I, I like the Wonder Woman. I, I'm not going to say that I don't like it. The lies, I'm, I'm truth part, part is getting is very better, yeah. tiresome. But the year one, you know, God Watch part, I think is fantastic. I'm telling you, I don't actually care about Wonder Woman at all. I'm all in this for Veronica Kale at this yeah, point. Yeah, I am I'm as well. And again, I, you know, I said the next writer should start off by killing Ferdinand. There you go. There you go, <laughs> Rucka. There's your character. You ain't, you ain't collecting two cents from him. Now that I think about it, I really read a lot of shitty comics and comic news this week, so it's not just a Steve Orlando, Greg Rucka-centric thing in all fairness. Action. This title recapped a story I've known about since I was four years old, changing nothing. How new to these characters do they think these Rebirth fans are? I guess the answer is never heard of Superman or seen the movies that recap his origin levels of new. I, I said, I was just waiting for a twist. I was yeah, waiting the whole well. time for something to hit me in the face like, holy shit. Never happened. I read Detective and now 100% certain that James Tynan hates Batman with all his heart. Why recap the epic fights between Batman and Raj to then only have the next meeting between the two be the lamest addition of the canon yet? So Raj roofies Batman, forcing him to listen as he pillages the poor man's things and possibly his holes if there's time because that's what roofies are and for, right? there's always time. That's, uh, he did talk a little sexy when he's like, this is a paralytic from the poppies. You <laughs> didn't see where his other hand was. To end this long bit Remember that you time, Beth, when you took your shirt off that? and we fought with swords? But I, at first I, I thought I had a different meaning when you said you wanted yes, a sword fight. You said you wanted the bare chest sword fight. I, I pulled down my pants and didn't know what was going on. You caught me off guard there. I had the Pop white time. Batman. He's like, what other memories did you forget? And he says backwards, uh, sword fight backwards. Ooh. He remembers. Oh, no. To end this long, bitter email this week, Steve Orlando's name is poison to me. I tried him on characters I like, which was his best chance of hitting a chord with me, and I hated it so. I'm done giving him shots on anything with his name on it. Now, he's joined the elite company for me as of Hitch and Bendis. They're on my personal do-not-fly list. So welcome, Steve-O. There is a seat in the back of the plane. Shut your mouth and don't buckle your seatbelt if we hit turbulence. You suck. Enjoy the ride. Yes, I know that one bitter email. Uh, or yes, I know that one damn bitter email and it will accompany my increasing bitterness towards these X-Men relaunch titles that so far seem to be trying to solve problems by just throwing a new Wolverine in every fucking book. I right, chance I'm out. I'll be happier next week, maybe. Brandon at Muir 3660 We're going to go off to Brandon talking about... X-Men Blue number one, it was, right? Oh, thank that, God. That I'm telling you, I was just looking it up now because I'm like, I do not remember. Yeah, I don't it was. It was, I, it was very close. Uh, Black Panther, The Crew. Isn't that what that was called? The Crew? Yeah. That almost won, and people were very upset. They wanted that crew. Instead, they're going to get X-Men Blue number one because, Eric, it's X-Men. You told me. Yeah, it's it was 36% X-Men Blue, 34% Black Panther, The Crew. 
And then what was the uh, Weapon X one? 30%. That's what I voted for. I want to tear Not me. I did X-Men Blue because it's always you X-Men. son Jim. of a bitch. You're the one who fucking made it turn over. That we would have heard <laughs> some Black Panther. I yeah, wanted well, X-Men Blue. We'll, we'll hear X-Men Blue number one right now. Satisfaction. Tight new leather suit, school for the gifted, be the brotherhood crew. Duke down with towers, way beyond comprehension, but no one is stronger than the sexual tension. Colonel Stryker has a problem with his son. The X-Men and Brotherhood get along for once. Nightcrawler Iceman, regardless what the plot is, clearly it's analogous for coming out the closet. Last stand, Jean loses her shit. Golden Gate Bridge, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Everybody dies or is stripped of their abilities. Botch Phoenix Saga, and that's it for the trilogy. Seven years later, Logan can't seem to let it go. Relocates to Tokyo, bones of Chicomerico, partners up with... All right, weird science, how we doing? This is... Brandon and Trevitt, we're coming at you guys this week with the Marvel Minute. Uh, it's going to be X-Men Blue, number one, uh, in a nail-biting race. I totally forgot to set this one for a little longer of a time limit than I meant to. So uh, if, if that time was extended like it should have been, I think the crew was gaining momentum and might have won there. Um and a couple well, I, of us uh, voted for X-Men Blue or Weapon X on accident. I voted for accident, yeah. Some of you guys so, had itchy tri- trigger fingers there. The crew uh, I said it was a tie. I would have given the deciding vote. I hold the deciding presidential vote here. Uh, <laughs> I was going to give it to the crew, but it that you know there was one extra vote in X-Men Blue's favor, so it did. It, my vote would have only tied things again, you know, would have complicated things. So yeah, we're going with X Men Blue. Um, they were anyway, awesome, so. writer of Cullen Bunn, um, and art team of Horror Jorge Molina, Mateo Buffangi, <laughs> and Matt Miller. Buffangi, there we go. You help me out. Um, that because I butchered that one big time, and then I <laughs> emphasized the whore in Jorge Molina, which I did not mean to do. It just all these names are throwing me off, and it is late <laughs> on a Saturday night here, so uh, we're getting into the uh second pretty much main highlight title of the X Men Resurrection relaunch here. Um, and we're gonna do a quick little blurb and, and introduce. The cast members of this book, and then uh, let you guys know what went down here this week. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the original five still hanging around? Either you're on you're on my side of the fence, uh, you're on my side of the fence of things, and you're tired of time traveling duplicates, uh, just waiting for the return of your favorite childhood heroes, or you don't mind the teenage flavor to their stories, and you're fine with them kicking it in 2017. Uh, so let's find out if X-Men Blue number one does anything to change this cynical X-Men fan's opinion about the latest X-Men reboot nonsense here. Uh, so this book basically is uh, a continuation from, what was it called, All New X-Men? Uh, yeah, All New X-Men. Okay, so that, that, that book that just ended with issue 19 or 20, um, it, it's essentially the same team minus uh pickles so they don't have their teleporter hanging around and uh, no uh gene gray no kid apocalypse and no all new wolverine yeah 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 but she was kind of out of the book midway through anyway wasn't she i didn't really read it so i don't know but i don't i, don't, I, I think, think she was there in the beginning and then ended up kind of splitting off from them uh 
But Kid Apocalypse, he is going to be in, what, Generation X or something coming up? Uh, I don't know where he's going to land. If if I had to favor a guess, I would say he's probably going to end up in Generation X, because I think that's where all the misfit ancillary characters are going to go. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so, you know, we get we really get to kind of focus on the original five, so everybody that came back from, you know, that point everyone i guess references as the 60s kind of 70s early 70s late 60s uh when the x-men first came over um and we're really introduced to everybody um so basically to start things off here uh we, we get just a quick rundown and introduction of the cast um you know Iceman, beast cyclops gene gray and angel um, we had G-Man hit me up earlier this week. He's like, why the hell does Angel have fire wings? I'm like, well, that, <laughs> that's a long story that involves uh, some mirror that gave him fire wings, and he decided to keep them. So he's like, really, a mirror gave, you, gave him fire wings? I'm like, hey, man, I don't write the stories. I just sum <laughs> them up in one sentence on Twitter for you. So <laughs> I, I didn't know that. He, I've always wondered that myself because uh, yeah, it was, I was part of uh, Black Vortex. If you're I was told to stay away from there. Black Vortex, everybody was like, oh, I don't read that. It was bad. Or every review I've read was like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. that great. It, like, if you really are interested in Black Vortex, there's uh, an Alpha and, and an Omega issue. And then a whole bunch of, like, tie-ins in between. Like, read the Alpha and the Omega issue on Marvel Unlimited, and you'll basically get the gist of, of you know, what 20 tie-ins tell you in between is going so it's, on. So. It's basically like standoff, right? A story from like five yeah. different titles and it has an alpha and an omega. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was one of those bad boys. A uh, mm -hmm. whole lot of tie-ins with guardians and all that stuff. Uh, but anyway, um, we're not here to debate that story's quality. We're here to debate the quality of X-Men Blue number one. And off the bat, we kind of get, you know, the relationship between the different characters uh, you get the idea that uh, Ice Bands kind of, you know, uh, lightens the tone for everybody on the plane currently. Um, Beast and Cyclops kind of have a little tension going between each other. Um, and then Gene is like the new uh, leader in charge of this, this group. Um, we quickly find out they're en route on their way to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, in this boat, uh, we don't quite know for what yet, uh, but they depart from the what's it called? I always forget the Blackbird, right? Yeah, the Blackbird. Yeah, the Blackbird. Um, I always want to call it the Bluebird for whatever reason. <laughs> I think that's because of stupid uh, JLA, which I read twice uh, today because I couldn't believe how bad it was the first time Oof. I finished it. So. Oh. God, so bad. And he was in, Bluebird was in that at the end, so I wanted to say Bluebird there. But the Blackbird, uh, <laughs> they <laughs> depart the Blackbird, and they land on this ship, um, and, and they kind of start looking for who, whoever their mark is, uh, which we'll find out here shortly. Um, Gene, Gene ends up picking up, like, you know, distress, distressed people or distressed signals underneath, so, so they start looking for this signal Gene's picking up. Uh, me, me and you ran into, we, we talked about this for way too long uh, <laughs> before we started. And I, cause I mentioned like Scott Summers randomly mentions here 
just based off a conversation him and Iceman were having in the Blackbird earlier, like how he misses uh, barber shops, old old style barber shops, like uh, Iceman misses pickles being around. And uh, I don't know what what Cyclops is personally talking about because we have literally a barber shop in every other corner around here in <laughs> Buffalo and where I was from uh, in Maryland. So. Uh, you, on the other hand, don't yeah. have any barbershops around you. So. Not, not, not like not like Scott, <laughs> like how I felt Scott was meaning it, like the nostalgic right. old 50s, 60s barbershop with the dudes with the white smocks and they only know how to do crew cuts and the hot shaves. Not like, like no hipsters, like, you know, like a real, like, old school American barbershop. Not like yeah. today's barbershop. No, I, 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 I know what you're getting at. We got, we got both, plenty of both around by me uh so what we'll do here is we will throw this to a twitter poll and you guys can let us know <laughs> <laughs> what you feel about the current state of barbershops uh in europe and america if, if the old style barbershops are lacking or if they're prevalent um so look for that in the near future uh anyway um we we end up we end up running into the bad guy who has taken this boat hostage. Uh, he's he's a newbie to me, um, and and it's Black Tom Cassidy, uh, who who's taken this. Do they even really say what he's taking the boat hostage for? Like he just wants money. Is that what? Yeah, they don't. I never really understood <laughs> what he was trying to do. <laughs> me either. Like it's just. Kind of like, uh, I guess, in X-Men Gold, like, we were kind of perplexed at the point of the villains, like, who was it, Terak showing up and fighting? Yeah. I guess I will it's actually, just somebody to show up and fight, you know? He says he's, like, I think he's here just to rob the rich people, because he's like, I'm a wanted man, and a wanted man has expenses. But it's just funny, <laughs> like, you're in the middle, like, off the coast of Italy, like, almost in the middle of nowhere, and, right. and you decide to hop on a, first of all, how do you get to the yacht? Like, there's no other boat. There's no crafts on the boat. We saw the whole entire outside of the boat. He doesn't yeah, he, fly. Him and, <laughs> him and his secret guest were, we'll, who we'll get to in a second here, were uh, stowaway underneath the, the ship, I guess. I don't yeah. Nobody I don't noticed know. that secret guest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll find out why that's ridiculous in a second here, people. Um, but anyway, uh, th this obviously starts a fight as the X-Men try to, you know, unleash on um, Black Tom Cassidy. And, and he basically, you know, deflects a few energy blasts um, before With he's... Staff. Yeah, he, he's got this staff he's deflecting stuff with um, before he gets kind of distracted by, uh, who is it, Gene? I don't got the book up right now. Yeah, it's, just um, I think it's Gene. Yeah, it's Gene. Gene distracts him and he takes a boot to... Uh, Takes a giant boot to the side of the face from Beast's foot, and then Cyclops um, blasts him. Yeah, so so he he goes flying. Um, I was gonna ask if you had the book up because you could see that Batman Beyond symbol on his chest. Yeah, he does. You you, you pointed that. I didn't really notice <laughs> it, but yeah, he does look like he's wearing some Batman Beyond armor in this uh in this comic book. Shout out to Mark. Um, but anyway, uh. You know, as this fight is going down, um, the X-Men kind of get the upper hand on, on 
Black Tom Cassidy, and that's when he kind of calls in his trump card here. Well, I love uh, which happens to be. Go ahead. I was gonna say I love the moment where like uh, you know he's he's burning, he's holding himself, and they're all just like, "Hey, we won, right? Why is he still gloating?" And then yeah. like, Iceman's looking at the the big footprints, and he's like, "Guys!" And they keep talking, and he's like, "Uh, guys." <laughs> I just love moments like that, and then you get the reveal. Yeah. So so um, you know this mustache mustache twirling as Beast called him in the beginning of the issue. Mustache twirling villain does have a ace up his sleeve, and that happens to be Juggernaut. Uh, and Juggernaut looks pretty badass as he comes busting through this wall of the boat uh, and obviously goes right after any X-Men that's in his way as they all go flying back. Um, what, what do I have here? Black Tommy C attempts to give a, a few commands and Angel quickly <laughs> takes him from the back and rams him up into the ceiling to shut him up again. Knock his uh, ass out. Yeah, as the remaining X-Men try to team up and stop what is the unstoppable, uh, and that's Juggernaut there. Juggernaut looks um, fantastic, too. I yeah, he does look really cool. Um, he looks awesome. I, I really don't know how much in canon the whole last Juggernaut story is, um, but I, I think this is kind of like an updated look, or at least some, somewhat from that story. Because uh, it is different from his traditional, like, you know, X-Men animated series type look, you know, with a little more gray in it. Yeah, that's what it is. It looks like a, a new take, uh, like a fresh take on the old suit. Yeah, and he's kind of got, like, some bang hoses going on in the back. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And the buckles in the front. So, so he, he basically starts getting the upper hand on the X-Men. Um, he notices... Basically, that these these guys are younger than he remembers them being. Doesn't really realize what's going on here. That these are kids from the past come to the future. Um, <laughs> he can't tell if it's them de-aged or if it's them taking. He doesn't know what's going on because he's like, "Why yeah. do you guys look young again?" <laughs> and he doesn't know Cyclops has died apparently because he sees Cyclops and he wants to go after Cyclops for killing his brother, his stepbrother Xavier. Yeah, Scott's like, I'm not that guy. I don't know who you think I am. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. The, the whole tone of this book kind of is a little bit, a little bit lighter. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, but I think that was the tone of the previous series as well. Not so much the original one by Bendis. I mean, there were a few moments in Bendis's book. But that was more serious. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, so Scott just reason I said that was Scott just turns around and starts hightailing it away from Juggernaut because uh, he's about to shit his pants because um, <laughs> none of his, you know, optic blasts are really working well anyway on Juggernaut. Uh, you know, and Iceman really pissed him off when he tried to freeze him. Uh, so, so he's got anger in his eyes and he is going after Cyclops with some fury. Uh, before Iceman does end up coming to his aid and kind of laying some ice on the ground to trip Juggernaut up and send him overboard temporarily anyway. I love how uh, the artist draws Iceman's, um, like, you know, how he, uh, the ice slide. I love how he draws the ice slides, but like when they were coming out of the Blackbird, like, it, it just looks, it looks great. Yeah. I always... I've always liked artistically like Iceman in any X-Men comic that I, that I read. You know, if Iceman 
he's just always when i think of the x-men i think of iceman you know personally uh yeah you know, that and, and then my favorite a lot of the people from the animated series obviously i also think of um you know but that's just that that's kind of like the teams i like to to deal with and focus on when i read x books you know and and this one kind of has a lot of those hallmarks just younger versions of them yeah uh, in a lighter tone so so it is i can see like the appeal to it you know what i'm saying um and, and even when they're dealing with like a big threat with juggernaut it it doesn't come off over corny at least you know this first I, issue it doesn't it I doesn't come light, off over corny the fun and lighthearted balance to this is way better than it was in the previous series like it's not too cheesy too corny too fun it's got a good balance of action a good balance of seriousness um so yeah. far yeah the like definitely to 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 grab your initial interest um and, and well i mean we'll get into analyzing it a little bit later we'll continue on as uh juggernaut goes overboard um <laughs> you know everyone's kind of mi mildly celebrating they're like yeah we did it uh, do you think he can swim? <laughs> yeah, like is he sinking to the bottom of the ocean? I, you think he he would? He's goddamn in a metal suit. He's um, gigantic. I mean. But pretty much as soon as they turn their backs to the situation, uh, they they feel a huge rumble and Juggernaut comes rolling back on up to the top of the ship. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the panel where he just grabs Iceman's head and chucks him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Iceman heals in his ice form because I feel like Juggernaut's grip on his face like that would pretty much take off half of his head if it was flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, that's, one of the, <laughs> that's one of the brighter sides of being Iceman is when he is in his ice form, whether he's liquid gas or whatever, he's pretty much indestructible. Like yeah. you can't really kill him. <laughs> yeah, because Juggernaut takes him by pretty much by the face and launches him try like uh you know a quarter mile <laughs> i love the way it looks too he just like doesn't give a shit he grabs him and just flings him and doesn't even look backwards he just flings him like yeah. get out of here so then, then juggernaut does like the big old juggernaut stomp on the deck of this boat kind of setting up a whole bunch of boards and, and screwing up the whole I don't know what you call the front end of a boat. I'm not a boat guy. I live in Buffalo, New York, for Christ's sake. You know? <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm trying to think what it's called. Yeah. But basically, like, fucks up the whole front end of this boat. Uh, so Jean's trying to hold it together with her, you know, mind powers. Um, and that's when Beast has said enough is enough. And he pulls uh, a magic spell he learned from a trip with Doctor Strange out of his ass. And he basically sends Juggernaut through the depths of hell to Siberia, uh, we learn later on. Um, and this kind of pisses Cyclops off. Uh, Cyclops isn't really happy with the way, you know, Beast dispatched of Juggernaut. Initially thinking he sent him straight to hell, I guess, which would piss, which piss Scott off. When Beast tells him he's only really went through hell to go to Siberia, um, I guess it kind of calms the situation a little bit. There's not really a resolution brought to it. You're, you're just left 
finding out Scott isn't happy, but that everybody on the boat, uh, in a total like 180 from X-Men Gold, is almost like celebrating these kids instead of calling them it's and, and you know, basically, you know, race, well, not, it's not a race thing. Is it really mutants? It's just like, uh, you know, based on their differences. I guess it could be racist because it's the mutant race, you know, almost yeah. superior. Yeah. Well, it, regardless, that's not what they're doing here. They're like, yeah, thank, thank you for saving my money. <laughs> it's the one comment, the one, you know, ignorant ass lady has. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of giving them a round of, a round of applause. The old couple of the guys like, aren't you Kitty Pride? And the woman's like, of course not. She's the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> like, yeah, they're all confused. Yeah, there's some good jokes in here, and then they're yeah. timed. They're they're well timed. I still don't agree with the whole barber. I I don't I don't in this barber shop. Listen, Scott, if you need a shave, straight razor shave, you can find a place. I'm telling you. Yeah, there are uh, barber shops still do straight shaves. Probably not where they end up living, which is might might be Scott's problem because they we find out their home base. After they leave this uh, boat, is you know a, what? That makes it make a lot more sense because where they live. Yeah, <laughs> there are no barbers. I bet there are no barber shops in Madripoor. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe maybe that is. I don't I don't know if Scott's saying in general in the year 2017 there's not barber shops or there's not barber shops in Madripoor and there's not like uh, pickles allowed in Madripoor. So that's what everybody's missing. Like the comforts of the X mansion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, That's where. Where did they live before this? In the all new X Men series, didn't they travel around and like yeah, they're traveling in a van? van. Yeah. yeah. And before that, they just lived. Uh, well, they stayed with. At the Wolverine School, right? Yeah. 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 Sure. I think sometimes they went like back and forth and saw Scott and stuff, but. For the most part, I'm pretty sure they stay at the mansion. Um, anyway, uh, back to where where the Blackbird is headed, which is Madripoor. Uh, and we find out the X-Men have made this their home. Uh, they arrive, and, and Gene and Scott kind of not have a romantic moment, really, but just kind of have a, have a quick little talk. Um, between each other, you didn't get a romantic vibe from this, did you? Um, I I got a, I didn't get a romantic vibe from this as much as from when they were talking about the hipster beard in the beginning. Like I, I got a feeling of like a deep, more of a deep old French brother sister vibe from this more than a romantic feel. Yeah. But I know yeah, Scott. I yeah, I, I don't know Scott's in love with Gene. You do you do know that? Yeah, he's he's in love with Jean, but when they, you know, when they first got here, she she just wasn't everything was too much, so it kind of got put on hold. So he's like a piner, like pining kind of in um you know, cuz even when they had that Greg Rucka solo series when he was in space with his dad, he was writing letters to her. Like he's always been in love with her. It's just she's trying to do her own thing. Yeah, and she was also like disgusted at older Scott for a while yeah, there. And disgusted like, you know, the fact that it's like they're meant to be together and they were going like knowing the future kind of yeah, right. turned it around. Like it is almost like she was in an arranged marriage and she wanted yeah. to prove that wrong. You know what I'm she saying? 
Yeah, exactly. She, you know, you're not going to tell me how I'm going to live my life. Like one yeah. of those things. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, d- I don't really get the whole romantic. Thing. I think it's just like kind of sharing advice between two people really is what's going down here. Um, and then we see them kind of arrive to their central headquarters location, you know, like where the back computer would be in the back cave. <laughs> and we see who they end up, uh, kind of acknowledging as their leader. Um, and that is the reveal of Magneto, which is a pretty cool reveal. Yeah, it is a pretty cool reveal. And it was obviously spoiled by solicits and stuff. So you knew it was coming at some point. Um, and and it's not really something you got a vibe about from uh, the X-Men, what was it called, Prime issue? Yeah. I mean, oh. you knew the kids were going off on their own, but you didn't know or get the sense of it was Magneto they were going to meet up. I like the way they talk to him, too. Like, he's, like, their general. Like, you know, like, they have this big plan. Like, you know, he's like, we brought him down publicly just the way you wanted it, you know? So, like, you know Magneto has this plan of everybody he wants them to take down when he wants them to be taken down, you know? And you just know M is, like, the last person on that list. But I think everybody is going to be connected to Emma in the Hellfire Club in some shape, way, or form. Because in the computer, you see... Um, Black Tom Foolery or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is. Yeah, and um, well, there, I think that's just a video of like him watching them because that's yeah. in the background. And, it, but know, then on the arrested. top, on the top left, you have uh, what's his name? It's escaping escaping me right now. And normally, Sebastian, Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw. Shaw. And then you have you know the White Queen. But I mean, then you also have M. So I have a feeling they're going to be hunting for M too. So is that Emma or is that magic? What, on the top right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's Emma, I think. Is that Emma? Yeah, that's is, Emma. Is that her new motorcycle get-up, or is that... See, they, they got her dressed too close to Magic now, and they're both blonde-haired, but I think Magic wears, like, a headgear thing. Yeah, she does. She wears that headpiece with the, the, the two... It kind of looks like a Shi'ar Empire headpiece. It has, like, yeah. the two things coming out of the side. Um. So that that's I didn't know we were gonna get a backup here in this book. Um, I didn't know that either. That was a bit, that was a surprise. Yeah, uh, the the first story did kind of move pretty quick, if you ask me. But um, that this is why because we got a backup here, um, and it kind of is like a cold opening into this backup, as uh, this random police sheriff lady commands her officers about a, a search mission they're conducting. It's going to take place in the wilderness. Uh, we get a few scenes intercut with a man who's wearing a green hooded jacket. Uh, and what kind of our only hint really of who it is is there's some blonde locks like sticking out of the front of it. Looks a little bit like Thor almost when he uh, lands on Earth the first time in, in the movies. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you know, the cops approach the woods, and then they kind of start their hunt, and we, we don't really get the idea right away what they're on the hunt for. Um, they stop to examine this grossly chopped up and dissected animal corpse. Looks kind of like a moose or, a, you know, a, 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 elk or something. a buck. Yeah, something like yeah. that. A big, a, a big antlered animal. And... Uh, <laughs> As they're kind of investigating the sound, they they begin to hear 
like a win-win sound. Uh, <laughs> That's what I imagine the stick sounds like. Um, anyway, uh, we, man we go. got some glimpses, glimpses of while this sound is occurring. Jumps down from this tree. Um, just that, you know, at a time to like further increase the tension in the situation, like you're hearing these sounds, you're seeing this strange dude jump down from this tree. So everyone's got their guns like just ready to go. And then uh, that's when there's really kind of like two reveals at once, really. Um, as, as the Wendigo was the thing revealed to be making those, those crazy ass sounds I did and I'm not going to do again. Uh, <laughs> we, we, like it's trying to say its name, but it's stuttering. Yeah, it's, that's, that's all those things say is just its name, pretty much. And then uh, shit pops off. Yeah, the guns start going off. This this dude in the green hoodie takes one to the face. Yeah, uh, it's the, right it's in the, the forehead. Diego just, yeah, it looks like maybe in the eye. I don't know, just somewhere in in his general face area it does look because uh, it's like right above the nose so it does look like it went yeah. right through the eye so he drops like a, a you know ten dollar stack of bricks and uh <laughs> there's dogs flying there's cops flying all over this place because the wendigo is just like dismantling everybody uh just when it comes down to the wendigo and the the last like boss lady sheriff She's got her gun pointed at the thing, and the mystery man pops up, and he, he pops some claws. Yeah, you get that big panel where it says snicked. Yeah. <laughs> you know Marvel has that trademarked? Three claws. Yeah, I think they must at this point. Well, I, I read it on like a, like a like a fact. They were doing weird facts about Marvel, and like certain characters, they have like specific, you know, like Wolverine snicked. Yeah, yeah, they trademark them so nobody else can use them but them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, like, uh, so this Wolverine looking like dude, uh, starts attacking the Wendigo. He tells the sheriff lady to run. So we, we basically find out a lot here in this, this quick little panel is that this is obviously a Wolverine type character with claws and a healing factor. Uh, he's he heals not quick a, too. yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's young and he goes right after the Wendigo to, to save this chick as he tells her to, to get the hell out of the area. So she goes in and hides uh, and, until like this final sound. I don't know if the final sound is basically this Wolverine dude getting bitten by the Wendigo, which is not good news, or if it's uh, the Wendigo basically getting murdered. I think it's because, the Wendigo getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think so too. Because I, when the Wendigo gets murdered, it might return back to being a man. Is what I think happens here. It does. When they she do goes turn. back to the when she goes back to the scene, she's like, "Where is everybody?" Uh, which makes me think that Wolverine killed the thing and took off, or this this Wolverine character killed the thing and took off, and. Uh, the, that one Tingo turned back into a, a dude or Which, just a dead person. I like this reveal because, you know, Canadian, um, Yukon, the Windigo, and a Wolverine, it's a deep cut. Like, it's a nice throwback to, like, old Wolverine yeah. win, fighting the Windigo. They did, they did, did they say they were in Canada? Because the Windigo are a Canada thing. 
Yeah, that's I, I'm just figuring. Be, I don't think they can cross the border. Isn't it like some magical spell they can't cross the uh, the border into America? I'm pretty sure. The only thing I know for sure about the Wendigos is that um, is that they they are people like kind of like a werewolf. But I, I don't yeah, know if they have like any a, like geographical restrictions. Zombie plague type thing. It's like when somebody eats another person in the forest in Canada, like this whole Wendigo curse um, occurs. Like the abominable snowman. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm shortening it up, obviously, uh, but I believe it's something like that. I didn't notice um, before when they first come across that buck or elk or whatever it is in, like, the middle panel, you can see the Wolverine guy or James, we'll just call him James or Jimmy because that's what his name is, like sitting on the back tree branch, like he's sitting up in the trees watching them, and you can just see the two white dots for his eyes. I was like, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah I, I, the first time I read the book, I didn't even notice him sitting up there. Um, <laughs> and then kind of like when I was going through and, and doing notes and stuff, uh, that, that's when I saw him sitting up there, like just chilling, kind of sneaking around. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so that that pretty much ends our X Men Blue number one book. Um, and at this time, you guys know how we do things. We tell you to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Uh, I did the honors for gold last week, so Trevitt, uh, by all means, go ahead and tell everyone your thoughts on X Men Blue number one here. Cool. Well, uh, I. I really like this book. I, I think I, I like it better than um, X-Men Gold. Um, I love the art. I love the colors. I, I love the cartoon style. It's not too cartoony like Mark Bagley's was. It's, uh, it, it's like a cross between um, cartoon and then like certain characters you'll have like a little sharper, serious or a look like, uh, like, like kind of like X-Men Gold. So it's like a nice a nice balance in between and, and it's not just balance with art, but it's also balance with the tone of the book because you have your fun moments, you have your serious moments and, and the fun moments aren't overplayed to the point where they become cheesy for the most part. I mean, we did, we did have that little thing with the barbershop, but beyond that, I mean, there are a lot of good things going on in this book. I, I love the character designs. Uh, I love all the characters uh, for the most part. Some people would say that, uh, you know, they, they want the original characters back. I would love that more than anything too. But at the same time, I'll take what I can get as long as it is, is done, you know, to the best, uh, best possible ability that the writers and artists can muster. Um, I, I like the backup a lot. Uh, I like the art. It kind of has like a Greg land feel to it. Like if you would go flip through weapon X and then you flip through this backup, it almost looks like Greg land did this backup art. Uh, I, I appreciate the the deep cut throwback of uh, introducing Wolverine, like you know how they're trying to introduce their version of Wolverine. As long as it's done correctly, I hear in the future it's going to have like um, you know they're going to have that that Scott Wolverine uh, Jean Grey triangle, you know uh, you know that classic you know Wolverine likes Jean, but you know she's with Scott and they're kind of at odds and, and dickish to each other all the time. So I'm gonna enjoy and see like how that's done. Um, what else do I got here? Blah, blah, blah. 
Oh yeah, one one thing I enjoy from from the past two X Men books from Gold and Blue that I like that they make it a point. They're making it a point to make everybody work as a team, like discuss their plan before they get there, like how they're going to execute their objectives mm -hmm. and, um, and try to give it a feel of an old X-Men book still while keeping it fresh. So, I mean, this book for me is a, is a total buy. I would totally tell someone to buy it. I, I would even, you know, depending on the type of person you are, I mean, I, I think you're getting flavors for everybody. Like, if you want something new, you want something fresh with a little bit of that old flavor, you go for X-Men Blue. If you want something that's almost completely nostalgic and takes you back to the X-Men glory days of, like, you know, like the Jim Lee X-Men, you could go for that X-Men Gold. So, I mean, right now, they're, you know, I think they're giving something for everybody. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. But right now, I'm loving it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you like you like dealing with the uh, the original five kids more than I I do like dealing with them. You know, um, it mostly because I like the, I want the original ones back so bad that I'll just take what I can get as long as it's yeah. done okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's as many things as I like about this book. You know, I it's not it's still not something I myself. Um, I'm in the mood to buy, you know, I would, it would be a, a book I would borrow for sure. Uh, I like the art. I like the comedy in it. Uh, but it, they're just not characters I personally care about. And I'm, I'm, uh, you know, they just haven't really served much of a purpose outside of just lingering around for a couple of years now. And, you know, I, I like the I purpose they have at least in this series. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Juggernaut um, was dope too. I forgot to mention Juggernaut. Yeah. So Juggernaut will probably be back. They only sent him to Siberia. I'm sure he'll pop back around. I didn't know um, he was show, and showing actually up. pissed off that, that Cyclops and, and company sent him away when, when the fight wasn't over, as far as he's concerned. Mm. But, you know, there, for, there's a lot of appeal, um, you know, to this book for anybody just jumping on so I can see the excitement behind it for sure and, and the whole Wolverine thing in the, in the – in the end is is interesting but they now officially have a wolverine in every x-men book that is being released uh, with the exception of the solo so uh they, they got to straighten out their wolverine problem they do um before i can really buy into any any one of them you know either old man logan or uh laura or this now what's his name james howlett or no hudson Hudson, Jimmy Hudson. Hudson, Jimmy Hudson, Jimmy Hudson, yeah, uh, which is who everyone thinks it is. The only other interesting thing I, I actually found out um, uh, about, you know, a mini theory behind this character was that uh, the whole future X-Men that the young kids fought at one point uh, in the Bendis run had a Wolverine son as well, and he was a Wolverine and Mystique child. So he had three claws and was a shapeshifter. So there, the theory was that this could possibly not be Jimmy Hudson, but be that that dude, what whatever his name. I think it was. Um, fuck, I just looked it up and read about it too. I read an article. I wanted, where they looked at. It was like dark or something like. I forget what his name is, but uh, a future X Men Wolverine child. Uh, could also possibly be, but he was all evil, and this one acted just like too pure um, 
for for it to possibly be him. So I think I, that theory is pretty much just a fart in the wind at this point. I don't remember if it was Bleeding Cooler Newsarama, but when they released the covers that they had his face faded out on before this issue came out, they were saying how mm-hmm. it, it like um, someone let the cat out of the bag and said that it is uh, Jimmy Hudson, James Hudson, or whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that you know, like I said, the the whole way he acted against you know the Wendigo and saving the the police officer pretty much throws the theory of it being the future Wolverine kid out right out the window, you know, baby with the bathwater type thing because uh, because that that that's a bad character, you know what I'm saying? He's he doesn't act with pure intentions like that. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it was it was interesting theory, but I don't believe it's a correct one. Uh, but anyway, that that'll be it for X Men Blue. If if you really had to ask me, I would if you had to pick between blue and gold as of right now, I would I would definitely ride with blue personally. It, I it interested do. me more, and it has a more interesting premise going forward. Whereas gold, personally, is currently about the X Men having to raise eighteen million dollars and pay some bills. I enjoyed blue more, and I also had like shocker moments. Like when I was reading the book, I didn't know about Juggernaut, and when I got to the page, when I just saw him crash through that wall, I was like, "Oh shit, Juggernaut! I haven't seen him in forever." You know, so I was, I was yeah. super excited, and I didn't get any moments like that in X Men Gold. So yeah, it was really kind of. Uh, out of out of the just comparing the two main titles of the line so far, it, it was blue is just more exciting right now. Yeah, um, and, and like, that can go back and forth, and we'll and we'll see what happens with the you know with. And I'm this. loving this art. Yeah, I actually I prefer the I wish the art of gold, even though it's going to be changing anyway, was on this book, and that would be the perfect complement from both of them. You know, personally. Yeah. That would be the combination that would really wow you. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll wrap up our thoughts with that. Uh, if you guys are looking for us, as always, you can find us on Twitter. We'll have two polls this week, our barbershop poll and the Marvel <laughs> Minute poll. Uh, so look for that. That will be on Monday while I do the Weird Science Get Fresh radio, Juice and Jams, a uh, couple hours I do on Monday night. Uh, and you can always find me at Beamer3660 on Twitter. Travis, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Addict and on Instagram at Trevitz Comics. All right, guys. So you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, look for that poll up on Monday. Let your voice be heard. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about, and we will holler at you guys next week. Party's over on the scent. Have a good one, guys. We got problems. Maybe the ducks. The ATV suckers with customs and their cops. So the wise one is the motherfuckers touching the dick. If I was Wolverine, you'd hear my knuckles go stick. I'm not perfect. The before picture of Peter Parker always tripping. Drop my tray in front of the girl that always sparkles. I got brains. Fuck B's and C's. I got a great one average higher than Henderson. You see, but Yeah.
section number two eric and this is a flash heavy section yeah with a little red hood in the middle yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna start obviously then with flash and this is flash number 20 written by joshua williamson art by neil googe the googe we like to call him the googe ivan placencia and steve wands the button isn't quite here so joshua williamson reaches into his bag of tricks to tie up a couple of black hole godspeed loose ends we do get a couple of cool things here including an awesome cliffhanger and neil googe's art is good throughout but this ends up being a four scooby-doo like issue that is just fun enough not to be totally infuriating it is very Scooby Doo. I it didn't is think Scooby-Doo. about that. It's so Scooby Doo, and I actually had written my intro to that, and then reread the issue for the podcast. I'm like, I'm going to go back because it's just like basically at one point you expect them to pull the mask off of old man fucking Rivers down at the fucking you know at the the dock because I, it's just nonsense. It really is. Uh, this issue, nobody can tell me anything but this is a standalone issue just to pave the way so that we can get to the button. That You needed right. an issue here. It does set up some stuff for later. That's fine. The well, problem is, is the before you the- go... What's that? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You I was just going to say, the, the problem I have with it is if we just had something else here in this issue and then started up later with this, you really could have went more into this issue and, and spread. This could have been two issues and, you know, spell things out. Shit happens in this just to happen. And it, it actually irritates me. But what were you going to say? I'm going to say I really like the idea, though, that the freaking, you know, people are digging up the freaking yeah, the that's people fine. that were, you know, affected by the speed. But force you get nothing now. from it. No, you get no, nothing no. from it. it. In it fact, swept under the rug. In by the fact, end. not even just swept under the rug, but swept under the rug because it ends up at the end for the, with them saying we got the bodies and they didn't really do anything with them. Nope. And then nothing. So, like I'm saying, if they would have had more than one issue to do this, maybe this could have been a very interesting, you know, two issues that led to the cliffhanger that is, you know, we'll say right now, Mina is alive and well and working with Black Hole, seems to be in charge of a lot of things. Now, again, this is where I also want to know, because Mina, she did get hit by the Speed Force Storm, and immediately, a day later, seemed to be in charge of the Star Star Labs. Speed freaking Academy training deal, center yeah. which we thought was nonsense then now all she's also involved in but everything mina is on the fast track eric she's on the fast track to success whatever she does she becomes name? the fast leader track? fast track she, she should be i don't even remember what she was saying her name was for be. some reason i think it was it'd be funny track. if it is because every every place that she works she becomes the boss almost immediately uh, but yeah, you start off and that's Iris is looking into things and it's really weird. Like, what is she doing? She's interviewing people, right? right. And it's like the, at the beginning, the, the guy, the lady says, oh, Godspeed killed my son. 
And then Iris is like, what? Godspeed? I didn't know that. Well, what are you doing there then? <laughs> you were there to interview her because there's grave robbing that ties into Godspeed's victims. So you're there to interview her because her son is <laughs> – she tell was me. there for a grave robbing case. She didn't realize yeah. there was a whole underlining like, Godspeed But here's the thing. thing the it. grave robbing, you think that she would have looked a little bit more into this. I, I guess she's just like, oh, it's a grave rob. Like this is the big news that she's out. Oh, grave robbing. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. But finds out that the grave robbery was a Godspeed what a victim. Just very – like I'm telling you, that's the thing is you have a thing where the son is killed. The son's Eric Shea. Oh, Before no. you go and talk to Mrs. Shea, you might look into how Eric Shea died, right? It's a grave robbery. You find out how he died. You would know that he was a Godspeed victim. That's how he know, died. Man. I'm the reporter. I don't go look into these things. She, she's not a very good reporter here. It's just so stupid, a setup. And then she's like, okay, yeah, Kyle, he was young and dumb, but I can say that. But he didn't deserve this. We couldn't have an open casket. I like that we couldn't have an open casket for her, but we got to see her fucking son, I guess, in that first page. <laughs> I'm like, why did we have to have it? It's a horror uh, show. Yeah, so really, it is. Open casket. And she's like, and now Kyle, grandma. she's the worst, too. She's just, and now his body's been stolen? Yeah, and then says, yeah, the cops haven't told me anything, said it's part of an ongoing investigation. And then Iris says, yeah, yeah, I know people. She's really big at dropping names and dropping that she's big with the CCPD. Imagine her getting a fucking speeding ticket. Yeah, really, and she's like, huh, usually they say that because they don't want to tip off the guilty party. No, this is the mother. It it just, everything in this issue is so goddamn forced that it's almost laughable. Now, the thing that, like, comes out of this, too, that, like, Brandon was fucking furious about was the whole, like, Iris, like, my nephew Wally was struck by the same lightning storm that Mrs. Murray's son was. And, like, I'm like, you know what, Brandon? They they are using this as a way for Wally to get his powers, but it really seems like you know this is what Iris knows how that Wally Iris got his would powers. know. Yeah. Uh, the problem is is that when she does do that, I, I'll tell you in a minute because they go and like the the lady just wants to know, and she's like, "Oh, my nephew, he got hit." But also, it's like you're tying Wally down, like you're almost at points almost giving up his identity to people very close to if somebody would look into it uh because all the people in the speed force thing they're accounted for with not having pat yeah i'm just telling you it, it irritated me when it goes on because when you have iris's uh narration you are getting to the point where you think that she is writing this in a notebook right yeah somewhere that's how it's, it's... Weird too, even the way the freaking uh the narration box is designed they're like i thought there was like scenes parts of it missing because yeah it was, like, well here's the and thing and, and i will like, tell you me me and chris uh from the dc squad cast were talking and he was mentioning this and he said that he didn't get to talk about it on his podcast he hates the way this lettering is and the actual issue it's kind of hard to read and i know what he's talking about but there's some other shit with it like i'm telling you it seems as if they're making it tell you she's writing this in a notebook right yeah she spells out in this notebook that wally's kid flash why would you write this down why would you ever write that down somebody's just gonna grab but also you have it where they're saying like at the one point my nephew wally was struck by and then a t yeah. Why is the T there? Tea. Really and then like- the next one, the same lightning as Mrs. Murray's. Uh, Miss Murray's son, Miss Murray. There's no father, Aaron. No. What the hell is going on there? But <laughs> he escaped God. And he's like, but he escaped Godspeed's rampage and became Kid Flash. Dot, dot, dot. H. 
he was lucky. What, what the fuck is going it on? It really threw me off when I first started. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are they getting at here? Yeah, it made it seem like it was ripped and you weren't getting the full thing, but you are. Yeah. And it just, like I said, it, it threw me off because she's just very loosey-goosey with telling people that her nephew was hit by the speed force storm as well. And then in her notebook, which I'm telling you, it does seem like a notebook, she's writing, yeah, my nephew, Kid Flash. And she's going to get people killed or she's going to get them killed. Uh, but yeah, she wants to figure out, you know, what's going on. And she goes yeah, to other people too. She's going to look into the too. story now that she realizes yep. it's juicier than she thought it was. Yeah, really. Now she's all excited about it. But she wants to help these families get some closure. People are stealing the uh, the body. So she goes and sees body, Barry, yeah. which is Barry who is who she always goes to see, uh, you know, when shit's like that. And, and Barry is a smart fella and knows because she shows up with coffee. He's like, you know what? Before we were dating, you always showed up with coffee. Uh, when you wanted some, you were digging for a story. Oh, you got me. But the, there's another part that got me before that. She shows up and they're talking and, and he's like, hey, are we good for, di-? or she says, are we good for dinner tonight at your place again? And he says, I promise it won't be fast food this time. They talk about this. Then two panels later, a little, he goes, hey, by the way, I'm going to be late for dinner. Uh, I have to work later. I'm like, what the fuck is it? You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, he, it's like Joshua Williamson is just throwing this together just to get this issue done so that we can go. And in the meantime, she, uh, Iris asks Wall, or Barry, I almost said Wally, uh, Barry about Mina because they're trying to figure out the Godspeed victims and things like that. Now, also, I'm wondering why they really are lax and like, hey, uh, uh, Barry says, hey, I haven't seen Wally in a while. Yeah, yeah, he's out and about. Yeah, he's good. So getting back to the <laughs> important yeah, story they, I want They to go just here. basically push him away when you don't know this Godspeed thing should be, you know, maybe you should be oh, concerned yeah. if about the Wally. Of the dead, you might, they, they might be more interested in the living at this point yeah, as well. They might so. be going down the line and getting everyone, and they're just like, eh, you know, he's doing shit, and he's on his own doing some stuff. But yeah, uh, they're like, Little you know. Burden. He She wants to know about Mina. That's the one. Oh, the last one who was murdered is Mina. And it, it is uh, awkward. I, awkward, Eric, because I'm it is you, a former girlfriend. This it's part the, actually upset me. because Not only the fact that you know, she's asking about a dead former girlfriend yeah. who was murdered. They talk about how her body was donated to Star Labs. Yeah, I'm like, the yeah. last time I saw it, it was just a costume. We didn't well, that's, have he's a lying. He's completely lying. It, that's it the, so the weird. weird thing about it, though, is he says she was murdered at Star Labs Speed Force Training Center by Godspeed. We donated the body. He's just lying. But why make up that lie? I don't he know. He says Mina's body was uh, donated, yeah, to Star Labs along with her speed suit. That's what she wanted. Anything else is confidential. He's just straight up lying. And it's a lie, though, that now it's going to send Iris to looking into yeah. things to Star Labs and things like that that puts her in danger. All he has to say is, you know what? We don't know. That that's the truth. Yeah. Why make up a lie? And yeah, I do think that at some point she's gonna think that he might be part of the the leak, but he isn't part of Star Labs, but no, he has now mentioned Star Labs, and obviously there was the Star Labs training center, which is where Iris goes right to. She wants to go to the Speed Force Training Center and says, you know, and there's a little background for people who weren't reading before because there are probably a lot of people jumping in here are only getting this issue because we had the, you know, sins of the father right before this and leading into the button. A lot of people right. are jumping on when they heard the button was getting 
close. They were grabbing it. But this is where this issue goes completely just ridiculous. It's comical the way it is. And it was like a <laughs> Scooby-Doo because she shows up at Star Labs, just walks in. And yeah. she's just walking around, and somebody comes out, excuse me, what are you doing here? This is a restricted facility. I'm going to call the authorities. And that's where she says, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I have friends in the CCPD. Number one, you are in Star Labs property. I don't care what friends you have. Out of nowhere, she's like, I have fucking, you know, I, I can break the law whenever I want. Yeah, I know she's people, a reporter. Yes, yeah, she, she knows Barry. He's not getting her out of trouble. And oh. like Singh and all those, yeah, they might be friendly, but they cannot get her out of trouble for trespassing on Star Labs property. Now, again, she's lucky because the people who are there are Black Hole. They're yeah, trespassing they're as well. Either, yeah. yeah, they're not supposed to be there anyway. But I don't know who she thinks she is. She's not going to get out of trouble. In the meantime, she knocks this girl out. She knocks her out with the karate chop. And that's the best, too, because I was actually talking to you the other week. How yeah. You never see anybody give anybody the karate chop. No, no there more. it is. We got a full out. I got we so got full out karate that. chop action. She is there. This is a higher up person in Black Hole. And she's there with a Dr. Husk. Dr. Husk is there. He looks very – he's very cartoony. I do yeah. like the art a lot. But he's got the power glove on and some <laughs> VR goggles. Visors, yeah. <laughs> the, the best thing about Dr. Husk, thank God he does not pay attention to the, his fellow employees. Not because Iris just gets a, an outfit on that isn't even what this doctor was wearing. That's what gets me. This doctor. Well, is, is she seemed to be wearing it underneath her lab underneath, coat. Underneath, but put not. The lab yeah, coat on, it's though. just so I don't ridiculous. Know if, like, if like she heard somebody and ran quick, put on a lab coat to confront them. I don't know. And, and she doesn't have that helmet that 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 she ends up putting on. I think that the doctor Husk would be like, you know, what do I smell? Why do you got this helmet? But uh, Iris comes out and it's a Doctor Holt that she's impersonating, yeah. and she's like, oh, right here, Doctor Husk. Uh, uh, Dr. Huss just goes with it. There, it's yeah. nothing. And this is the big thing to me, though. She said, or Dr. Huss says to her, hey, did you finish the data wipe, Dr. Holt? And Iris says, of course. Now, I don't know that Dr. Holt actually did finish No, it doesn't that, seem in my mind Which like would did, be so. the way, and that is what they were doing was erasing all of Mina's shit. That's right. what they were going to do, and if it's not, because she says, or he says, hey, that's good. We can't allow anyone access to Mina Darwin's uh, research. So I hope that that is the case. Then Barry can go. He finds out. That's the link later. That's that we'll exactly have. the link I thought we were going to have to get us we'll back have. into this story. Um, but yeah, he's like, oh, impressive facility here. You know, too bad Dr. Carver got caught. It, it's all. You know, it's, it's an okay up. way of doing catch up where he's just yeah. talking, and he is such a cartoony I guy. Like him a lot, oh, I do too. I actually, I, this is I where I'm wish saying he was just a little bit smaller, so yeah. he was even more over. Oh, the top that would have been good. But yeah, the the whole thing, like I said, it's just fun enough not to be infuriating. Is I do hope that when it does continue on and we actually get a full story out of this, I hope it is as funny as well, this as because it is, does because, seem you know, like it's setting up some fun. Dr. Husk is just laying out their entire plan. Oh, yeah. He's just telling everyone. Like, she's never heard this goddamn thing before. And uh, Iris goes over the top because, hey, he's letting some info out. Uh, What? Who's... uh Who's our like our close to like a yeah. person? Well, even before that, that, she's like, "Hey, uh, are we gonna break mean? Carver out next?" Not at all. <laughs> and he keeps going. She keeps like, "Huh?" And we're and then that's when he says, "We're she's lucky, going, black like, hole." A wrong way to yeah. ask questions. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
He's like, we're lucky Black Hole has a new friend close to Star Labs. And that's when she's like, what? Who? And he's like, what do you what mean? What do you mean? And she's like, and busted. But that's where the weird thing is. She's like, uh, she thinks she's going to be busted then. And then she says, not a cloud in the sky, but you can still hear thunder and see lightning. This is Flash coming. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she's like, I've been reporting on the Flash since he arrived in Central City. We know, you know, Wally's Kid Flash again. She's throwing that out. But I also know he's a lightning rod for trouble. Apparently, it's something we have in common. Okay, so this is what happens. Flash has not arrived yet, right? He's running towards them. Dr. fucking Holt just stops and says, let the Flash run to us. Yeah, Dr. Holt. Yeah, Dr. Husk. I mean, I said Dr. Hull. Yeah, Dr. Husk, just uh, let the Flash run to us. What, what are you talking about? At this point, he's not even there. They can, and, they can see the lightning and hear the thunder crash. It's just, again, it's like, it's so forced. And there, you know, Iris is all happy. And like, that's when he's like, oh, and he gets attacked by the power glove uh, of Dr. Husk, which it's not really explained, but he's got this, you know, interference like these, these, to the yeah, speed these force. Speed force fucking little grenades that fucking feel like they're tearing his legs apart apparently yes. it seems like yeah. I'm like all right and cool, then yeah. we got some more black hole technology, uh, yeah, I guess. So, and you got it. And then Husk says, our assignment was to recover the dead for study, but the intelligentsia will be excited. We have brought back a living speedster. No, you you have the flash. You, you don't just have it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost yeah. like he's like, who? Who is this masked speedster we have amongst us? I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. And then he tells Iris to shoot him with their gun, one of those speed Well, that's the thing, too, guns. is that, like, she shoots the goddamn gauntlet, which is the power yeah, glove, but we don't, gauntlet. like, I don't even yeah. know, because it's, I have no idea what this power glove that Dr. Husk is wearing really does, because, you know, we see these grenades go out. I assume it's from the other black hole soldiers just tossing them at him, and we see the freaking glove just, you know, sparking with fucking energy. Yeah, really, it sparks, I and then no those little things fall thing off a flash. So they were interference things that attach yeah. from well, the glove. I don't know what the power glove is. That I what it know. Did? We it don't. Attached? It just said it, it interfered with his connection to the speed force, so he couldn't move, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Iris just shoots the glove. She doesn't know. She doesn't know if that's going to... That could end up blowing up the whole fucking place. She has yeah. no idea, but she does. She shoots it, and then pretty much done. This is what I'm saying. It's like Scooby-Doo. The minute that happens, Flash rubs his fucking chin and his fucking uh, knee (laughs) and then goes, zippity-doo-dah, and everybody's captured. They're all captured. That's it. Over. Just been flashed. Yeah. (laughs) Who? Who is this speedster amongst us? (laughs) And then he's like, huh, you're – and that's when uh, – uh, Flash Barry says to Iris, hey, I didn't know you worked with Black Hole. And she says, hey, they have great benefits. The best to me is if he really thinks that she is now. Like, he's like, that bitch, she does work and fucking knocks her the fuck out. But uh, he's like, then can I have an application? I'm done. They're making a little, I actually don't mind the dialogue. In this. I actually so like ridiculous. the funny back and forth. Um, but in my mind, I like to go forward now and actually where, you know, she thinks that Barry's the inside leak of Star Labs and he thinks she actually yeah, works with Black Hole. She works with Black Hole. And in the meantime, in the meantime, Barry goes and as Flash and fills out an application because he really does need a job with better <laughs> benefits. He's <laughs> like, how much vacation time you get, Dr. Husk? So Dr. Husk is there, and he's like, make your jokes, Flash. But when Black Hole returns, your smile and charms will not save you. Flash stops. You think I'm charming? There's an Eric Shea. That's Eric Shea right there. It's funny, but it's not in this issue where we are in this book and all that. It's just nonsense. And the thing is, like I said, we have the setup, 
and then it's just Iris shoots a glove, Flash ties them all up, done. It's it's so rushed. I wish that they would have just had something else here and then dealt with this story after the button so you can let it breathe a little and actually have a story. Uh, because then they say all the exhumed bodies have been recovered. Uh, you know, we don't think any obvious damage is done to them. People will get their closure. Uh, and basically that, that it's done. It's all over. And the the biggest thing at the end then is Iris is talking and talking to Sing and like, hey, man, you're really, uh, you know, working Barry to the bone. What do you mean? He has off tonight. She, off? What is he doing? Is he stepping out? That's what I thought. But yeah, she's going <laughs> to she's gonna think that he is one well, of the they, Star Labs guys. It's funny but, because he says that. Well, she overhears it. She, like, you know, it seems yeah. like she's walking away and he was talking to somebody else. But like, uh, the thing that really threw me off here is like, hey, Sing, say hi to Hartley for me or something like that. I'm like, he's uh, kind of keeping that under wraps that he's dating a former supervillain. So, yeah. and, you know, not only dating, but living with. So maybe yeah, she yeah, yeah. still names around like that. Yeah, she is, and people Iris, wouldn't even realize that. But, yeah, but she actually, she he does say it to her because he says, uh, oh, she right. says, I know I, you're understaffed, but don't work Barry too hard. I'd like to see him for dinner tonight. Oh, I'm not sure why Barry's here. He throws Barry right under the bus. Uh, for some uh, reason, he, when I read this, I thought he was talking to the other people. He yeah, was he kind of goes like an aside. Yeah, he, he kind of goes to an aside, like, hey, but Barry had the night off. I'm like, you son of a bitch. God but damn yeah, it. Barry. Host, dude. And yeah, at one point, she's going to think that, and Barry's going to have to say, hey, look, I'm the Flash. And y- you will have the thing where she is going to be very upset that he didn't tell her right away, but it all makes well, I'm sense. You, I think this fun. actually is going to lead to her fucking investigating, reporting her own boyfriend to find out what he is keeping yeah, from yeah, her. Yeah. And then eventually it'll come through, oh my God, he's the Flash? Yep, and then she'll yeah. just be pissed off that he didn't tell her. Yep, and then uh, they're just talking, and then she says, that black hole scientist, that black hole scientist, Dr. Ha, said something that's crawled in, under my skin. Someone close to Star Labs is helping black hole. And yeah, Barry is close to Star Labs. He did say that... Hey, you know, Star Labs took it. It's it's under, you know, everything else is top secret or whatever. So she's going to keep asking him about shit with Star Labs. And he's yeah. going to keep saying he's not allowed to talk about it. But really, to me, I'll be very upset because she should know he's a good guy. He's not and a bad guy. She starts it off talking about how, you know, she always thought he was a good guy. and It yeah. couldn't be real, but then she started dating him. So she yeah, knows yeah. he is genuinely one of the best guys she's ever fucking known. Yep. And, uh... That's when we go to Star Lab, or yeah, we go to Black Hole, and you see that it is somebody who we know, and it's Mina. It's Mina yeah. doing it all. They were going to see how the phys- physiology of a body was changed when the Speed Force storm hit them. Uh, and yeah, it's Mina, and she looks hot. I like that she looks costume. Really hot. Yeah, I said I think that's the hottest speedster since Iris herself had a exactly. Speed Force powers in the New Fifty Two, and the art in that—that's awesome art. I like the art throughout, except sometimes Barry himself, his face looked a little off. Uh, but I, I like the art I'm in general. I don't like an over-the-top muscular flash, but for some reason yeah. here, he looked a little too skinny. Well, I'm telling you, at like points, I'm, when Barry shows up after, you know, Iris and the Flash take care of Husk and them, he looks exactly like Constantine has in his book. He, oh, he yeah. shows up and he's like, you okay? I'm like, when did Constantine get in this book? He even has, like, the trench coat look and stuff. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But I, I like the art. shirt. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the art uh, I? in I general. I like the gooch. I, I like them as well. And uh, I really, I mean, the big panels like Iris in the black hole costume looks awesome. His flash looks really good. Mean at the end looks really good. And again, I didn't like this issue as much. 
Uh, but I am excited for what it sets up. I like the well. idea that we now know what Mina's doing. I That's like that she's going to be a villain, and we're going to see what's going on uh, going forward from here. And, well, we'll see. But I gave it a 6-8 uh, only because it was rushed. And it, it's a shame because I think it would have been better off uh, being more like a two-issue deal. What would right, you? yeah. I would give it a 6.5 out of 10. Okay, I tell yeah. you, it really meant nothing in the long run, and but setting up what's going to happen later no, down the line. No, basically, all it is is to show you that Mina's alive and exactly. to get that and Iris I like that, I like that reveal, and I like the art, and I actually really like the banter they had out there, even though it was, yeah, it was a little okay. over the top. It I liked it, was though, because it was the quick. fun flash that I like. You know? I mean, you have Black well, Hole. This Dr. Huss seemed like he could have been really fun, and he's in like three panels after the flash shows up and is taken care of immediately. Yeah. And uh, only back. because that he isn't important. The important thing was Mina. So we'll but see. But no, I think I give it a 6.8 as well. Yes. So we're going to move on to the next book. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number nine. Written by Scott Liddell, art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Taylor Esposito. The Who is Artemis story is officially underway, and if you are like me, you've been waiting almost a year to get the dark trinity of Jason, Todd, Artemis, and Bizarro together and kicking mucho asso. That's how they say it in Karak, Eric. Mucho, Mucho asso. asso. Well, as long as you add a note of things, you're good. Well, we finally get that for a couple pages before Scott Liddell splits them up again. Don't worry, though, Eric. Things are still pretty interesting. Man, Bizarro is helping some Karakian refugees. Jason Todd is seeing his past life come to life. His past come to life, I wanted to say. And Artemis may have found the key to getting the bow of Rob back in the form of her not-dead best friend, Aquila. Dexter Soy's art is fantastic, but I'm starting to get a bit tired of not getting what I wanted from this book at the start of Rebirth, Eric. And it, it brings up a quote. This is how I feel when I read this book. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> that, is, that is right, Eric. Like Milhouse said, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? I've been wanting to see the, the three of them together as a team Kicking mucho asso. Freaking Scott Liddell just doesn't want to give it to us. He, he no. really doesn't want to give. He wants I, you to work for it. It's not even. It's almost like he thinks that the minute that he does that, uh, the book's going to fall apart or something, or the, the magic's gone. That And it's it's starting to irritate me. It really is. Now, it, it is funny, too. I'm looking at the cover. Is that Wonder Woman on the cover in the background? A very odd cover. Now I, I, I don't usually don't usually look at covers. Nor do I. So weird. Uh, no, I guess maybe it must be a kill. I'm telling you, it looks a lot like Wonder Woman. But we we start off the issue, and like I said, I'm I, all I've wanted is the Dark Trinity together. And at the beginning, you kind of get that they're they're heading. The three of them kind are of. heading into Karak. Uh, for some crazy reason. Jason figures out the best way to get Bizarro involved is for them to fly to Karak in a plane that doesn't fly and have freaking Bizarro carry it I'm and, and fly it, it, it it's in. It's so weird to me because, you know, I would like this whole scene almost like on the Millennium Falcon where you have these characters sitting around and talking yeah. before they go in. But, like, you know, uh, Artemis even brought up, like, you had to have Bizarro feel yeah. useful, didn't you? He has to fly this broken-ass junker of a plane yeah. into Karak for them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is it because they don't have a pilot license? Or I, like, I, no, I, none of them can fly You don't a have plane? a license, Lisa. I, I, don't I, I, I don't understand it. I, I really – all you all have to do is have him fly outside the plane, you know, fly in the in the front. And, 
And it's so weird because in general, it doesn't really come into play that much. No. Because, it, you know, at one point they do get attacked by the Karagian airspace, you know, the, the freaking guys come out. But really, Bizarro kind of just throws the plane up in the air. He fights these planes, and then the bow of rock seems to blow up. So it really doesn't have – it's just such an odd way. Like, Scott Liddell needed a, something for Bizarro to do, but you don't have to have that. No, you could just you, have he could have been, he could have been inside the plane yeah. as usual or whatever. They could have hired someone to fly them to Karak, some yeah. underhanded shady fucking smuggler guy. They and they all could have been sitting in the cargo hold talking it over. You know, freaking Artemis and Red Hood, all they're doing is standing around and talking this entire plane ride yeah. there. And Bizarro is flying it in. I just yeah, don't like it's almost as if he's like, you know what? That fucking little peon Jim Werner, he wants this dark turn to be together. I ain't doing it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to happen. But the, the weird thing about it is I didn't even realize what was going on until a little later when Artemis is like, couldn't we have at least been in a plane that flies? Um, yep. What the fuck is going on? The, oh, my God. They're, and then you see the plane as a piece of shit. Like, Jesus Christ, what, they couldn't afford anything? It's, it's so weird. Like, they could have just gotten, like, a, a fucking car seat. He could have flown them in on that. It, it's just odd. But as That's they're going – yeah, as they're going in the Karak, uh, you get a very odd call out. You have Jack Ryder there for GNN News, who's What's the giving. What's Creeper doing in Karak? Yeah, he's the Creeper. Uh, if anybody didn't know, this is a legacy character, the Creeper, who was recently in Deathstroke. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, hey, this is Jack Ryder here bringing you. No reason for me there either. Yeah, um, shocking footage from Karaki City, uh, you know, and we're like, what's going on? I'm like, okay, I I'm on board. I like the Creeper, and I think that he'd be pretty cool in this book. You don't oh, yeah. get anything. I don't even know if we're going to get anything from him. Maybe we'll get him later. Maybe it's just like, hey, we need this uh, news report. It'd be cool to have Jack Ryder give it. So I guess. I I'm, I'm telling sure. you, it's so weird because it is GC, uh, the GCN where it is Gotham City Network, but uh, – it's Actually, just it says GNN, so it's probably Gotham News Network. Same yeah, Gotham. Deal, I'm though. sorry. Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. you're right. Same deal. Uh, but the thing is, it's so weird because we have our heroes traveling from Gotham, and we also have a Gotham News team. Yeah, like, yeah. Why it's, it's very odd why he Gotham would be here? there. Yeah, yeah. So he's there. But uh, in the meantime, he gives you the info. It's more of like you have Jason Todd's narration of going into Karak, and we'll get to that in a minute too of what he's saying about going back to Karak. But in the meantime, you have to set up this General Amid, and I'm saying, is it Heinle? Heinle? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I actually just tried to like skip over it. I, I just kept saying Heinel, but like, you know, Heinie Hole. It's a Heinie Hole. I, I, I got it's you. Heine. General Heinie Hole. Yeah, Ahmad Heinie. We'll say Heinley. But uh, he's there. He yeah, is ruling the nation with an iron fist, Eric. And as they're going in, you know, they're going to find the Bow Ra. And the, the, the news report is there's been an explosion. And Jack Ryder's saying there's this explosion in the city. The city's laid to waste. And we don't know the uh, the UN is you know wanting to know what sort of weapon of mass destruction does this general have, and uh, uh, Artemis right away knows it's it's not a weapon of mass destruction that's made by man's hand. Well, this saying, is the bow of Ra. We saw in the prelude to this story last issue where you know yeah. her whole backstory is that when uh, Aquila became you know possessed by the bow of Ra when she became yes. the Shimtar of her village. It, like yeah, uh, she was fucking launching this shit all over her own village. Yeah, so she yeah. has seen this explosion. Yeah, she over knows and over again. what this explosion yeah. is, and she knows it now. Right away, that throws in something. Now you do get a little bit more information here that I'm not sure that I really understood. I don't know if you did as well. 
Um, before it just seemed like this bow was just shooting around, she was trying to find it. I was not really 100% aware that the only person who could use the bow is a shimtar, the person who is destined to be the wielder of the weapon. The way right. it seemed to me this thing was, you know, could be used by other people was just the shimtar that was the weapon they were given. It was taken from them uh, in the like battle the like we saw. For like Wonder Woman. Show yeah, like yeah, that. that if I picked it up, I could use it. Uh, and that was the that to me that was the danger of somebody else having this bow that you right. could get somebody like this general. But later on, uh, Artemis even spells it out. I was like, this doesn't make sense because I'm the Shimtar. I'm the only one who should be able to use it. But they even say, like, do you think that this guy is the you know this general is the one who bought it because they did get uh, Black Mask's intel. Black Mask sold the bow to somebody in Karak, so it makes sense. It's here. Well, it's so weird though because you know we we know that Black Mass then sold it to like in General Heine or whoever. Yeah, finally. W- when we had the freaking last issue, when we found out all of this information about you know Artemis's background and Aquila and shit like that. Yeah. It seemed that the freaking bow just went missing at the end of that. Yeah, story yeah. It just a- afterwards when Wonder Woman showed up and they fought and Aquila died in the aftermath of this big battle, the bow had gone missing. The bow had, and that—that's what she's been. She's been searching for it since because it did go missing. So it's such an odd concept that you know somehow it got to Black Mask, went to Gotham, he sold it. To well, and that was how that Karak. was why she ended up going toward to Black Mask because, and then she found it. But yeah, it, it is an odd way of you know it's a roundabout way that it went from where they are, it like really because it's spelled out that. Where they lived, where Artemis and Aquila lived, was close to Karak. It went yeah, the all hidden, the way, seemed to go all the way to Gotham, of Karak, only yeah. to go back to Karak. But and she does say, like right away after that, she says, "I if this doesn't make sense. I'm the only one who can use that bow. Uh, only a Shimtar can wield it." And I actually was like, "Well, that that's something new to me. Why would somebody buy it then? Why would you be? Because I think that." People who would know about this bow, and this bow, you know, it's a star killer. You know, it can shoot down the sun. Yeah. Uh, people would know the background of this because it it, se- it does seem like in this universe, this know, is Black, something that Black some Mass people know. Black didn't seem to know about it. He didn't know, but he did. But maybe that's why he sold it. I mean, that yeah. why would he need it? And it was weird, though, to me at that point. Like, why would he sell that? Because remember at one point, they even spelled out like, this is odd. Black Mask is just a normal Gotham criminal. Why does he want to have something that would take over the world? They really pushed that. In one issue, I think Jason was even wondering, like, why the hell would he want this? This is not something that a black mask would want. He's more into, you know, little crime and stuff yeah, like that, you know, in the shit. city. And it was weird that that wasn't spelled out more before, even if black mask would have said, you know what? I, I wanted to get my hands on this, but what can I do? It doesn't work for me. Or if that was the case and he had it, once he got Artemis, don't you think that he would have been like, Hey, you know, lady, I almost called her the B word. Hey, lady, you show me how to use this because they, they, he would know. It, it's just odd that all of a sudden I'm like, okay. So well, then, I think it's, I think it's like spelled out right here just for when we is, have our cliffhanger. Yeah, it is. But that's what I'm saying. It's spelled out here. It seems like the game has changed a little. Right, it, it really kind does of. to it's, me. It just lets you know that like there's something else going on here, except, yeah. except for General Heine. Well, again, here and now it is. It is exploding everywhere. Karak, I, you know, Karak can say all they want, or I could say all I want to Karak. The fucking city's blown up. So, but it's weird to me that before it seemed like Artemis was after this, not only because she wanted it, but because she didn't want it in somebody else's hands. 
but right. it can't be used by anybody but her. So she thinks. Aaron. She doesn't so like other people thinks. playing with her shit. She's but she doesn't. Like, it's funny too. At one point, they're talking about you know magic and stuff and and what this bow might actually be, and that and then Artemis even throws shade at men, humans, man in particular can't Especially be trusted. I'm like oh my goodness. Well, then you then get the you basically is. get a page recap of last issue. And I told you before that if they recap that goddamn prologue <laughs> that we had, I'll kill somebody. It's not that bad. You, but no, it does. Page and it goes very Here's fast the funny thing, though, up. to me, again, though, it's almost like a, I don't know, it's like it's changed the story a little bit to me because to me, I know you've already said it, so maybe you didn't think the same. Akila, to me, it wasn't the bow that drove her insane. It was, it was the gods that controlled and made her the Shimtar. To me, when she was made the Shimtar, it, it was more of what, kind of changed her but they right. did end with this like we even said oh this is setting up so we're afraid that if when artemis does get a hold of the bow she will get cut. but it didn't seem like the power of the the bow i i don't know but it, That's the thing i is, guess you know, it did i don't know exactly what goes into being a shimtar at this point so i couldn't jump to any conclusions because i would think it would be the gods but since i don't know exactly yeah. what gods are playing with yeah they they like worship egyptian gods and shit like yeah, that yeah it's like an i don't it's know like exactly the playing with who these gods are but it does me fully say now now entails. it's it's fully saying to us listen this bow can corrupt you. Before, I'm telling you, last issue, I thought that maybe it was the gods that were yeah. fucking playing around. Now it's pretty much saying, no, no, don't worry about that. Don't even get your head all fucking in a tizzy. Uh, it's the bow. The bow's power can drive you insane, so watch out. So it, it, another, it's another bookmark to put aside. And like, whoo, when she gets a hold of this, I hope it doesn't drive her insane. Keep getting little power. tidbits from Scott Liddell here. He just keeps yes. laying a little bit of information yes. out for you, now, explaining the story a little yes, bit more. That, yeah, he, he is. But shit. again, this is the problem is this story – is starting to be a long-form, slow-burn story, and I don't want that from this book. I no, don't want not. that from this trinity. I, I don't want this is fun-ass adventures book. That's what I want, and it's starting to get to the point where I, I want to know when we're getting to the goddamn fireworks factory. But the other thing is they're heading to Karag, and you're getting this whole backstory with Jason that this is where he got killed by the Joker, that he's heading back to where he died. And he says, I've only been back here once. It was when me and Corey, and it's a weird call out, too, yeah. to say, hey, I was here with Corey when we had to say, Roy, and there is no, like, see this or that. That is legitimately from the New 52 issue number one of Red Hood yeah. and the Outlaws. It, it's, that's the, it opens, the New 52 Red Hood and the Outlaws opens with him going and saving Roy from Karak, and it, it, it gets it all right here. You know, he was there under trumped-up freaking charges and a military deal. Um, but yeah, it's weird this, because... This just throws a goddamn monkey wrench in yeah, the thing, Yeah, it does. It, it, there's some weird things here because Jason Todd died in Ethiopia. Back uh, in Death when, of the Family, the original back story in death was of the family. Ethiopia. And, Yes, and when he went to Karak in that Red Hood and the Outlaws, there is no mention by him. Like, nope. hey, this is weird. This is, so you can't even say, listen, when the New 52 started, they changed it because then later, after Damien died, Damien Wayne died, Batman had these post uh, – Batman and Robin became this book where it was Batman and Red Robin, Batman and Nightwing, and there was the Batman and Red Hood. And it was when Batman was going through the different stages of grief. Yes. And uh, he ended up taking Jason back to where he died. And Jason was pissed. And he took him In back Ethiopia. there. Because he wanted to know. 
he was trying to figure out how to bring Damien back. Batman was, and he wanted to know since Jason had died, he wanted to take Jason back and know what happened here and how could you have done this and that. And he legitimately took him back to Ethiopia. In that issue, they spell Jason keeps saying to Batman the whole time. Where are we going? We're in Ethiopia. We're in Ethiopia. And he's getting angry, more and more angry because he realizes then, what the fuck are you doing, Batman? You're taking me back to where I died. It was in Ethiopia. Nowhere can I find spell out that Karak is anywhere near Ethiopia. The, no. the only place that you saw, you saw the same map I did. It's like wedged near I- Iraq and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's in between Iran and Saudi Arabia, right yeah. the Persian Gulf right there. And I mean, this isn't even just like, oh, you know what? Uh, we're going back to close to it. I mean, they, they end up going back to uh, across the road from where he died. I mean, this is I mean, really. Yeah, no. he, he is like locked up when he, he is captured by the Karaki and fucking military. He is right across in yeah. a fucking like a cell. Yeah, it's he right there. where he died, right yeah. across the way. He I'm like, sees the ruins going of on where he book? died. And I, it threw me off. Uh, and the really thing, the thing that just threw me off because he said, I've only been back to Karak once. I'm like, wait a minute. Batman and him went back, and when I went back to that issue, I, I messaged you. I'm like, hey, man, Batman and him were in Ethiopia, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah he died in sense. Ethiopia. But yeah, we'll, we'll so get to that tech, even a little bit. So more, we do yeah. have a fucking monkey wrench in where Jason yeah. Todd died here, but where we he also have Jason Todd telling the truth because he has only been to Karak Yeah, he's only been to Karak once to get Roy out of prison, so <laughs> he got that ball. They, they end up heading in there in Karaki airspace, and I said, this, this cracked me up because you have this big uh, General Amid Heinle, and it's been spelled out. This guy is the supreme leader. He calls himself that. He also is the hardest working motherfucker in the business, Eric, because not only is he running the country as the supreme leader, he's also doing air traffic control. The guy, the guy has the biggest set of balls on him. He's, he's there. He's running air traffic control. As the supreme leader, because you know, Eric, a supreme leader has to run air traffic control. Oh, he does, he does everything. Karak is such a shitty place that the freaking, you know, the, the leader of the freaking country, his <laughs> office is in the air traffic yeah, control. Air, air traffic control. And just uh, any random ship that comes in, he's, he's welcoming them in. They don't have TV when there. That's the most interesting yeah. thing. Oh, going yeah. On he's the there. He's looking at beep, beep. He's looking at this freaking radar. Ooh, uh, but he says that. Then he, he steps it up then, because like I said, he has the biggest set of balls where now. He is going to admit they said the U.N. is looking into if he has weapons of mass destruction. He basically says, hey, you've all seen what the fuck I've been able to do. Hey, he's laughing it up. He's fucking over the air. And then Jason just responds by saying, yeah, well, Red Hood and the outlaws are here. I was like, saying, is he trying to up this? his fucking cred or something? Yeah, or I don't know. Red Hood and the Outlaws. We're gonna yeah. be on like everybody's watch list now. It would be because because yeah, really because Red Hood and the Outlaws are here to kick your ass. I'm, I want him to come back with who. Who are you? And also, I, I, it's just so crazy that he is announcing <laughs> this fucking Heinley's announcing. Well, all that I can he, imagine, though, from like, you know, because we have already established this, something might be fucked up. But right now, the idea is only a Shimtar should be able to use the bow of Ra. Yeah, yeah. yeah Him so. having this power seems almost like a terrorist who claims responsibility for something. Oh, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Do. So we, we don't so, know what's going on. But at this point, like you said, you're, you're getting this whole thing that on the outside of that, like maybe he has figured out. And even Jason says to Artemis at one point, well, he he's got a lot of he's got a lot of resources, maybe. And I'm like, resources? The guy's working air traffic control. He's still working. I think that was his whole job. He doesn't want to quit. He he has to give his t- fucking two man. weeks notice. 
two weeks notice at the air traffic control. The other thing that makes me laugh is they send missiles up, and there's Bizarro. You know, Bizarro's holding the plane. How is there cobwebs still on the plane in the back? The back thing. Spiders. Yeah, that fucking what? That can survive the flight from fucking Gotham to Karak? I, I don't really? know where they got this plane in Gotham. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I don't like know at all. It's a plane that went down in the Amazon jungle during just, fucking the 50s or something. Yeah, shit. really. It just makes me laugh. It, it, it's very big for just two people in there. Yes. Why did they need to have that? Like, And also, it's. They like hey, to we'll, spread their legs. We'll go undercover. Not spread. It, it's the ghost <laughs> ship. Yeah. Woo! That's no plane. That's the ghost plane. I don't know what they're getting at. They're fucking cobwebs in the back. But yeah, it explodes. It like hits Bizarro. Uh, Bizarro says that I'm rude. He ends up fucking like throwing the plane up. It's a little odd sequence here because he does seem to like, he says pop up away, throws the plane up that fucking Jason and Artem, I don't know why you wouldn't strap yourselves down at any point while you're flying and a guy is flying you on his back like uh, but uh, Bizarro goes, and Jason even points it out. He goes and attacks these jets. He doesn't kill anybody. He does, you know. And it's funny because well, Jason is in midair, flying, probably hitting his head on the controls. But he's like, "Hey, that's encouraging." Thing is, Jason says this. We never actually see it because yeah, the last thing we, we saw of these pilots is it looked like Bizarro had fucking ice vision. Yeah, one it's of the funny. It's like he ice vision that one guy. He's gonna end up like goose. He's going to fucking try to eject and hit exactly. his head on the ice. That's all I can yeah. imagine, Mike. There's no way he can eject out because all he's yelling is eject. He can't. The fucking thing well, is frozen shut. Here's the thing. Maybe they Goose. didn't show it, but they do show something a, a couple pages later because that's when it looks like the Boa Ra explodes. Now, again, you are fighting a – yeah, it's a Superman. He does see that. But, boy, he goes to this fucking Boa Ra quick. Uh, you know what I'm saying. He There's option one, shoot a missile at the plane. Option two – Pretty much a nuclear blast and from I'm, the bow of Ra. I'm telling you again, though, I can't say for certain that fucking General Heinehole here is the one doing it. Yeah, I, I, I think that he he must be because why then would it happen? Again, I don't know. Well, we're we're pussyfooting around. Uh, at the end, Akila is shown to be alive, uh, yes. but the other thing is. Does she even have the bow at the end, though? You know yeah, what I'm we don't saying? Even see that, it, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know that she has the bow, so we don't know what's going on. But this thing is, it destroyed a city, and now it has attacked a plane that's just flying into Karak. It's an odd thing for the bow to be used just for this, uh, well, but the, we'll the see. Ge- the general was talking about, you know, you've seen my awesome power. How dare you enter my airspace? So he just yeah, going to yeah, show no. his fucking brother. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that he must be doing, you know, he must have some sort of hand if that is. It, but case. maybe that is maybe it does switch around but what i was saying about the pilot Fuck is you, when the, the fucking nuclear blast goes off in the bow and then jason wakes up and when he wakes up he is in the plane but it's frozen solid so i think that that's what they're trying to say to you that when they did freeze when bizarro froze the other jet solid somehow you can crash a plane as long as it's got ice around it I do, there's I'm no problem you, I, i'm looking at this fucking this destroyed plane around yeah. jason todd it looked like jason was just encasing ice himself and he broke himself out of that yeah. ice i'm like yeah. i have no idea how you survived any of this jason it yeah, doesn't because, make sense yeah, to me but i'm gonna plane. go with the it. plane is in a bunch of ice as well and it's like on the wings and it's and all he's over on top but, yeah. of it yeah, yeah. while well, he's like coming out of it and 
but yeah, he it looks like there's a hole that he kind of breaks through. The art, I love the art in this uh, because he does seem to crack. I don't know. I love the art, but there are some points where there is some confusing progressions, and that's yes. one of them. Uh, but when he comes out, he is uh, surrounded. Come, he's captured. He, he's surrounded and captured in the meantime. He even says, like, hey, Artemis and Bizarro could be in 20-mile radius. I don't know how he knows Artemis. Could be like Artemis to me should be there with them, yeah. right? There's she no was right that, there. There's no reason not any of them. I'm like they should all still be together yeah. technically yeah. in my mind. You know, I mean, Bizarro could have flown off or something, plane. but yeah, but Artemis they should be there. But she's the not. Yeah. He does not seem confused by this. Seems to make total sense to him. You see Bizarro, and this I think to me of all the things I think has the best potential for what's going to come up because Bizarro wakes up uh there are refugees they're oh, refugees from the, the yeah it's same here they're refugees uh from the general from that city that got blown up and they're they think that's superman there and they're like superman you know poking at him and he wakes up he's like no me and Bizarro but they say we need help the the general's a bad guy and basically Bizarro says let's go you can come with me we're going to go find uh you know red her and him meaning you know Jason Which Todd I and still, at this point though that he keeps saying it obviously this is how he considers you know uh, yeah. Artemis and Red Hood it's Red Her or Red Him and I don't know if I like it or if I hate it I'm telling yeah, you I'm in I, a weird spot right I now like it like, I think this that, is gonna I get think old, that I think it, yes though. I think that within a couple issues he better start calling uh, Jason Jason and, and Artemis <laughs> Artemis and we even said hey, I I would therapy, even like motherfucker. I would like him to get another costume himself but I don't think that's gonna I happen. like that costume. Yeah, I, I just I I want Bizarro because it it keeps popping up. It keeps popping up. Of this Bizarro knows he is not Superman. Yeah, and it even comes in here. No, me and Bizarro. Now he does have memories from Superman. He is a clone. He was a you know a failed clone uh, that went fucking berserk, or the rest of his clones' brothers went berserk, and and they shut down the program. Lex shut it down. So he has these memories that he knows are not his. I really like that. I liked how that led to here. Uh, and I like that he wants to be, you know, he's starting to progress now, into being his own character. So this, I, I this do like. This just dawned on me for some reason, and uh, it's going to take us completely off topic of Red Hood. Is it going to be the costume? No, no, it's oh. going to be the idea of the clone Supermans have never turned yeah. out right. Is that because they were not a whole Superman? Yeah, that could be. Energy. They could. They could spell that out. I wonder if they'll even say that. And it's a weird deal now. If that's the case, we're going to talk about Supergirl later. Uh, if that's the case with the uh, people only know the one Superman now, what memories does this you know Bizarro have? Exactly. Does he have Bizarro, uh, or I, does he have memories from pre-Flashpoint? Does he I'm have? Gonna, I'm going to say just because of his costume alone, this is going to be the pre-Flashpoint blue Superman. He's going to yeah. be a clone of just yeah, because he yeah. has. That, that version's costume. That's yeah, that's what I'm with. saying. I thought you were going to say about which costume he had and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, like you said, maybe that is why the Bizarro clones, that'd be a good explanation of why they always failed. It's yeah. because they weren't the full Superman. They were only one or the other. Uh, but yeah, I like Bizarro getting these fears. And I, I love Bizarro just being a good guy. And, oh, no, this lead, and this really can lead to a lot of that. And him learning, even with these, he is just you know, such a, like a good heroic dope. Yes, I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, he's he's a good guy at heart. He just, you know, he's he's Lenny. 
you just don't get him near the rabbits, Eric. It'll be fine. And then you go to Jason. Jason's in, you know, this this freaking base thing, and he's there. And this is where things get a little wonky if you if you really sit and think about it. And it gets wonky if you don't because of what happens. Because he starts thinking about when he was in Karak. This feels familiar. He starts to think that maybe the Joker is involved with this. Yeah, and the Joker know, has brought him back to where he died because it's, it's a crazy. fucked up coincidence that he can yeah. look out the goddamn cell yeah, he window looks and out see the where cell he window died. And that's where he died. And he thinks, you know, he even starts saying to the people there that have him prisoner, like, where is he? You know, what's the fucking, where's the Joker? I don't need this fucking game. Where's this pasty face motherfucker? Tell him I'm here and whatever. And these guys are like, he's losing it. (laughs) And then even Jason's like, am I losing it? And then by the end, I completely agree that he is losing it when he's he's talking to his younger self. Because it's, he's like, he's here, right here. It's not the Joker I'm talking about. It's me. It's him as Robin, bleeding too from his yeah. stomach, and it's very odd. And He's just the, looking at himself, wondering, "Is this what I'm going to be when I grow up?" Yeah, I might that's have like little Eric dead. Shea. Like, really, I'm going to be a fucking comic book critic. I'm saying critic <laughs> with quotes too, because that sounds so pretentious. But yeah, you always say that if you would have oh, known, you would have had a review site and podcast. You would have fucking killed yourself. Yeah. And there, it's funny too. It's like there's the Robin there, and he's like. Is this what I become? Maybe I was better off dead. I'm like, I don't know. You're, you're looking pretty fucking good right there. Damn you know, right. he's there fucking looking fucking stacked. Baby, what what would he think is not good there? Except that know. he's captured. little Eric Shea with his stupid fucking glasses and his fat goddamn gut. If and he saw up that? And saw Jason T- this is what I'm going to be when I grow up? Fuck. Hey, I can't wait like, to grow hey, up. Hey, am I getting a lot of trim? Exactly. Fuck yeah. I fuck Starfire. Holy shit. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I, I came here with Artemis. Artemis, uh, he wouldn't know who. That I don't know is. who that is. Yeah, and then you go but I and bet you. She's pretty. I bet you she's hot. She's a redhead. Ooh, we love those. Except that Joker. <laughs> yeah, he's got green hair. They they, they go on and that freaking there's uh, Artemis there. You go to Artemis to end the thing where she's hanging upside down. And I'm, I'm telling you, she has a fucked up idea of like home sweet home. Because she's there and she's like, hey, I'm here. I'm under the, I'm in the interrogation chamber a half a mile beneath the capital of Bana Migdal. And this is where, you know, where she grew up and all this stuff. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get there? I mean, I, and also, I don't know where there is. You know what I mean? Inside the labyrinth, Jim. It just seems like so crazy. Well, I know, but I'm just saying geographically, like, is this far away? Is this right there? Like, it's thrown. We saw in the the last issue that, like, the the freaking, their, their hidden city. Like yeah. that was like surrounded by storms and shit like that that kept people out. It was like neighboring yes. Karak. Yes. And it's weird. It's it's just just her being there is odd, but yeah, is this that and and then she's like, I know, I was always in this labyrinth. We played as a child with my friend, and then that's where she's like, I know, you know, no, this is impossible because somebody's talking to her and ends up being a kill. And you're like, oh, my God, I thought you were dead. And then Kila says, hey, let's go save the world. She does not have the bow. So I am assuming that somehow somebody is using the bow. Yeah, she does. Uh, But, yeah, she has the axe like uh, that might be Artemis' axe. I think that is Artemis' axe. It's crazy that she would have the axe, too. Uh, But, yeah, she's there. And I want to know who or what has the bow, doesn't have the bow, how they're using it, whatnot. 
uh, because it doesn't make sense unless somebody else can use it well, I'm other you, I'm than sure the Shintar. Explain that away. Yeah, I do too. It's just again, uh, and that's the end. That's the big cliffhanger. Kill is alive, and she wants to go back to uh, you know go to save the world, which to me is getting the bow back with Arthur. Which is, so I'm that's, you, cool. that's such a kind of a forced cliffhanger though, because we had to have that prelude issue shoved in yes. there so we knew who Aquila was yes, for this whole yes. thing. So we yep. only had one issue to find out who Aquila was, and then the next. And to maybe find that was why. Alive. Maybe that was because when the yeah, editorial they were reading it like boy you really have to set up a kill a little better than that little you know that page fo- forced in one page and then they did uh but yeah i i don't know how things went but that prelude did seem to be forced in um i just i just want fun and we're not there yet we really aren't to me Look, and I it's starting a lot to... of fun with everything bizarro i I'm yeah bizarro to, i love the failed clone bizarro is one of my favorite things yeah. in the goddamn oh, yeah. world and i could i could have... i'm happy as hell now again i say i could see a whole issue of bizarro with the the refugees and all these people trying to get back their their country or getting out of the city and stuff like that but again that's kind of my biggest complaint for the book so far we're on issue nine and the, the way I can explain it, I love Jason and Bizarro together. I love their interaction. I love Jason and Artemis together. I love their interaction. The little bit of Artemis-Bizarro we got, which was basically just them, them fighting, fighting, was yeah. still okay. They fucking back and forth or whatever. We haven't had the three of them together, really. We nope. Every time you have Jason and Artemis together, they're talking about Bizarro. They're expe- Even this one, hey, I see that he's not killing people. And, oh, that's you know that's well, great. I, As I they're see, flying you know, it's around. almost like Artemis and like bizarro you know is like that jason's their intermediary guy yeah. like she's a friend of jason but not yeah. bizarro. oh yeah and like yeah they're only friend friends jason. she's yeah. a friend of a friend yeah you're not going out with you know bizarro and artemis aren't going out for drinks no. but if jason calls both of them will go and they'll be a, a threesome uh, i'm sure every i had uh, me and my buddy uh brett uh, I'm also a good friend with my one friend, Herb, but Herb and, and Brett would never go out. But we'd yeah. hang out all the time, but they would never go out, you know, those two. Yeah. Uh, and it's just weird. I just want them together so out and about. And I hope – and again, this is who is Artemis, so I'm not sure we're even going to get that. And they're separated, so I don't know we're going to get that until the end of this arc. But then again, the next one might be who is fucking Bizarro. Exactly. That's what I was thinking the whole time. You know, once we get done this, it might just end up to a Bizarro well, and story. Well, it may be but- – Jason, Artemis going back and trying to figure out the clone bit at LexCorp and things like that, that may be that day. But still, I want to have fun with the three of them. And the, the weird thing about it is when this sh- called out that Roy was in Karak and Jason went back to save him, I did go back to that first issue of Red Hood and the Outlaws to see, to remember, okay, it was the first issue. Jason went and saved Roy and then within two pages – it's Red Hood and the Outlaws. They are together. Oh, yeah. They're having fun. They're freaking well, – freaking, I know that people were very upset about the over-sexualization of Starfire. But she was – you know, she wanted to sleep with Roy. Then she was sleeping with Jay. It was crazy. Yeah, that's what they do. But, but it was like right away you got the three of them interacting right away. And, and this, we just – it's such a slow burn. And I don't want it slow burn from – this should be the action movie book. This Agreed. should be the popcorn fucking movie uh, book. And it just hasn't really been that much yet so i'm hoping i still gave it an eight out of ten i love the art i love the shit with bizarro so much uh the the jason stuff confused me but again 
he does seem like he might have a concussion or maybe he's remembering shit wrong i don't know i don't know you may even find out that that isn't even the fucking you know the ruins of where he died anyway that it's just something playing with his head i don't know and jason knows anything this should be the one goddamn thing he knows having it's weird to throw it out it's such they're just like like reimagining his such a weird thing though to just call out that he ends up there and they haven't done anything with that fucking you know the the ruins no. Why haven't they cleaned it up? Why it's haven't they... a poor country. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Call that supreme leader. If he could take off from that fucking you know, air traffic controller job, he probably works on some construction crew. Thing the guy is, has Jim, 10 jobs they, there. They did rebuild it or they cleared it away. That was within that 10 years that was taken away from the New 52. And, though, now so. it's a, and also when Superman uh, became uh, Superman Reborn, uh, somehow it, it went back to what it was. I exactly. What would you give it? I'm telling you, Jason Todd, ever since the New 52, is my favorite Robin because they totally ruined yeah, Red Robin yeah. with this whole thing. But so right away, I will read any Jason Todd books. I always have a good time with them. I'm not a huge like, you know, I'm I like Artemis. I'm not huge on her. Like, I'm not a huge yeah. fan and I don't know a lot about her, but I love Bizarro. So you love that right Bizarro. There, two out of three right away. I love. So yeah, that going for us. We're not getting them together, though, like you're talking about. Yeah, I just need but, it. But the thing is, where I will read any Red Hood book. I'm getting so goddamn tired of only dealing with the death of Jason Todd. It seems like yeah. every arc we have to bring it up and deal with it. And I'm like, yeah, you know we what, know guys? That. We yeah. have to move on from this point because yeah. we're, I'm not having any fun with it anymore. It's fucking ridiculous. And now to fucking go and change where he yeah, died. Yeah, and, and you're saying that, that I didn't even think connection. fully in it. Yeah, I, I and, didn't even think anything of it. They really – that was really stressed in the Black Masks shit too yeah. about how Batman – yeah, Every just, goddamn thing. Yeah, it is yeah. When you have Jason Todd, you can only talk about his death. There's no place to move on from apparently yep. because you can't move forward. You can only move back with Jason Todd, yeah. and I'm getting sick of it. I love the art in this book. I can't wait to see where we're going with it. But like because of the fucked up continuity and just forcing Jason Todd to deal with his death again and forcing us to read about it again, I'd have to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh, 7.5. I thought you were yeah, going to go 6. No, no. I'm talking, the art's still, too good. I, 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 and I still really enjoy the issue. Yeah, I, I fucking I like Jason it. and uh, Bizarro, I love. It's I even just I want more. I just want more exactly. Yeah, I, I just need more. Well, we're going to move on to the next book. Ooh-wee. Red Hood, Eric. What about that? What about it? What about that? What is the next book, Eric? Titans number 10, written by Dan Abnett, with art by Brett Booth, Norm Ratman, Andrew Dollhouse, and Josh Reed. Dick and Wally have been captured by the Fearsome Five, and it's up to the rest of the Titans to save them. Or just Bumblebee. That's right, our Titan heroes aren't shit in this issue, but Bumblebee takes out the villains, no problem. Too bad that Simon mindfucks her in the end and makes her forget about her husband, Mal, and their new baby. Yeah. Titans, Eric. What about that? I like this book. I like this book, book. but it's It's, just, it's just dragging. It it really really is. is. They give us a big fight scene, but ultimately, it seems like our Titan heroes have never fought together before, and just get the shit kicked out of them immediately. And even with that, we have Nightwing and Wally already out of the book before it really begins. They don't do anything in this book until you know set up the next goddamn arc at the end. Well, and it's all it's all a setup. It really is a setup so that Bumblebee can come and and kick ass. And remember, she's the key to it all. And uh, we don't get anything of that. I know. Well, the thing about this this book is level power, and then apparently can kick everybody's ass. The thing about this book, Titans, is me and you have said all along, it seems like this should be a twice a month book. Yeah. But what we're getting story-wise does not do well for a twice-a-month book. Honestly, I, I, I just, think what we're getting story-wise fits perfectly for a twice-a-month no, book. I'm telling you, but this would have been – if this is all he can do with once a month, 
if this was how much stretched out would it be then if it was twice a month? I'm telling you, Dan Abnett, this I'm is I'm just him. saying from what I'm just saying from what we're getting with this, it feels like it should be twice a month because no. we're not moving anywhere very I'm fast. T- if we would have gotten double of this and still been in the same spot, I would have killed somebody. But oh I, yeah, I, that I was do, the case. I imagine I, we'd be far yeah. ahead by then though. No, because he he doesn't seem to be able to write a story that keeps progressing. It just is stalled through 10 issues here, and we want more, right? Uh, I mean, I really do. And even 10 issues, we even had an annual as well. And we really aren't that much further into anything after even Titan's Hunt. If I said to you, like, hey, you're reading Titan's Hunt back at the end of New 52, and all in, you know, 11 more issues of this, we're going to be here it really isn't See, that much further. Saying, though, from what I'm saying, though, is that the way the story is being told feels like it's being told as if it was. No, I know. But month. what I'm telling you is this is him with only able to do this once a month. I don't right. think that he'd be able to do it twice a month. We would be this would be this issue would have been two issues instead of this one. We would have had a one issue of just a battle because he has all this time to come up with a progression of a story and everything just stalls out. He, there, We've done nothing since the beginning of Rebirth at all. Hey, we and, built a Titan's Tower. Yeah, that's about it. Tell you me moved what to Manhattan. here. Yeah, you moved to Manhattan because they saw Manhattan. But yeah, yeah, it's just everything seems to be just padded. Everything is padded out. And I'm what you, I, it feels padded out as if it was written to be twice. Oh, monthly. I know. But what I'm saying is it's padded out. These monthly books shouldn't be. No, agree. So it's just nonsense. It, it really is. And I do like this issue enough. I love the art. I think the art's great. Uh, but what happens? Nothing happens no, no, at all. No, no, we have a big-ass fight scene with all the Titans against the Fearsome Five, except for Wally and Dick, who are incapacitated for this whole thing. And it's so weird to me, because as we run down, you know, everybody picks who they're going to fight against, and then we see the, the Fearsome Five, like, you know, when uh, Jinx shows up, we, like Donna and Roy are friggin' fighting her, and we get, you know, Jinx, she's a probability magician, she can make you have bad yeah. luck, and we, we run through the gamut of all these and see, like, Shimmer, she's like a matter transmuter and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, we've already dealt with Mammoth, and we have Simon, we've already talked about these two in yeah. previous issues. I'm like, nobody gives a fuck about Gizmo. There Gizmo, no I was just going to say, Gizmo's there. He might as well not even be in no. it. He's only in the team because they need five people, it yeah. seems. Because he says, this guy. is a big payday. He just sits there and yells shit. And yeah, and at one at point, point. Garth throws him. Yeah. And at one point, Roy hits him in the back of the head with a goddamn arrow, too. I mean, shit goes wrong for, for Gizmo right away, but he really doesn't have to be in the book. Uh, no. uh, and basically, like you said, you start off with uh, Dick and uh, Wally well, just yeah. out of the game anyway. And you fight, and I, I love Brett Booth's art, I think is incredible. I, I love it. I know that some people don't like his art. I don't know what they're looking at. I think they're blind. My, they're blinder than you. Five artists teams and I really like it, and I think he's getting better. And I like so the I. big splash. I mean, I love the big panels that he has. I love when Mammoth and Garth are fighting. Oh, I'm telling you, that you one know, page where it's it. just uh, Mammoth and Garth, you know, I think yeah. there's, uh, yeah, there's like two panels on that page, but the overall big one, I'm like, that looks amazing. It's I great. can hang that thing on my yeah. wall. It's really good. A of Garth and I said, even, yeah, who wants that? But uh, at the beginning, even the credits page where you have the teams going at oh, each yeah. other, it looks fucking incredible. Uh, but really, everybody is kind of squared off against another person. You have, uh, 
Lilith going at and Simon, Simon, and they're yeah. going to go back and forth it's, with each it's other. It's the whole thing where you're trying to get this redemption of Lilith, it seems, with her powers, yeah. because she was not able to pick up that they were lying to him before when they said they didn't have any powers yep. and everything like that. So here she's standing so toe she, to toe with Simon and like holding her own. Like, you know, they're only st- like everybody's just kind of watching them. And as even they before that, that, you do get a bit of a redemption of that, like you said, is when they actually arrive without being sensed by exactly. Simon. And he's like, How did you get in here without me? I'm a telepath. I should have seen it coming. How did you? And yeah, they're all going. And she even says, you're not the only one who can generate a, a psionic uh, cloaking field. And they just go at it. But it, yeah, really... And eventually, though, the whole thing is shut down because she is, you know, standing toe-to-toe with Simon. Yeah, he is he's... getting a little bit over, like, yeah. over the over, uh the upper hand on her. Yeah, but yeah. Gizmo does the one thing in this book where he goes and attacks her then and she fucking falls to the ground. Yeah, she falls. And she goes uh, at the point uh, Jinx shows no up and page. attacks. But there, the, uh, there's Gizmo for you. But yeah, really, there is not a lot going on. It's a lot of padding. You have Roy and uh, Donna Troy fighting uh, and then they get, uh, they get separated because Shimmer shows up and sends Donna through the floor. Roy yeah. gets knocked out. A uh, fucking Donna back Hands Roy because of the goddamn uh, shimmer making the thing yeah. disappear. Yeah, yeah. So the, you have that, and then in the meantime, you have Garth and Mammoth fighting each other, which is fine and dandy. Yeah. But you know, Garth it's, it's to punch just what it is. Punch some, and it all that's comes where... down to the our Titans are fucking. Get, they got the shit. Yeah, they're getting their, their down, their, and yep. Bumblebee shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And just wipes fucking high. like she is flying around using her energy blast, stinging him, and then shrinks down and all this shit. Yeah, she and does she, all her abilities. You get to see her full abilities. Yeah. Uh, they even say it's funny because they're like, "How are you going to beat us? We just fought the the Titans. And you I was are a civilian who never used your powers." But she's pissed. And when she shows up and says, "Who's first ass hats?" Fucking awesome art. <laughs> it, again, it was awesome ass hats. And I, I love think, it too I think because... we've got ass hats like seven times since Rebirth started. I love it too because while Bumblebee is wrecking house and actually saving the day, Mal is trying to get there to be the guy who the knight in shining, shining armor who does yeah. save the day. He, t- he took one of Nightwing's old costumes and then had to yep. hail a cab to get the medicine. Yep, had to hail a cab. And he and, doesn't and, get there in time. Yeah, and then the cab driver's like, hey, where are you guys? It's like the, the chatty cab driver oh, that you don't worst. need to be chatty. You're like, let's go, buddy. He's like, hey, I'm supposed to be Batman. Hey, Batman wears a mask. Why ain't you got no mask there, buddy? He's like, just keep driving, come on. But yeah, as things are going, you see Bumblebee's kicking ass. Oh, yeah. But it is just her against Finally, she a does bunch. get taken down by Simon, who does put a goddamn mind fuck on her and tries yeah, to, like, yeah. his whole idea is, like, I'm going to take the one thing from you that makes you you. And I'm like, all right, he's somehow going to psionically, like, you know, take her powers yeah, or whatever yeah. like that. But. Before this is done, before we find out exactly what's going on, Omen comes to and knocks him out because sometimes you got to use brute force instead of your mind. Yeah, and she that's says what that too. She mouse. just fucking smacks her or smacks <laughs> him, knocks him out. And the problem is, though, is that Bumblebee has some mind wipe. It's like the Raja Ghoul. Uh, her mind's wiped of her husband and the baby, at least that. Yeah. Uh, but that's a big part of it. And I like, too, is like you said, Mal is trying desperately to get there. But uh, so is Donna Troy. She, like, smashes through the thing. out of the ground. Yeah, and she smashes in. through. It's like, okay, now I'm annoyed. Let's. What the hell happened? I'm like, eh, it was kind of funny that I love, she comes I, out. I love but, Mal, though, when he comes in, but just because it reminds me of Big Trouble in Little China when freaking Kurt Russell and Wang are there. And they like, yeah. you know, Wang goes down. He's trying to get the gun to work. Yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. Like that, and then he finally jumps out. Ha! 
Yeah, Everything's and fucking it's, done it's already. It's done. It's done. Uh, I will tell you, I love Mal in that Nightwing costume. He looks he fucking badass. Bad yeah, I, I love really the gold like gauntlets it. and the gold uh, mask. I, I love really it. Good. I love it. I think it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, he shows up and he's like, can you tell me what's going on? And, and Donna says, your wife just took down the five all by herself. And he's like, oh man, Karen, honey, are you okay? What happened? She's like, I'm fine, but have we met? And again, oh. now this and at is... First I'm like, does she not recognize him in a mask? What's going on? And he even says that. Oh, I got a mask. And he's like, no, I, I don't remember you at all. With a smile on her face, which is <laughs> fucked up. But again, I don't <laughs> mind <laughs> this, but we're already <laughs> dealing with... Yeah, look at her. She, I, we're already dealing with <laughs> Wally and Linda, and now yeah. you throw this in the same book. It's a different way or a different reason, but I don't know if you're supposed to kind of put that together that maybe Simon did to you know what I mean I don't think so but it's kind of the same exact thing now Wally and him can sit there and fucking have beers together and fucking commiserate Uh, it's also actually he can't because now Mal he better go and take care of that baby yeah somebody gotta take care of that baby because she doesn't remember it anymore they've been out all night I don't know who's taking care of that baby right now yeah, and Karen Bumblebee doesn't remember the baby, so she's just gonna go out and party. She's hey, like, my oh. baby." Yeah, really. She's like, "What was that uh, girl that uh, Casey, Casey Anthony?" <laughs> she's Casey Anthony now. She's out partying, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but yeah, they're trying to figure out what happened and how yeah, they can get her like, memory uh, back. Lilith but... comes in, everybody's eating pizza and having a good victory win or whatever, even though they didn't do shit. But Lilith comes in and says, it seems like Simon might have telepathically sent these memories to someone else. Yeah. They don't know yet. But uh, while this is going on, Dick and Waller are going through the files that they downloaded from Meta Solutions, And it seems that Hive was the person that they yeah, were the Hive. organization they were working for. And I love this line, though, because like it's funny. For the history that Titans have, you know, it's almost like I forgot about them. Like, you sons of bitches. I like yep. that, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whole, like, and it's, you could joke about the whole history that you have, but since this is kind of a new thing, you're like, yeah, even though you haven't seen it, we got kind of a history going on here. Yeah, and, and it is. It's uh, with Grant Wilson, mm-hmm. which ties into Slade because Grant is his son, who was Ravager at that. And this is gonna so. and this is gonna lead us into the Lazarus contract. Yeah, even if we leave this issue, contract. see Deathstroke, you know, keeping tabs on the Titans from a distance, yeah. watching the Titans Tower. And remember, even then, he was wondering at one point who the hell Wally was oh, because yeah. Wally was there. So I'm interested in seeing what's going to go on with that. Uh, this issue, though, it kind of just, you know, it, it was okay. It was I, I had an okay time. Read. I didn't get mad reading it. I had an okay time, but it just, it, it's starting to drag. And I hope that this Lazarus contract is what picks it up and gets things moving and gets things exciting and gives us, I want some answers well, the biggest of problem just I had... what they remember and not remember. So this might be something oh, yeah, that hopefully. we get. No, the biggest problem I had with it is the Titans looked like chumps in the whole goddamn yeah. issue, and the whole series that really, and it took Bumblebee to come out of nowhere who has no That's training. That's what it was all that set up. And, and the I, weird it, thing is too is you had that though. whole thing quick. with you had that whole thing with you know we need this Karen, this Bumblebee. She's the you know she's the, the alpha, alpha deal. Power, yeah. It seems like that's now just going to be swept aside. Like we're never going to you know the, find out the other, shit. The other thing I didn't like too, I just remembered out of nowhere was uh. Wally and Dick, uh, Nightwing are, you know, captured at the beginning, and they plan on siphoning their powers and abilities out. All of yeah. a sudden, and they try to make Nightwing's abilities. Yeah, so that, yeah. like his, his, like his agility. His, like, his agility. Yeah, we're gonna get his agility and his training. You're like, no, this is what happened in the true story when Vandal Savage was sucking the powers out of like superheroes, and they would, and they grabbed Green Arrow, and we we're like, what, what are you grabbing out of him? His fucking accuracy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the one thing that. 
uh, made me laugh actually at the end was when Wally and Dick are going through the files and like, there's millions of people they were doing this with. And uh, like, you just heard about this company a week ago. Where were like, you two guys? Two weeks ago, they were fighting the Justice League. Yeah, so what's going where on? Where were you guys before when, you know, how many people were lining up at this company? But yeah, it connects to Hive. And like you said, that, that's a pretty good call out. And it's yeah. kind of funny when Dick's like, I don't know. I kind of remember them. Why? How did I forget about them? That's and fun. that is a kind of funny way to deal with, you know, those missing years and things like that. But what did you give the issue? I love the art in this issue. And even I though I too. thought the fight, like, you know, it wasn't overused. It was like a padding of an issue just to show us a big fight scene that really just made our heroes look like assholes. Yeah. Even with that, though, I enjoyed the issue and it was a fast read. But I'm interested to finally get to see where we're yeah. going. I like the whole thing, like, where you can, you know, have the death stroke time with Grant Wilson and Hive. I'm like, all right, yeah. you give me some interesting stuff here. But I give it a 6.8 out of 10. I'd actually give it a 7 out of 10. I, I love the art that much. And like I said, it, it is padded. You have a lot of fighting for Bumblebee just to show up and save the day. And I just uh, love that but I still, yeah, I just, yeah, and him showing. I just, I had fun reading it enough, and I go with it. And again, this is one of those, you have to review it on the site. Yeah. So you have to dive into it a little more. And, and th- I'm just there for, you know, I read it earlier today, yeah. and I read it. It was a quick read. I had a smile on my face of like you said when mouse showed up late even when Don, when donna breaks through the freaking floor now hey where are they i'm angry now i i got a chuckle so I, i'm in i just wish that we would get more of a story we yeah. just haven't got much of a story and even the point where wally and linda that has just been swept aside to do this and you know you know what i'm saying and i just I want do. more answers but that is the end of that section. Eric, we're going to take a break and go to mail section number three. If you would read my mail, Jim, want to tell my words would tell. But if Eric tried to read it, We'd hear an epic fail But when you reach the part Where opinions come The hero will be Jim A hero to us all And when you read the mail again You'll see the nonsense never takes a break Never takes a break, Eric. All I heard was epic fail, and then I tuned out. Never takes a break. (laughs) If you epic fail, and then you're like, I'm out. out. First mail of mail section number three, Eric. It's from Brett. Oh. (laughs) What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of Get Fresh crew? I only have 80 freaking things to say. Mm -hmm. Here he goes. The crowdy policy at his grandmom's nursing home is bullshit. And normal trees probably look at Christmas trees all dot up and think whore. And marijuana is the gateway drug to taking 45 minutes to pick out which color Gatorade you want to buy. And now he wants he wants combos want again. Want. He wants combo things again. I can't do that, but we will listen to this song, Eric. <laughs> Cricket! Oh, ow! I stubbed my damn toe! Oh, 
think I did it again. You did it again, Eric. You did it again. Hello, motherfuckers. There is the hello, motherfuckers. How's it going in the quake? My home skillets, if National City can do it and have Stevie Orlando coin the phrase the national, then I got Quaker Town covered. I hate well, that. Don't do it. What, what's up in the quake? Ah. Well, taking a page from Steve Orlando, an up-and-coming wizard in the DC Comics realm, <laughs> I'm sarcasm, he says, I thought it only appropriate to share my th truthful thoughts on even more comics this week like Kryptonians do on the National Day of Truth. Please hold back your excitement, Eric, and applause until the end. I know how excited you get to listen to my emails. About as excited as a fat kid. Is he saying you're a fat kid? Apparently. With a baker's dozen cream-filled donuts from Shady Maple. Sounds Those cool donuts at Shady Maple have more so filling <laughs> than is actually possible. More it's not even possible. Crazy. There's more filling than actual space that it actually takes up. It's crazy. Number one, Red Hood. I know you guys gave it a good score of 8 and 7.5, which is a great score to me, but you guys are still saying you think it's missing some ass-kicking. I agree. I want a bit more, too, but the story is still good. I think Scott Liddell is just not, uh, no one-pump chump. He's going long and strong, Jim, and you need to hang in there for the ride of your life. I hung in there for, what, 50 issues of his yeah, other books? Yeah, it's been books. a long time. Yeah. I need something to start happening. He's building up the characters. In my opinion, he's building up characters that I never cared a damn about before or in the case of Artemis had no damn idea who she was. Do you think that the character building this issue made you care any more about any of those characters? No, no, no. No. We already love them. Let's get on with it. You don't have to convince me. If my love is 92% and you're going to take 10 more issues to get it up to 94, I still love them. Boom. I want some ass kicking. He's giving new and readers jumping work, on points. Work. Yeah, along that. That's all I want. I've said it for four issues now. I want to see them as a team. This is why I wanted to get this book in the first place. He's giving new readers jumping on points along the way, every issue, and continues to reference past backstories, arcs, and changes America, and stories to draw new readers in. And the book, even though I too admit is lacking some action here and there, will pay off in the end like your 401k. Yeah, believe that. I don't have one of them. Crockpot cricket. And the, the thing is, I don't think that what Brett might be mistaken. I'm not just saying action. I just want them as a team. Yeah. It will lead to action. Yeah. It's not like I just want them punching people. We've already had that in this book With when they were beating each other up. They just kept beating each other up. I want them to be a team and move forward. We get the one issue where I think that they're going to start doing that, and they get separated. Immediately. Uh, you know, we really haven't had a scene where the three of them are in a team and going forward. We, we saw Artemis and, and Roy, or Artemis and Jason, I mean, dealing with what they think is happening with Bizarro and things like that. But we never had them as a team except for three pages this week. And then they're separated. So I made the connection before, and I'll say it again. I'm getting a Guardians of the Galaxy feel with this crew. Outcast joining together to save the day. It's just the other I thing. Know, I feel is, like I got more of a feel for that when Starfire was on the team. Well, I was just going to say that the problem with it is maybe it's because we dealt with this same guy. You know, it was a different team, but same concept Yeah. Uh, through a whole long run Years. so maybe that's why we just wanted to get going kill a b theory time here we go fucking kojak up in here magnum pi this shit bizarro will take those civilians he found back to red him and red her and they uh -huh. will help them revolt and take down the general 
is that is this something what what you're like you have a a, a magic eight ball that says the fucking regular i mean of course that's what's gonna happen <laughs> jesus christ it's like you pick up a fucking you think it's a magic fucking window it's just a window that shows you the story there's nothing that's that crazy about what you just said that's what everybody thinks unlike what we saw in kravia fuck kravia fuck jla <sighs> fuck crave Eric, I told you, if Ooh. I hear Crave one more time, I'll fucking flip out. Red Hood and the Outlaws just wanted to bow, the bow of Ra, but like the Guardians of the Galaxy, will do the right thing and help the little guys along the way. Yeah. yeah. Artemis' gal pal is using the bow. She's a, a Shinron Shimlack, he says, whatever the hell they're called. I don't think that Shimtar. she has it. I don't think she has it. I, too, thought they were the only ones that could use it, so she's using it. She's the villain. The general is just a large bag of dicks manipulating her to use it somehow. No worries, because the outlaws are going to end her and the general like cheesecake. I don't know what that means, but it's bad. And I yeah, was just actually thinking I, about could this be, beforehand, but... because we, we, haven't, we actually talked about this book earlier for the spotlight, but... Um, the idea, too, where, you know, Akilah's alive. She was the Shimtar. She could use the I know what you're going to say. Sh- so that means the- Artemis shouldn't be able to use it. She's not the uh, Shimtar now, right? Exa- oh, that or uh, Akilah isn't the Shimtar because yeah. the right has been passed on to Yeah, uh, uh, that's Artemis. the problem. And maybe she is working on the side because she or wants to like, use it. Or like, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, thing that, well, that's what I'm saying. This is what, re- this is what gets me is that if one's the Shimtar, the other can't. So it's one or the other. Right. So either they're going to get there and somehow Aquila is going to have to die before uh, Artemis does get it or we find out that, you know, Aquila isn't even Aquila. We've seen maybe it's that fucking shapeshifter again that was at the beginning of the uh, the last issue, the prologue. Remember that was pretending she yes, was Aquila? It, it might even be him again. I don't know. I like the story more than you two because I don't know where Jason was killed. So I went with it wasn't even that. It's just no. you said. You said it in the review. We're sick and tired of it. Constantly. That's all, all the time, he does. All we deal with is talk about Jason's yeah. death over and over again. Yeah, we know. We know it. And and if you don't know it, I, I would think you should. But now that I know, I agree it's pretty messed up. We can only hope he's chugged too much Robitussin and is just confused. And I'm happen. telling you, that didn't really bother me that much. It just kind of was an aside that I said it is odd to change that up. It just is odd to have that. Fuck- this is like a Star Wars version of coincidence. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like really coincidence. Not only did Artemis' village be right next to uh, Karak, but this is where Jason died Yeah, that's as where well. Jason died and ends up and in a cell across, right across the fucking alley i so hope this book somehow has a huge set up down the line to red hood and the outlaw saving the damn world the just league is out of commission and they pop in and save the day that would kick ass and it will it would never happen it oh i know it would never happen but it would for example for example what if the jla was never formed red hood and the outlaws would have jumped in to save the day during the jl versus suicide squad then we wouldn't need that dumbass book anymore Next, Jim, your thoughts on wanting some more action in this comic sound very similar to my thoughts on Batman last week that no one heard. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is uh, it's not just action. 
it, it's something moving forward as a team is what I want. I, I guess you, they'll the, have the to last listen. The issue of Batman was nonstop action. All it was yeah, punching each other in the face over and I over guess again. they'll have to listen to me bitch and moan about Hitch, the dark Phoenix Molly, Superman, a sly stallion, and a fucking headbutt, the equivalent of Hulk Hogan's atomic leg drop next week. Next topic is Supergirl. Aren't you two? This is basically an email about our spotlight. Aren't yeah. you two just so over the roof excited for the showdown coming between Batgirl and Supergirl? No. No. I was snookered in the reading it for a page that said they were separated, but now they are whole. And what's going on with Saturn Girl? Glad we got all the answers in this issue. Uh, all I know is that Emerald Empress went and told her, and she threw Supergirl under the bus, it seems. Totally. Oh, okay. That explains everything. God damn it. Maybe you two can do a better job explaining, says Wrong Turn, some things to me than this fucking issue. Steve Orlando is not a gem. He is getting on my list with the hitch. Dancing Mike, what are your thoughts again about Steve Orlando? I can't remember them. I'll expect the fact that Superman was split and is now whole. Sure, whatever red-blue bullshit they want to sell us, I'll bite. But any idea when the split happened? Was it convergence thoughts? No, they're just saying at the beginning of the New 52. When the, the universe, that's how where it seems that they're saying this. It always was. He makes it seem like it always was that fact. But when would this split have happened? I know you two are just as lost as all of us, but your guess at this point is better than mine or Steve Orlando's for that matter. Also, in your opinion, if everyone only remembers one Superman now, other than Lois and John, then do you think the DC Universe remembers Superman dying? No. Do no. you think people only remember him dying when he fought Doomsday in the 90s? Yes. yes. Or do they think Superman died twice now and came back twice? No. I think it's just the one time. I just can't figure this shit out. I'm like a blind man in urinal. I just have to figure it out. So I turn to you, my sensei, Eric Shea. Give me the guidance I seek. Teach me your ways like when you were a teen stealing your mom's booze and filling it back up with water, stealing money out of her purse and filling it up back with water. Did you do that? <laughs> you stole that and filled it with water? No, Pee. no, I actually just drank it and made him think that they did it. Yeah. Last thoughts. New Superman is running out of juice quick. I really did like it, but it's losing its flavor now. Son of a bitch. It's still good. Yeah. Titans was shit this week and the entire arc was a waste. And Justice 2 may be interesting. Is anyone reviewing that? He obviously doesn't go to the site. Nope. I, I fucking reviewed it. I reviewed it the, on Tuesday when it came out. Maybe he just doesn't go certain days and it got buried. Maybe. Yeah, I reviewed it. I, I gave the first chapter a 9 out of 10. It was great. Any human mind well, can learn complicated math given the right incentives. Just look at the bowling community. I will miss superpowers as well as my boys. Good shit for young readers. It's way better than any acting Sally Struthers ever did or even Joni Loves Chachi. I don't know. Joni Loves Chachi at its moments. Like so, Wrong Turn, I can almost always tell well, if a movie Chachi, doesn't use that. real dinosaurs. Plus Sally Struthers, she acted like a fucking 10 cents could save a kid's life. I believed it. That was good. That was fucking good. Uh, For the cup of coffee, I could fucking support an African. That that made me think. She's fucking great acting. Read Dark Knight. Red Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, Get Fresh Crew. Other than its shitty release schedule, it's pretty damn good. We we said, read that and trade. Get a trade. Just wait. To anyone interested, I'm not the kind of girl you can take home to your wife. Okay. All you listening right now, I beg you, stop buying Justice League. Just stop it. Look at it for free online if you must read it. Buy every other book, but not that one. Sales need to drop in order for changes to be made. And finally, I never understood why they were called chicken tenders until I let one caress my face. Have a great week. Get fresh crew. Stay safe. Season 7. Don't be a dink, but chain link. Jim, you're a gem. Eric, you're the lead singer of the holograms, which is basically the same thing. I'm totally, totally outrageous. Killer B. Out. Truly, truly out. Out. 
Next one is Travis. Thanks, Brett. Next is Travis. Travis says, here's the new TTTTTT segment. And I will say, if you, you go in the Get Fresh Crew, do, do, and maybe on uh, Twitter, Travis actually has a web page now. I, and it a screwed website. me up the whole thing. I'm like, what is TTT? Yeah, that is TTTTT. Wow. And now he says the segment everyone has been waiting on. Woo-wee. What the heck is that? Why, it's Travis's top three titles, tapestries and trash, of course. Okay, <laughs> I know I'm pushing it to use the word tapestries there, but I needed a word for art that started with a T, and this is what my son came up with. The intent is to list the top three issues this week three different ways. The story, the art, and the wow, this sucked more than it should have. Top three titles this week. Detective Comics. James Tyne is just killing it. His lead up to the impending Cassandra Shiva fight is perfect. I just can't wait number two wonder woman just seeing where veronica got those dogs was awesome it makes up for the fact that i have no idea what the fuck happened with cersei and wonder woman number three red hood and the outlaws i'm starting i'm really starting to care about bizarro as more than just comic relief this book is great the top three tapestries Eric. the amazing spider-man an okay story but art was fantastic weapon x i can't believe i might like a book with logan in it and frost giant's fury which is a Dungeons and Dragons book, and he has mentioned this a I couple times in the chat. Um, I want to check out. I might get this Frost Giant's Fury. I always like a good D and D book. The art alone is worth reading this book for. That sounds like Reviewer One Hundred One. Does the top three of the trash heap this week were JLA. Oh my God, this book is becoming an embarrassment. The <laughs> art and the story and the dialogue all sucked. I don't mind the art. Vampirella. What a huge letdown in both art and story from the last issue. Very disappointing. And number three, hard to pick between Titans and Action Comics. I'll go with Action Comics since it fell further than Titans did. That's it for the first installment of T-T-T-T-T-T. Always remember, Batgirl used to be good. Uh, We're going to take a break now, and we'll be back with old Reggie to sing us into some books, Eric. So close, no matter how far Ginger views come straight from the heart Forever trust in one as words Cause ginger views matter Jim never opens himself this way to his wife, or his family Let's not forget Eric Shane Cause his reviews matter Trust I seek and I find in him Twelve hours a week we get jammed Mind for fuck you five Cause Jim's reviews matter How drunk is Eric Shane? Segregation Reggie Segregation Reggie Pants have fallen Boom Boom, Boom, done. Ah, yes, I picked that song because we are here with Reggie. 
which we heard at the end of that. And, and also, Eric's been drinking. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how drunk yes, is Eric Shea? That's the question. How I told drunk you this in confidence. Eric Shea. <laughs> the other thing is, I do, I want to make a call out to Mike. We do need a song for when Reggie is with us. It seems True weird uh, when we have these songs and Reggie is not mentioned. So, uh, we need another song for Reggie's books because this is Reggie's he, book he's, section. He's just going to do another song over Titus High. That's all. That's all. That is. The Reggie's reviews and yeah. that's all he'll do then that'd be pretty good but That'll yeah uh, this is Reggie's section of the podcast and we have a bunch of books not two books like last week I think that was no. last week right when you yep. only had two books you actually have four books and mm-hmm. some of them are actually good that, that, that was is the most surprising part of all, really. That is very surprising. It's also surprising that Eric Shea has fallen off the wagon again. Eric, how, how are you doing? You were talking a little bit before. I don't know if Reggie will agree. A little slur to his to his talk. Do you agree, Reggie? <laughs> he does a little, sound a little loose. Yeah, he does a little loosey-goosey. I understand that it's the Kryptonian day for truth, but we don't have to be this truthful. Well, well, it is true. Well, I, had really. couple, I had a couple hours between when Jim and I recorded earlier to when Reggie, Jim, and I were recording now. And I'm like, I haven't been out and about in a while. I'll go out and have a couple drinks. That's <laughs> well, all. What's thing you do? You got time Who to is kill. Laughing? Time to get I hate them. That's all. I yes, was yes. losing on the chair. I figured, why not get out and about? Uh, so you went out and about. Were you talking to anybody at the bar about the Milestorm universe? Did that ever come up? Were you talking to anybody about He-Man? Possibly. No, no. I, I came to find out at this time around that my bar yeah. has turned into a place for senior citizens. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm it, talking to the 60s year the old thing. It, The whole place that you go to was always for senior citizens. The, the you say fact that, of the matter is, did. you're the. It's just you're old now. Before yeah, you would sit there as you're, a you're 25 year old. Yeah, here's that's the deal really too. Well, he was there at 25. These other people were 45. He thought they were young enough. Now they've <laughs> all everybody's age. Nobody leaves that bar. That's the black hole of Quakertown. I, I know my old boss probably still probably was there tonight. Uh, the guy's 90. That's his bar. So I, I don't know what Eric's saying, that it was like this hopping young uh, juke it joint that the kids used to go. No, it yeah. wasn't. It you never was. You don't know. Was, I know like from the, the people I know. Was, uh, the kids down at the hop. They there is the not any way with, uh, that any kids, like I'm talking, a 22-year-old would be like, hey, let's go <clears> to the pub. Yeah. That is the last place in Quakertown they would go. Explain the bar to America. Explain exactly how that bar is set up. It's a bar, and in the back, there's a restaurant. Yeah, there's a <laughs> restaurant in the back, and there's a jukebox. There's yeah. the yeah. That sounds like a real swinging young time there. Yeah, Just then that's not a goddamn disco. Would you say? Pub food. I don't know what you want from me here. Right. Yeah, it's well, just a fa- it's like a pub family type restaurant, but it's like I'm telling you, it's like Moe's in The Simpsons. It's really what that's <laughs> like. It's not a great place to go. Eric seems to think it's this young fucking place. It used to be. I used to no, be the old guy not. there in my late twenties. Yeah, the old guy in your late twenties for probably about ten minutes. Plus, I'm telling you, <laughs> you go in there right now, and I bet you, all today, the average age of that bar is probably about forty-five to fifty-five. At well, there's all the only times place for people that are day drinking on a Friday. Huh, I'm saying that that's what there's that big, place there is. There is something to that. Plus, you know. The good Catholics are in church. Plus, right. I mean, and plus, it's like it, it's connected to what a uh, a uh, pet store and, yeah. and and a uh, goddamn what used to be a friendlies. 
I'm telling you, this is not a guy. Well, it's funny that he ever thought that this was a young. I don't know. Jim bar. hasn't been in a bar in 25 goddamn years. Tell me what's a young bar or not. Uh, here's the deal. Right down the street when there was that Reeds and all, was that more of a young bar than, than the pub? Reeds? Yeah, when that was there. I don't even remember a fucking Reeds being there. Yeah, that was down where that seafood place was. That was oh, where see, that I don't was even, all. You're that. talking about way before my time. So well, I'm no saying that there are going. three bars that are within two feet of that bar that are more of a young <laughs> bar than the shit place he's going to. I'm telling you, you go in, it's dark as hell in there, and there's yeah. a restaurant and, and you know, and a jukebox. I'm, I'm picturing like the bar that I used to drink at as a kid. But when I when I drank at that this bar in my 20s, uh, I knew it was a old yeah, person. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Eric just didn't aware. know. No, the thing is, the bar I used to go before this, the Trum, was always an old person bar, and then after 9 o'clock, it became young. Yeah, and the, the Trum is a piece of shit bar. <laughs> These are all pieces of shit bars. What the hell is bars. a Trum? The what Trum is the neighboring town, the borough of Trumbowersville. It's the Trum when, when you used to go, uh, what was the age of the, the that old bartender that you said that you knew, that my wife knew? That what, guy was... Yeah, no, at, at oh, the no, pub. That's it. The thing is, I only knew that guy one time he was filling in for a weekend. That was okay. it. Tell yeah, you, what, th- everything you're talking about is well before my time. Yeah, no, I'm just saying most of the how what how was the bartender tonight at the at the uh, pub? The bartender tonight was like 45. Yeah, and she looks really good. For but her again, age. that's oh normal thing for an old people bar to have a 45 year old bartender. But it was yeah, also during the day. Yeah, I think I think day drinking no... definitely played a big part in this, but I it do might also think that you got to see this bar. If me and you, Reggie, if me and you went to right. this bar, you would go in, and I'm telling you, Eric is looking at it through rose. First off, he's blind. So, sounds like we see right some at home old. We're in our forties. Yeah, you fine. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was always that though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would go because uh, my old boss and his uh, wife, who were both my bosses, would uh, ask us if we wanted to go for dinner there, and I'm telling you, at nine o'clock the the average age there was 70 it was fucking pitiful there there's nothing to do yeah, now, what would it, used to be a hopping place oh, no what would a young what person you do? do i'm saying people when kid when girls and, and guys in their 20s go to a bar they for like i'm talking a, a jumping bar thing they have you're bands talking about a club is what you're they, talking no about. i'm saying just bands music things like that this place has nothing there's not even any room how many people could sit at that bar does it have poker machines does it have a video poker it has a video machine it's not I don't know if they have poker or not. I never play them, though. I think they're nonsense. How many people could legitimately sit at that bar? If they have video poker, then all it is is a gambling front. And you you, (laughs) – I don't even know what that place is. Actually, I actually think it's a front for uh, drug running. I don't see how that place – I don't even see how that place could remain open all this time. Uh, I'm asking, how many seats are at that bar? I have no idea. I've never counted the seats. There's probably about, what, 16 Maybe. There's way more than 16 at the, the bar. Occupational yes. limit? Yeah, I, I'm and telling I, you, when was the last time you were in this bar, Jim? Probably about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? You yes, were not I had paying to, attention then. Well, I'm 16 saying, per... I'm not saying in where you can eat at the restaurant. I'm saying no, sitting I'm at the bar. So it am sounds I. to yeah, me like Jim and Eric bar night is on the horizon. Exactly. No, no I'd never go anywhere with that fucking asshole. <laughs> that place is a shithole. Listen to him. He's a, yeah. That place is a goddamn shithole, and he's an alcoholic. That's all it is. He's at an old people's there. bar. It's, it's where I could walk to. I don't know what yeah. you want from me here. I don't want anything from you. Just shut your fucking mouth. Let's go. Let's go with these books. All right. What's all right. first? 
We got Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 18, written by Robert Vendetti, art by V. Ken Marion and Dexter Vines. It's the Sinestro Corps for us. It's the Sinestro Corps for us. Instead of respect, we get jeers. Instead of shock, they've got no fear. It's the Sinestro Corps. We just want to build a giant lantern. It's not like it will be the only one. There's no mean need to get so mean and nasty. We didn't know it was blocking out your son. Don't you think we ought to work together? I believe we can do it if we try. We just need to overcome our program that says the Green Lantern Corps must die. We get treated like we're on the skids just because we stole their kids. Instead of hellos, we get grunts because we're yellow. They are cunts. It's the Sinestro Corps. <laughs> wow, I really pushed that. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah, you used the C head. word. Yeah. I'm just busy looking at photos of the pub on the, on the oh my Facebook. God. I'm oh, looking yeah, at I, What's that? Doing our research? Yes, I'm doing research. Uh, the Green Lantern Corps. Well, I got, afterwards, I'll send you a picture of uh, the top picture out at the pub on the Facebook. Send it you'll over. Laugh. <laughs> you'll laugh. I will when we're done. You'll see. You'll see the fucking clientele there. Uh, I like this issue. It, it started off weird. I thought that it started off very generic to a point where I actually want to look back to see if Robert Vendetti was writing it because it's really, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's really like really elementary with uh, Space Ape and uh what's well, it started off with space ape so that was already but, and i don't oh, yeah, mind that that's thing. that's right pretty away, fun i'm happy you, we got a goddamn gorilla yeah and goran's yeah, son they're the going there and basically it's like hey look uh rookie you're making the patrol together yeah you know what that's what you say but if until i see another ape you call me space ape and it's okay and you get yeah, this they whole... even have reference to the whole lost army but it's yeah yeah there is that that i like that and I it's like basically that. Basically, forty-eight get... hours right here. You know what I mean? We ain't yeah, buddies. No. We ain't partners. We ain't friends. And as soon as what? I find whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, yep, that's what it is. And they end up going. They have Lauren this temporal Sunday, anom- anomaly, and it seems like there are these temporal anomalies going on uh, that mm. they have to keep on checking out. And when they it's go there, bullshit. But they go here anyway. Yeah. Well, they go to this little what appears to be almost like a you know a meteorite a or a, planet, a rock, yeah. uh, and it does seem like it is the planet that Hal Jordan was on when he made his own ring. Uh, we both, we all three of us said that we were wondering if it was that, and yeah. then later on, Hal even says that he was there. So I do think that that is the case. He says the now, planet looks familiar, but when they when they look at whatever this stuff is, it's that will. And and Eric, do you remember these pointy creatures from something in Jeff? Or didn't these guys have something to do in Jeff Johns' run? I th- I thought I, that that was I more looked- recent. I look at it and they seem familiar, but for whatever reason, whenever I see them, I think of Laser Beak from the goddamn Transformers. Well, yeah, I'm saying I'm I like, think that this was something. I don't know why. I thought this was something from Renegade. That I there was really, something really when he went it and it attacked the ship, but I, I can't say that. I'd I, be able I to really find looked it, it up uh, only on the internet. I didn't really check any yeah. any of my old comics, but right. I could swear this was something from like somewhere in somewhere before the uh, you think the, before uh, Darkest Night, but after. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, well, way before. Then. I mean. They might have come back even. I, didn't yeah, I swear, so I, I think I saw something happened. like this at one point, but I, I don't even know. It might have even been 
I don't know if it was during Lost Army though that they attacked, but it, it probably wasn't. Uh, right. But again, you're you're having a problem now. Uh, th- there is the cave, and it does look around where Hal Jordan had gone and made that ring out of pure will. If it is mm. that, in case now the other thing that's odd is. Uh, What's his name? The Green Lantern does point out. I keep forgetting his name. Goran's son. Goran's son. Yeah. Goran's son. He points out how they did lose a lot of character. You know, a lot of Green Lanterns during the Lost Army and the Edge of Oblivion type deal. Uh, I wonder if this is their will. It's weird that he brought that up right when they get to this planet and yeah. those rings. They they never returned. And then you get these, and you get these like almost like construct type, you know, these monster things. And it does so seem these things are, are being made from, you know, some I think from some kind of will. They do detect yeah. that it's like a repository of will. So whether it's yeah. from these dead lanterns or from Hal or from both, yeah, I wonder that, what's going I think, on. I think you're on the you're on the nose there of, of what's happening. But I think I think the other the other watershed moment of this scene is the fact that these two guys, they're breaking each other's balls the whole time. Yeah. But when they're about to get killed, they're ready to sacrifice them. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And and I like that. I actually like those two together. It looks like they're gone. But then you go back to Mogo and the yellow lanterns are building their battery. They're building the battery on Mogo and this isn't going well. And no. the Green Lanterns are pissed. The Yellow Lanterns are pissed because the Green Lanterns are watching them. I was waiting for somebody to say, take a picture. But that, I mean, of I do got to point longer. out, though. They are building the Yellow Battery, like, right fucking there. Yeah, like, right you, there. You, know, you, you can't take it across town. Come on. I know. You know <laughs> it's true. Segregation it's right there. District, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell's going on here? Segregation. It, yeah, it is. It's right there. <laughs> it is right there. And, and they're going. And you have John, Kyle, and Hal are kind of like, you know, the big dogs just watching. Uh but then a fight breaks out. And again, this is something, it is at a larger scale. It's still the same thing of you got to fight before you become friends. And yeah. it's a grander scale here. And uh, Kilowog comes and starts, you know, getting pissed off and then gets attacked. Uh, who is the big yellow lantern? Forget his name. I don't know the guy off the top of my goddamn head. I really like him. And I like the way no. when he actually shrinks back down. I love the way. That V. Ken Marion does it. I like V. Ken Marion's art in this a lot. I, I think he does a really good yeah. job, uh, especially with all the I'm different you, characters. I, I love V. Ken Marion. He's doing a kick-ass job on the characters. For whatever reason, though, now that uh, Kyle is a Green Lantern again, I don't like the way he looks. I don't know if his hair is too stringy or whatnot. He just looks fucking unkempt. Yeah, and I just don't like him as a him. Green Lantern. I, I actually do wish he Did was you finally realize Lantern. that his visor looks ridiculous? Was that what it was? It no, is his over visor's the top. always looked ridiculous. That's, that's not I mean, the point. It, that's the worst. It's and, and, yeah. and it, it's just, it's a big fight. You get to see, you know, how use his full imagination to make a goddamn big wrench. You know, yeah. shit like that. And, you know, he's going to town. Uh, you know, John Hugh has a jackhammer that he's going with. Uh, but then uh, Guy and Arkillo show up. And arm and arm. Look at this. Yep, you know, and tell everybody are. to stop best it. buds now. And it says, listen, we fought each other so that you guys don't have to fight anymore. We, we showed you that everybody's tough. We're both tough. And we're going to go from here. So, you know, knock it the fuck off. And yeah. it's funny because a Guy is really talkative. And I'm like, when is Arkillo gonna, you know, get involved? He finally does. And then thank God, because I'm telling you, I'm waiting for him to like, you know, guy is talking this entire time. I was just waiting for him to like let his guard down and Arkillo to stab him in the goddamn back. Just fucking punches him right in the face. Teeth ripped out. You know, his mouth is probably really sore. His fucking eye is ripped out. Yeah, his eye still has that deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that they end up, and then everybody's like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, Shaq Kilowog's like with those big legs of yours, you know, I could teach you how to get some leverage." And it is now their best. That buds. seems sexy. I don't even know about your song that goes when you share a little bit of yourself. That is true. Without people knowing. And yes, then Sorna comes over and you know says hi to Kyle, and they have that thing going on, and you know, yeah, they had that whole goddamn thing from pre-flash playing going on where they were in a relationship. Like, yeah, it's just. It was even, yeah. And it was it was kind of uh, spelled out a little before. It was hinted at right before that, and right. then she shows up and says it. And there's and I, a little... think, I, I don't think that's been really a thing since Brightest. No, I, I don't think, think so Brightest either. That happened. And, and uh, yeah. it's so weird because we have not had word one yet about Carol Ferris, this whole that's thing. You know, that, that hasn't been a factor for years, as far as I know. Yeah, they well, I'm telling you, like, since Omega Men, I'm, but right before that, they were a thing. Then Omega Men happened, and we were got, Kyle yep. got out into the Vegas system doing his own thing. But I have to wonder whether or not we had that. It was the Writer's Workshop story where they had them together again, and it seemed that Carol might have been pregnant. Like, is that in canon? I don't know. Yeah, we had really no seemed, idea. Like, it was playing along the same lines where we left off, besides for the Omega Men. So, like, what's going on with Carol, guys? Come on. Don't throw yeah. Sornick back in here as a yeah, possible no. love interest. Yeah, for this they're, kind of they're throwing it there. What's going it, on? It, there's some sexual tension going on there too. None and of even that on writers that writers' workshop shit was in canon. No, I'll tell you no. what, just like disregard all of it. It, no, just, and it then, just seemed right in line with where we left off Kyle and uh, Carol. They may have been Omega pulling back. from it, but they're they, not gonna they're not gonna take it from it down the line. But no, no, no I guess. Well, Sornick Sornick flies off, and you see, and that's where you see the side view of it's Kyle's ridiculous mask, and but then you look and you see that the green lanterns are now helping build the yellow battery as well so yeah. everybody's joining That's in the, the sharing, so then you go yep then you go up to the atrium of the guardians and i was wrong remember i said that i thought we they were, were trying to bring back the guardians now yeah, they, they were, were definitely they trying were to bring, bring back, back the lanterns they yep, they were trying to get, yep they were trying to get the blue lantern core back they they failed obviously and it's funny too because they failed at doing that also made Kyle back to a green, so he doesn't have the blue power. So now it really is only yeah, it's only Saint Walker though. They they really did fuck up a bit by doing that. Uh, but yeah, they yeah, but they the, still the Guardians' whole thing is always just like everything is proceeding. Yeah. Perfectly the planet. Like the planet's like breaking down and everything's going wrong. He says that. But yeah, and then they throw in that little bit that everybody seems to want to throw in where you have them sitting there and Ganthet says, you know, we've sensed forces powerful and unknown intervening. I'm like, really? I, I've had enough of this already. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're supposed to put this in every two or three issues so that we remember that shit's going on in the big story. Oh, show me already, motherfucker. But yeah, they God don't damn. know any. Nobody knows anything, but they keep saying Nobody that there's something knows. out there. Uh, but yeah, then they're they're trying to find a Space Ape and uh, Goran's, uh, Goran's son, yeah. right? Goran's son. Salak, Salak can't read his them on his, on his communicator, yeah. so they find out they were on that planet and how to recognize it. They'll have a planet lantern. You got it, Jim. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there they go. They can't find it, and that's where... You know, Hal's like, I know this place. And I I think that it is pointing out that that's where he made his ring. Yep. Well, I'm telling, uh, you, I'm telling you, the rocky surface alone is what really I, – I actually didn't even think when he said that he knew this place. I was I didn't even think about that while reading this issue. For whatever reason, it was the rocky surface of the place where we saw him make his own goddamn ring yeah, after he got yeah. the like, Cronus gauntlet. And I'm like um, – 
it's just it was just weird because we have these willpower like things you know we saw the freaking like tendrils of will just coming over rock and shit like that I'm like mm-hmm. this seems like some kind of fucking repercussions of that shit that will how was doing previously because like yeah like i said i, I think I'm that it glad is we are dealing with that because it was a fucked up thing that we never really got an explanation he wore corona's gauntlet and he yep. became an entity of pure will and exploded i'm like we got to have, and even made a, uh, as we know, a ring out of this, like the willpower that he well, had. Well, that's I'm where, like, yeah, that's where we, it seems like he made that ring there. About this, and I'm happy as fuck to see that we and, have And here's the thing the, the way that that's showing. Cronus Gauntlet doing that, yeah. didn't it? Didn't it? Like, yeah, and, yeah. No, yeah. Do I, I don't know if they destroyed it. As far as I know, I don't remember any of that because um, he became a, like a being of pure will. I don't think he was pulling on Cronus Gauntlet at all that whole time was happening. It was like his own thing. Like he became the embodiment of yeah. will at that no. point that he was able to do this. But when he made that ring, it was something that nobody's ever done. And now maybe we're going to see that it really wasn't fully him. If this is that where or, this will is swirling around. That. What's that? That or it's like this is something yeah. you don't do because there you, are fucking you ripped up this there. time space. Yeah, like, yeah. This is because something Kyle pulled that. him back from the dead zone through the ring, remember? Yeah, like that yeah. Even made it, it was even, that he ring. probably pulled another dimension into the game, so... But it, you know, it's uh, it's uh, definitely interesting. Yeah, and uh, at that because, point, like, interesting we, bit of sticky wicket, eh? Yeah. Where we go, though, I the, whole, like, <laughs> the whole idea to get Goran's son and space ape there was through this temporal anomaly they had, which ends which up going on Mogo, which is Rip Hunter. We find out at the end, but I don't know how much this whole willpower on this planet, this entity itself. Has you know to do with the temporal energy though it almost seems like a side thing going on. Well, and the thing is, it's the way they're making it seem. There's these temporal uh, anomalies everywhere. Like I mean, they're they're going on. They're like another one, and they even said when they were going to that one that this wasn't just the first thing. That's what they were all out going to get. So I suspect it was Rip Hunter trying to like pinpoint you know where he had to get to. Yeah, yeah, bouncing pink. Pinballing through space, and that's what happens here. They, they get another temporal an anomaly, anomaly that's right there, and then it opens up, and it's Rip Hunter. He says, "I'm, uh, you know, the Green Lantern Corps has been erased from the future, and he's there to do so." And he passes out, and then they're it's like, sleepy. "What the fuck? He's got a Green Lantern ring on," and Which they have cool no idea hell. what he's saying. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, and now we have to think, you know, what would make the Green Lantern Corps disappear? And, and things I'm like saying that. the timeless in Molly, right? Yeah, no. No, I no, say no, that no, they're no. back to Lost Army. They're just going to oh, leave God the universe it. again. Uh, oh. But we'll see. Or maybe the Temple oh, Anomaly God. and all this other things have to do with them disappearing and coming back. Maybe there's maybe. something <clears throat> they have fucked up. We still don't know why they disappeared. No. Maybe this no. will be, finally, we'll get the answer oh, after all these issues of why the fucking Green Lantern Corps just disappeared out of nowhere. But we'll see. But I, I did like this issue. What did you give it, Reggie? Uh, I enjoyed it too. You know, this was a lot of the also interactions between the Green Lantern Corps and the Sinestro Corps that I've wanted to see. Even though yeah. you kind of could have guessed what would happen, we we've never really seen any kind of meaningful, you know, actual repartee between them. No, and we saw that definitely with Goran's son and uh, Space Ape in the beginning, saw and then Kilo and Guy Gardner. That yeah. that was that was the real payoff. But even with the with the the guys the the guys building the lantern, there was a lot of ribbing going back there. I think revealed a lot about their characters and the fact that that they're going to work together and you know that that uh they were able to get past it by beating the shit out of each other the beautiful yeah, superhero way. I thought the book was well paced. I really loved the art. I gave it an eight out of ten. Yes, indeed. I think that I would go 
8 out of 10 as well. I love the art. I thought the art was really good. I think that he did a really good job. And yeah, Kyle looks ridiculous. I just think that's his design. That, that fucking yeah. mask yeah. is just well, awful. I'm telling uh, you, the mask wasn't my problem. It was just the unkempt hair for whatever bothered me. I, li- I actually like the hair. And I, I even like uh, Hal's hair as well. He's got yeah. a little unkempt look as well. Punky, you know what I mean? But yeah, when, yeah, I like it. And when Rip Hunter came, that, that looked all, all of them looked really good. He's doing a really good job. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, I really like it up until I'm telling you the beginning with uh, Space Ape and Goran Sun. It it was a little elementary to me. It was like really. Rocket I'm telling you, it was really like almost like a little kid's storybook almost. At one point, I'm like, what is going on? And then it paid off when they actually because they were just going back and forth with each other. But then, like Reggie said, when they got attacked, they were willing to you know sacrifice themselves for each yeah. other. I really did like that. And then after that, I really liked it. So yeah, I'll give it an eight out of ten. How about you, Aaron? I give it a 7.5. I love the art in this, except for Kyle. And the whole thing, like you said, like the Goran Sun and Space Ape Bill, it was it was a little bit, you know, weak, you know, just reading like, all right, we're doing this shit. And even when we get back to Mogo and they're having their goddamn, you know, problems while they're trying to build this battery, it's like, yeah, we're kind of dealt with this already. I don't know how far we're going to take this. But because of those aspects, I would give it a 7.5 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the rest of the book. All right. Uh, what's next, Reggie? Next up, we got Suicide Squad number 15, written by Rob Williams, art by John Romita Jr. and Eddie Barrows, Richard Friend and Eber Ferreira, Dean White, and Adriana Lucas. Amanda Waller was dead. Now Amanda <laughs> Waller is back. I don't know who is loyal to what or why anymore. There was hardcore ahead. Many readers were lost. Try to patch it up by shoving General Zod back in the story. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, there's a new issue to come. And it will, it will feel like something written in the middle of a NyQuil trip. So I know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't want to stop you, uh, Mister Crowded House. But yeah, that was <laughs> I, yeah, I've been I've been drinking a lot of uh, Nyquil the, the last couple of days. So uh, Rick, nice. Eric is not the only one drunk right now. Exactly. I actually had some, actually had some right before we started, and it's I actually, drink with senior citizens. You drink with minors. I drink with my kids. <laughs> I drink my nice. uh, you know my Robitussin Man, or I feel left out. Nyquil. I'm sitting there sober as a church mouse over Fall here. down there, straight edge. I've just been <laughs> sick. It just sucks. But uh, yeah, this this issue sucked. <laughs> I didn't. It, I don't it, like it this really, book really anymore. I, I don't like all. this book anymore. No. And to the point where we it starts out, and me and Eric were so into this book at the beginning for just a fun time. Immediately now top it's five so coolest. it's so convoluted uh, to the point where when I start reading an issue, I've got to remember what the fuck. Like really, what happened? It's all. It's every other week, and I still can't remember what happened the last issue because I care that little. Uh, it it's nothing really happens. I mean, we have, we're now at issue 15. This series could have just started. It just nothing is. I mean, mean, this is over a year's worth in, you know, monthlies. This was monthlies. And granted, there were two tie ins with the uh, crossover. Yeah, there was. And those both were very quiet, like not. Like nothing has happened in this book for fucking issue after issue after issue. And the fact that Amanda Waller is back, well, I didn't like Harcourt. At least we had turned a corner and something. Exactly. And there was something yeah, it seemed there like there was something new. Yeah. And they wiped that away. And the, this whole plan of Amanda Waller to to assassinate two or three politicians. 
yeah. surreptitiously is the worst plan. Yes, this is, is the kind of plan where I'm just like, yo, Eric, you know, to, yo. It, to get rid of to get rid of Jim. Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna do, okay, is uh, I'm gonna befriend Jim over like a decade. Okay. okay? All right. <laughs> and I got then you. we're gonna throw a big party for him. I feel you. Okay. And you gotta rent a gym. That one of those where the where the floor opens up and there's a pool. Nah. Okay, yeah, I got we'll you. Build That's cool. a pool with lava. All right, yeah. And we don't even fu- invite Jim. We, where the Jim, hell am I going to get lava this time of year? That that's there, and we and we know he we know that he knows, and we're going to follow him. You know, and I I, 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 I lost track of the plan. Yeah. What's going on now? Yeah, everybody's a, lost track because this is the plan. plan. This is what she. We find out her full plan, but even then, it's it's like she's already back. And she's doing her thing, and you have Rustum. They capture Rustum. But by the time she gets around to tell Harcourt what that plan was, I, I didn't give a fuck. I, I really well, didn't. I didn't care. And when she started saying the plan, I, I was drifting away. I just was like, okay, so you got Deadshot to shoot you, uh, what, but you what, had Enchantress to, to cast a spell, and then it, that's oh, it. Oh, God, it was so complicated and stupid, and, and it depended so much on minute, minute things happening in this specific but er, you know, erratic and yes. unpredictable way. It yeah. was just ridiculous. I, I, I mean, it was, like, it was like I said, it was the kind of thing where the shit is falling apart all around I, you, and you're just like... Everything is going according to plan. Everything's going to plan, and then all these people end up getting killed by Rustum, but they were the people that she wanted killed because they were part of the people, and they weren't really legit, and that was fine, and... Ridiculous, you know. I think and, you guys and, lost sight of something very important. Out of nowhere, Rustum has two swords. One his normal, like, you know, plasma sword. One a blue sword that I guess opens up, the te- like, the teleportation. But neither are a scimitar. They're both broadswords, and I have no idea what's going yeah, on in the character. I don't even I'll care. Get... And then he's got a katana sword in the middle that she grabs from him and cuts off Deadshot's hand. And then Fucking Deadshot's deal. hand. God damn Yeah, the soul that, taker yelling for arms. With Harley, I... I, I sent Jim the uh, this panel yes. real early in the week when I first read it. So like there's a scene where Harley reveals that she's not dead because she's wearing a Kevlar bustier. Boom. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually on the cover also. But but you know yeah. here's the chance to draw a gratuitous awesome set of tits and she fucking looks like a top. Yeah, I don't know what's like, like going a, on. Like there. a toy top. She looks it's not horrible. sexy. Like, what the hell happened? That's not sexy. <laughs> it's funny too because usually when we usually when we put these covers up uh, for a review or a preview, we have some people who are like, "Oh, great! Here we go again with the gratuitous shots." I think most people were confused. Yeah. They were just like, "I don't even know what that is." <laughs> they were like, "Oh, okay." I can't even tell these are tits looking at them. Honestly, no, it's no. Yeah. that that's bad. You better stop it. Wearing like one of those like. Uh, Rubber suits know. that have like fake tits sewn into them. You ever see yeah. those? Yeah, I, I got one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's so oh. weird. Well, go, go tell us about the ins and outs of this issue. Yeah, go for it, Reggie. Uh, so, I don't know. Anyway, so Amanda Waller shows up and she's all <laughs> smarmy, smiling. She's like, You didn't get me. Rustin shocked. Basically, Suicide Squad then goes to town. They kill all of the other people, including their hack, which is Jin. The other people, oh, I, know, never, I never magic piece technology. Exactly. Yeah, magic magic, magic beats beats technology, tech. digital man. Yeah, uh, digital I never learned man. the other guys' names. I never really cared. They get no. Killed, like, you don't instantly. give a fuck about them. So stupid. 
Uh, I, I know that boomerang decapitates a guy like a, like Just raven, nice. raven or whatever. Really is a fucking lethal. No, no. Tell me, tell me this. Why would he kill that guy and then yell, "That's for Hack"? When we all know that he's the one who killed uh, Hack. My, but you didn't know that was part of his plan. Eric. Oh, I don't know. Who knows in this book? It's weird. It's like Wheels supposed to be wheel. crosses and double crosses. It's it's just nothing. Yeah. yeah I hate uh, it. I don't want to play I anymore. I hate this. I, I so just... anyway, so Rustin tries to split, and uh, that's when Deadshot, who has lost his hand, mind you, but with his yes. other gun hand, shoots Rustin, and he basically says at the end, you know, he uh, he always he went with Waller because Waller always wins. Yeah. It's a good and I don't even get the impression that he's really loyal. He just went by the, you know, the, yeah. the better the, odds. The person of... he saw who was going to win. <laughs> and hey, Rustin, where'd you get that other sword? Yeah, yeah they should have knows? Who knows? Then you see Hack, and all Hack is there to see is so that you realize, yeah, she is dead, even though we have said a million times how she could be brought back because of the oh, way yeah. Boomerang was brought back. All these through, through all this digital download. If anything, the fact that she has a body is more proof to me that she'll just fucking come back to life any minute. It's oh, yeah. just weird, She's though. Be like, just like Jim with that whole digital construct. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I just think that they have nothing for her to do, and they realize they have a stinker of a character. So there she goes. They, you have fucking Deadshot yeah. gets to Very go nice. off with his family for a little. I didn't even know that was Deadshot. Uh, that is I the worst-looking Deadshot I've ever really seen in my bad. life. You know, who he is like that? Some, like eighties yuppie cokehead or something. Yeah. I don't know where the hell. No, what the fuck that is? He's also got a Luke Skywalker hand. Let's not yeah, forget that. That's cool. Luke Skywalker. Hand. I'm telling you, the thing is, I look at Deadshot and I always snokes that smarmy mustache he has. When he has a full beard, you don't know who the fuck you're looking at. No, Plus, even at the one where normal. when his, his daughter head. comes Way and off. she's like, "Dad," just... I'm like, "Who the fuck is that? Look at that fucking scumbag." It's Floyd. It's Floyd. It's you terrible. Know, I'm looking at that robot hand too. It's awful. It looks like one of those hands like you yeah. buy when you go to the museum <laughs> and they sell them in the fucking museum gift Yeah, shop. like you the know, little the thing that's on a stick. Hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I on a one. stick. They, it's fucking oh terrible. God. What a piece of shit. You would think they could give him a better hand. It, that John Romita, he's fucking awful. He's Josh, the hack. I wish he's the hack that would die. Stuff. He's don't terrible. Don't yeah, you heard me. He's terrible. And then you go, and then the next part of the story, I guess Eddie Barrows so does the, the art. That pissed me off. So now, all along, we've been going where there's been basically two stories, or really, you know, two thirds of the issue has been the John Romita Jr., and then the last third would be this thing with Eddie Barrows, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and Eric even mentioned, and we all mentioned, and the first time they did it after Just League Suicide Squad, like, oh, I don't want to keep reading backups. Yeah. I'd rather they write a story all the way through, even if they have to change artists. And that's I'd rather what, yeah. be that way. But anyway, so we've been going along this way where they had done it two stories and I've gotten used to it. And now all of a sudden they stop fucking doing it. But this is yeah. a totally different second story. No, She's no, now we, we did this last issue friend. too where they had something like this where it was continuing the same story, but it was like marked as like almost like a backup itself. And that's really well, no, it off it always issue. continues the story or it always does inform the, the other story. But mm-hmm. there's credits here at this point, and they're not, they didn't put the fucking credits in here. Yeah, they, they put, put them at the end. end and they put them all at the end together. It was Poor like John Carey, Sarah. It's, it's John Carey. They're crying. 
I, I felt bad for him at that one point. Like, oh, poor John Kerry. But yeah, this is basically the the second part to tell you Amanda Waller's plan. And with Harcourt, I, I don't even know what goes on then because Harcourt is in charge, but now she isn't only because Waller came back and then Waller was commended and the given back the suicide did a squad. Great job burning down Washington, D.C. Yeah. to kill like five people. How, how he gave her the suicide squad this? back. Yeah, fine. this is that's the part I don't understand. If you had Amanda Waller come back and have to, uh, on the shadows, use the Suicide Squad to try to get back the Suicide Squad, I would have liked that a little more. Not just, yup, I'm back, baby. Uh, you know, the president said I did a good job. Hardcore doesn't even seem to know what's going on. It's just, it's I, a bunch of don't. nonsense. Yeah. It's like, like where do, what does Hardcore do now? Just fuck off back. That's you know, what I mean. Like, does she just walk like, out of there this, and go oh, home? Well, Is she fired? Me. Does she have a so, job? <laughs> The whole thing is ridiculous, and I agree. That would have been much better if, like, they kept Amanda Waller in the shadows for a while, yeah. you know what I mean? And we would have seen what this, this Suicide Squad under Harcourt. It would have been nice, for example, if the Suicide Squad at any point were going to actually leave Bell Rev for an extended period of time and do a mission. Yeah. Instead of constantly, yeah, constantly be nice. sitting around this one area for yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool thing for them to do. You know? you know, I don't know why you'd ever want to have the Suicide Squad actually on a real mission. Like the you latest, know? the last time we saw him on a mission was in that goddamn banana splits fucking thing. Uh, that was the that. best mission they've been on for fucking a year. Actually, the last time they were on a real mission was in the very beginning of the book. It was when yeah. they went to the Russian. Yeah, remember when they the went Russian to the Russian deal. They the Annihilation Brigade. And they met the Annihilation Brigade, who we still haven't really seen. These are like our favorite no. fucking group. Yeah, they bring yeah. it up in this issue. Like, the thing is, I'm, I, yeah. while you guys are talking there, I'm actually trying to see the progression where Harcourt's talking about how she kept Rustam alive and shit like that. And she's like, have you ever been shot in the heart, Harcourt? It hurts. Trust me. And then she goes off. The people were circling the Annihilation Brigade. They want what they stole, like, uh, what we stole from them. It's too many threats. I'm like... I don't understand the progression of the sentence yeah, there. I, I don't understand what they're talking about, but she does tell Harcourt then, well, we see that she has Rustam still, and like, oh, you know, you have to keep your weapons. And then she goes into how Deadshot was, you, you know, she got Deadshot to shoot her. They had to do yeah. it. They go on and on. She goes on and on about how it had to be a perfect shot. And it, it's explained like Magic it had to go through the heart. Chantress kept her dead yeah. for like It had to go through the heart shit. at a spot that wouldn't hurt so much or explode. Thing. I'm like, there's not many places hurt. in a heart that can take a bullet. And, and yeah, Enchantress had given her a spell that would make her pretty much dead for 12 hours. Then she actually watched her kids cry as they were being buried, which I don't think they would have cried. They were already pissed off at her uh no, and this all leads say a face you know you got yeah. some people do actually cry when they're oh really i don't know what that's all about i don't know what that's all about but yeah then <laughs> it all leads to her showing that they have zod and they're gonna have to use zod as a weapon and he's still that huge zod too yeah yeah. Zod. yeah at least, and, at least uh, something back to something i don't know you yeah know actually I mean? that's the only thing that excited me in the whole book because we know he is going to be on the, the suicide squad and i liked seeing him there that was pretty cool but other than that it's and all they, a bunch they left of nonsense Metropolis at the end which means they are leaving and they're gonna it's something to do with Le, Le, with uh lex Luthor. i'm guessing they're gonna so. need to get some kryptonite off old lexi boy yeah, Maybe they're heading like off to yeah, something Matthew, to control them yeah because yeah they yeah, go they off and melon that's They're right. going to, to Lex Corp, and uh, there's Lex, and I did not like the art of Lex at the end either. I, no, I don't like that no, look, but there they are. They're going to be dealing with Lex like Luthor. A bit of a, he looked like a, kind of like a penis with a face. Yeah, which, yeah. He looked yeah, like a hair star. Like yeah. yeah, but other than – what's that? 
He looked like Hair Star from Preacher there with that the fucking slicing top think, of his mouth and making him look like a dickhead. He looks like a, just an asshole. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like this at all. Uh, Reggie, tell us how much you didn't like it. Uh, I really didn't like it. I thought it was a ripoff. I thought they wasted our time for many, many issues. I hated the art in the beginning. Liked it at the end, but didn't even love it. Gave this whole issue a, well, for the podcast, I will give it a fuck you five. But, but at, what did you give site, it on the site? I gave it a 3.5 out yeah, of 10. Yeah. Uh, I'll even say, I think Eddie Barrows at the end, like you said, you didn't even love the art in the second part. I think yeah. Eddie Barrows got the original art for the first part and tried to dumb down his style to fit well, the this goddamn is like shitty four or fucking... five issues into this arc. Yeah, so maybe he saw the first one published yeah. even now and he's like, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck this. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, really? And I think that he actually just kind of mimicked a bit of John Romita's style so that it flows better. I, I... I really think the only thing he really worked hard on was that Batman coming in when Amanda Waller saying, yeah. you know, the Gotham's from uh, the inmates from Blackgate have gotten out. Don't worry. They have a protector over there. And yeah, they, the have, Batman, they have the protector. It really looked like the hardcore Eddie Barrow's Batman from Detective Comics. Yeah, so like, the other he ones, though. the hardest on that. I'm telling you, the other parts, he even seems to me. Now, I'm not a big Eddie Barrow's, you know, fanatic. It did seem like he even tried to do that extra pencil shading that John Romita does in mm-hmm. a lot of the different panels. And that's what really... Really drives me nuts with John Romita's art. Uh, so I think he did do something to try to get that style, and that's ridiculous because Eddie, you're a lot better. Don't fucking dumb it down. And uh, there's nothing to the story. It's convoluted. The explanation of Amanda Waller saying how she got uh, came, was killed and came back, it, nonsense, and I didn't care. And I I, I'll go the same route as Reggie. Uh, I'll give it a fuck you five, but if I was reviewing it on the site, I probably would have given it a three out of ten. I, I hated it that much. And yeah. I just don't like this book anymore. I really don't like it at all. It does. It makes me sad now. Now, how about you, Aaron? Fuck you, Five. It's really yeah. weird to me that we still have these backup things where Eddie Barrows has to come in and tell the second half of the continuing story yeah. that we have. It's not even like a backup. It is no. the same story where they have a almost like a, a, a fucking pin in it to tell a new story. Yeah, but why, it's the exact why can't John Romina now and finish it? Because book. his style is too goddamn cool, Jim. He can't yeah. fucking draw a goddamn a seri- issue. You, I never thought of it. I never heard of, of him not of being able talking. to finish a goddamn issue, though. He, and. He, he, Maybe it's that, worst. but he also could never draw this scene, these scenes of Harcourt and Amanda Waller talking. He yeah. only draw people in like straight thrust mode all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's uh, the worst. Yeah. So I'm giving you a fuck you five. It's just telling you I when, don't care for the series. If you anymore. go through this like and you get it. to the one panel where it's, I will find out who killed this girl Harcourt when she's talking about Hack. When she, you see Hack, and then she's looking down her and she's talking to Harcourt. I, they, they're shadowing that he's trying to pull off. She looks like she might be Cheetah. She's got like 80 <laughs> lines on her. Looks like she has a unibrow. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. It's awful. But yeah, this, this book sucks. But let's go on to a book they that we They could have called like. the backup the epilogue. Yeah, they could have. For God's sake, just title the, you titled all the other backups. Title yep. the last backup. Yeah, just give us the deal. Consistency but... counts. Am I right? Yeah, you're I, right. And now I let don't. me hear a song because this next book I like, and it is The Darling of the uh, new fifty two uh, new fifty two for rebirth of us. It's a book that we push a lot. That's right. It's, it's uh, a big, and I really uh, the do get like fresh it. crew. Yes. They love it. We all love it. And uh we are talking about New Superman number ten, written by Gene Luen Yang, art by Victor Bogdanovich, Jonathan Glapion, and Mike Spicer. 
Many times, many times I tried to tell you, New Superman is an awesome book. It's fun. They got a chubby Batman. You should really take a look. Don't want to be a dick about it, but time is running short. If you keep waiting to read it, they're not going to publish it no more. Keaton Kong's the one. Keaton Kong's the best out of Rebirth. Keenan Kong is a hero we love, even though he's a teen jerk. Whenever someone asks for a great DC book, it's my basis. I, I, I'm messing this up very badly, gentlemen. <laughs> can't even go I don't on. even it's, know what you were, which song was be, that? It's supposed to be We Belong by Pat Benatar, but I can't oh, get really? the tune in my we head. We belong, we belong. My throat is fucking so sore. I can't sore. get it at all. Yeah, also uh, my throat is yeah. allergies. Well, we'll, we'll go. Maybe, we'll maybe go I'll record. It. Maybe I'll record the song, and I will. You can play it. <laughs> Don't you dare! And we'll play it at the end. We'll fade play out it. But I do like this book, and I do like this issue. And one thing, Victor Bogdanovich on art. I, I love his art, and I have loved it since he was even on that Arkham Knights uh, book. Uh, he is leaving this book. He's going off to Action Comics. He announced it on on Twitter and on Facebook that he'll be going. And I don't know if it's like. It was weird, the progression of it. He is the – like in the solicits for June, he is the second uh, issue in June of Action Comics. And then he just right. came out like, okay, the cat's out of the bag. So it looks like he's going on there full time. I don't know if maybe the art that he's done in this or whatever convinced them that he could do it or how this was – you know, how it led to that. But I do like his Superman in this even though at points his face gets a little crazy. His face ends right. up looking a little bit too much – like Keenan's at one point, but oh, in yeah. general, I do like his. I love his art in this in this series, yeah. especially. And he hasn't so. been the only artist on this. Series. No, yeah, it's no, no. not like I feel and, like and it's big take all the And sales. the guys who have filled in for him have been great as well. So I, I think that the book, if it does continue, now again, is this when he said, "Hey guys, the cat's out of the bag. I'm going to be on Action Comics." Is this a prelude to know or finding out that, in fact, he's going to that because New Superman has been canceled? That's we'll how see. I took it when we'll I read it. We'll see when the solicits come answer. out. Yeah. If and even if it's like you know, it's announced that it's going to end in September like, and they just grab really, him off. You think he just like been doing a really good job and they pulled him up to the majors? Yeah, you know, that's what it seems. Uh, it may be. He's, he's been no slouch anyway, though. It's not like no. he's never no. done a mainstream book. You know, he's done a couple of big books. So yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it's cool. Did he draw lanterns at one time? Did I hallucinate? I don't believe so. No, he did a. Um, I think that he did an annual story, but it was more of that Arkham Knights book, which looked great. And, well, right, and then to that. this, he had a real like Greg Capullo look to him. Yeah, he, he does have a bit of a Greg Capullo. Does have a bit of that. That's fine. The cherub faces kind of mm. go it's with a the Greg Capullo look. But uh, tell us about it, Reggie. So, you know, now they are still in Metropolis and Lex Luthor's secret laboratory underground. Uh, Superman is busted in the door as he uh, basically it picks up right from where we left off last yeah. issue. Exactly. And right away, the uh, China White Triad is like, go get him. Let's fuck up Superman, which is pretty ballsy of them. <laughs> I good must luck, say. motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, really. They go after him. It doesn't go very well for them at first. But uh, that guy, the cloud guy, he's able to zap Keenan Kong, and Keenan's like, oh, man, I need my powers back. And he goes over to the hell door. He's like, I'll get the skeleton Superman. But when he opens the door, out come all of these kabuki demons. And it's like thousands. I mean, I, I got to be like, when I, I saw this, this, this kind of thing, you know, if you were a kid and you did this, you'd be like, oh, man, this is not going to be like one of these things that are going to be cool by tonight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's this, like yeah. an Ethan Hawke in the gate. 
you've yeah you've you have turned you have turned flipped a switch you've turned a corner that you're not going to be able to no. walk back so quickly although in the end they are able to walk back from it pretty quickly yes uh, they are you know they're able to wrap it up but yeah, I, 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 this scene, I just love and i loved all these individual demon humanoid you know i do these, too all these monsters from Chinese hell I thought looked awesome. Very Greg Capullo-ish, but I don't really yep. have a problem with that. And even I Ching is like, oh, yep. demons. demons, you know, hey, like, he's, just like, oh. he's not into it. They start because they're magic. They're able to suck some of the life force or whatever out of uh, Superman. Yeah. Yep. So they, they, they figure we got to get this together. One of the things that demons do right away is grab Lex Luthor, which I thought was hilarious. Like the yep. Chinese demons instantly grab him to bring him to Chinese hell. Yeah, they're taking I, him to Chinese I'm hell. I'm telling you, you guys, you guys are talking about how much you love I'm telling you, the whole thing with Lex Luthor in this series so far is I hate it because, you know, not only do we have Lex seeming like he's becoming a bad guy again, but here we even see him cowering behind. Oh, I, he's Kong a coward and, in this, and I don't and mind. And then seeing I think that, that his power suit does nothing because he is just carried away by these demons. He doesn't even try to fight. He was just—he was the Superman in his mind, at least for a fucking point in time. And he is a piece of shit in this. It doesn't do a goddamn thing, and it bothered the hell out of me because I love seeing Super Lex. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Superlex anymore for the most part. We just we just ended a book where he's at the end of Suicide Squad. He don't look good there either. He doesn't look like he's up to any good. Well, we'll see how we'll see how that we'll see how it's written. I I, I have a feeling this is going back to the Superlex that we know from Action and Superman, but it it does remind me of the Lex Luthor from the animated series. The kind of like you know. He's tough until the chips are down. He turns into a coward. He's he, he easy to he turn. He throws Keenan in, in front of him as a human yeah, shield. Yeah, it's immediately like it turns on him. And then later on, when he's like, you know, you're gonna come work with me. And when Keenan says no, he he's done with him. He's just and again, I, I I do think that they give Gene Luan Yang a little bit of a lead way that he can have the. It, obviously, it's in continuity. Uh, yeah. But I think they give him a little bit more of a lead way of having some fun with these I characters. So I really yeah. do. Uh, but even in continuity. There was a weird thing at the beginning, uh, Snake Pit, when he goes and attacks uh, Superman. There's a call out to, I believe, the divergence uh, issue of was the it new. Divergence? Fr- the fr- it I think said, it was like, the 2015 like uh, free comic book. Day. Yeah, and I, I think that, that was like, the. I think that was I divergence. This? I think that was when it was when Superman had just started losing his powers, and he okay. ended up fighting him in the in the street at the cafe. Okay, I, I have that issue. I'm like, I yeah. do not remember Snake. Yeah, I think that all, that's when. I think that's what it was a call out for, and it was kind of funny. To just have that out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think that this is a looser continuity than most other books. And it's allowed to do that to be fun and, and loose the way it is. Uh, but go on, Reggie. They're taking Lex to, to hell, which I'm telling you, it makes me laugh. Him just because just I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I really, it, I do understand exactly, you know, in, in a continuity sense. And for people that have been reading Superman and, and action, it and even Superwoman, for God's sake. Although yeah, yeah, the Lex, the Lex and Superwoman kind of sucked too at one point. But yeah, uh, he's more evil in that to he, me he than was, anything he else. Was he's definitely more crazy evil, in definitely. That. And you know, and and this whole time, I think even in Superman in action, there's always this hanging behind thing the scenes. Of like, is he is he secretly evil? Is he going to use this for his own? See, uh, you know. I, I got away from that because initially you're going to think that shit, especially when he became, you know, after Forever Evil and became a member of the Justice League. You have this whole, like, you know, you know who Lex Luthor is from what you've read previously. But from what we've had since then, I really thought he turned a corner and became that super heroic you're very, character. You're that, a very you know, trusting person. I think I, yeah. no, it, it, he, he went a long time. And he but actually, here, you know, here's the he, weird thing is, like, the what the super Lex became what we really, really liked him after Superman died. 
Yeah. And now in his yeah. mind, he may not have died. I, I don't know how it's played out because of how those two combine. Oh, I know. I, and, I don't even think about there. reborn and, when I think about you know, this that, It's weird how, and I don't think that this is pointing to a new status quo for, for Lex, but maybe it is. Maybe they said, hey, listen, if you guys want to make him more of a bumbling you know, villain, you can do it or, or what? I'm, I'm I don't you, know. The only thing I can give you with this is because on the cover it says, you know, reborn aftermath, like yeah. the other issues we have. So I'm like, is that what they're going with? Is and the, the worst part for me and you, here? and I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers, don't. The do worst this to part me. for me and you at the end of that reborn was when they were combining both Superman and they had his classic villains. Lex was right there in the middle, and yeah. we both said then that we were upset because I, I, I like. They've him as Super always Lex kind too. of left it hanging there, though, that Lex is no, kind of like narcissistic and doing. Oh, he's still narcissistic, but he was still becoming a hero. Do that to save the people or to get the photo yeah. I really thought we had gotten past that point and a couple issues ago of action comics it was during the zayda mccall story where they were taking lex away to execute him for crimes he hasn't committed yet and super, like you know all that stuff went away and you know superman and lex had this understanding they had they an understanding hands, finally and he that even they gave were, back yeah. the cape that belonged to the new 52 superman to the daily planet i'm like this was a turning point in my mind where lex was like proved himself to be a hero that i wanted him to be that we've yeah. never seen before and i really got interested yeah. in that concept yeah, and now which- Right after that, it's thrown away. I'm like, you I wouldn't take, me. I wouldn't take this comic though. As yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, this says really super, Superman, like you're reborn. You're right. Aftermath. You're right. Like, if it is, if that that would be that would be the only indicator though. Otherwise, I would say like, like Jim said, Gene Luen Yang gets a little, he gets, he gets a little, a little, lead way. little, little. I, I do he think gets he to does. fudge things a little bit in the continuity, and that's okay. Yeah. I think. Well, and well, Lex is going into hell. I, I and uh, read this book. No one, you know, who the hell That's is. true. And I Ching, he goes after Lex. He jumps in. He's going to go through the portal. And it's funny because it seems like uh, Keenan's just like, ah, oh, well, fuck him. He, he used me as a goddamn well, human first, shield. When, when Lex goes in, Keenan's like, good, right? And some yeah. I Ching goes in. He's like, whoa, whoa, where are you going? Don't go in there, you know. Yeah, and, he uh, says, don't go in. You know, we shouldn't do that. But he does go in. Uh, but go on because that's where you have uh, Wonder Woman and Batman. Um, we we go back real quick to uh, the Shenzhen province in China, where Wonder Woman and Batman have snuck into the secret laboratory of the Ministry of Self Reliance, where they find yep. out that uh, uh, Keenan's dad, Flying Dragon General, is yep. alive or in, like, in some kind of suspended animation in yeah. a jar. And still alive though. Yeah, he's not dead. It seems like he's alive. You know what I mean? Well, we don't know for sure. No, I don't he know. didn't he go to hell. Talking hell, yeah. Yeah, he didn't go to hell. Oh, they said right, he's not right, dead. That's right. He's not in hell. So or his mom. Who, that's you know. right so they're both alive i forgot about that that wrinkle from uh the fact they're in hell yeah but while they're in hell at first the demons are trying to mess with uh lex luther but then they're able they run away and yeah. uh they kind of have like a i don't know soul searching moment for lex luther is this well, even that up? even before that the, the big thing to me is that's when i ching comes and he takes his glasses off and says look at my oh, true yeah. nature and that yeah. scares the living Whatever shit out of those demons, demons yeah the, and yeah. it shocks the demons from hell so you know shit is uh you know it's weird though because lex is looking right at it it, it doesn't shock him i guess but the demons see whatever and they get they get the fuck out boobs. Yeah, they get out, and then that's where I Ching's like, "Hey, you know, we better leave before they close the door." <laughs> the door gets closed. Shut right there. It goes right down. It did make me laugh. I'm telling uh, you, I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm talking about whole the reborn, you know, aftermath thing. Might be just the, like the characteristics of Lex Luthor, but we also have this, you know, the, the like the skeleton Superman, which is supposed to be the embodiment of the solar, like the sentient yeah, that's, solar that's energy. Yeah, that's like the solar energy. Of Superman. And the thing is, 
I don't know if this is part of the reborn arc, but the thing is, with the way the timeline has been changed now, where we had the fucking the Superman merge, and now it seems like that Superman had never the new Fifty Two Superman had never died. I don't know what this is doing here or how Keenan got his goddamn. Here's the deal: in the I, first I place. think that I well, the, well think... he he says that that skeleton is also the embodiment of Keenan's desire to rush. Yeah, to get his that, well, I, I think that what it when, is when he centers his. his it's yes. so weird though, from what we had in the last issue, because he opened that door. This thing, you know, why is opening the door to hell, and you see this embodiment? You know, it's it's this whole like, uh, um, I don't know, like you said, it's the embodiment of his, you know, wanting to get things done quick without like taking shortcuts. Yeah. It's just a weird thing to come out of nowhere from that gates of hell to fucking empower him. You know, it's, I don't know, no, this whole concept it's, is weird. It's Chinese hell. You ever you ever play Chinese handball where you bounce? Ever, no. Instead of, you never played that? No. Yeah, no. Have you ever do a Chinese cut when you're I online? I don't even Chinese checkers. School? I don't know what the hell you're talking I about. I do remember Chinese... people saying the Chinese cut, but they, you know. Yeah, they do everything. I thought they that was something to do with people weird, cutting is me. what I'm saying. So Chinese yeah, I just, hell is going to be different than the hell that you know. And it's I'm it's just the embodiment. Like you said, it's the embodiment of his power. And to me, it's like his if Keenum get the power. And if Keenum oh, yeah, went yeah. in there, that's almost like that's the embodiment of the solar flare. That if he went and got that, he could have his yeah. powers, but he would be evil, like uh, who that's we called Con L. Yeah, yep. that's just who we talk. Like I only say this from when we got last issue when he opened the doors and this goddamn skeletal Superman came out and grabbed him and he got his full access to his powers immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's why I took it as this kind of energy that was, you know, the whole solar sentient energy. Yeah, yeah. But now I it has that become that. in this issue the more of like, oh, the quick means to do stuff. They're not like, yeah. you know, not training way. I'm like, it's a weird concept. And I don't no, know I how much it I know. I mean, it's sort of it's sort of playing both roles because it is if he absorbs that energy, it's like evil. Yeah, you know and we I mean? saw we saw that in the truth energy. story when when yeah. the solar energy went into the that one convict, he became pretty. It, it really warped his mind. He became oh, yeah. evil. He was fucked. So I do think that they're they're playing with that. But again, we don't know what I'm, is what. We and don't know if like, they still are saying that he died like or if Red he you did. Talking he came about back though, and, that this is Chinese hell, which mm-hmm. I don't have a full grasp of myself because mm-hmm. we have all these demons come out the gates of hell, but we also have Keaton at the end asking these. Goddamn well, I was going to say, guard this guard is where... Why, why would he think his parents are Because this is I'm the concept of... This is almost the concept to me of even like in uh, Greek mythology, hell just is just hell. It's not good yeah. or bad. This yeah. is where everybody goes. You go, you pay the ferryman, you go over, and, and then it's, you know, well, divided up go. there. Uh, but hell, it's just, you know, the afterlife. But yeah, I think that, that that's how this is, is that everybody goes there eventually. Maybe they get sorted out later. But he does ask, are my mom and dad there? And they say, no, no, neither of them are. And he's all confused because that doesn't make sense. So am they, I. They're supposed to be dead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, they're, they're Superman, Keenan, uh Avery, Avery, the Flash, they're trying to get these door handles back so that they can go in and get I Ching and Lex. And it goes, and that's where Keenan actually goes and uses Superman's, uh, his advice to actually get his key good to end up getting one of his Their powers fear back. Is not my fear. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, you're yeah. good after that one, kids. Yeah, and that that's what Superman had told him earlier, like, hey, I deal with the fear. Like, he says, how can you deal with all these people being upset and fear? And he goes, I, I can hear them for a second, then I realize that's not my fear. That's why I'm here to save them. And Keenan uses that, and it does work out for him, where he ends up getting his key that goes and uh, 
you know, he gets his X-ray vision. I, I, I like the way they showed this scene. You know what I mean? They made it very clear he's going around these different levels of key mm-hmm. that we've learned about around this octagon. And they light up each one. He's explaining, I hear my breathing and it's activating my whatever, my yes. uh, hearing. And, I, you know, it's activating my invulnerability. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to see it every issue. But no, no, but I like size, seeing this first time. Vision. Yeah, and I like seeing, I like even he says, he says though, he's like, man, my thighs, I would think that I got super speed or something, but I got x-ray vision. I thought that was cool. Also, as this is going on, that in hell, that skeleton is starting to, you know, dissipate. It's starting to fall apart because Keenan is using the right way. He's not using the, you know, shitty way that Lex wants to go. It seems Lex would love to grab that as well well for himself uh but yeah he sees where those door handles are with his x-ray vision and they go and hit it the guy the demon spits it out they even say the heimlich maneuver he grabs them and that's where you get the uh the gates opening then fucking crazy as shit man i know (laughs) i didn't even put this in my written review because at this point i was like listen if you've enjoyed what I've written so far, you got to go get the issue because yeah, I can't yeah. even tell you how fucking awesome. Just gigantic bull and horse. Yeah, just come out. come out. I didn't even yep. know what to call it. Big giant. And demons. they look awesome. They look, <laughs> they look so, so cool. They it's ox so head and horse so face. Yeah, ox head and horse face. You know, ox the old horse of hell. Yeah, so cool. I love them. They, demons they, of the they, DU. Yep, they come out and uh, Keenan gives them the you know the handles, and then that's when he says, "Hey." Uh, do you know of, you know, his mom and dad? And they say, young man, your parents haven't yet made it the, the way to our dominion. And then he says, hold up. My mom has been dead for years. She should have been there. And he's like, we've told you they are not with us yet. And uh, that shows you now he knows that neither of them are dead. And he's got to figure out, you know, what the fuck. And he's confused, but, I mean, that is hope for him, right? Like they now, are we, somewhere. We, we saw before where his father, like, after we thought his father was dead, he was put in stasis. We saw that doctor go up to him and talk to him and say, my love. Now, like, I was thinking it was Dr. Roman. And he was having extramarital affairs. Yeah, like no, that. I think you, that, that Like, you guys said it was his mother, but I'm yeah. thinking to myself, too. Is Dr. Roman his mother? Well, it could be. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. But I would think that if if it is, she really changed her look. You would hope that Keenan would have recognized her or at least known her voice or whatever. But, yeah, uh, yeah he's there. It's funny. Lex then comes in. Hey, you know what? Hey, we could we could get together still. He's like, no, no, Lex. I'm done with your bullshit. Get out. And then he looks pissed yep. and he's kicks him mad. out. Yep. Yeah, he kicks him out, and then we have a little meal with Keenan and Superman. Again, this is just like the same thing that they did after In the multiversity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had that where they're talking, and uh, you get word that Avery is now part of the Justice League of China. That's the uh, bureaucracy. It's very, yeah, it's very thrown in there. It's like, hey, you know what? Uh, we had this, and this is the other point. Me and Eric will mention it in the Supergirl review in this podcast. Superman is recruiting super-powered people for a, like we think it's back to that I'm Super League. I, I did not read this issue by the t- when we were talking about that earlier, but then I read this, I'm like, 
Yeah, I think we're spot on yeah. with that Super Bowl. Yeah, he because he says it again. He says almost the same thing that he did to Super Bowl. Listen, totally. there's somebody that's screwing with us. I don't know who it is, but it's a big, powerful thing. I might need you. It's almost like the mob. I may not exactly. need a favor, but yeah. if I do, and you will I do know, it with me. Well, you'll do it for me. Yeah, exactly. So he's telling me. It really me, seems so, like Tomasi's going to come out with his Super League story. Yeah, eventually. and We're gonna have he ended up before we said, Reggie, that if you remember when they had the uh, final days of Superman before it. It was called Super League, and it was Superman gathering a force of superheroes to make his yeah. own Justice League. That was wiped out. Like, it even had – I probably – I may have to look. I may have an issue. I don't remember if we were getting it at that point. The first issue had Super League as its you know title, and then it got changed. And uh, yeah. to the final days of Superman, we had no idea what was going on when it changed like that. Uh, but we'll see if that's the case. But Superman flies Keenan back, and it's kind of funny him holding <laughs> Yeah. There and he even says it would be embarrassing, but I really and actually for everything in this, this to me shows like Gene Luang Young how good his writing is because he says mm. normally getting flown around by my armpits is pretty embarrassing, but not this time so much. Maybe because it feels like a preview of the future, my future. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was yeah. like fuck yeah, like he's sitting yeah. there. I'll be flying soon. I'm gonna do oh, it the yeah. right way, and I'm gonna be flying. I thought that was awesome. And then it ends with your crazy detective of comics oh, chinaman and we Chinamans. find out and yeah that's, well, that's what he was he literally is an oriental chinaman he's an oriental chinaman from yeah. that and it's a racist thing and it's even mm. uh you know it's, it's china white way. right and it says you know jesus christ you know this disguise is ridiculous and whatever and he's like oh you know what i'll show you my true of visage and he goes and it's i ching and mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit, you motherfucker. So we'll see how that goes. That's All he wanted up. to do was get those the ox and the horse head rings yep. out of play. And since they are, he's like, hey, then uh, everything is yep. all good. Yep, I think this is also makes me think, though, this is part of what made me think that uh, the series is wrapping up. Because I think that that was supposed to be a longer teased out. Like, yeah. the Oriental Chinaman was supposed to be this series. Thing like you know, behind the... in the dark, you know, yes. guys. And then they were going to, and now they're just revealing it here. I mean, we just saw that a couple of issues ago. Yep. So and it, it made, was I, awesome. I have a feeling this is not long for this world. No, this series. I don't think either, and it sucks because it's yeah, so good. Again, really. though, maybe it's going to be one of those when we look back. This is issue ten. Uh, we, if anything, it would end at thirteen. So maybe they'll go a couple more to get like I don't maybe. know that actually they could get I'm a trade out of that as well. But even if they did, it might be one of those where Eric says all the time, maybe it'll be a good thing that it ended before it could suck. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that I see it sucking. I really like it. Uh, Give but it the is, 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 a, is a long time for a story. That's what, you know what I'm saying. Mean? It'll have like, it'll have great. enough that at least we did get this and really enjoyed the hell and out of it. And the character but... going forward, if he sustains, and like you know, he makes cameo appearances, other books and shit. Like oh, that. here's the thing: we can play with. If, if we're right, I'm really excited about even. Just and like, if yeah, we're we right, we may not see him for a while, and then when the the Watchmen or whatever the hell the story will be, Superman will have Keenan with him. And then we'll be all excited seeing him again because Woo! he is, you know, pointing it out and trying to. We're, we're recruit already, already him. having a funeral. You know, they haven't even. Yeah, I know. It the sucks. They have. <laughs> and maybe, we'll maybe we'll be lucky. Sometime. Maybe we'll no be lucky and I'll keep book. on going. People aren't going to start buying this book. Is you got that right. You got yeah, that it's, right. It's such a. Actually, you know, it's funny. I saw, did you see a lot of people, at least two people, I think G Man and maybe it was Trevin on Twitter, said so they went to their store and New Superman was sold out, which means yep. that they're not ordering enough. Yeah, they're ordering two. That's the problem. It's like you're not getting enough. And then yep. someone can't get it, and then they, they may not feel like ordering it. They will yeah. whatever, then that's it. 
What did you give it, Reggie? I loved it. I love this book. I'm going to miss this series when it inevitably goes away, which I think will be very soon. And I gave it a 9 out of 10. I will give it an 8.5. And that is tied for my uh, you know, best score for the week. That's how much I liked it. I uh, I really had a good time reading it. And Gene Luan Yang, he doesn't disappoint. I like the characterizations. Uh, Keenan has really grown as a character now to the point where he tells Lex to go shove it when yeah. Lex wants to do it the easy way because mm-hmm. now he realizes that to do the right way is the best way to do it. We're going to get Avery in the book now, The Flash. Uh, I think that that adds another wrinkle to it as well oh, that I really want to see. Uh, we see that his dad's at least alive and, and hints again that his mom's alive. It's really good. I just – I hope that when they do – because, again, you said it's going to get canceled. It's just not selling, unfortunately. I hope that they go to Gene Luen Yang and say, listen, we want you to at least be able to finish this well. You know what yeah. I mean? If, if you – boom, finish, there's so many things hanging out there that it's not like a one-issue Done and you know, bam, wham, bam. Thank I you, man. I, I, yeah, I hope that they at least up. give him a couple issues to wrap it up and give the people who are buying it still the the benefit of having a good ending, so that we don't sit there at the end and say, you know what, it was awesome until the fucking rushed ending. <laughs> yeah, and really that would be. It, it's like I'm telling you, I love Lois and Clark in the uh, the Dan Jurgens book in the end of the New Fifty Two, yeah, the DCYOU, and Jesus like- Christ, I can't say <laughs> to people like that that whole. Like, oh, my God, that trade's incredible. I always have to say, it's really, really good. And then you can tell when it had to end, and, and shit just ends. Was, so I hope that they... storyline hanging in the middle, and they just kind of brush it off. They're like, oh, yeah, that crazy. guy, he uh, fucked off somewhere. That's yeah, he, he's like. there. Yeah, they're not... They're, Bruno Mannheim isn't going to be able to uh, attack us anymore because right, a Bruno an Mannheim. early uh, version of my book was released, and the police read it and went and arrested him. Yep. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. But, Eric, All what would you that. give this? Um, I'm, I love this series and I love the art, but I felt this issue was a little down from what we've been getting lately just because of the convoluted mess of the whole hell thing going on and what it really meant with the freaking skeletal Superman. We have on the cover Superman Reborn Aftermath. You expect to get something out of that, and I really gleam nothing out of that at all. It's along those lines of like, you know, Supergirl having the same goddamn thing. That yeah, I think that these aftermaths, yeah. I think these uh, aftermaths are going to be nonsense. They really yeah, are not going like, to show anything. It just, it was just, I hate the characteristic of Lex in this because it's so off of what we've had lately, and I have no idea if that means something with Reborn or not. It's just thrown out there and does not jive with everything else. But I still really like this series, so I'd have to give it a 7 out of 10. All right. And we're going to finish Fair enough. up. Fair enough. We're going to finish up with the last book, which has been canceled. Uh, Gotham it. Academy will end Wait, I got a issue Eric, 12. Eric, huh? you, ever hear of a, you ever hear of a Chinese finger bang? Of course I have. <laughs> Yeah. How about a it's Chinese? Where, it's, where you, uh, it's where you just bang them sideways vaginas, right? How about That's a Chinese? Uh, ch- Jesus Christ! He, he drank <laughs> racist juice at what? that old bar. You tell me they don't have them sideways vaginas? No, no. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hit the edit button. Hit the dump button. Uh, how about a how about a Chinese fire drill? You you know those? <laughs> I haven't yeah, heard yeah, that. I've, even I've heard so. about that from work. I don't think she yeah, knew what it you, meant, though. You, no, I don't think so either. Uh, what is the the last book is Gotham Academy Second Semester, and that has been announced to be canceled at issue twelve. Uh, they're going to wrap up this. Actually, oh, starts this oh, last oh, and final oh, arc, and I it just. It, it needs to – it doesn't even need that. Like yeah. I said that I hope that new Superman gets a good ending. I wish that this had just ended, uh, even for your went, sake. Olive Silverlock went back to her home planet. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Fine. Everything was fine. Gotham Academy burned to the ground and all of them died in the fire. 
never to reach question marks factory (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go reggie uh yeah go let's hear a song for this or did you even bother did you i bothered i bothered this one should be able to stay on track with here academy second semester number eight story by brendan fletcher becky clunan and carl kershaw script by brendan fletcher pencils by adam archer and sesic Inks by Sandra Hope and M. Sesic. Colors by M. Sesic. Breakdowns by Rob Haynes. Oh, it's been getting so hard trying to read Gotham Academy. (laughs) The story's gotten so strange, I can't recall a thing from issue three. It seems that back in the days in a witch in the flames cursed Gotham with Silverlock's fate. While she set things ablaze, Maps Flower saves day, because it really was her half-clay roommate named Kate. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was confusing. So mentally bruising. And the readers <laughs> kept leaving, because the story's displeasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't get it on track, and it turned into complete nonsense. Everyone rolled their eyes because the story is contrived and it turned into complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. Ah, yes. Yeah, this this book sucks. Every time I every time we have to talk about it, every time we talk about it, it just makes me shake my head. And I said to Eric when I heard that it was canceled. Uh, man, now we don't have to talk about it. I'm like, God damn it! I know that Reggie will say, no, no, we only have a couple more issues. We talked about oh, it this no, long. So, I'm going all the way to the end. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't even mention it to you. That's what I'm saying. I knew that you would say that. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. We've, we've been talking about this all the time. Now, I will tell you one thing. The art in this issue is great. It really it's is. It's This is might be the best art I think this issue has had since that first, you know, six issues of the actual Gotham Academy. When Carl yeah. Kershaw was on it, I do think that this art is great. The, the, the story is the, the not above. You're right. The story is, yeah, it really like seems like they really took their time with the art in this issue. And but the story's terrible. There's nothing. They're trying to tie shit together. Uh, again, at the end of this issue, they knew that this was ending. This was just announced this week. Well, that's the fucking crazy thing is that so obviously they know it's going to end. They're going to start yes. wrapping shit up. So that's why, really, in this in this issue, we get the info dump of all yes, info we get dumps. A but if, huge if you think dump. about it, it actually for once moves in a fucking direction. Well, it we does. actually learn a bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, I just hated like, it. Wow, I, it is an info dump, though, and it's funny it's like, because it wasn't until. It wasn't like, until like, this issue was about to come out that they, they went on. I think Brendan Fletcher even went out and said, hey, it's canceled. And then the, that was like Tuesday. Then Wednesday the issue was released. And obviously at the end it even has it that it will end. The you know Gotham Academy's final story arc will decide. And you don't really get that a lot of times. And this is where it does seem like DC is like, okay – we're going to give you four more issues, wrap it up, and, and do your best. So there is hope that they'll do that for new Superman. By the point that they are right now with this book, I don't. I think that after the first year, the first Gotham Academy, I do think that they had earned the right for something like this. But since then, this book has been nonsense. It's yeah. been terrible, and I don't even want these other four issues. Now, in the meantime, Brendan Fletcher was talking, saying, you know, this isn't the last you, you've you heard of us. This book's going to have more to it. It's going to have some more things. And I, do, I could see them making a young adult novel 
something like that for you know younger Maybe. kids. Uh, not a comic though, but something like that. Definitely something like that. Yes, sure. uh, that yeah. I do think we're going to see something like that. Uh, but as a comic, it's lost its way. It really oh, yeah. is. And, and it should have been an OGN. It's just too many issues, it too been. much bullshit, too much yeah. dragging along. Like, well, and there... that's the problem is you see that there's been so much dragging along. And like you said, all of a sudden you get this huge info dump to get to this final final arc. That The amount of it, uh, shit that you are told in this issue is more than we've gotten in seven issues of this second semester already. I don't know how long they were going to fucking drag this out. You know, well, if it so wasn't I really, was it going to be like fucking 28 Jesus issues? Jesus Christ, on because yeah, well, we what, didn't what get What was your shit. guy's reaction when you saw the part where Maps's head flower oh jumps out of her backpack and I starts just thought being it was, I just thought it was ridiculous. Line. I didn't know. Did what you, the did fuck you was even remember on. what the fuck no. was going on? No, I, I did, but I freaking uh, I didn't realize until looking at it while you guys were just talking right there. Some pages through the book. I'm like, I thought it was Shmoo. I'm like, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it's the schmoo. Because I was He's thinking to myself, how did her roommate get there? And I'm like, oh, that's right. She was that fucking flower we talked about in the yep, last the issue. The flower that went in. I'm like, really? That, well, even that's last issue, I didn't remember that it was her roommate. Kate. No. I was just like, I don't know no, what the fuck's did, up with that flower. You didn't know what the hell it was because yeah, it was we, just a we flower. had no idea. Be but now I remember, and this is going back. This is like in, I think, in Thanksgiving or even earlier when this happened, when they left. Kate, remember, she was stuck in like a jar in their room. Yeah. She can't really hold herself together, but she squirted out a little bit and replaced Maps's flower. And we yeah. haven't talked about it for fucking months. That's I no. totally fucking forgot yep. about it. Then well, all see, of a sudden, she's there to save the day. It, it was there. literally, Eric, it was like a panel. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, it was a panel fucking four issues ago or more. That's why. Oh, I remember. remember when we were saying, I remember when you said, like, ah, she can't hold herself together, and I wonder if that's going to come about later and, and yeah. stuff like that. And then I completely forgot. Completely yeah, forgot. It, was, it like really was a significant thing. Well, the, uh, the thing is, we go again to the things that I said. You get hardly any maps. Maps just shows up yelling and screaming. Uh, Olive is, is pretty much thought. possessed in her deal, and Batman comes in looking like a douchebag. Everything's it's just everything's everything, off. Everything just seems really, really stupid. I'll, yeah. I'll, try, to, I'll try to say yeah, what happens. Yeah, tell me what as happens. Quick, as quickly as possible. So Olive is possessed by her ancestor, Amity Arkham who is obviously one of the line of the Arkhams, and she was yes. burned at the stake in colonial Gotham for being a witch, but it turns out she was a witch because she cursed all of the That's leaders right. of no. the Yeah, they were right. They were right. Pot, but but me, meanwhile, her best friend, and I can't remember her, something Fritch, right? It wasn't Pop. Yeah, oh, it was something Ad- Adelaide, Amelie, Amelie? Some Amity. Oh, uh, no, Amity Arkham was the, uh, yeah. Yeah, her best friend was, was uh, I, I can't remember now. I totally forgot. She has a weird colonial <laughs> name. Yes, Fritch. That's Pomeline's ancestor. Beatrice. I don't know. So when they, so when they get together, when when Olive it was Eleanor trying to go fire Eleanor Fritch. Yeah, Elliot it was Eleanor Fritch. But she recognizes Pomeline. So you know, Pomeline and Colton get away from book Bookworm by the most contrived bullshit clay flower nonsense you ever saw in your yeah. life. And that whole scene with Bookworm was so boring. And why was he even fucking involved? I don't Just know. Make it so complicated. Like why? And then he had to go on and on, on about the name Bookworm on and his and nickname. On and, and on. Holy shit! Oh yes. That yes. scene went on for fucking ever, and it, it was it was the worst. Anyway, so they all show up at the end. All they do the friends. They get together. They hold hands. They sing. Friends Forever from Saved by the Bell. Remember when the uh, I know, yeah, I do. 
And that, that, is that caused them trouble, though. That Friends Forever tr- caused well, them a lot of trouble. This causes them trouble because Olive calms down, but then Batman, the fucking world's biggest asshole, goes yeah. and throws a batter- batarang around her, and yeah. that makes her snap out and say, I'm going to Gotham City where I'm going to take out everybody. Again, he makes his own villains. <laughs> Yeah, she was fine, literally. and then he, he throws a batarang let, at her. Like, like let her let her friends talk to her for a second. Yeah, what a dick. He, he yeah. is. He shows up. He's there. She's only there because he asked her to be there so they could keep an eye on her. And then she, he shows up. He's a guy that arches on people's mellows, if you think yeah. about it. Like, that's all yeah. he does. He doesn't like that. He, he needs to be the center of attention, that motherfucker. And uh, for one point, he wasn't. So he threw a batarang around him. Andy dick motherfucker. What a dick. He is. I know why Eric is really mad at this series, and I agree with him, though. And it's because okay. we don't know if Colton is going to get expelled or not. Yeah. Seriously. What's up with his parents? Beating I on actually him? thought it was because maps is, uh, is Asian. I thought that's why he didn't like it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you got that sideways vagina, dude. It's cool. Uh, oh, God, she is a young girl. She is a great be. character. Vagina is straight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, if you read this book, I, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for me every Thank time you, I because I feel yeah, sorry, I feel sorry for myself. I don't too. like this series at all. It is a chore to read every fucking month. Yeah, it is yeah. the worst part. Uh, and I read some shitty books. This is the worst part of my month. Did oh, we no. ever find out oh, what no. that Harlequin oh, skeleton oh, was, by the way? Is to read Constantine. <laughs> no, yeah, at least that's I true. know that's going to mean something somewhere. This doesn't mean anything anywhere. I don't know. I actually like this more than Constantine. I like Constantine, Constantine makes my head spin. I know I the, co- the character of Constantine. Like, oh. The character yeah. of Constantine will live on. So I'm, I'm going to read that for whatever. This yeah. is going to die and fade away. And hey, bookworms in here. Then Batman and hey, Maps. You haven't seen bookworm anywhere since fucking the '66 Batman. Yeah, the, the best thing about Academy character. The best thing about this this. This book was when it first started, where you'd see a character like Bookworm as the librarian. It was was so cool, and it was so like, oh my god, it was so neat. All this continuity was really fun. Yeah, it was, and that that is a drag. It is a drag. You don't get enough maps. I know Eric doesn't mind because she's Asian, but uh, besides (laughs) that, I don't. I didn't really read a lot of the original Gotham Academy, so I don't have the connection you and Reggie do. She, she was, was so definitely good. the best, dude. She yeah, was so she good. Was. She was like the she was so spunky and enthusiastic, yep. and she was always the one getting them to into the mysteries. And the thing is, the mysteries were always like, "Let's follow this treasure map and find yeah. a fucking crazy yep. ghost, and or, go behind this, and it was a ghost secret passage, and oh, there's a monster, or it's killing." It was always that, and this this storyline has been going on for fucking. Ever. I know. Remember when they joined the witch club? Remember that stupid oh, yeah. shit? Yeah. I yeah. feel like, I feel even like so, five years ago. And even then, in, in the original one, you'd have the rest of them were, like, there for school. They were trying to get through their day. And then Maps would show up and, like, come on, we got a treasure map. And she'd yeah, be yeah. so enthusiastic that they'd, uh, uh, re, you know, they'd agree to go begrudgingly. But then they'd all have fun. And it was all a great time. I loved it. And Maps's enthusiasm was what always kept them going. Was always what kept, was the tie to this whole book going and forward. Her, like, hero worship of Olive that was yeah. always like a, a factor. You know, this this whole now this whole thing Olive has been like a drag. Maps has been sidelined. I yeah. hate Pomeline. I don't care about Colton. I don't. Know, I really don't give a shit about Eric or fucking the half clay roommate Kate. Talk about a, you either. Fuck that. Yeah. 
I don't mean I don't mean you, Eric. I know. I mean Eric, the asthmatic symbologist. Okay. Hey, you're describing me to a T. How dare you? That's true. I mean the blind Eric. That's what I mean. Oh, wait, wait. The one that day drinks. The day drinker. He's one of them vampires. The day drinker. They call him. I had some time to kill you. He's a drunken vampire here. Day drinker. (laughs) He's in an old people's bar. He thinks it's young, but he's wrong. He's so wrong. It it was young fifteen years ago. Yeah, young indeed. But yeah, what did you give this, Reggie? Uh, I gave the as always the art is spectacular, yes, it is. Uh, and I and I think you're right. This was even a cut above, but the art that's one of the most depressing things is the I really like the art and I like the things they do with it, the style yeah. that, that it goes, the cartoony style. Uh, and only for that reason, I gave it a four out of ten. I'd give yep. it a fucking five on the podcast though, in a heartbeat. Fuck this book. Yeah, I, I give it a four or five, and that's all art. I, I really think the art's great, but even just Batman shows up and you're like, okay, you know what? He's always been hinted. He was the reason Silverlock, all of Silverlock yeah. was there and all that sort of thing. And he shows up and acts like a dick. So it like, just made like, it even worse. And Bookworm was terrible. He's boring. Uh, and Maps was hardly in it. And, you know, Colton, I, I want to know if he's, uh, you know, expelled. I'm that's with, I'm the main with Eric. thing, right? That's, our, <laughs> that's the core of the story. Yes, that's the core. But, yeah, it's just nonsense. Uh, what would you give it, Eric? I was going to give it a 4.5, and then Reggie gave it a 4. So I was going to give it a 4 as well. But then Jim gave it a 4.5. So I'm going to go with a 4.3. Because I don't give a fuck about this book or even talking about it. Whoa. Can we st- keep singing Day Drinker? Can we keep singing <laughs> Go for it. That's more interesting to me than this fucking book. Uh, yes, but that is it. Is there any uh, uh, Young Animal books this week, Reggie? There are. There were no Young Animal books. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not sure if there will be a segment following this. Okay. You, know what might, you know what might follow this segment is a male session? me singing King Kong. Yes, there might be you and Keenan Kong. So we'll yeah, I didn't think that there. there was a young animal book. They, they there, kinda... were no, there was no books for sure. But it's uh, a shame that uh, it's a shame they haven't been able to get that scheduling down. That each week there is a book Seriously? because it, it seemed like that would be the best way to do That'd it. Right? Be amazing. Yeah, that's the yeah. way they were going for for yeah. a little while. But yeah, they they have run off the rails, folks. So yep, not this not this week, and I believe not next week either. But anyway, really? we'll, we'll see. We'll see what you hear. When you hear yes, it we this. will see what we hear right after this. Eric, go sober up uh, right. so we can finish the rest of the podcast. Fair enough. Many times I tried to tell you New Superman is an awesome book. It's fun, they got a chubby Batman. You should really take a look. Don't wanna be a dick about it, but time is running short. If you keep waiting to read it, they're not gonna publish it no more. Keenan comes the one, Keenan comes the best out of rebirth. Keenan Kong is a hero we love, even though he's a teen jerk. Whenever someone asks for it's my basis. Keen and gone, keen and gone, convinced Eric to stop being racist. Maybe you think because it's in China, it's not really part of the DCU. 
but it's just like any com except the lettering is sometimes blue is it too much to ask you i'm ready to say pretty please you have to try this series that's 20 times better than the justice league oh oh keenan comes the one keenan comes the best out of rebirth and i know in chinese it's called keenan but this is the reverse whenever someone asks for a dc book that's so amazing Stop hating on Asians Keenan Kong Once in every lifetime Comes a love like this Oh, I need you You need me Oh, my darling Can't you see Young ones Darling with the young ones The young ones Shouldn't be afraid Welcome back to Young Animal. I am Reggie. I'm Chris. And we do not have a Young Animal book for you this week, but we again. decided, again, but we decided <laughs> that uh, we want to talk about Young Animal, kind of bring out a state of the Young Animal, the state of the Young Union, or the Animal Union. The, the state of the Youngian. The, sta- <laughs> the state of the Youngian, exactly. Uh, <laughs> to talk about, about Young Animal and, you know, where it's been going, you know, sales-wise. Uh, and kind of story arc wise, even to some extent, since we began reading it, which was the very beginning, right? That was September was. of last year. The first one, the first issue of Doom Patrol came out. Yep. So uh, we're going to talk about the what you know would be their flagship title, right? Doom Patrol first. Gotta be, yeah. We've had, I would think so. You know, uh, maybe others would disagree, but it was it was their launch title. This is the one written solely by Gerard Way. The uh, Ubermensch of uh, Young Animal, <laughs> whatever, I don't know what his title is, the god of it, so uh, yeah, yes. whatever whatever the case, but you know, we're, we're going to start with Doom Patrol, there's been four issues out so far since September, this mm-hmm. one's written by Gerard. Well, this is going, this is going through February, because we're doing, uh, that's the last that we have uh, sales information. Sales figures, yeah, okay, so yeah. so most recent, this, yeah, September stuff from March, February. yeah, we're not going to have, but uh, yeah. So from September to February, they've had four issues, uh, written by Gerard Way, art by Nick Darrington. This book has yet to conclude its opening arc, which is puts it in rare company among young animal books <laughs> right now, because I, all of them have, or yeah, they all, all have, of them yeah. have concluded as of now. Uh, their arc, actually, no, oh, that's true, Mother Panic did too, and they're about to conclude their second arc. Their second arc, yeah. So that is kind of weird. Uh, it's introduced some new characters that uh, I've enjoyed them. Uh, Casey Brink, Terry Nunn, and Lotion the Cat, as well as her <laughs> EMT uh, guy, Sam. It turned out Sam. to be a real like a character that we thought was a throwaway has come back in the most recent issue. Uh, to And the Oolong Island guy, too. Yeah, he's he's Ricardo. He's he's kind of yeah. hanging around. I thought we wouldn't. It's weird. We I guess you don't know who's going to be permanent. And to, frankly, we still don't know. But we still uh, don't. it's it's cool <laughs> that these guys still hanging around. Although the delay between books makes it difficult to build up steam for these new characters. That you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you constantly have to kind of jog your memory or go read the last issue 
which is something a little tough for Chris and I because we get you know these comps. I don't always have the last comp. I I, I delete them over time. I anyway. still have the issues, but I mean, it's just we do so much reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's you know hard what I mean? To like, do I have to you know, reread? It's like, yeah. do I, if I have to read three issues to read the new one, well, you're not really doing me any favor favors, yeah. I think. Uh, exactly. But it has had a lot of fan service for longtime fans, uh, which we are included, and there's a lot of stuff that tickle us. And that's why a lot of my questions uh, along the way have been asking if new readers are enjoying it. Yeah, because that's one thing I don't know if it's really new reader friendly. Uh, I think I remember the first issue. I kind of gave it a very soft score, which I don't have to hand, but very tentative score because I wasn't sure if this was something anyone could pick up off the stands. But by the second issue, I had pretty much said, "All right, this is you know, if you're of a certain bent, and you know, if you, uh, you know, are weird, basically, I th- I'd like to think a weird person could enjoy it." So, um. It started out of the gate pretty robustly, I think. Uh, issue number Absolutely. one, it was in September of 2016. It was the 19th highest selling book uh, that month with the sixth highest dollar share. It pushed 76,225 copies. It did have a lot of variants. Uh, <laughs> it had like four or five variants at least, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it did. It, it moved a lot and there was a lot of buzz for it. Uh, in October, the second one, it was the 79th highest selling book. It pushed uh, 37,856 copies with a uh, basically drop 50%, uh, you know, minus 38,000 and change, which actually is pretty standard. That's standard. It really is. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you see that, you you can say, all right, well, that's that's what we expect. <laughs> yeah, especially with the variants and with the hype. Exactly, and, uh, exactly. There, there was a lot There was a lot of uh, the machine behind the first issue. Well, quite, quite frankly, in this day and age, five variants for a number one issue is not really that many. That's modest, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a modest, you know what I mean? When you see some of them come out with like 20, 30, 100 variants, that's yep. when you see the drop between one and two is like 80, 80%. It's like, <laughs> all right. Least, yep. But uh, this, was, this still looked pretty good. And, you know, it's all about, I mean, it, this is so much... Uh, uh, boring comic book stuff but it's all about attrition after this point you know you expect to shed readers every time until you can you know have an event or a death or something it's all about how few you lose every month and this is where we start to run into trouble <laughs> uh in november in issue number three which i actually said was the my favorite issue of the year i that loved was your it. 10 out of 10 yeah yeah it was uh 96 highest selling of the month not too bad of a drop Push thirty thousand and change with a deficit of seventy seven sixteen copies, and that was just uh, they lost twenty percent. Not too bad. But then December there was no Doom Patrol, and uh, it's really now it's just slipping down uh, pretty precipitously. I would think uh, January issue number four was one hundred and fifth highest selling, and that was it pushed twenty six thousand two hundred sixty one copies. Now it's coming close to that. 20,000 cutoff. I'm not sure if that really applies to Young Animal, quite frankly. Yeah. I wouldn't see why it wouldn't, you know. Uh, they sure. have to sell <laughs> comics, too, like anyone else, but they lost another almost 4,000 readers or uh, units, and that was, they lost 15%. So this isn't that horrible. No. But it's it's not a it's a bad trend. And February there was no Doom Patrol, which is an even worse trend. <laughs> and, I, and I'm at the point now, I would, I've told people since uh, January, since the fourth issue. If you haven't been getting it yet, 
just wait for the trade or get the issues and wait for it to end because we're not before you read them yeah you can't count on when the schedule anymore to to keep up the momentum and i bet it's going to be a great single read but oh yeah it's just too bad for the single issues so uh it, you know it really did for me chris it really let the wind out of my sails on this book a little bit you know i i still enjoy it remember the last issue which we don't you know this was came out in i must have been in march right yeah. uh I, I said I wanted to even grade it worse, almost to punish the book <laughs> the, yeah, for letting absolutely. me down. But I enjoyed the singular issue so much, I ended up giving it, I forgot, an 8, an 8.5 or something like that. It was a solid score, yeah. It was, it was and it ended up, you know, we ended up having a lot of fun with it. But uh, definitely, it's it's affected my, my perception of the book and the story. I mean, we had that guy introduced and killed in the same issue. Yeah, Terminox. I Terminox. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that was the intention. I mean, this is a lot of conjecture, but... Anyway, I'm going to start getting depressed if I talk about it too much, I'll tell you. <laughs> but uh, we still enjoy it. We still, I, you know, we I do. still look forward to it. And uh, I really actually do look forward to having it collected in my Doom Patrol pantheon. You know, I think it'll mm-hmm. stand up with a lot of the other books. Uh, definitely, we've been saying all along, if you like Morrison's Doom Patrol, that mm-hmm. shares the most DNA with this Doom Patrol by far. And Absolutely. Uh, if you're, you know, obviously, if you're already a, Doom Patrol fan or a Doomy, <laughs> right? Is that what it, <laughs> I think that's I think that's what they call us. Yeah. <laughs> or the Doomed, anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, of course, you're gonna like it. But I'm thinking also, you know, a lot of the line and this book, and then you know the book we're about to talk to, the, specifically the one next, uh, really uh, give me a feel of that '90s Vertigo, mm-hmm. uh, Sandman, Hellblazer. You know what I mean? Ladder Swamp thing, all that stuff. Really give yeah. me that kind of those feelings. Uh, so it's it's books like that. If you like that, it's it's, it's if you are sick of the capes and tights and you want to see something else, book comic books can do. I think Doom Patrol is a good place to look. But I would say issue six is is supposed to be coming out imminently in a in a couple of weeks. So yeah. get that, get the whole thing, read it, read it in one bang, and uh, let us know what you think of it. We would love to. Absolutely. We would love to know. I think this is a very good. Uh, it's like a gateway drug into the uh, mm-hmm. into the weird books because it does have a little bit of the superhero bent still in it. Yep. But it's it's not Superman. It's not Batman. It's a uh, it's something altogether different. It, yeah, it's, that's it's, true. This is a good one to. This is the one to try if you're like I wonder what these young animal books are about. This is yeah. the one to look at. And uh, the next book we're going to talk about is Shade the Changing Girl, num- uh, number one through five. I think this is now the flagship of Young Animal. Seems like it, yeah. <laughs> the most consistent. Yes. Uh, the the first five issues were all written by Cecil Castellucci and had art by Marley Zarcone. Uh, we did have a fill-in, but uh, not a fill-in, but a guest illustrator, but that yeah. is uh, outside of the, the, the first uh, arc, of this yeah. here, yeah. Um, the first arc is complete. Uh, we've had the entire first, uh, what do we just review? Issue seven. So the first yep. arc was six issues, and then number seven was a standalone. Uh, the series has been great at uh, providing character motivation and backstory, uh, kept keeping it at a very steady pace. Um, we're getting a lot of information, but none of it feels like an info dump. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the imagery is fantastic. It's just, uh, and even in the short, you know, first handful of issues we have a solid maturation of the characters here definitely where yeah. uh you know we start off uh where where loma slash shade slash megan slash whatever is a uh, is petulant and quite unlikable mm-hmm. but uh we wrap up the first story arc 
digging her. You know, it's like a just it seems uh, like another book that we're going to talk about in a bit might learn a bit something about that <laughs> from that. But you're, uh, you're very right, and she has had some character growth. Hold on, <laughs> excuse me, folks. Um, <laughs> she has had character growth, but not so much that she's not still kind of a space case. Yeah, you know, flighty kind of person. I got to say, Chris, too. Like, I think it speaks well this book how much you like it because you usually have no patience for characters like that at all. <laughs> I don't. You don't. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, one one hint of a character like that, you're like, fuck this. You know, I'm out of here. <laughs> but uh, this is a case where you know, because she is likable. Uh, she's just something something sym- sympathetic about Loma, um, where I don't know. It's something realistic about her, I guess, from a from a teenage sense of like. Yeah, she's narcissistic. She's flighty, but she is, you know, not a not a bad bird, as they say. So, <laughs> I, I hate terms like quirky because they're very nebulous. But it's about the best thing I can can say about her. She's it's she's got a lot of quirks, and uh, yeah, and even her more unlikable ones are still somewhat charming. Oddly enough, um, now to discuss the sales and this is uh <laughs> if we were depressed talking about the lack of Doom Patrol. Uh, this is going to be kind of sad. October issue one was the 100th highest selling book mm. at 32,081 copies. We drop quite a bit in November issue two. Uh, it was the 135th highest selling with 19,526 copies, uh, dropped tw- uh, 12 and a half thousand, uh, 39% attrition. So that's it. That's, that's kinda, huge. I mean, that's yeah. still the one to two drop. Yeah. But- this but I know that Shane high. didn't have the as many uh, variants, you know, and it's it's still no. it's, it's it didn't start as you know as high as we might have liked either for it to have this amount of a drop. It's really kind of spooky. Yeah, because it dips under that that twenty thousand. That twenty thousand. Yeah. Uh, December issue number three was the hundred and fifty first highest selling with fourteen thousand three hundred ninety seven copies. It dropped to another twenty six percent of its readership. Um, January issue four was the 169th highest selling. That uh, yeah, it uh, sold 13,536 copies, dropping another six percent, which it may be a sign that is leveling out. Yeah. Um, but then the next month, February's issue five was the 172nd highest selling. Uh, at eleven thousand, almost almost in the four digits, eleven thousand six hundred and seventy copies, dropping another fourteen percent. Pretty bad. I, 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 I don't uh, I don't like the odds. No, I I I have to agree. Yeah, I I couldn't see if it keeps going like this. There's no way they're gonna go past the second arc. I, you know what I mean? I can't see it. I don't I don't see how they could justify it. Uh, it's unfortunate. It is. This is this is a cool book. It's definitely you know a unique. And again, you have to be have find the right audience. But yeah, that audience we like it. That audience must be out there. Um, there sure. There are weird people out there in the world. So uh, and you know this this is this is a book that I I would be okay with. Um, probably my teenage son or daughter reading i would think you know what i mean I don't yeah know. yeah it's not gratuitous yeah. um you know it's not like another book we're going to talk about in a bit but uh <laughs> a little bit of you know, cur- I, a little bit of curse words a little you know bit. what i mean but but nothing bit. nothing too crazy and you know teenagers use curse words and uh sure. but you know the angst to me seems real it Genuine. seems authentic yeah it's it's, yeah. it's it seems like an earnest kind of uh character and i i approve of the whole setting and whatever it's uh even the way the most recent one, this issue seven, 
ended. You know, I, both of us had Excellent. like a yep. we had like a little bit of a of a feeling about it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like, oh man, it's, it's too <laughs> it can bad. actually evoke or a, a genuine reaction. Yeah, from us. so that, that says a lot for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm not thrilled about this. I I can't see this unless something juices the sales up. You know, yeah, this one's little, not, probably not long for this world. I, I, you know, and and if it does finish out its second arc, it will be uh, the the graciousness of DC Comics. It won't be yeah, because, just letting them do exactly. It, yeah. That's all, just to get the second trade complete. So, uh, yeah, that's too bad. Because yeah. when when I first when they first uh, announced the the lineup for Young Animal, I saw this one and I kind of rolled my eyes uh-huh. because. You know the whole the whole thing about comics lately has been diversity. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's organic or forced, it's like oh we have Shade the Changing Girl. girl. What? It's like hey hey what? guys are you mad yet? Are mm. you mad yet? And it's like when I saw that I was like eh okay. And then you know we tried it and it was it was fantastic. <laughs> I I just wonder if other people are just so tired of the forced diversity that maybe they've been scared to pick a book like this up. You know, you might have um, a point there. Yeah, it might be people looking at. I mean, as you pointed out in the Shade the Changing Man run by Milligan, he does. He hmm. is a girl for a while. He does turn into a girl so for, it's, for it's, an extended arc. It's, yeah, so not, it's, it's not. It's not like it was impossible. Yeah, and uh, it's it's. If you're already a fan of the character, I would think that it wouldn't be anything unusual for you for a, a reader to look at it all. But uh, sure, possibly you could you could have something there, and it's it's too bad because. It's not like that, you know what I mean? I'd say, no. you know, I'd say the things that it's preachy about have to do more with, uh, you know, it, teenage relationships. If if you can even Pretty call much. it preachy, but it, you know, it de- it's it definitely not has, really. But the, but it definitely, you know, it shows bullying and it shows, uh, you know, victims of bullying. But I guess that's just sure. that's just high school life, and whether that's, it's yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the reality of life, yeah. Yeah, and like you mentioned earlier, if you're a fan of that early Vertigo or even the proto Vertigo, I think you'll dig this book. Yeah. This is a definitely, you know, if you're a fan of the original Shade the Changing Man, even though they don't have a whole lot in common outside of, you know, the, the madness vest. Yeah. I, I think you'll dig this. Uh, it's definitely written it's definitely written in, in 2016, 2017, but uh-huh. it's uh it's still Still very, very good. You know, <laughs> I would uh, also say that the storytelling, though, is a little, like, ethereal. It is. And possibly, if you've enjoyed books by J.H. Williams, like Batwoman, or, mm-hmm. uh, what the Promethea. Hell? Promethea. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Like, mm-hmm. as far as style of storytelling, because it's, it's not difficult, but it is unusual. You know, it, it it's is. the same in Green Lantern book, where everything's no. in, its, in its slanted panels, just, you know what I mean, up in a, all <laughs> stacked up in a, in a row. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, you have to see it to believe it. I can't really explain it, but, um, yeah, it takes a certain mind, I think. And, you know, a lot of the people that, that we, that listen to our segment that have tried it, I think all of them have come away liking it. You yeah, know. I don't think we've had anybody yell at us for uh, for recommending this. Exactly, one just which yet. is something we fear all the time. <laughs> it is. It's like, oh man, this dude spent four dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially for these books, like, oh god, I wish I, I almost want to give him a money back guarantee, but I do want to make it clear we do not we offer do not a money back guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so that next. that's sad news. But next week we have uh, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Uh, one through five, or are we just yep. can just cover four? No, we got all five right here. Yep. Uh, and that also did just finish its arc, but we're not going to handle that six one. Written by Gerard Way and Ron Rivera, art by Michael Avon Oming. Uh, opening arc has concluded with a cliffhanger to the point we even said, like, is this really the full arc? We're not. 
Yeah. You know, this might be what the a fabled seven issue arc. It does happen sometimes. Um, this was a great reintroduction to Cave Carson, and for us, it was a introduction. You know, <laughs> I, you know, it's so weird because now that we read Cave Carson, I see him everywhere. He's popping up everywhere. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, how did I not? It's like I, I know about these comics. I've, I've read, you know, some of these, and I, just a character just totally glossed over in my whole life. I have no idea why. You know, it's now like I, he's a forgotten hero. I guess that's I, he was he was blanked <laughs> blanked from our minds. You know what I mean through uh, uh, hyper bleed or whatever the hell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we, but we don't know for that reason how similar this is to the Silver Age characterization. Although doing research, they bring, they brought a lot of his trappings. You know what I mean? Uh, what's that one guy? Jay. You know what I'm talking about? Who works for yeah. EDX? He's like he was from part of his team. He was he was one yeah. of the challengers and like. Uh, there's been some references. Obviously, Wild Dog wasn't there, but you know, yeah. the Mighty Mole was all part of that. So there's there's connection to it. We just don't know anything about it. And speaking of Wild Dog, he's great in this book. Uh, he's awesome. You know, when we when we it was funny when we first saw him. Wasn't there something else happening? Wild Dog had just shown up in Arrow, I think, on the, on TV, the TV show. show. But didn't he show up in the comics too somewhere? I can't remember. He was there. There was a gang of uh, guys in wild dog jerseys on the cover of Green Arrow Rebirth, but right. I, I haven't read it yet, so I don't know if uh, if he's actually shown up in that or not, or if it was just a you know a call out. I don't know. The, I don't know the yeah. I don't know how it was used, but I remember thinking to myself that this. I was like, I wonder if this is going to cause any uh, friction. Co- <laughs> friction, exactly. Inter office friction, and frankly, we still don't know if it did. But I love. <laughs> I love the way Wild Dog is used in this. Uh, he's also become a sympathetic character in, in his own right. Last uh, mm-hmm. last issue, we got to learn a little bit more about his crappy upbringing, and uh, for for a book that's chock full of action and monsters, you get a little bit of characterization in there now and again. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like people know how to write comics sometimes. Go figure. This one is also um, not on a good trajectory, folks. I, I feel like we're giving people the bad news about their... Uh, <laughs> about their uh, plumbing, you know what I mean? I got bad news, folks. You, got, you need a new foundation. Uh, so this first issue was October. That was the 89th highest selling with 35,204 copies. Uh, issue number two in November was the 129th highest selling. It pushed 20,096 copies and uh, lost 43% of its market share. Um, December issue number three was the 145th highest selling. Now it's pushing 15,232 copies. I mean, it's 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 sunk below that. And really, even the last one, it's only moving 100 copies over that magic 20,000 mark. Yeah. Now this book does go for four bucks, though. I don't know if that puts it in a different. Maybe it can maybe, maybe it can handle up, yeah. up to 15. Whether it can or not, though, by the fourth issue in January, <laughs> it is below that 15. It only lost seven percent though between December and January, which is which is kind of tells you maybe we're uh, leveling out a little bit. But uh, then in the fifth issue in February, it sold 12,338, lost uh, 1,845 for a loss of 13 percent. Um, Maybe it'll stay around there though, because because it does seem to be slowing down the attrition here. Even though there's a big drop between January to February, there's not a big unit drop, huge unit. There, uh, you know, it's all relative, I guess. It is. <laughs> it, is it is a huge unit drop when you look at when the overall is only going to be fourteen thousand. You lose two thousand. You have walked into a new <laughs> echelon. <laughs> And this one, even more so, people uh, people I, I I didn't expect that would like a book like this. 
Because I'll tell you, Chris and I also, by the way, don't go around recommending books. That's we not can. like who we are. <laughs> you know, like people, people sometimes ask us, uh, or that you know, when people ask me about they want a book, what they get back are a list of questions. They might, they might as I might as well have a questionnaire for them to <laughs> fill out because I'm so worried. Like you, you know, I don't want to yeah. recommend the wrong book. I don't want to like. I would hate to have someone that wants to get into a comic and then recommend one where they'll never read it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Uh, but people from listening to our segment, they've picked this up, and two of one, they've all come back to say they love they it. Liked it. Uh, yeah. A couple of them, it's like become one of their favorite polls of the month. So mm-hmm. um, this one is a, is a kind of more straightforward, I think, as a comic, as an action comic. Sure. But uh-huh. it's the it's the art, I think, that pulls it to the out of the center. Would would you, would I you think, think so. so? Yeah. Um, and the art was something I almost always have. Whenever the art is a little bit. Different than usual comic book art. For the first issue, I'm I'm a jerk about it, and then I, I warm up to it real. By the third issue, I'm, I'm right quick, on board, yeah. and I love the art now. I think it's great. It's, it's great. I, I love the way he renders everything. I love he makes some storytelling decisions on the last issue that was so good. Remember going through that uh, yeah, monster's with body, the segmented monster, yeah. and uh, and the way he was. They were rendering, uh, the, you know, cave and gang their hallucination, but very subtly. Yeah. Uh, it was really well done. It, this this is a really interesting book, but it also is just a book of blood and monsters and you know badassery. You know what I mean? With explosions and and crazy machines and it's cool as hell. I, I really enjoy the heck out of it, and I hope they can squeak by at pushing ten thousand copies. This one, I mean, you know, they're gonna have the. I think the seventh one is next week, right? Yeah, next week. Yeah, next week. So. Uh, I would be surprised if this goes past two arcs. Uh, yeah, Probably. I don't know what the plan is. Maybe they, maybe there's going to be something that'll juice, you know, because because the thing about these this a book like these is maybe if you can somehow juice another ten thousand out of a month and then you know, or if the first trade sells like gangbusters, possibly you know, it might. Who knows? It, it might spur interest. You know, I mean, the thing is, neither of us are expecting this this book to go climb up to. You know, six-digit numbers. But if we could get it back up to like twenty-five, and then buy another three or four months of attrition, exactly. Now we are comic book publishers, people. That's how. <laughs> that's how comic books are made. You know, <laughs> that's basically. So I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Cape Carson dies in the next issue, only to come back in the twelfth issue or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, what would you suggest? I, I've, like, you know, I like you. The art is really what jumps out, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you if you if you dig powers, um, I, I think you'll like this. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it's the art alone because I mean this isn't Bendis writing, yeah. but uh, I think if you have an affinity for that kind of art, you will really enjoy this. Uh, and if you haven't read that old Wild Dog series, which actually is kind of tonally similar as far as you know, is. just balls to the wall action and and shooting mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. if, or you he, know, he does not Punisher shit like that. Like, like, like that's the kind of story it is in a way. Although Punisher even is a little more sad than you know. <laughs> the, the, there's not really a ton of feels in Cave Cars. It's more just like, whoa, what can we blast the shit out of next? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also even say like, if you're into like. Uh, like '80s underground, '80s and '90s underground comics. I'm thinking of dudes like uh, Daniel Cloes and uh, mm-hmm. gosh, uh, it's, people are like floating through my brain, but I can't. I can't think of their names on the spot, obviously. But 
a bunch, bunch of guys from that era, you know, that, the that Hernandez's, were, maybe the Hernandez's or, you know, people that with a kind of a stranger art sensibility, a little, little more unusual, a little, little less yeah. typical. Uh, you, you really might dig this, man. There's almost like elements of collage in it. It's really cool. The coloring is awesome too. Coloring That's is amazing. like half the lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. So I would even just say, if you're a fan of, of comic structure it's worth it to look at it get an issue just to look at the damn thing you know help us out yeah. here folks come on <laughs> sheesh we want to read these and if these you think things. about it actually read it too yeah that might while it's, you're there you might, might, as well, might, might as well <laughs> might as well read it you paid four bucks while you're there there you go but uh then we have the red-headed stepchild of our segment at least yes <laughs> mudda panic yeah that's what i always call it <laughs> we got the first three issues came out uh during our uh the time we're looking at here all were written by jody hauser and uh, i believe all three issues were, yeah. were drawn by tommy lee edwards because yeah. uh what's his face sean crystal didn't come on until four yeah um Opening arc was a short one, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, not just because we hated it, but because <laughs> it's nice to see uh, short arcs. It's Absolutely. nice to, it, you know, because could you imagine if this was uh, was written uh, w- w- decompressed? Oh God. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to give it all, you know, g- give away everything that, that you'll be talking about, but I think that that was real smart because we're seeing the second arc. Is and that's kind of filling kind of an origin in. arc. It's filling in a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of telling us so. Again, this is one that might be a really a much better trade read, but I would have to. Uh, assume, yeah. I, but I support shorter arcs every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I support yeah. one-offs. I support two-issue stories. I hate I hate these writing these extended, decompressed six and seven issue arcs just to fill mm-hmm. up a trade. I, I think it's one of the worst things in comics, and that alone, thumbs up. Even though we even though we hated it, I support. Yeah. I support its its the three issuesness exactly. So th- that was good. No, because you know there are some stories that require six issues. There are some stories that require twelve. It's true, but yeah. not every single not one. every single one. You know, <laughs> yeah, like that should really be the the exception, right? Don't you think? Yeah. So the rule, but, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're at, even at this point, it looks as though the second arc is about to wrap up with uh that's only going to be another three parter. Because uh, yeah. I, I think they've already solicited the uh, trade, which is going to be issues one through six. So it would make sense that since it's not just one arc, it would be two full arcs. One would hope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> unless no. the next issue is just a giant middle finger, which the, uh, the tone of this book it might be. It's happened before, you know what I mean? No, yes. but it does. It does feel, you know, we were reading it. It does feel like it could end easily next. To, you know, this story about yeah. her schooling and whatever her like, you know, secret. Yeah, the the, the past, gather house. The gather house yeah. thing. So uh, yeah, I, I anyway, we'll see what happens, but I think I think it'll probably end with six. Probably, yeah, because I mean, we're not talking about the the second arc here, but the second arc. While it's definitely not something that I would read if I wasn't reviewing it, it's it's less unpleasant. Absolutely, yeah. Um, where I mean, we even had a moment where she seemed to break character. The last issue where you saw we saw her like feel we saw the weight on her shoulders, like kind of kind of bring her to her knees. It's like that's not something we expected, and it was welcome. Well, you see, um, you know what they've done here is kind of a. a Typical literary thing that I hmm. say I think it'll work well in the trade because you open a book with a protagonist that you hate, yeah. Then through you know learning about that person, you can become sympathetic towards them. Yeah, they that get ha- redeemed in your eyes. Yeah. That hasn't totally happened first yet, but you see it on that trajectory. However, by making it a monthly, or as we will come to talk about, less than less frequently the monthly, but then sometimes. <laughs> 
more frequently than monthly also. So, yep. you know, but, uh, <laughs> um, by doing that, it, it's, it's not it's not building up the momentum you need so that you can have that, you know, basically like, you know, after reading the first three issues, which you would not have done, but you definitely would yep. not have gone back after you would have been like, screw this book. This this hero is a total jerk. I have no interest yeah. in this at all. But if you kept on, you realize that there's a reason for it. Now, does that make her not a jerk? Not really. But anyway, that's uh, more editorializing. <laughs> at, at four bucks an issue. Oh, yeah. And by the time you get to like the character, you've already spent 24 bucks. They always, they, tax. You're 100% right about that. You know, there, there is a, you know, money and, and story return mm. that you expect. Frankly, I think one way they could have done it, mm. you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, obviously, you know, Monday morning comic book quarterback can say whatever the, whatever he wants but uh you know the first two issues she's a jerk she's a mm-hmm. she's a jerk doing seemingly you know selfish heroic things like she was doing you know what i mean basically like you know taking revenge on people but it, it they happened to also be bad people so it was you yeah. know it all worked out for the good but then let's get it right you know but don't don't burn too much time Showing yep. what a jerk she is, you know what I mean? Like let's let's get into a little bit of a little bit of backstory and and start to start to build some early sympathy so that it it, it can be a slower burn. You know they're not expecting you to, to like see this person that you've come to loathe. And, yeah, exactly. And turn turn your change of mind about her, but uh, I don't know. You know some people seem to love this comic, so it's striking the right chord with some people. With some but, people, sure. And and actually the numbers are better than a lot of these other books. <laughs> Yes, they are. Uh, let's see here. The first issue, uh, we have a. This, these are all from Comicron.com here. Okay. Uh, November issue one was the 64th highest selling with 40,990 copies, which I think is the second. Is that the second highest launch? Yeah, it looks like. Uh, it, yeah, it, it is. is. This is the mm-hmm. second highest launch. Maybe it was excitement that we're actually getting a brand new character. Possibly. Uh, that's that's why I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it really was. It really was something we were like. It could be anything. It could be the best book of the line. It could be the worst book of the line. It turned out to be the latter, but we, we really didn't know. <laughs> Also, this is have the Gotham City connection, which might have something to do with this, but it could. It yeah. very well could. Because was the, the was the bat signal in the cover of the first issue? I want to say in the skyline. I mean, they had some variants, so I bet there had to be okay. a variant they used it. But I don't think it was on the main one. On the remember. main one, okay. Uh, the following month uh, was uh, December. Uh, issue number two was the one hundred twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Highest selling at 18,642 copies, dropped 55% of the readership. Wow. And to, uh, you know, and to strike while the iron's hot, January, no mother panic. Ouch. Um, February issue three was the 151st highest selling at 14,783 copies, dropped another 21% of its readership. Wow. But it's still up there. It's still one of the higher selling. It's the second highest selling one, right? Still at this point. So, uh, crazy. It's, uh, you know, people, like I say, there are people out there that love this book when it comes out. I don't really understand. I can see we, the more and more we've read it, I think you and I have become more understanding of it. Not necessarily, not not necessarily liking it, but being like, we're not as mad at it as we were. We see, yeah, we see the merit. There was an artist change on the second arc, which I think helped me a lot to like just see what the hell's going on a lot of the time. Mm. Um, yeah, we've just become more and and realizing like there is an audience for this book. It's not us, but there is a there is an audience, and apparently it's it's about fourteen thousand seven hundred eighty three people. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, this one is a tough sell, I would think. I don't know what to really, you know. I think uh, if, if you like uh, stubbing your toe or uh, <laughs> cutting yourself shaving, you might like this book. I mean, to some extent, I... If you like Batwoman, you might like it because it has a I've lot never of. Never read that yet, but uh... it has a lot of the similarities to Batwoman in that it's in Gotham City. Not even the woman part, but it's in Gotham City. Kind of a gothic, gothic sensibility to it, right? Okay. You know, yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of a darkness to it, and like, this is this is a female character, but even though we think she's, you know, her hallmark is being unlikable. But another thing is that she's also not subservient to anyone or anything. You know what I mean? She is a you know, an independent woman. She's, she's, you know what I mean? Beyond independent, she's actually a very wealthy celebrity, but you know, sure. Uh, you know, this is, this is not a bat, this is not a bat girl. You know what I'm saying? No, she is no, a not... bat woman. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I would almost compare it, even though there's, it only has the Gotham city connection, but, uh, that, that book that came out by the guy who did 30 days a night, uh, Simon doc uh-huh. was a, uh, was a, was a Gotham story, uh, came out, I want to say 2007, um, but it did feature uh, like a, it was a gothic, uh, similar art style too, a very kind of sketchy art. Hmm. Um, tonally, not 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 terribly similar, but it's what I keep going back to okay. when I read this. It's a, it kind of pulls me back to Simon Doc. Okay. Which, uh, not a, not a, not a great thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a ringing endorsement, but I mean, I, I would you know if you're into gothic stories yeah. you know what i mean and uh that that sort of world interests you i mean it's not hp lovecraft it seems very rooted in kind of like a gross underworld you know what i mean of like yeah. uh you know there's a lot painting of with blood painting yeah. with blood type of stuff and kidnapping children and whatever else all kinds of unpleasant stuff but um it has a gothic sensibility i i would say you could do worse than to give it a look yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we know, would uh, never tell somebody not to buy something. Exactly, but I would Except never. Except for Millennium. <laughs> Don't buy that. Uh, yeah, at any price. But uh, that's where we are with Young Animal. That's and it. you know, Bug is coming out in like three or four weeks, right? That's the the all May, right, beginning of May. I believe. Yeah, I think it's the first or second week in May. And there's a lot of a lot of hype about that, and I'm sure that'll that'll do pretty well out of the gate. But the rest of these books, they need help, folks. They need. Uh, some of them really need serious help. You know that shade is looking pretty, pretty thin on the racks. Big time. So uh, it's and, too bad. If 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 you like this series, you know, let people know. If you like these books, uh, I guess that's the best thing you can really do. And I was actually going to take a picture. I, I yeah, people who know me know that I am always looking through the the quarter and fifty cent bins. Yeah. Always. That's kind of uh, my addiction. <laughs> and. Uh, Young Animal is is always in there. Oh, man. I mean, I, I if if you live in Phoenix, Arizona, and you go to Jesse James Comics, you can get pretty much everything from Young Animal except for Doom Patrol for less than a dollar each. Hey, it's a great way to try them out if you want. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance. You want to try them out on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll tell people that might be the, go to your local comic store. I'm sure you'll <laughs> find similar deals because especially those first issues. Like all first issues these days, they came with a bunch of incentivized variants, and there was no legitimate way any store was going to be able to push all those copies, you know what I mean? Uh, that's the another ugly side of the game, as we know. I but, can't uh, see a store selling double digits on, on any of these except for Doom Patrol. 
I, I I'll tell you in my in my comic shop, uh, you know, which is Midtown Manhattan. It's not mid, it's a JHU, but it's right there on Thirty Second Street, and you would think it has a very whatever uh, you know brainy clientele and you know all into non superhero comics. And I've just seen those those racks get thicker and thicker with back issues. Yep. You know what I mean? I think they ordered pretty well on a lot of them, and they have not pushed them so. You know, this is one place. You know, we, I can't sure. really speak for yeah. the way it is. I'm sure some stores do better. Yeah, some do better, some do worse. But it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know really what to say about it because don't buy it if you don't like it. If you're not interested in it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't want people to, to, <laughs> to, I don't want people to try it. I definitely wouldn't want someone who, like, whatever, loves the Justice League to be like, oh, I love the Justice League. Let me try the Doom Patrol. It's like, slow down. It's not really a one-to-one <laughs> exchange right there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? What, 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 what do you think about the state of Young Animal? You just, is it, do you think it can bounce back? Well, I mean, we've we've talked about this a bit. We have, uh, we have the hiatus coming up for Doom Patrol, right? Yeah. And that was kind of the straw that stirred the drink here. That's what kind of, even though it's not been coming out every month, it's still it's still the anchor of this of this line. Yeah. And I'm afraid if that goes on hiatus, somehow it's going to affect these other books to where it's like, oh well, the, you know that that whole imprint's not a priority anymore. I, I think it could, yeah. And uh, and I like 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 we've been saying here, I, I said the second story arcs might be the final story arcs, and that's too bad. Yeah, it is. You know, um, they're going to cancel Mother Panic right after we start to like it. I mean, it, that really is Mother Panic, mm-hmm. especially sad because that is a brand new property that wouldn't yep. have gotten a chance, but. You know, not like I, not even necessarily like I expect a book like Shade or Cave to go into, you know, triple digit numbers. Uh, although, that would be nice to see that it would again be. someday. But I not like I expected that, but I would have liked to see a little more, I think, out of them. Maybe like a nice five arcs would have been nice to round out. But, mm-hmm. oh well, yeah, like, that's life. <laughs> the old vertigo thing of, uh, what was it, 60 issues, the five year run. That's, uh, that would have been nice. But, that would uh, exactly, like, you know what I mean? And it, it makes for a nice, uh, you know, you have your. Nice you chunk on the shelf. Yep. You know, you have your you have your arcs within arcs. You know what I mean? You have your overall mm-hmm. story. You know, Sandman is one that works beautifully like that. But uh, absolutely, uh, a bunch of them, a bunch of them work okay like that. But anyway, what are you going to do? Luckily, Chris and I have been around long enough to see many of our favorite comics go away, <laughs> so we're not <laughs> too broken up about it. <laughs> I feel It'll like some, right. I feel like sometimes <laughs> I have. It's my. It's the touch. The touch of Reggie does it. You know, if I say I like a book. Done. I'm definitely like that on the, on the regular pile. <laughs> all the books, all the books I read, they they tank. Although, in their defense, they are terrible. There you go. So there is a reason behind that. I would. I'm not telling you to go out and read freaking, uh, you know, Hellblazer right now. <laughs> but anyway, we do have some uh, young animal books coming up over the next couple of weeks. Next week yes. we have Cave Carson as a cybernetic eye number seven, which is going to either start a new arc or conclude a previous arc. We're not sure. Right. I think it's going to start a new arc. I have a feeling. Almost, almost probably. Yeah, yeah almost but uh, but it did. It ended last time with Cave unconscious, and his eye had jumped out of his head to fight that giant brain slug monster. Thing. Yeah. So uh, we'll be definitely looking forward to that. Following week, supposedly, is Doom Patrol number six. I think. <laughs> I think it's going to come out then, and then that then we're going to be on a hiatus till July when. Yeah. Number seven, which is drawn by Mike Allred and Allred, probably yeah. colored by her, his wife, I'm guessing. Uh, but more, more certainly, I think we're going to get Mother Panic number six. 
the same mm-hmm. week as Doom Patrol. So if we and that yeah that would that would end out their trade, their first trade and their first their second arc. So looking forward to that too, and uh, we'll just take it like it comes as we always do right here on this here segment. This here. Mm-hmm. This Yar Young Animal segment that we got mm. Yar. But I think that's all we got for him this week, Chris. You got anything else for him? No, I think that I think that'll do us. Uh, I, I wonder if in six months we'll be doing another one of these or if we will uh, be doing a, uh, a post-mortem. Yeah, or maybe we'll be going over to the Wild Storm segment. Who knows what we'll maybe. do. You know, maybe we'll go over with another. We'll, we'll be doing the Hanna-Barbera segment. No, we won't. Oh. We will never do the Hanna-Barbera segment, folks. No. Anyway, uh, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. Remember back in the days when niggas had waves, gazelle shades and corn braids. Pitching pennies, honeys had the high top jellies, shooting skelly, motherfuckers was all friendly, lounging at the barbecues, drinking brews with the neighborhood crews, hanging on the avenues, turn your pages to 1993, niggas is getting smoked, G, believe me, talk slick, you get your neck slick quick, cause real street niggas ain't having that shit, talking text correct, smoking blunts in the project. What's happening, Weird Science? Vermillionaire here, bringing you this week's rendition of Vermillion's Visions. Um, this this has been a pretty busy week for me. I haven't gotten to read a lot of different comics, so I'm going to go back to uh, an old comic here that I, I reviewed for uh, the last three issues on the Marvel Mondays on WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Um, so... Uh, this this title is called Empress. Uh, it's by Mark Millar and Stuart uh, Imonen. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not real sure. Mark Miller, Mark Millar. I don't know. Uh, but they before this title came out, they uh, they basically told everybody that they wanted it to bring the fun back to sci-fi. All they wanted out of this was really just a, a big scale fun exciting sci-fi uh you know adventure across the galaxy and i think they accomplished just that this book really really is a lot of fun um there's a lot of stuff that happens that the group is always getting in trouble um you know just just a lot of sci-fi fun is pretty much the best way to describe it he described it best even before it came out um this title has already been sold off to be a movie. I haven't heard much about the development of this movie, but I think it would be a, a, a really fun movie to go see uh, if they could pull it off pretty much pretty much straight from the comic. Uh, Millar said himself that he he's working on the movie with, with the screenwriters and with the director trying to bring it how he wants to see it on the big screen. So I think uh, if, it, if it comes to be, it could turn out to be really, really good. Um... Unfortunately, uh, if you guys want to read this, it is not currently on the Hoopla app, uh, that you know that online library type thing that uh, that Jim has been talking about for the uh, for the New 52 review. Unfortunately, it is not on there at the moment, um, but the uh, the hardcover is out. Um, it's a pretty good price. You get the first seven issues. It uh, it's 
$13.20 on Amazon, so a pretty good price. The And the trade paperback comes out in July. Uh, it's just the hardcover right now. I don't actually own the hardcover. I bought this in single issues, um, so I don't really have anything to input on, you know, how the how the hardcover is made up, whether there's art in the back that looks cool or different added things. I can't really comment on that, um, but I I do have all seven issues uh, in singles, and I loved them all. Um, on Comic Book Roundup, this is currently sitting at an average critic rating of an 8.8 .8 for the first seven issues and a 7.5 user rating. So uh, pretty well received, both from readers and from uh, the critics of the comic world. Um, I don't know yet if if Millar wants to make uh, a second volume and move on to issue eight. I think he could if he wanted to, um, but this does work. Uh, does work as a single story within itself. Um, it just kind of depends on what he wants to do with it. So jumping right into the book, um, I think you guys are going to be able to tell that this is going to be a, a pretty quick review, um, and it's that's pretty much just because you know a lot of things happen, but not a lot of things happen that are, you know, directly related to the overall story. Uh, like I said before, it's really just a lot of fun. A fun romp across the galaxy, getting into trouble, getting out of trouble, finding new ways to get out of trouble, and different danger to get into. Um, so I'm, I guess I'll just jump into it. Uh, so there are really six main characters uh, to the story. Uh, so you have Queen Emporia, who is the empress uh, in the title. Um, she has three children. Their names are Ayn, who is, uh, you know, your your traditional angsty teenage daughter. Um, and then little brother Adam, who's like uh, the the tech kid of the family. And then a baby, a baby named Puck. So uh, Emporia has her three kids with um, King Morax, who is your traditional psychopathic, murderous emperor who rules over the galaxy um, just by by slaughtering anybody that gets in his way or tries to oppose him. So he's a pretty bad dude. He actually he met Emporia at a bar where um, she was a waitress um, back. A, a very long time ago, he met her and pretty much just said, I don't want to hear a single thing about your past. I don't want to know anything about you, but I promise you all the riches in the world, so come marry me. And she does it, and she lives uh, with him for a, for a long time, but eventually she can't can't put up with him being a complete fucking psychopath anymore. Um, so Dane is her bodyguard who has been assigned with protecting her and her children uh, for years and years. Um, Emporia kind of has the hots for Dane, and Dane has them back for her. Uh, so Dane helps them escape uh, from King Morax, and you know they go on a trip across the galaxy trying to get away from him. Uh, they're trying to find Emporia's long-lost sister, who because Morax wouldn't let her talk about her past at all. Uh, he has no idea it even exists. Um, so they take off. They 
uh, enlist the help of this guy. His name is Tor Blinder. Uh, he has this machine named Ship, and Ship can teleport them uh, to anywhere that that Ship can see. So as long as Ship is in view of whether it's another planet or somewhere else on the same planet, as long as he is in view of it, he can teleport them around to those places. Uh, so that that gives you an easy, quick way to jump to different planets that Mark Millar has created throughout this world. Um, so they pretty much just go and get themselves into all kinds of different trouble, whether it's, you know, Puck and Dane, or they get eaten by a giant monster and fight their way out from within it. Uh, they teleport into the middle of a war zone. They teleport onto a planet that has a constant raging dust storm. Uh, so they can't teleport off of that planet for a while. They have to find a different way to get off of the planet. And they even get offered up as sacrifices to the inhabitants of one of the planets uh, that they land on. But they manage to get out of all of that and escape uh, with their lives all in one piece and continue on. And they eventually do find... Emporia's sister Valeria, um, and Valeria lives on a planet called Euphoria, so obviously if she lives on a planet called Euphoria, there's going to be some shit that goes down there. Um, so once they make it to uh, her sister's planet, they uh, they get offered to stay uh, and take refuge there, um, and then we, we get to see a little bit of the relationship between Emporia and Dane, um, but unfortunately for them, Ayn sees this, and she is not very happy about the fact that her mom is hooking up with her bodyguard, um, so she runs away during the middle of this, and she runs into the city and calls her dad, uh, King Morax, to come find them, uh, which is not good news uh, for any of the group, as well as the fact that uh, there is this race of people called the Quez, and the Quez have figured out some kind of way uh, where they can, where you can transport yourself into their bodies and then they turn into you. Uh, so it's basically switching bodies and switching consciousness between bodies. Um, and during this, they will live your life for you. They will uh, exercise, eat right, keep your body fit. And you can live in their bodies for a while on this resort planet and just eat and lounge around and make the uh, Quez bodies fat as fuck and just do whatever you want to their bodies uh, for the price that you pay to switch bodies with them. And you can do absolutely anything that you want. Pretty fucked up concept if you ask me, but... So during this, Valeria and her husband are actually on the Quez resort... Uh, so there are Quez people living in their bodies uh, who let Emporia stay at the house, which doesn't turn out too well for them because, like Ein, these Quez people also call King Morax to the planet uh, and help help him capture the group of people, uh, which finally leads us to our last issue, uh, which is the final final confrontation between Dane and Emporia. Uh, against King Morax and his group of people. But you know how I do things. I'm not going to give away too much of the last issue just because, uh, once again, the reveal the reveal of the last issue is great, something I definitely didn't really see coming. Um, it's, just, it's just a really cool look into Emporia's 
back history before she met Morax, the part that she wasn't allowed to tell him about at all, um, and the reveal and the final battle uh, and how how everything gets resolved is, is really good. Um, and like I said before, it ends in a way where... Yes, there are some some plot threads that could be could be explored in a future future issues and another volume later on, um, but it also works as the, as its own standalone story. Um, I really like the universe that Millar created with this. Like I said, it's just a lot of fun, and Stuart Monin's art looks fantastic. Uh, this is the first book I've ever read with him on the art, or the first book I ever read. Uh, at that point in my comic reading experience with him on art, and I love him as an artist. Um, since then, I've kind of been looking around trying to find other things that he does and check those out. Um, but I am officially a big Imonen fan after reading this. I think the two worked really well together to make to make this such a fun story. I mean, it, it, it looks great. There's, there's a ton of action. Um, it just works really, really well as an entire as an entire volume of stories here. Um, and like I said, I don't know if they're going to make an issue eight or continue on. I have heard rumors that this is going to be a three, three separate volumes, uh, all together to make a one giant story. But like I said, I don't, I haven't heard any official details on that. Um, but overall, I think I, I would have to give this, these first seven issues a combined probably, Probably a nine or nine point five out of ten. I had so much fun reading this comic. Um, whereas a lot of times you get these sci-fi stories that are bleak and dark and depressing. And while there were some some bleak moments in this story, there weren't very many, and it was mainly just action-packed, adventurous fun um, that I was such a big fan of. I love the art. I love everything about this comic book. Um, so I highly recommend it to anyone out there looking for that type of fun sci-fi adventure. The uh, Millar and Amonin work tremendously well together on this book um, and created a really, really good piece of comic book storytelling, um, in my personal opinion, and I feel like a lot of members of the of the Get Fresh crew whoop, whoop, would like this book if you haven't read it already. Like I said, unfortunately, it's not on Hoopla, but uh, it can be found, and it is very good. So to end this, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try telling you guys a little bit in advance what I'm going to be doing for uh, for next week's show, just in case you guys want to check that out, find it online, or if you already have the trade, uh, read up on the next on the next trade that I'm going to be talking about next week. Um, so next week, I will be bringing you guys uh, Paper Girls Volume One. Shout out to Anthony G on Twitter for the for the suggestion on that. Uh, I'll definitely get around to some of those other trades that you suggested too. Uh, but I've start I've read the first issue of a couple of the different trades that you suggested, Anthony. And I think Paper Girls is my favorite after the after just paging through it a little bit. So definitely gonna be jumping into Paper Girls next week. Jim also said he loved it, so. Uh, definitely want to bring you guys some quality quality comics for you guys uh, in case you're looking for other stories uh, that you want to pick up. So I want to bring you something that I think you guys will like. And Paper Girls is off to a hot start so far, so I will be uh, reviewing that next week for the segment. Um, but that pretty much brings us to the end of this week's Vermillion's Visions. If you want to find me, you can find me in the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Slack chat, or you can find me on Twitter at Vermillionaire3, down to chat about anything comics, 
comics related or otherwise. Uh, anytime you guys want to chat, you can hit me up on there. Uh, but that brings us to the end, so I'm going to send it back to Jim and Eric. Understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man. The time on the podcast is here, the voice that we all want to hear. So here we go. Alright, Eric, the last mail section. Thank you, Dancing Mike. I'm going to listen to that just going to bed tonight with a fucking heart on in my shorts. That's right. Can, I'll be doing the old crazy quilt fucking back and forth, baby. Alright, this is the last mail section. I'm going to get myself a Phantom Stranger. God damn it, I'm going to get the Phantom Stranger or the Gorilla Grodd. Uh, but we're going to finish off. The, this section starts with Chisanga. Chisanga says, sup, Jim and Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop, doop. This week's Supergirl made me very angry, as it, along with the Batgirl annual, seemed to give us smoke and mirrors for any potential Legion of Superhero story in Rebirth. I agree. The Batgirl annual was billed as Babs and Kara breaking into Arkham and finding Saturn Girl. Instead, we were in National City uh, to break into Cadmus with some no-named ice boy, Frostpoint. And Rock some telepath to set up the next storyline, which was followed by the story that confirms that Barbara is the worst friend to Alicia, if people didn't already get that, from her fucking, uh, with her toothbrush carrying uh, villainous boyfriend while her <laughs> marriage is going to hell. Then comes this issue of Supergirl, which we were told from the editor's note for Justice League vs. Suicide Squad number 4 to read this issue for Supergirl, and all we got was a Legion, or all we got for the Legion storyline is that Emerald Empress now hates Supergirl instead of Saturn Girl and is an afterthought. Good, good. I don't know if there are changes behind the scenes for these books, but I know I now wish they didn't bother to show Saturn Girl and Arkham if they weren't fighting to do anything or were not ready to tackle the Legion book. I just think that they didn't want to say anything yet. I, I don't know. It's such it a weird just thing to come, all, like, to come out like with all these things leading up to it saying this is going to be the issue you want and then oh never mind we'll bring it to you later yeah yeah we'll just we'll give you even worse like i said emerald empress is now gone she has gone and said that basically she talked to saturn girl that's what gets me that's the thing like show us that show us what she said or what happened 
Also, and, and really, what? Because like, as far as we know, you think that Saturn Girl would still be in Arkham, right? As far as I know. But so Emerald Empress just fucking showed up in Arkham and talked to her, but nobody has anything to say about that. Also, I don't know if you heard that Greg Ruckus around the Wonder Woman is going to end with issue 25 with Liam Sharp also off the book as well. Though he's going to be around DC for the next two years because he is exclusive. Who do you think will be the new writer and artist in the book, which we already found out since we found out this coming week? So yeah, they, they, they went ahead before the solicits came out. I have a feeling that the solicits for the issue 26 that will be coming out had to be changed. I, I don't think that they knew that he was going to quit up until last week. You know what well, I'm saying? Like this seemed to be very quick. All right. I'm going to tell yeah, him. That's death. what it seems. So I, I would guess that they're going to hurry with that solicit. And well, throw Greg, it in, we signed we'll you exclusive. See. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, what's going on, Greg? Hakeem says, what's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Brandon, the entire Get Fresh crew? So to recap this week's poll, I would say Batman and Superman had to take a backseat in quality and enjoyable reading. New Superman and Red Hood and the Outlaws and even Birds of Prey were easily the best books this week. I'll be really curious to know what you guys think about New Superman this week. Usually you guys tend to be one or two points below Reggie's score on the site when it comes to this book. But come on, you got to agree at least with Reggie's 9 out of 10 here. Nope. No, we didn't. A few random points, and yes, some annoying new 52 questions this week. One, one common criticism of DC was they tend to put Batman in almost every book hoping it would sell. But 11 yep. months into Rebirth, I think it's actually Superman who seems to be the best guest character on other books. Let's recap know, the books excited. he appeared in since Rebirth first launched. Aquaman? Nonsense. Deathstroke? Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, Titans? Nice. Okay. Batman? Nightwing? That was good. Nightwing was pretty good. No, not, not only that. Remember the, remember the Wally Superman issue? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was good. Yeah, not only that, but he seems to have a lasting effect on those books. Nightwing moving to Bloodhaven, Deathstroke arrested, Aquaman questioning his role in the Justice League. I'm telling you, you're mentioning this. Not all these books are selling, though. You, no. you just said that Batman's in there to sell. Yes, Superman has been in books, and they've been good. Whereas Batman's guest appearances on Nightwing, Deathstroke, and Green Lantern seem to be forgettable. I loved his appearances in the Superman books, though. What do you guys think? I think that he, you know, they want to throw their two big characters around in a bunch of books. And it does uh, but Batman still does sell. Happen. Batman sells. Uh, number two, in the Green Lantern's book last week, we saw that John Stewart and Guy Gardner discussing bringing in Simon and Jessica for more training. Now, I know Jessica never really underwent any formal Green Lantern training, but I always thought Simon did go through some kind of boot camp in on Oa and the New 52. Did he not? He did not. He did not. As an add-on no, question. Oh, by the time he really became Green Lantern and actually went off, Oa was already gone. Yeah. And even on Mogo, where he was at for a little bit before it became all Lost Army and Edge of Oblivion. Yeah. It just seemed like he was kind of hanging out during this whole, you hanging. know, the Durlin fight. And yeah, then you can watch, you can guess that him. maybe he was training a little, but yeah, I think they no. had too much shit going on. Yeah, as an add-on question, is Kilowog still the de facto trainer for the Green Lantern Corps? Yes. As far as we know, it seems like Guy wants to be, and Guy I would love to. Guy to be. But, uh, yeah, I think Kilowog is. Number three, here's a random thought. My favorite bromance in the DC Universe has always been between Barry Allen and Hal Jordan. Unlike the relationship between Batman and Superman where it's up and down, Barry and Hal always seem to be on good footing. When the two of them are together, it's fun, it's hilarious, and pretty much drama-free. But it seems like DC has shied away from bringing in Hal and Barry together for a story arc in recent years. 
No, yeah, it's coming up. It's time. coming up. They're actually it's there's a crossover coming up. So nice. I had a blast seeing the two of them together in the Justice League Volume Two trade in the New Fifty Two. From the way that trade ended, it seemed like Hal pretty much exiled himself from all Justice League members for a long time. Don't you guys? Uh, don't you guys just think it's time do we see Flash Green Lantern crossover at some point? It is coming up. There's a yep. future story that they're going to be together. Uh, one of the things that me and you really like was that one annual, and I don't even I really know. Liked it. I I don't even remember if it was a Flash or a Green Lantern annual, but I think it was a Flash annual in the New 52, and I wish I would have read this ahead of time and had the actual annual, which is really good. It's a one-shot annual with them two together uh, where Flash puts on the Green Lantern ring and shit like that. It's really fun, but sorry for the long email. That's enough for this week, and take care of yourselves boys and uh like i said coming up in flash uh there is a bit with uh barry and Hal coming up so that'll be pretty cool after the button story um last email for the night taylor taylor says hey guys what's up just finished the week in comics and ended the superman reborn series i enjoyed part four but it was confusing as hell i gotta say in the ads of the books it has the page for suicide squad 16 where it looks like zod is coming i'm really excited for that mostly because we get rid of that garbage ramita jr does on the book (laughs) i have also been reading through the injustice trades i've been enjoying it i just finished year four part one looking forward to where it goes and i gotta say i cannot wait for the new game i have been meaning to ask you guys this for a while now all the talk of the naked chalupa and all the different things fast food has done that has been great i thought i'd ask about the following three items number one the pretzel bun bacon cheeseburger at wendy's i love this burger i was so sad when they took it away but then they brought it back as a combo meal then they took it away again i do i do like that i, I never really did like it it was really good really? Uh, number two the boneless chicken wings at Sonic. They are so damn good. The buffalo and honey barbecue are great. The garlic parmesan was good, but they got rid of those two. We do not have a Sonic in town. Not at all. We, we had, had a Sonic and like it got taken away because the, was, the, yeah. guy was, the guy was a shyster and was doing something bad, and they fucking tore it down. Uh, number three, the little chickies at Sonic. These are pretty new and are really good. Last thing, one on the episode I'm listening to right now, Drew just called in complaining about Zack Snyder. For me personally, I have really enjoyed everything he has done. Dawn of the Dead was one of the better zombie movies uh, made. 300 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Watchmen was fucking awesome. I I don't get how comic people complain about that movie. He followed it perfectly. The only thing he changed was the ending that Dave Gibbons worked on the book agreed the movie version was better. Sucker Punch was a super fun movie to watch. Man of Steel made me like the Superman like Superman for the first time ever. I love Batman versus Superman. I understand his falls, but I also think some parts people complain about were great. Batman didn't become friends with Clark because their moms have the same name. If you were about to kill a stranger and they started saying your mom's name, you'd probably be confused and ask the same thing. He then realized Superman is basically human apart from the powers. He doesn't want his mom to die and Bruce doesn't want anyone else to go through losing their mom. I guess an intellectual part in a superhero movie where people are used to Marvel's watered-down bullshit is too much. Sorry for the long email, guys. Have a great zombie day tomorrow. Tomorrow's Zombie Tomorrow's Day, zombie you day Eric. You better watch it. Oh, it's it. Easter. Fucking yes. Yes. You you didn't bring home your steak. No, I did not bring home my steak. You <laughs> can't kill zombies with steak. Who though. knows? I'm telling you. When it happens, that, that, all bets are off. That's just for a heart right there. That's I'm steak. telling you, though. You don't. You could get it in the brain. 
Stick well, in the do, brain, it works. I do have a, a Roman axe underneath my bed. I'm telling so. you, the minute that there, if there were zombies tomorrow, I would laugh. I, I'm there just to watch. Somehow I'm floating above and I'm watching. And you go with the full-out rules, and the, unfortunately these are real zombies, and there are no rules, and you are dead. They're eating you. That really, all you have to do, well, you have to stomp on their foot. That's what, what stops what them in real life. What are we talking about? There are no I'm rules. saying you may just, I'm saying you say, oh, you don't stab them with a stake. You have to oh, do no, this. I'm saying I wouldn't you use don't that. that. You don't I, know that. You don't know. Nobody I know I knows use if it. this was real. It, it was real. All I know is they, you're killing Jesus, Eric, is what you're saying. Why would well, you kill Jesus? Well, he died for our sins and then came back for our brains. He did. That is what they say. But yeah, that is it. And yeah, I, I don't mind Zack Snyder. I, huh. I've only watched like two of those movies, but you know they're they're fine. Huh? They're fine. You tell me you want to watch the Dawn of the Dead remake tomorrow? No, I don't want to watch that. I uh, did see three hundred. It's okay. I got some. I got some laughs. That's a comedy, right? Isn't that yeah. the comedy where the guy he, he multiplies himself three or two hundred ninety nine times? So there's three hundred of them, so they can do uh, daily activities better. Isn't that what that is? It's been 300? a while since I've seen the movie, but I think that might be the premise. Yeah, I, I thought so. And then, yeah. you know, a couple of them, or it was, oh, you know what, I'm wrong. 300 was the movie where uh, the guy goes to the sperm bank and then has the 300 kids, right? The 300, yeah, yeah, they come. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. But, yeah, thanks, Taylor. And we're going to go. And, Eric, we're going to finish up the podcast strong cool. with three books. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down. His reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shea! Hello, Eric Shea. So much <laughs> better that than ended Jim's. Quick. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, this is the last section of books for the night. And if you know all the books this week, you know which ones they're going to be. And we're going to start off this section with what should be a book that would come a lot earlier in the podcast. Because I hate should, to admit really? it. I hate to admit it. But we really do tend to have the books that we didn't enjoy or that we don't think are as good near the end. They really right. do get shoved near the end. This book should be... In the first section of books. It really, really should be. And well, we thought it was going second. to be. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. Uh, it's JLA. And we've had all these people. We've had all these people already. You've heard mail after mail. Just people just ripping on this book. And I don't think anybody was wrong. This no. is a book that, uh, again, you had the Justice League of America book come out. And already you kind of may have thought, like, why do we need this book? 
You know what I mean? We already have the Justice League book. We have a Trinity book. You know, why not give us a JSA? Why this Justice League of America? And it was pushed. Oh, this is going to be Batman forming a team that's going to help the common people. We're going to do this and that and the other thing. I I think it's a bunch of nonsense. And any time now it pops up every every two weeks, I groan when I see it. I'm telling you, I always forget about it too. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And and the, the problem is me and you, whether people think we're miserable or not, or we don't give it we do try to give books a shot we oh, do yeah. try to give things a shot how is it that we're on issue number four is it because there were all those rebirth origin stories maybe but this book seems like it is dr- it's like a ball and chain around my <laughs> goddamn ankle and it shouldn't be after four issues at four no. issues i should be able to just say you know what it's been bad or it's been okay or whatever this book seems like it is just – I just – I told you. I groan when I see it coming the out. The only thing I can hope for at this point is, is this goes along the lines of every other Rebirth book, you know, when the Rebirth first yeah, started. the first and arc. And the first arc is just a little bit slow. Yeah, but here's find the thing. Footing. This is where I'm saying – this is where I worry because you say that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm on board. The problem is usually when we say that, it's because the first story is generic. The first story sets up the team and it's not that exciting. That's not really the problem here. The problem here with it's it's so many folds yeah. of the you know the dialogue, the characterizations, the not being able to deal with all the characters in the team. I mean there there are you have characters here that really already don't know what to do. You know what I mean? That, yeah, yeah they're with other characters. Uh, this book has tons of problems, and it's only four issues in, and it's just nonsense. I'll tell you, I said it earlier in the podcast that when uh, I think it was when Jeremy had his uh, rant and rave, that you're already forgetting some things. Like, Steve Orlando wanted to set up this whole thing that this was a powder keg. Y- you've never seen it. And no. at the end of this issue, they make it seem like, whoo, it's a good thing we came together before we ripped each other apart, but I'm still looking at Lobo. I'm like, no, you, you didn't earn that yet, so shut your mouth. And really, if I, the, the one I'm looking at the cover, and what do they do? Ryan Choi is just, what is he, a, a fucking dancing monkey on, you know, with killer, fu- <laughs> uh, whatever. He does nothing. Just sits there. Plus, I, I've never read a book where everybody seems to know everybody in the fucking universe oh, no, it's than fucking this non-stop. book. Yeah, the the villains and the heroes going at each other. They they might know their second grade teachers and their their likes and and care. It's I mean, just it's nonsense. Not... Just nonsense. It, it's so much nonsense. And then Batman knows the whole fucking multiverse. He knows all about Earth 8. It's like he's yeah. vacation there or some yeah, shit. Yeah, he, he's been to Earth 8 a million times, it seems, the way he's talking. And even at the beginning, uh, Lord Havoc, he starts talking as if Batman knows anyway. But we'll get into it. Tell us. Give me your blood before I, I fucking have a fucking aneurysm. Justice League of America number four, written by Steve Orlando with art by Ivan Rice, Scott Hanna, Joe Prado, Marcelo Maialo, and Clayton Cows. 
For our extremist story, our extremist story comes to a close with this issue. And man, was it bullshit! For as powerful as the extremists seem when they first showed up, they certainly they are certainly taken out like bitches here. And Kravia gets independence again. The Liberty Shield that we were all concerned about turns out to mean uh, not to mean anything. And the most no. interesting part of this book is the cliffhanger where we see the Earth Eight hero Blue Jay shrink down small enough to enter the microverse. But it's all nonsense anyway because this continuity doesn't line line up with Grant Morrison's multiversity at all. No. No, and and even then, you have Blue Jay going. You don't know who he is. No, nope. uh, Steve Orlando thinks I'm Batman. That I know everything because it, it's just nonsense. It really is nonsense. This book, like I said, everybody knows each other and they're talking, and it starts off uh, in Kravia, obviously, and it's the Ray. And at uh, most, it seems like these characters have been here for three goddamn days. At yeah, most, yeah. And Dream Slayer and Ray are talking because they're there at that frozen section that seems to have changed maybe they've walked around maybe to where they were away. Uh, but really they're talking about it and it's just going to keep on the the whole thing of the race saying listen you don't need to be controlled you don't need to hide your powers you can control them yourselves you got to give it a try that that's basically what you're going to get there and we get that the entire goddamn yeah, time the, the until it finally time. seems like you know what you're right the ray i'm going to go and yeah. try to save people yeah all right that's basically Bye, it then you have and you have everybody squaring off with each other, but it's just nonsense. It doesn't it, it really matter. isn't I'm anything to it. No. I and just, then that's where Batman. Batman's holding the shield, the Liberty Shield, yeah. and uh, Havoc says to him, "The last person to face me with that shield died holding it." And then Batman says, "I don't die." And I was going to say, "Yeah, you, you've died a couple times, it. Batman." Yeah. But besides that, like. Lord Havoc saying that it's just nonsense. It's just shit thrown out there. And he just, and then he says, You'll die if I will it. I wanted to better my people. I was robbed of that chance on Angor. Never again. And, and it just Batman starts. says, Nah, no. Yeah, well, no, Batman, it's worse. Terror doesn't better people. There is oh, strength there, Havoc, but it's not enough. The voices it's, of these characters are fucking it's terrible. It's so bad. We're getting back to the point where I say to people, read this dialogue out loud, and you will realize how Don't do fucking it. It'll ruin awful your goddamn it day. is. Isn't it? I'll parade your body through my streets. No one would dare resist me. No one says hello. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a sixth grader's goddamn play. I'm telling you, it's like, hark. Who goes there? It is I me, do. Benedict Arnold. I just That's weird. Just one of the kids this, to step forward when just, the time they is right. Just step forward. That's odd. This is a play about the Civil War. Oh, <laughs> no. I got the wrong script. Hello? Did somebody order the pizza with extra Italian sausage? I don't know where this is going. The end. <laughs> there you go. There, there's the play. I was waiting for Mr. to say, you're not, not on my time. <laughs> not on my time. Well, if I'm the dummy, why are you have your hand up my ass? But um boom it, It's just that bad. It's that you, bad. It does well, seem like everybody is. It, it is. Like you said. You said it perfectly. It's like a sixth grade play, but you have to imagine the kids stepping forward. Oh yeah, and the thing when is, when we, we signed about- the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> everybody was happy. I'm I was moving com- my chair so I could come. Oh, okay. It is me, John Hancock. Can, can I be first? That's okay with me. I'm 
Benjamin Franklin. Then why are you wearing clothes? Can you hear me moving my chair around? <laughs> I'm moving my chair around. I'm still here with this large Italian sausage. Oh what do you want to children. have me to do? Oh, no. This means it's time for the glory hole. Oh, children. damn. Who wrote this play? Oh, that was Mr. Werner. He's fired now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I should have written up a play. I had nothing to go with. I do oh. like moving my chair back and forth to be the Yeah, truth. that's fine. Uh, where were we? Where were I'm we? Saying, though, we get this whole thing. I was talking about when we were doing Titans earlier where, you know, the, the issue seemed like a lot of padding because it was just a big old fight scene where our heroes weren't shit. Here our heroes are actually winning, but because of the dialogue and how easily they're winning yeah. out of nowhere. Yep. It's fucking bullshit is what it is. And even the thing, like, where we have Lobo and Tracer fighting right off the bat, bat here, this whole thing where, you know, Tracer stabs Lobo, and Tracer is the Wolverine equivalent of a DC yeah, character. Yeah. And that's yep. the whole point of her. And they really have spells these Marvelized characters. Exactly. So he has these claws that get stuck in Lobo. He's like, you can't break these. They're just like, you know, Amazonian. Yeah, goes on, like on and on and on about it. And then and Lobo then just shatters. Like, he just breaks. Unbreakable don't mean unbendable fucking. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, yeah and then says, remodel your head there. Your brain will grow back to match. Plymouth Rock didn't hit us. It hit us. But we, <laughs> but we, we get these goddamn things where we see the individual what, characters. Eric? Go on. <laughs> we get these deals where we see the individual characters take on the villains, but you don't care because you don't know no. enough about the characters. Well, even I'm, I'm telling you, that whole thing with uh, with Lobo actually sets up the issue perfectly because we realize that basically the, the, uh, the extremists are going to win until they're not. And yeah. until basically our heroes just dispatch them at the end of their trash talking, because then it just continues from there. You have Gorgon who's there, and you have uh, Black Canary, and this is where she says, and this is I don't even the understand. Black Canary, I don't understand this, this at all because she uh, Gorgon says, or Gorgon. I've seen footage, Canary. Okay, I see all the footage. You help people, so why are you fighting me? If you could protect everyone in Seattle at once, you'd do it. And then she says, hold that pose, Gorgon, and hits hits Gorgon with a scream. Gorgon falls, and then she says, we don't spy on each other, but yeah, we do get each other's back. To guard against people like you. I I don't understand where you're going. Yeah. This almost made it seem like Gorgon was supposed to say, like, I've seen you. You don't belong with these people. You should look into what they're doing. You're with a bunch of pieces of oh, yeah. shit like Killer Frost and, and Lobo. And that's what she heard or yes. imagined what this is and what it, he said it's before not she had her line. It's because not no. what was said. It's as if Gorgon, like I said, should have said, I've seen the footage. You're lining yourself up with killers to do the right thing, but that's not what you should do. You know, join with us. We're on the right. And she's like, no, 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 I don't spy. Or even if Gordon said, hey, you should look into that. You should check out these people. I'll show it, but doesn't say anything. And she no. just says a line. We don't spy on each other, but yeah, we do get each other's back. And, and right. that doesn't make sense. Right. It makes sense for no reason of what was said. Nothing. And, no. and it's just, there you go. That is the beginning of that push again 
of of Steve Orlando trying to get back to the you know powder keg and they don't get along or whatever. But it, it doesn't but, have any context. But it got fucked up. It got fucked up. This is where I said to you, this happens to me and you a lot. We've talked about it before, where you're doing a review. We, right. you know, that's what we write. So we're writing reviews. You get tired. Maybe yeah. you, you pass out from drinking too much, Eric. Hey, Who hey, knows? Hey. Or you here's with me. Well, I have to go make dinner. And hear him singing. Yeah, or I have to go make dinner. Yeah. So what happens is I'm in the middle of a sentence or a little part. I go make dinner. And if I come back, if I don't proofread what I've done, I could start going where I thought I was and shit doesn't make sense. This has happened to me where I didn't even go back and proofread <laughs> at points. And I'm like, what the fuck did I write? And I, it seems like that happened here. Like he really thinks that he put something else and then this this line is supposed to mean something. It makes no goddamn sense. It no. makes no sense. And when we got the review copy, I actually thought because sometimes when we get the review copy, you don't get spread pages. I'm and, telling you, I thought they, the review copy of Background the Birds of Prey had a problem too. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying. Sometimes it aligns very weird, so you have to wait until you get the actual copy and, and see what's going on. And I'm like, I'm nope, that wasn't the case. She just says that out of nowhere, and again, but it fits this book because people just yell shit for no reason and it really got me upset and you go back to the ray and dream slayer and it's just the same things oh yeah they're just and they're talking about over. the same things again yep they just keep going over and, and over you, and basically montage though of fucking the the jla taking out the individual extremists i'm like even like when we get back to the the atom and killer frost yeah, they're yeah. losing until they're not where yeah. they just realized, hey, she says she's from hell, but look at her. Yeah, she's this doesn't breathing. make sense. You have it. So the the problem is, is you have uh, what's her name, Deathbat. Death yeah, Deathbat's there and has a fire breathing, goddamn fucking you know bat thing. She's riding. Yeah, she yeah. Fi- she fi- does fire breathing as well. So it's uh yeah, and it's Chiroptera. So that's going on now. The problem that Steve Orlando has is Killer Frost obviously feeds off of flame. She yeah. can take that energy, but he doesn't want her to have that. So basically says, yeah, you can't feed off of this. This is hellfire. Yeah. You can't feed off of that. Makes no sense. So as they're going, it's like, hey, you know what? She's burning, but it does, just because she's from hell doesn't mean she can't breathe or she doesn't breathe like us. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And basically freezes the air, the air around yeah. her so that she can't breathe. The problem is they're standing right next to her. So yeah. if they do do that, they can't breathe either. But they're talking. So obviously they didn't do what they said. You know? what i mean she's gasping oh oh no and then th- there's talking going on which means that she shouldn't be passed out from not breathing it makes no sense and like you said all it is is to say you won okay let's mm. move on let's take exactly. them all out easily after all these issues easily taken out to the point where they're uh, they're a joke they really are they a really joke are. I like at one point because then they go back to Lord Havoc and he even says at one point like, oh, you left them unattended? Boy, they're going to kick your ass. Why are you talking? They're fucking nothing. Bunch of yeah. pussies your team out of nowhere. Yeah, but yeah. yeah and then you just you just have Lord Havoc and Batman fighting it out and, and just awful why, dialogue. It was this whole thing in the last issue because we really had a bunch of ideas. What What's up with the shield? You know, Miss Liberty shell with yeah, imprinted yeah, on yeah. it and stuff like that. The whole thing is, like, you know, I didn't know it was American Crusader Shield. Yeah, but it ends up being Batman, the Captain America amalgam yeah, from but Earth. But the thing is, 
he grabs his shield and he doesn't stop using it. It seems he's using yeah. the freaking uh, Wondigen's freaking, like, you know, Lord Havoc has the Thunderer's Axe. He has and, the Thunderer's you know, Axe, yeah. Freaking Batman has the shield now. You really thought the shield was going to come into play and something. No, he's just using it as a shield. That's, that's all it is. And I don't know why he grabbed a hold of this because he's Batman. He never uses a goddamn shield. But out no. of nowhere, he needs to use it this entire goddamn issue. And it yeah. really never comes to play. No, and yeah, he gets hit. And at this point, you have what you think is going to be the big thing is that Batman has kind of pissed off Lord Havoc enough for him to start trash talking about how he doesn't really care about the people, but really never gets to that point. But Batman seems to like, it's almost like a eureka moment for Batman because Lord Havoc says, yielding killed Angor, I will not yield now. Surf mule, my blood is not weak. Uh, what are you talking about? And then he hits <laughs> he hits the shield, and Batman says, there it is. You don't care about them. They see who you really care about. What are you, what are you talking Who? What? Who sees this, and why do you think that? Why? And then he says, they'll see me crush the man who threatens our peace. That shield will break soon enough. And he says, maybe, but my people won't. And then out of some fucking thing... They all jump out. What is the? Where are they coming out? All I can imagine is somehow the Ray. Shr- I mean, uh, the Adam shrunk them down and fucking made them in. I don't right know. There. It makes it seem like a boom tube almost. It makes kind. it seem like a boom tube type thing that they're jumping out of. It's not explained. Like you said, maybe it is that they were shrunk down and jump up. But and then you have you know here you go you silver bastard. I'm like no, you're not gonna win me by that. You're not going to say fucking Trev or whatever or Bastard. Yeah, and that's not going to win me over. You got to do more than that. That no, that does not make a point, character. It's all everybody watches as Vixen goes to town fucking beating the shit out of Lord Havoc and yeah. she's like she has to have this you know like this whole explanation uh, like once you told me back, you know, three issues ago that the skin of yours isn't just metal, it's your flesh or whatever, you know. Yeah. I decided that was pertinent need to know information. So I became a poison frog and every time I hit you, it poisoned yeah, you a little bit more. You. And, be- and like, basically, like you said, it's because we you said before, you're the one who gave me the idea. That's not metal, that's your skin. Like really, this is this is what we got here. This is what we. And, uh, he's talking trash. Like I said, he's like, "You've abandoned my extremists. They'll retake their cities." And then uh, Vixen says, "Your team's face down in the dirt." Ooh-wee. And it all becomes down to figure out what the hell Bogda's going to do because you know, even though she had to be there so the people could see her be there, she didn't do yeah, a goddamn even thing. That she now didn't that have anything. Now that Havoc is down, she's got a shotgun to his head, and we find out you know we got to see what she's going to do. Is she going to execute him right here in front of everybody? No, she just fucking knocks him out with a butt, you know, the shotgun butt to the face. I like too though. It's just some lady. This is a huge country, and we yeah. don't know anything Bogda. about her except that she had her you know her little uh, beer hall pooch fucking crap and that she's there and the one guy goes who's that she stands with the league or us bagna it's bagna what what and then she's like you changed your name yeah your soldiers are in custody yeah really she did so what the fuck your sentence starts now and then you you go back before she does that. that, that one, you have that the one ending says, with hold on. That one person who says it's Bogda. That was just Bogda's hype person. Who that was like the hype guy. That's her flavor flavor. He was he's down like, in the yeah, basement. boy, that's Bogna. 
Bogner the, boy. Number one hype person. Yo, tell him what's up, Bogner. <laughs> and they're like, Bogner, who? Uh, but yeah, then even before that, you have Dream Slayer and Ray, and it's just nonsense. Dream, and it's basically like, hey, you can control, the, you know, yourself and do this and try to do it. And he's like, okay, I have to go. And Ray's left saying, what? And so was I. Yeah, because <laughs> Ray had nothing on. to do with this fucking uh, series at all. Yeah, yeah, and then that's where Bogna's like ready to execute. That fucking Lord, Lord Havoc, who just keeps going. He and then he says, "He's like you. Uh, he's like my message was harsh. I expected resistance. <laughs> did you? I did my everybody best. Who resisted, you killed. Yeah." And he's like, "Peace can only be achieved through power. People must know their leader's strength. So there is only one thing to do. If you can even lift that rifle, girl, kill me." And she says, "Your life isn't yours to give, Havoc. It's ours." <laughs> what? <laughs> she knocks him out. And there they go. They're like, hey, we did it. What's going on? And then she says, stability, safety, peace. Our needs haven't changed. Our methods will. And everybody's chanting Bogna. It is so cookie-cutter nonsense for for any sort of politics, especially. But just even in a comic, it is fucking horrible. It's horrible. You don't. If you like this comic, all power to you. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so bad. And then, uh, you know, she's yelling about the things. The nation's havoc and next will be freed. Oh, really? You could just say this right here yeah. in the middle of this crowd. <sighs> Just I don't terrible. like it. It's just terrible. It's, it's just, just terrible ridiculous. dialogue through and through. And I'm telling you, we it was just a big old fight to the finish here, which didn't mean anything because we didn't really know the extremists going in. All we know yeah. is they showed up, beat the shit out of our heroes, you know, took over a country, then the, and then they got the shit beat yeah, out of them, and they were done. Here's my favorite, though. You have Bogna and Vixen. They're there. And Batman's just in the back with, with Black Canary. And Bogna Still holding says, that fucking shield. Bogna right says, but thanks chest. to you, it was welcome, meaning that they have freedom and they can they can do what they're going to do. And then Vixen says, thank you, Bogna. It doesn't end now. The JLA will support your independence. Then Batman says, strange, Captain. Looks like I did fight an entire nation, and I won. <laughs> Who is and he talking? What is he he's, talking he's about? He's talking to that military guy in the background. I'm telling you, this is a callback Who from the second see, issue. Yeah. It's and so when they ridiculous. Told him, like, you can't fight an entire nation. And I'm yeah. telling you, it is such a weird thing to just throw out there with no like ba- like callback. There's to it. no I in team though, Batman. When I first saw, it, I thought he was talking to that guy in the goddamn you know fucking Arctic hat or whatever. He does beard. look like it. That guy with the fucking babushka. Yeah, but I'm it's like, just ridiculous. I, honestly, it's, it took me a while to figure out what the hell he was yeah, actually talking. Yeah, basically to though, this no whole callback. time, I it's even if it's a callback, it's not even. Uh, why not about, say though. we? I not why not say we? No, no, He's because there. It, He's like, in his I mind, won. it was Batman. It yeah, was, it's, it's just Batman. Batman won. So then you go back to the sanctuary, and they're there, and they're, they, you know, they're getting news about Kravia and things like that. And, and Batman, Batman says, that fucking, you know, he's ha- like, ha- civilian ha- custody yeah. for super terrorists doesn't thrill me, Vixen. And then she basically says, well, it's Wayne Tech. That right. that's hiding him. I'm like, he would know that. Why is he opening his mouth? Why is and Batman talking? And also, the McCabe here? Foundation is also yeah. helping out too. Oh yeah, this is a win, Batman, and and just a different one than you're used to. Uh, hey, this is just nonsense. And then they have holding up here. They have the trophies, and that's where Batman's like, the Crusader and the Thunder inspired another world to rise up, Vixen. How it do you couldn't know hurt that? to contemplate them. Yeah, how does he know this? How does he know this? He's not there. This is and a I'm different you, world. Even though, even though we will see in the little flashback after this about you know when Wonder Jin freaking American Crusader died, 
I read Multiversity, and I know the fucking Gentry came out and killed all of them, yeah, including yeah. Lord Havoc. Yeah, yeah. It, it completely throws all that out the window. And in the meantime, then, and you I have them. And is supposed to be a part of the Justice Incarnate, you know, yeah. even though yeah. – uh, it's just ridiculous. And then you have this thing. This is where I said you have Canary and uh, and the art takes a, a fucking downfall yeah, out of nowhere. Right I'm out of they, nowhere. It, like it fucking, really rushed at the yeah, end. Yeah, it really rushes this ending. And I think maybe it was just added at the end because that's where Killer Frost and Black Canary are talking. It's like, hey, you know what? You, I, I know we're supposed to be this team, but how is Lobo supposed to inspire people? And then Canary says, you're not crazy, Frost. He's holding something back. I don't like it, and I'm watching it. But if it's that bad, whatever it is, he'll need us. What? What is she talking about? She's talking about what Batman wants. I know, but it's just terrible. But I this know, is also this whole thing of the powder keg. The powder keg, but it and doesn't just, feel right it's because so st- it was barely dealt with it I'm at telling all. You, half the things he writes, I think, are things that didn't make the issue. It really is like things are set out of nowhere they ha- that are just laughable, the way they talk. And then they, they go back and show you what happened before on Angor. And I'm like, okay, I get that they they're want to show you the Blue Jay thing. I would have liked to have seen this earlier to know yeah. exactly what had happened. So you get this at the end just to get Blue, uh, Blue Jay shrunk down in what might be the microverse or something even well, smaller you, than that. That's the, that's the whole thing is where I talk to you because the only thing I can imagine is the microverse, right, yeah. where he's about to enter and shit like that. But then I thought to myself, is it the microverse of, of the Earth his Earth? Universe? I know. Like, or is, is it that the microverses like, are connected? We don't, don't know. know. We don't know that. Maybe it's the one you go smaller because he's like, I've never been this small. The thing shouldn't be this small. Where am I? Maybe it is even beyond. Like the microverse itself goes so small. If you go to a smaller level, it's all one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know because know. it looks like there's swirls of cosmos around him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of universes together. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of things exactly together. Means. Like he has gone to a level that is beyond just his own microverse. That it does connect all the all the now, universes. Is this that I don't know. spot in the bleed they were talking but about? Again, I don't yeah, know. again, with the shit that we've gotten from him in this book, I don't give a shit. I, I don't oh. think that he's ever going to be able to tell a decent story. I really don't. It, it just this book, this issue especially, as an ending to this arc was a bunch of hooey. Fucking hooey! I still have my large Italian sausage, Eric. And boom, boom, I'm not paying for that. Boom, Ah, uh, yes. But I what got did you the money. You ain't, I ain't sucking your no, dick. You, no, it's, I was actually going to pay you. Ooh, uh, what did mind. you give it? What did you give it? Tony, I like the art in this book. I like the art the as well ending, until the very end. Yeah, Exactly. And, uh, you know, the dialogue is just atrocious, though. And I find out that the freaking, you know, this whole shield that really was prominent. And, like, you know, we, we even saw that in the preview pages of the Rebirth issue. Yeah. Like, this is coming down the line. It's like, ooh, what's up with that shield? It has Miss Liberty on the front. Nothing pays out. It's just a nope. trophy now. There's fucking yeah. the extremists were bullshit, and you never learn enough about them to give a fuck if no. they whether they lived or died. So but yet he give... writes it as if you're supposed to know them like the back of your hand. Well, Batman does. So why doesn't yeah, everybody he else? Does why not? Why Four point eight out of ten. Yeah, I um, I'm giving it a fuck you five because I can because we're on the podcast. Uh, yeah. It just annoyed me. Steve Orlando writes as if, like you said, he writes as if everybody knows what's going on, but he he can't even keep his goddamn story straight. You have callbacks that don't make sense. The dialogue is atrocious, atrocious, and you set up the extumists for all these issues as being these big bads, and they just are eliminated. And 
never any backlash of the Justice League enter, entering Kravio without no, permission. No, that's what you want. And I told you he wasn't going to fucking pay. Fucking, fucking nonsense. That was never going to pay off. Uh, yeah, really. You, you don't even have this whole thing where Bogna's there and has to explain now why she let the Justice League into the, you know, Kravio and stuff like that. She just, out well, of nowhere, out she of nowhere, she's now. just leading and fucking yelling shit. But it, it's just nonsense. I really don't like this book. I hope to God that the next arc starts and we're fucking shocked that it's God, so good. I, so. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. But we'll move on to the next book, which is Supergirl number eight, Eric. Supergirl number eight. Hooey. <laughs> you ready for this one? Ready, Written baby. by Steve Orlando. Art by Mateus Barguera, Michael Itea, and Steve Wands. The Wands. Steve Orlando. Get... You fucked it up. What's that? So the one name you could actually say you fucked it up. Steve Wands. Steve Orlando gives us an issue that is having a bit of an identity crisis, Eric. Identity I'm not biting. Crisis. I don't want you up from me here. <laughs> you love identity crisis, right? Right? Come yeah, on, but bite. I like this drink I'm trying to take while you keep God doing this. Damn me. you! Is it a one a Superman Reborn aftermath issue, Eric? It's more than action comics. Yes, kind of. I said. Don't you interrupt me now. I wanted oh. you to interrupt before and then fucking, you know, no scrubs here with you, Eric. Right. Does it tie up the Emerald Empress plot from the Justice League versus Suicide Squad event? Kind of. Kind of. Is it a big no, issue? It Is it a big issue that gives us answers about Saturn Girl and Rebirth in general? No. No. Not at all. This issue was supposed to be something big, and anyone who bought it because of that should get a full fucking refund, and DC Comics and Steve Orlando should be ashamed of themselves for not coming out and telling people any different. This is the biggest bait and switch that we have had in a long time, and this starts with that goddamn Batgirl annual. I think that Batgirl annual is worse. That's what started it, though, but because of that, I heard people, I thought myself, that the Batgirl annual seemed to be like, okay, this is going to be cool because they spelled out in uh, Just League versus Suicide Squad that when Emerald Empress left, that Superman said, ooh, I'm going to have to look into all this nonsense, and it said, see Supergirl. And it was going to come up. So when Supergirl was going to be in the Batgirl annual, and it spelled out Batgirl and Supergirl go to Arkham Asylum to figure out what's going on with a crazy patient, people were like, okay, I'm grabbing that annual. This is going to be great. And really, this is going to set up what's going to happen in Supergirl going forward. Okay, you get that annual. They they weren't even in Gotham. They weren't no, in. They they shit. ended up at a DEO black site where they ended National up getting City, Frostpoint. Yeah. There was no Saturn girl. It was nonsense. There was no nonsense. So, so then what happened is I heard people, and again, I was right with them. Okay, that didn't work out. They didn't want to tell a big thing in an annual. I've always told you that, that you know, yeah. you can't do – people skip annuals. Young Eric Shea, he ain't but fucking he spending money an on annual, an annual. No. An annual. Uh, but yeah, he, he was buying whiskey at 12. No annuals. I was uh, stealing whiskey at 12. So what, yes. Well, when that, and, and you needed bail money. When, when this whole annual caught. thing happened then, you, you were led to believe in it. I did. Okay. They didn't want to do that, but we'll get to the Supergirl thing. And I, I'm not one that looks at solicits and things like that, but yeah. I got word. Okay. This is the issue. This is the issue where Superman shows up. Superman's showing up. 
That means they must be dealing with this. The cover has Emerald Empress. Okay, I'm going to buy this. This is one of the books. There are people out there who aren't buying every book. Not everybody's a goddamn Rockefeller like you, Eric. Fucking working left and right. 18 jobs like that guy from Red Hood. The thing about it is, if you if you go to the comic book shop, you have a pool list. And if you're a normal yeah. comic book reader, Supergirl's not on it because it's no. garbage. But if <laughs> you're at the comic book shop and you see this cover, Supergirl number eight, it says Superman Reborn Aftermath. And yep. at the bottom of it, from the pages of Justice League yep. versus Suicide Squad, yeah. Emerald Empress. You think Empress this is on. important? Holy fuck, I am and, buying this issue. And what I was going to say is some people don't buy every book, but they want to buy the important on ones. The cover as well. yeah, yeah, and you want to buy the important ones. All right, but let's just get on with it. Here we go, Eric. Are you ready? I'm ready, ready for this trip called Supergirl. Uh, well, I, well, I, it I was starts ready off, until you told me it's Supergirl. You no, know, it starts off above National City, or as the hipsters say, the National, uh, Eric, the National. And uh, Cal has shown up. And I do like this. We we haven't had a lot of interaction in general with Supergirl no, and we Superman haven't for a had long time. Any since the final days of Superman, where he yeah, died yeah. and gave Kara the key to the yeah. fortress because he yeah. knew he was going to die. So he shows up here, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you get the whole deal." She's like, "Hey, it's great to see you." And then she says, "I did not expect to see you so soon." And I'm uh, right away. That's the first page. I'm. What the fuck do you mean by that? What does she mean by, I didn't expect to see you so soon? I don't uh, understand. Well, the thing is, too, I didn't expect to see you so soon. And then she goes on the next page because you threw me off there like, you were gone so long. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. You so how's so Lois? I just, is it because of how this ends up? Because I'll just say right now, Superman says later, you know, only because it is the national Kryptonian day of telling the truth. I swear Eric. to God, that fucking... Why have that? Off. Is, is Superman going to lie because if, if he doesn't is, have it's that? It's because they, Kryptonians are known to be fucking liars. They're terrible yeah, goddamn people. I think Every so. time they come I to Earth, they're, they're fucking goddamn, monsters. They're stinking liars. Uh, but yeah, it, they have that, but it's like... You know what, Kara? I usually lie my ass off when we're around, but since it is the Kryptonian fucking day of truth, I'm going to be straight yeah. with you this time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I lied all these all these years. You know, my I'm cousin. telling you, we were talking uh, about this earlier today, and all it reminds me of, was it Life Day in that Star Wars yeah, holiday yeah, special? Yeah, it's Life Day. Yep. Why do we need this? You're just yeah, fucking just, ruining why, things for no reason. To me, too, it's like you need Superman and Supergirl to have this like in where they have to have to tell the truth because of this day. Fucking nonsense. But like, uh, I just imagine the, like, unless like Steve Orlando is like, unless I put this in, all the all the readers are going to sit in there. Superman's a liar. Yeah, like, he's a liar. No, he, like no his, yeah, it's it's, it's just ridiculous. It's like the the opposite day of the movie Liar Liar. Yeah. What, what are they doing? What are they and doing? What's Steve though, Orlando so doing? With this whole idea, you know, it is the fucking Kryptonian day of truth, whatever nonsense you want. He's going to be straight with Kara about everything that he everything, knows, what we everything. experience with the reborn arc and what the world means yeah. now that Superman and, has. And what I was getting together. at is, is but, later he's going to tell Kara, listen, and this is a big thing if it's true that everybody, uh, they only, they don't remember there being two Supermen. Yeah. Nobody's going to remember the two Superman. No, now it does throw monkey wrenches all around because no, you know stop. we'll even go in the Superwoman book. How then does Lana think she got this power? Because if she it got wasn't it from when from, Superman died, and I guess, but it's the one Superman that died. Yes. Whatever it happens, but the thing about this is, I just want to know where you get a progression of. I didn't expect to see you so soon. You've been gone so long. 
how does that make sense? How does that make sense? This is just, this is Steve Orlando's dialogue. People just say things to say things and nobody's listening to each other or what they're saying well, because that, that's like me saying, hey, Eric, boy, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Boy, I haven't seen you in a long time. W- which is it? Like, but no, the, they... I'm telling you, we have this concept here. This should be a big issue. We have Emerald Emperor showing up. We have the whole, you know, Reborn Explained and right away, though, I am thrown off and th- made to feel that this is not as important as we have been dealing with because of the goddamn art and how. Well, this is the problem. Is. I said in my in my review, I, I didn't want to say like full out, but you you do have this book. This is the Supergirl book, and I, I hate to say it. I hate to be like a guy who sounds like an asshole or a, a jerk, but this is like a dumbed down version of the the universe here. Yeah. This is this book because of the art style. I said the art style fits the book, but the book itself is a bunch of nonsense. To me, it is. It's it's a very dumbed down version of things that it, it just I don't understand. And Cal or I want to be Superman here <laughs> it, it is even like he has been affected by national city must have a dumb fucking you know the dumb alert goes off when anybody shows and they get infected by dumb because you say that me, i think he actually went back after this and had his adventure in action comics and was still fucking dumb yeah, he was, dumb as shit he was still well. fucking punch drunk yeah. uh but yeah they they spell it out hey it's the day of truth named for val lore killed under the varnish yoke what are Name you talking Valor, about huh? and, and it's supposed to be one of these like oh it's so neat to have the two kryptonians together kara says twice it's so great to speak kryptonian she says it twice in this book we get it we get that it's nice there uh but the whole day of truth all seemed to be all just a setup so that supergirl could have a catchphrase and a fucking action deal because all of a sudden they hear somebody getting attacked you see this guy help anyone what happened to that guy oh he's dead now yeah, I think he's dead because all that is is to be – like he seems to be attacking or he's caught in the crossfire. But Emerald Empress has arrived in the National, Eric. And I keep saying that because Superman threw this because book. Because it bothers me. Twice he says, hey, you're a hero here in the National. Like where, where are you getting this? Now, here we go. Here's where I don't like Steve Orlando as well because all of a sudden – there's Emerald Empress. She's there. Shit's going wrong. Supergirl in one panel says, Cal, Emerald Empress is mad. Whatever she blames me for, I haven't met her until today. Why would she know who that is? I don't know. I, you, I, you know what I'm saying? Maybe she reads the paper about the maybe. shit that went down during Justice League versus Suicide but Squad. Maybe. I don't know. I'm telling you. This maybe. is me fucking jumping to conclusions. Yeah, it just like gets fucking- me angry to have that. She spells her, oh, Emerald Empress is mad. Why does she blame me? I haven't met her until today. And then you go, and the next panel, there's Emerald Empress who says, I tracked Saturn Girl across centuries. Okay, we're getting some good shit, thinking she was the one who destroyed my life. But instead, she showed me the truth. Is she saying she meaning the I, or is she mean Saturn Girl? No, she Because it seems like she means Saturn Girl. When did you get a hold of Saturn girl and what did she tell you what truth did she show you when are we going to see this what the fuck are you talking about well you know and, why she showed her the truth it is Kryptonian National Truth Day no it is it, and you know what Saturn girl would have to you know she would still go by that <laughs> I think Saturn girl th- this is me Emerald Empress comes back she's tracked her across centuries she comes back finds her in Arkham it was you Saturn girl you bitch I'm going to kill you huh, with me no, no it was Supergirl shit 
<laughs> fucking flies off and whoo, dodge that bullet. <laughs> That's what I think happened. I, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm and now, you, it feels like we skipped an entire story yeah. to get to this because last we saw in Batman, I Am Suicide, Saturn Girl was just Jane Doe and Arkham just sitting there. Yeah. Nobody knows who the fuck she is, and we have not seen her besides that since the rebirth now when she you're was going, arrested. And, and I'm assuming that Steve Orlando is privy to some info and whatnot and that's gonna because if he isn't then he is really playing with fire oh here Eric, because it's nonsense plus just the art style uh in that one where she says where emerald empress is yelling i track saturn girl across yeah. centuries well I, I will give you one thing at least the eye of ekron is round unlike freaking what's his name uh goddamn riley rossimo at one point yeah, the thing crazy. was all fucking crazy shapes but that that panel she looks exactly like Supergirl. I think she's mad. She thinks she stole her fucking look. Uh, but yeah, they go, and this is where you keep going. Where they're getting attacked. Supergirl is like, "Huh, that eye. It has something to do with magic. It hurts us." Wait, Eliza's manual that we know nothing about. Magic nope, works on of. everything, everything except iron, and throws a fucking engine at what appears to be maybe the. Eye, but it looks no, more no. to hit, hit Emerald she, Empress. You, that's the thing is, she completely straight on hits Emerald yeah. Empress with this engine. But it's supposed then, to be then, the eye. Exactly, because then she's talking about, you know, I have to like leave before the eye is shattered, shit yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is yeah. not matching up at all. And I'm telling you, right off the bat, are the origin of, you know, Emerald Empress and the Eye of Elkron, it has changed a lot every, yeah. all over the years and shit like that. But for the main continuity, from what we're dealing with, it even goes back to some old continuity that was kind of retconned, but that seems like we're playing with. Anyway, hear me out here. Yes, I, I know where you're going. Just League versus Suicide Squad, it was kind of spelled out that the eye was somehow connected to the um, the emotional spectrum of willpower, yes, yep. hence the green thing, and that's why it wouldn't attack Jessica. Not uh, magic. Cruz in that. Not magic. Not, Not magic. magic at all. Nope. And it, it, they even spelled out more. Because you said it, it's a common, it's a legacy thing. Superman fucking falls from the sky, he lands, and then he's like, I, fine, I hate magic. And, you know, yeah. that's when Emerald Empress disappears, says, hey, I'm going to go. A lot of people hate you. I'm going to be back. Uh, you're, like, you haven't seen the last heal. I'm like, I don't know what your eye has to heal yeah. from, bitch. Fucking, it didn't get hit at yeah, all. Really, I know. And, and there we go. She's gone. So that is – this is the big thing that people wanted. You mentioned Saturn Girl in one word bubble and basically yep. say that Emerald Empress has gone and seen Saturn Girl and Saturn Girl pointed her towards the direction of Supergirl, which makes no sense because Saturn Girl is a good guy. Why would Saturn Girl even conspire at all with Emerald Empress except, so like six, I said – six pages the, in. We're done with the Saturn yeah, we're done. Girl, Emerald we Empress. We are done. We're done. We're done with all that that most people – Grab this issue for you're done in a point where you don't even know if it made sense and if it carries on and if it's just nonsense. It, it and, and it seems like it, just nonsense. It's man. nonsense. And now Kara is upset. Oh, why did she keep saying that? I destroyed her life. I don't even know her. And I don't know Superman. either. God damn yeah. it. Yeah, and then Superman's like, oh, she's from the future. Listen, she knows that you'll inspire people in the national. And maybe God, one of them Superman. becomes a hero, and maybe she knows you will become a hero, and there's Super. It's easy for you to say, what is going on? In the meantime, you want to get even more pissed off, there's Batgirl just watching them. 
she's yeah. watching them and that you had Batgirl on the cover again where this cover seemed like, holy shit, shit is going down in yeah, this we got, issue. We got Emerald and Empress, Supergirl, Superman, and Batgirl. Fuck, yeah. this thing's amazing. Yeah, and even to the point where where does this go in the continuity or time frame of that last that at that Batgirl annual because in my mind. it has to you would think but you you have Batgirl there looking it doesn't say anything to spell out where it would go but yeah you have her peeping and it, it just seems weird well now they're going to go for a walking tour of the national said again and uh there's Superman's like hey it's it's you know it had to be strange to leave New York and now I'm like, what's going on? Because now I'm, I'm t- going back to the rebirth number one of this book where she's only been on Earth a couple months. And, it's and now everything. she has to try new food, so we have to spend pages, you know, yeah. spam musubi. I'm like, I, I, just, I, I don't how care How long was she nonsense. in New York in this continuity? Because they were spe- it was spelled out she was only on Earth a couple months, which made yeah. no sense to the whole New 52. And, uh, you know, whatever. But she was in New York at that one point. But, yeah, now it's like, hey, Eliza and Jeremiah, they wanted me to try new food so how about you do this we're gonna have spam musabi as she says it's popular in hawaii which it is i've actually had this and i really do like it though i've never been in hawaii and never will be uh and she gets a call she gets a call from eliza and there's two things about this that is like nonsense she says hold on nonsense oh she gets the call she says hold on it is eliza Okay, she answers the phone, and there's Eliza, and it's like, I'm telling you, this seems, I can't even explain how this conversation and this is, it's like, hey, saw you fighting that orb woman, iron, right? You've been reading your manual. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's like, I, I can't even tell you how infuriating this dialogue is to me. And And she's like, yeah, you know what, later tonight, can I text you? Yeah, say hi to Superman. And then they t- hang up, and then Cal has this, hey, I could hear Eliza's heartbeat as you talked. Oh, really? Oh. It sounded like my mom's. She really cares. Oh, so we need Superman to tell us again that Eliza cares? And then throws in the, you're still struggling with those contractions, aren't you? <laughs> because she said, it is Eliza. Yeah. I-, I wish she would have said, no, I-, I just like to speak proper English. Cal, this just is get fucking my forced back. It's so forced. And then she's like, hey, you know what? I have to be honest with you because it is the day of truth. And her, I, I'm telling you, these reveals that they have with this day of truth, the, the reveal is things are going well enough, but it's not the same for you and me. Being oh, a really? teenager's hard. Yeah, being a teenager's hard, and you had a family right away as a baby, and I didn't. And, you know, I had to leave a krypton that i knew you left before it exploded whatever but and nothing's resolved nothing happens it's just them well, uh, i'm telling you i was completely thrown off this might be a classic superman thing that i have somehow overlooked over the years over the many years that i've been reading comics jim the train inside the fortress of solitude where yeah, you fucking yeah. make dinner and eat i know yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. about this no. I, as far as i know i've never seen this before it is very off-putting when you turn the page though and see a train inside of yeah. a fucking yeah, ice they're fortress in a train. They're, they're riding like, in the train in the you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a legacy thing it's okay I don't recall it. Yeah, it's just crazy. But again, it's again, it's like some of these Polar Express. Yeah, it's like some of the things in this dialogue, uh, like things are added for no reason. This day of truth did not have to be uh, happen because Clark and and Kara love each other. They would always tell the truth to each other. You would guess. Uh, it's just weird. But the the other thing is, 
like there she's like, hey, you know what? Earth did accept me. I'm like, what is going on? Like two days ago, your dad attacked and fucking the whole city was almost destroyed by Kryptonians. And if I was anybody in National City, I'd be the Lex Luthor who was like, fuck yeah. this Supergirl. That's she what I'm saying. But, ru- but no, even while they're going around, Superman's like, hey, look, they all accept you. They have your symbol on. Everybody loves you. I'm like, that's the symbol that fucking those goddamn goddamn Kryptonians had when they were attacking and killing people. <laughs> Can I jokerize my fries here in the national? Uh, but th- here we go. We go to the Fortress of Solitude, and I do like John well, on the in Polar this, and Express. I like John and Kara. They're, yeah, on the Polar Express. John and Kara are the best part of this, only because it, it's neat for You've John to have his interact. cousin. It's pretty cool. Yeah, freaking a, yeah. a, sec- a cousin once removed. Yeah, it sounds yeah. Like that's awesome. Yep, and he's he's little John, even though I hate the art for him. He looks a little older than he should, and he's like, hey, did you go to school? Is there air on Krypton? Like, he wants to know all these questions. It's really cool. Of course there's air on Krypton, you There's no air, you stupid moron. Uh, But this is where you start getting the reborn stuff because they're talking, they're eating, and uh, they're talking to John about it, and there's no, like, man, I didn't know you had a baby because this is how it is. And they go... And even with uh, with Lois, this is one of the things that it points out because they're talking about working at CatCo. And she says, I see you have Grant's banner. And she's like, you know she has a room to plot against you? And then she goes, of course I do. I have, bug- I have the whole office bugged. And that's where you get the idea that Lois, that's Lois now, the, the Lois yeah. of the New 52 and whatever. It goes from there, right? Right. I had to cough. I was trying to get you to say oh, something. I was trying I, I to lead you, you into a conversation. Found. I had no idea. Oh, I, I, there wasn't much one to be had. I, I just put it a halt and I'm like, well, how am I going to get him to talk about? So they're, they're talking about this and yeah, you get I'm the whole thing. She says that. nothing here. It is the, no. there's more of that nonsense that we had where Kat, like Kat Grant was talking about how she had a special room to hide from Lois Lane. I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn, we're going to have to go back to this because it was fucking just stupid and forced before. It was. But then she's like, hey, I work with this guy, Ben Rubel, and he's kind of funny around me. And, uh, like, Lois and Clark are like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, a yeah. little sexy talk here. I'm like, I, I don't get that. From that. <laughs> I think that he's actually pretty evil, but we'll see. And then they decide, let's go play a game of throw the spaceship. What is this? I don't know. See, I, I want to paint a picture for you. Superman isn't, like, in the Arctic around the fortress yes. solitude. Yep. Kara's on the moon, She's and they're the throwing a spaceship back and forth to one another. And I'm like... Yep, Superman spaceship. And, and I'm telling you, no, it appears to be the fucking Superman spaceship that I had as a kid from the Kenner yeah. Superpowers action figures. Yeah, that's figures. what it looks like. It looks like a Superpowers, you know, action figure spaceship. And that's even it. as a child, I'm like, why does Superman need this? Yeah, yeah. Why does he need it, and why are you playing Catch the Spaceship? I, I mean, like, is this a football to them? Is that where they're trying to go with them? I'm it's, sure there are people who are like, oh, man, that was so terrible. cool. No, like, it is Why are terrible. you doing that? And that's where Superman then has to remind everyone, hey, it's the day of truth, right? So I have to be honest, and this is what I want to tell you what happened. And he does tell you now, this is the next thing in line, is that he tells what happened during the Superman Reborn. So him, Lois, and John seem to know what had happened. The three yes. of them know this kind has of. happened, kind of, and going. But now it does say that somebody else was doing this. He's explaining the whole thing with Mixie and all that. Yeah. But 
this really does shed more of an evil light on on Mixie than I'm, I'm telling before you, I don't know it. This, this was the whole thing where he was just getting you know back at Superman. And the whole thing with Mixelplick was, I'm going to take your son. I'm going to make you forget him unless you defeat my challenge here. Yes. And that's his whole ploy here. We do have this person who was you know some mysterious being that's more powerful than Mixie yep. that originally yes. separated Superman into two beings to make him weaker. Yes, but it seemed but like Mixie was more involved the, the with way they doing all this. Here, yeah. It seems like this was completely Mixie's plan, and somehow he had. Yeah, blue he in says it exactly. He says about Mixie. He says he escaped, and I'm saying that because I don't want Reggie yelling at me or fucking Big Tony yelling at me. How I pronounce his name. He escaped and tried to make me forget them as revenge. This is him saying about Mixie, and he says, but that wasn't all. Fighting Mixie showed me the truth. And but it, the way it's spelled out here and the art, it does make it seem that he that Mixie was more involved in this and it was him who did and it really threw me off a bit though it's not completely spelled out but the way it progresses in this it doesn't it, it basically says listen I was split in two by someone uh, they wanted to keep me weak that Kal-El you knew was really only a part of me which throws me off I, it, everything throws me off because it doesn't you, make because, sense yet but yes and so he's like listen Everybody only remembers one, including you, but, you know, Lois, John, and me know the truth, and I'm telling you what happened. And she just, you know, no real reaction, but then he has a uh, a little orb that's showing things, and he has Mr. Oz on the orb, which made yep. me, that threw me off as well. And he's like, whoever it was uh, who captured me is still out there. He came to see me, that was in the Rebirth special, yep. and his power is immense. He could be targeting me for I don't know why, maybe like Emerald Empress, maybe I do something in the future, we're not sure, but he's dangerous, I need your help. If we're going to fight him, I'm going to give this uh, the Omnihedron, which he says that, but we never see it. You know what I'm saying? He has it there, but he doesn't hand it it to her. It's just this fucking ball that shows you shit, so I don't even know. And it's just weird. I would have liked to uh, have seen her holding it, uh, but yeah, (laughs) she's like, okay, you know, I missed out on years, Cal. I'm here for you always, and as anyone who wants to get in the way of that, I'd like to see them try, and they fly off, and I thought, okay, that's the end of the issue. That yeah, seems so like I. the end, but they're like, nope, we still have a couple of pages, and we, put, we have the side you, story. Before, then. before we move on with the side story, though, I just want to say it's weird here because you know we have Superman here preparing for something that he knows yeah. is going to come down on him in the future. He's almost building an army with his cousin Supergirl yeah. joining his fleet here. Kind of like we have Batman doing in Detective Comics, yes. building a team up for some like peril that's coming down the line that he's getting ready for. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. It, it's almost, to me, this is the start, if you remember, before the final days of Superman. At one point, it seemed like Superman was going to be building a super oh, version of the that Justice was the, League. That was the original solicited story. That was it, was the be, freaking, it was the Super League where Superman yes, realized it was super you know, he needed more it than himself. It changed to be final days of Superman after like a week. They, yeah. they fucking, nope. Cut that. I think that's what we see the start of now. I think that that story, what that was going to be before it ended up being the final days of Superman, I have a feeling that we're going to get more of that, where he was going to gather these super-powered people to be a, like you say, Super League, a Superman Justice League. So I do think that that's something that was put aside for a little, and that was a Tomasi story. So you would figure that maybe that's the... What they grabbed, because we did see a lot at the end of the New 52 where we saw a lot of things were cut short. Like even in Aquaman now, we have that Dead Water story. And we're picking back up where we left off. It was cut short, so now he's going with it. I do think the Super League might be a thing again. Uh, But we do end with the side story where it's basically Catco 
uh, once Ben Rubel, Cat Grant once Ben Rubel, they, there's this big fucking conference where this energy. Tycho Tech. Tycho Tech. Tycho Tech. Yeah. Ty- whatever Tyco Tech. I want to call it Tyco Tech. They yeah. have a clean energy type thing. It seems like that exact thing was what was stolen from the DEO that was part of the Phantom Drive Tech of Supergirl ship. ship. Yeah. So they uh, they want her the DEO uh, want her to go. Uh, Cameron Chase wants her to go to this thing as well. So Ben Rubel's going for. Catco. In the meantime, Supergirl is going for the DEO, and it's weird to me because the DEO to me seems like, like if you you cross the DEO, Eric, like me and you, we, it, it seems like you'll end up dead. And nobody will ever hear from you again. See, that's right? The thing is, I see the DEO as more of Homeland Security than I do as, as a C a CIA. Well, like, I'm saying a, even like Homeland Security though, they have a lot of authority. Yeah. I'm telling you, to me, you steal tech from fucking the DEO like this is shut down this is the government you could shut down the they think that Tycho has stolen this to me they go in and even later when when Cat Grant's talking and saying to uh Ben I think it's her saying like oh they had a you know a, a structure the power structure had to be changed because there was uh ideas of uh you know idea theft like that, it's right, even yeah. out. It's just weird. It's so forced. You know what I mean? It just seems forced. That and in the meantime, they have to throw in the idea that Burnside Clean well, Energy that's the thing. You're is about involved that's as well. Like, oh, we're going to have you know, Court Industries is going to be Wayne's. there. We're going to have a rep from Wayne and even a small energy startup from Burnside. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. God damn it! Why do you have to say Burnside? Yeah. It's not Burnside, it is not home of Gotham. Gotham's bad beards and too thin ties. God damn it! Oh, thanks, Ken. Yeah, in the meantime, Batgirl is, is listening in, and it's almost that Batgirl on that last page. She's getting very close to that Batgirl that was in that Batman and Robin Eternal or Batman Eternal issue, where where she looked like fucking crazy ass. Like those oh, God, eyes. She are, looks so young in this though, yeah, too. Yeah, with, yeah. Even like she looks like a twelve year old. It's an kid anime in version. Yeah. It's like very stylized there. Uh-huh. Thing is, but, I yeah. like it than what, better than what we get in Batgirl. And actually, I do kind of like it. It <laughs> makes me laugh. Actually, I, I'm freaking making fun of it. I actually kind of like it. But that that ends it. I'm telling you, I. I I'm sorry if you got this issue thinking there was going to be something important. Well, uh, I'm telling you, I, I opened the issue thinking we were going to get something important. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, I was very disappointed because yeah, it's yeah. fucking just normal Supergirl nonsense. And the stories that we want to find out about, we get the Reborn explanation that doesn't make any sense and seems to contradict what we actually read in Reborn a bit. And we get this full Emerald yeah. Empress for thing where there is no reveal and there's no Saturn girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big part. The, the whole Reborn thing. We're reborn gonna, thing. We're going to no, continue on. We're going to. It's important to me more than what we're doing. Well, I'm saying it. Right we're going to. Th- this isn't the book for that anyway. Like, we're going to find out more as we go on in the Superman books. Better. This Emerald Empress stuff seems to be done. And this is where I think that the biggest, you know, faux pas of this issue, because we've been led to believe that this was going to be something big. I mean, even if you go with the whole thing with like Dr. Polaris was from the from the pages of Justice yeah. League versus at least we got a couple issues with him, whether or not it ties yeah, into what we got. Squad. We're still yeah. going to fucking uh, rush them and rust them. This is. But yet Emerald Empress is the one part of that that seemed to be the key to the rebirth stuff. Oh, like yeah. This was the important part. You, six pages, she's gone, and it throws all of it in a tizzy by saying that she went to Saturn Girl, talked to her, and Saturn Girl told her that Supergirl is the bad person, though yet she even sees, like, she even seems to want to kill Supergirl, like, 
it's not even like, oh, somebody told me this. At one point, it seems like she hated Supergirl all this time. It's just nonsense. It's I don't nonsense. Know. I'm telling you, it, it is just fucking up with the continuity here. It and is. I don't and, know and, if it's going to deal with anything. Any, like, you know, no. What is explained here, I have no idea if it's going to have any impact on what we deal with. Both yeah, of these ideas, I don't these, both these stories in the future. Yeah, I don't know either. I gave it a 5-5. Five, five. Uh, I, I might have even gone lower, but... I was in a good mood then. Well, I'm telling you, the thing I liked most about the art was the Batgirl at the end, even though I think yeah. it's silly because of how young she looks. But that is the art, and I do like it better than when we get in Batgirl. Yeah. It's my favorite part of the art. I don't like yeah. this art. I think it actually diminishes the value of the type of stories they're trying to tell because it comes off so cartoony and hokey. Yeah, I the, can't the take thing the book is, seriously. like I said, I'm starting to think that maybe the art is a perfect fit because the goddamn stories we're getting are hokey and ridiculous yeah. too. So and, it, yeah. it's not like this is not like Tom King's Batman with cartoon art like this this is a cartoony book that doesn't even want to take itself seriously at any point but yet is not fun you don't want to take yourself seriously then then have some fun the dialogue is not steve orlando's worst but there are points where like i said people seem to be talking and not even knowing they're talking to other people and things like that it's just nonsense i'm sorry the only like i'm telling you the, the whole thing with reborn just left me more confused than i was at the end of reborn so there was no yeah. answers there the emerald ember shit just pissed me off so overall i'd have to give this a 4.5 out of 10 okay yeah I, I had a feeling you were gonna go lower that's why i said i i could have even gone lower but i was being nice uh for in general i think the other reviews that i was reading are pretty pissed off as well about not getting the answer that you were kind of led to believe well i had the same problem with action comics this week yeah yeah all right one last book eric we're done with the steve orlando section of the podcast thank god and it's funny earlier this week actually i think it was today or yesterday dancing mike had put on the slack chat that there was a new version of the uh Batgirl and birds of prey did you see this where yeah. he was like hey did everybody see that new lineup for birds of prey it's awesome and everybody's going, and Travis, poor Travis, is like, oh, man, I've been looking. I can't find it. All it was was a, a picture of Mike between these two birds, <laughs> statues at Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and and the problem with Travis is it went on so long before Travis realized what it was uh, that it was like a kick to his teeth. Oh. I said, I said, I think Travis is going to kill Mike. He was so upset. It was funny, though. Ah, uh, Mike. Mike likes to upset people, but sure yeah. does. That, that is my little segue into the final book, which is Becker on the Birds of Prey. Tell us about it, Eric. Becker on the Birds of Prey, number nine, written by Julie Benson and Shauna Benson, with art by Raj Antonio, Alan Pasolacqua, and Josh Reed. We explore Black Canary's undercover time in this issue, where she's taken in by Blackbird to train and hone her powers to new depths that our hero never thought possible. That is, until she sees Blackbird steal one of the other students' powers, and then has a whammy put on her as well. Now it's up to background hunters to save the day, but thankfully they'll have help from the forms of Green Arrow and Nightwing. Yes, yeah. Uh, I do like that setup. I do like that Green yeah. Arrow and Nightwing will I be in really, the book. Uh, like, I never thought about it, but like, that's that's really cool team-up that, that is I a can't cool wait team to up. see. I also like the fact that it starts off as a Kumite. It seems huh? like we are at Kumite, and I do enjoy that. We don't get enough of it, unfortunately. The only thing, though, is now we do find out later that Black Canary really isn't as undercover as she thinks. No. But up until that point, when she's fighting in Roulette's Kumite deal, 
It's ridiculous that, well, that, that and everybody even when the there. Other students of Blackbirds come in. I'm like, yeah. how do you, none of you know who yeah, fucking the, Black Canary when is. When they're fighting, though, the people should know what's. And she's even using the Canary cry at one point. She's going to and doesn't, but then she does. She full out uses it, and you're wondering like. How do people not know what's going on? Then at one point, Canary almost slips and says she was on tour. I mean, there's a lot of times. But yeah, these other How, students. What are you talking who, about? She goes by Noir Nightingale. Obviously, yeah. they don't know who she is. Yeah, Noir obviously. Nightingale. And then you have these kids, and I don't know about you. I can't really peg the things, but they seem to be about the age that would have been into that Black Canary band. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and have no idea. And it's not even like she's changed anything about her outfit no. since then. It's There's nothing. She is undercover in only the word sense only because she really didn't do anything. But I do like the idea of the kumite, Eric. And I love uh, Roulette has that guy who she can put her purse and oh, shit yeah. in his stomach. I was Worst like, what powers the fuck ever, is but that? it's very convenient for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, here's shit. the thing. You may say that that's the worst power ever, but at least he has found his niche in life. You know what I mean? The poor guy the only safe. has he only has the power of being a human safe. He has found a way to make money off of that. There's nothing else he could really do with that power except what he's doing. He's found his deal. He's found his number one thing in life. So I, I give him kudos for that. Uh, but yeah, really, this whole issue is Black Canary well, training. It's it's a good thing when we jump into this issue. We see Blackbird going to roulette to try yes. to find a new ca- like candidate for her yep. training and shit like that. So I'm like, all right, right off the bat, thank God, fucking Black Canary, because we didn't know. Like Gus threw out there the new Oracle in the last issue. Hey, you know, maybe you should try. You yes. know, I went to these uh, this roulette place and this found roulette, out the this snake underground man. fighting deal. Exactly. And that's so the that's the only lead that. they had. That Black Canary's. Like, all right, I'm going to go undercover. Thankfully, it was the case because she yeah, was just been fighting here for is, weeks. It'd be great. She's just fighting and it's a dead end. But no, yeah. it isn't. It isn't a dead end. Obviously, that's where she's getting these, uh, you know, metahumans from Roulette. Right. The other thing that gets me is I know she's paying Roulette for this to go, but really, it doesn't really do Roulette that much. No, uh, in the long run to get rid of going. her best yeah. fighter. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're getting rid of the best fighter here that probably would give more money in the long run. She's not thinking ahead. Maybe she should or talk actually, to the human safe. Maybe she yeah. is in the fact where if you have a fighter who always wins, you know, no one's yeah, betting against it's that. Like so you're not when, making the money. In the old days get. when uh, Mike Tyson would win every fight, it yeah. started to get boring. But she's just new on the circuit, it seems. She's only been a couple weeks or so. She starts off fighting this werewolf uh, metahuman guy, and it's okay. You know what I'm I mean? He's it. just fodder. One of the things in this is one of my biggest problems of the book where Shauna Benson and Julie Benson – they really try to pander to the nerd culture because they keep throwing out throughout these issues Star Wars references left yeah. and right, other yeah. freaking you know pop culture stuff like that. I'm yeah, like, and this is all too heavy stuff. handed. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's it is very heavy. Where they're just pandering to the reader, hoping to God that they're like, oh man, I like Star Wars. This is fun. Uh, and, and here I'm looking. Wait a minute, Canary's hot. No, she wouldn't know Star Wars. At least in my day, <laughs> <laughs> nobody I knew was that hot and like Star Wars. But yeah, she's like, hey, I thought I was supposed to let the Wookiee win, and it, that's a good line. Just stop there. You know what I mean? Don't pound it's it into the ground. Issue, and then, it, yeah, I know. But then it's like, hey, you know what, Chewy? I'm yeah. like, okay, here we go. Hey, you know, but yeah, it's okay. Who's it's winning okay, the Kessel but... Run now? Now that she didn't say that, but shit. Yeah, really. You she, might as well. You might as well. You might as well. Hey, nerd herd, you know. <laughs> Just stop. But, uh, hey, Nerf Herder, let's go. And then, hey, Ooh, walking carpet. You hey, are, oh. aren't you? Yeah, really, they keep going on and on. Uh, but, yeah, you find out then she's going to fight this next 
uh, opponent who really is like a you know colossus pretty much he, he looks like and they're fighting Odd and at meal. the end you find out that it really isn't him. It no. was Blackbird. It's, it's Blackbird with her new Gemini, you know, transformation powers yeah. that she stole in the previous issue. Yep. And it's a weird like thing. Why, why do that? Why do that? It, it's just very weird because she's already kind of paid to kind of get in. But it's just weird that she's there doing that. You would have thought she would have just went to Canary afterwards uh, after a fight and said, hey, you know what? I think you got what it takes, but I could get you to the next level, something like that. But no, she disguises herself as Colossus to fight her and lose to say the same thing. You know, yeah. follow me if you really want to use your abilities. Like, you know, y- you might be good enough to kick my ass, but if you want to be better, it's just nonsense. To now me. you can really kick everyone's on. ass. Yeah, now you'll do that. But she goes to this class, and she does see there's three other metahumans there, and that's where... That's kind of like the rub of the whole thing is that now Black Canary is trying to find out what she's doing. But in the meantime, there's also these three innocent people that they she knows that at the end, uh, Blackbird is going to make them try to kill their families or whatever yes. she's going to do. Because at this point, Black Canary doesn't know the end game yeah, of what's going on. She doesn't know about Black Can- uh, Blackbird no. stealing people's yeah, powers. Yeah, she doesn't know about that. Level. She just knows that everybody who's involved ends up bad, and she's yeah, trying and to figure out what's going And all we know is that Gemini was forced to kill her friends and family to get to that next yes. level. Yeah, that's not a really good thing to do. No, no, no. So she's there, and you don't get enough of these guys, the, you know, the three others. I wish that we could have gotten a little more so you could have actually, and, and gotten more of, like, that they're really nice or whatever. You know what I mean? So that I'm you would care more about them the weird part about it is as i actually thought i'd find this tedious by the end because we actually spent a lot of this issue just going through just Black the Canary training training yeah you know, it's just the training i like the, the training days, and i thought myself actually really yeah, enjoying I it, it by the end i just wish that these others yeah. uh you would have got more of them and more of you know maybe them helping out canary you realize that they're good people you do find out about the guy that he was homeless and then blackbird went and she's taking advantage of him being homeless and again it almost goes with what black canary said to uh roy in the last green arrow about right. the hey i was from the streets too and i did this you get that same whole deal there so she does care about that guy but in the meantime the best part of it is watching her train and yeah, watching and her hone the canary yeah, crowning and doing new things where she can actually you know uh break down the molecular structure of it she's an apple in this point but you know not only that she's able to like you know she hones herself where she can actually break down the molecular molecular structure fuck me yeah yeah and then later on use it to fly exactly she can propel herself which is cool and 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 it's cool i can't wait to see these powers used later i love it i just wonder how blackbird knows any of this how does she know that this canary cried there's black canary who's had this power and has never tried this and out of nowhere Blackbird just knows how to hone well, it and I, I just do imagine it. Imagine Blackbird sitting up that night, like, "Huh, she's got this cry. Wouldn't it be yeah, cool if she could use that know to fly." Why? I'm gonna tell but her even the whole thing about thing. like, instead of just knocking something over, you can use the molecular thing and and think of the core and break it apart from the inside. Uh, what? How'd she get this? How does she know Hell that? The teacher. She is. She's Yoda. She is Yoda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's doing this, and I did like it. I did like the and training. I'm you, I actually found myself because you know we're at day twelve by the time we're we're still training yeah. at day twelve. I'm like, this is crazy to me. But the idea too is that you know 
Black Canary is undercover. It even goes to day 15 right under that. So it does even go further than that. Yeah. But no, the idea to me that I really enjoyed is that Black Canary is undercover and she has to take this woman down. It really seems that she starts looking up to this person who is helping her out. Not even that, but at the day 15, when she finally does seem to use the Canary cry to fly, she's like, holy shit, this is great. And, And yeah, she's really excited about this. But yeah, she is undercover. Now, again, she doesn't realize how bad Blackbird is. Yeah, she's bad. Hey, you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe she's convincing herself now. Well, you know what? When she tells people to go kill their parents and things like that, they don't have to listen. No. You know, Blackbird's not a that bad. And plus, I'm part of the Birds of Prey, and she does have a bird name. So maybe we can yeah. you know, rehabilitate her and get her in the team. But now she goes then and she says, retainer to help me work yeah, my house. yeah, really. I, maybe I can use this canary cry to do even more things. Maybe I can go to space. But Boom. she's there and she says, every night I walk these halls looking for intel. And every night all I hear is snores and silence. And not this night. Until she actually, tonight. She actually falls or goes in and sees uh, one of the girls. Uh, who is when it? The, like that, the, the, the psycho pyro, pyro the, the, girl, the, the pyrokinetic girl. Yeah, yeah, the pyrokinetic girl, and you see Blackbird steal her powers, and then you know you see it, and it's pretty cool. I mean, she yeah. steals her powers, and then she has like flaming hands or whatever, and that's where Canary's like, "Holy shit, I gotta get the fuck out of here! I gotta go get the birds of prey." And she runs into the guy, well, and is, I, it, I'm telling you, this is the part where I actually thought there was something wrong with my review copy because she's running away. She's like, "I gotta get out of here! I gotta tell the birds of prey what I saw." Then ah. And all of a sudden, she's inside uh, the guy's room and talking yeah, to him just, about I what mean, she saw. I guess like, she's. I guess the progression is she says, "Ah, um, that's where the guy is in the hall with her with his phone." And then she must open the door. It is a weird trans, you know, I, I, transition there. But she must grab him, pull him into the room, well, and then they're in that, the room. It's this weird progression here, where then she's telling him about this, and all of a sudden we go to a flashback about her on the streets as a kid. I'm like, yeah, this is such well, a you know, good progression I know, for this But part. yeah, she's saying this is where I wish beforehand. We would have gotten to know the pyro girl a little more and this guy uh, because you have to end up showing it now. Like she goes in now. She's been there 15 days and hasn't even asked this guy about his you know, life or whatever. They yeah, seem to be living together for two weeks. And yeah. now she's like, oh, my God, we're in big trouble. By the way, wh- what's your backstory? And he's like, hey, you know what? Because she says, we got to get out of here. This blackbird's no good. And he says, no, no, no. She's the only one who's ever taken me seriously. She helped me. I was, uh, you know, I was a, uh, I was homeless. I was out. Yeah. And then that's when Black Canary starts with the, hey, you know what? I was too. And, you know, guys were going to rape me. And yeah, it, it really was, it got a little dark. And, and then that's she, when there was she, this, this one guy who I really expected he was going to rape me any day. But no, he was the nicest guy yeah, I ever saw. Yeah, I expected him to rape me. But you know what? He had a space ghost freaking lunchbox and he took <laughs> me in. He was a man child. I thought he was Eric Shea. But yeah, he t- like, you know, you get a really uh quick deal. And now this guy's uh his power is suggestion. He yeah, can, he, he can, can he can kind of pro- like put a whammy on you with his yeah. mind. And and before he could only he can only do it a little, she Blackbird has made it more and more. And it's weird too, because she's even at some point like, come on now. Yeah, use your suggestion. I'm like, what is going on? But he does use it to say, listen, I'm going to go stop Blackbird ah, right now. And it's so stupid. Why would he do I know that he's doing this to protect her. But really, how about this? How about both of them go do it? Why would you, you, know, how about you give just her go the whammy? Off and get the birds of prey. 
Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, like make a plan together. Black, but yeah, he says, "Listen, I'm I'm going to go. You count the, from 100 backwards and then come whatever." And unfortunately, it's too yeah. late for him. She and he confronts he confronts Blackbird, and but it turns out a power that she gained like before all of this was like not be able to be mind whammied. So it yeah. doesn't work, and she no, steals his powers work. and puts a now again. On him. It also points out the one thing that I really, really didn't like about this whole arc is when Blackbird takes their powers, they become human. She just yep. steals the powers; it does not kill them, and she seems to let them live. I know, and, it's so and crazy. go away. Like, none of these people would do something about this or go to the authority or do anything. They end up just leaving. No, they've already killed their family. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, yeah. But, but yeah, she doesn't kill them. I, I think that I know you don't want to have it fully dark, I guess, is what the Bensons don't want. But you would expect that they should have just had, as she steals the powers, well, it, it kills see, them as, as a result. At the end, though, it does bite her in the ass because the birds are – actually, the birds of prey are going to go to Gemini to find out what they know uh, she knows about Blackbird. Yeah. And Green Arrow has already tracked this girl down and freaking you gotten the information out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We knew already from the beginning that it was going to bite her in the ass. And it does. And there's Green Arrow, and it's awesome. I, I, he should be there. He wants to know what the hell is going on with Black Canary. Yeah, and now they need more. And the, the funniest thing to me, though, is because they end up needing to call Dick. They need Dick Grayson. He is now, to me, while he's on that motor, he's leaving town know, from when what, he was just there it really like took me by surprise though because like it seemed like after end of the last issue like he was still hanging out but yeah. no, it seems like gemini was done all right i'm going back to bloodhaven yeah, he's just going later. back to bloodhaven and they call he has to make a u-turn that kind of made me giggle he, he <laughs> should have still been there right i mean there's gemini uh and he and that's where huntress calls him and says hey grayson we found gemini she knows where to find canary we could use some backup no, say no more i'm already on my way yeah, you're on. You were already there. He's what? Is he down the street? But no, I, I actually did like this. And issue. I really like the way the Green Arrow looks here because I, even yeah. though during Rebirth we had the classic look come back with the Van Dyke and all that stuff, yeah, this yeah. actually comes to, looks to me more like the old like Green Arrow back in like the, the day. Old, of that. Old, like the longbow yeah. hunters Green Arrow. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like the art in this book a lot. Uh, like Logic you said, better you better would, each yeah, yeah, you would think that. The whole training would have been nonsense, but we like that. We yeah, like the training really montage. Cool. But yeah, I liked it. Uh, what did you give it? I'm telling you, I think Raj is getting better each issue that he's fucking drawing on this one, or Roger, whatever you want to say, but I like to say Raj, but he's doing a, like every issue I think looks better and better, yeah. and I end up thinking that I wish the Batgirl book looked like this, but even though we had spent most of the issue with fucking Black Canary training, I'm telling you, that was the most enjoyable part of this, and I found myself really digging it. And so because of these aspects, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'll go 7-5, and I think that whether that score says it or not, one of my favorite issues of this book. Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually do like it. Now, like you said, they still seem to, the Benson seem to want to, you know, get Pamper. their nerd cred yeah. out there, so maybe that'll stop. At least there wasn't as much as those, remember the, the, uh, the place things like Bloodhaven, oh, that, yeah. the place that's bloody, but you don't, you know, that sort of nonsense. The place that's, that's bloody and makes you nutty. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of pushed aside a little. And I think, you know, they are TV writers, and I think they are getting their footing. Hopefully it continues on uh, because I think last issue was okay. Uh, this issue I like, so I'm actually happy about this book. 
And going forward now, I like uh, Roge Antonio's art. I really do like it. And uh, going forward, I hope that he stays on this book and maybe gets some more work as well. But, Eric, that's it. That's the podcast. That is it, baby boy. What is your book of the week? I'm telling you, we talked about so many different things, so many different days. But I think it is Wonder Woman is my book of the week. I have a tie. I have a tie. Mine, I think, would be Wonder Woman and New Superman. And uh, I'm just going to keep it as a tie because I think both of those books deserve to be read. And yeah, again, I got mad at Greg Rucka being a quitter. Uh, it is also, I am kind of upset as well because I have really enjoyed that year one story yeah. a lot. And it's just a shame that he's walking away from the book that he kind of set up to be in his image, quote unquote. But we'll see. And uh, yeah, New Superman's great. I just hope that it lasts long enough to kind of tell a full deal and get a well. proper ending. So we'll see. Uh, but. I will tell you what we're going to talk about next week, Eric. If we I can, I'm trying to load up the app right you, now. You were telling me you already did that. Come on. No, I couldn't because I oh. didn't know right now it's not actually midnight yet, and I was afraid that it would cross over to oh, the I other, and, and that fucks me completely. So I am loading it up now. I know that I have a lot of books. I will tell you that. God Man, damn, this app that just happened, doesn't I really thought that you didn't have as many as you told me. Oh, yeah. Wait do you hear. You'll hear, and when I start talking about these books, some of them you'll be like, oh, shit, yeah, we, I didn't remember that. We have. All-Star Batman number nine, right. which finishes that complete story, and we will get to know what they're going to call Duke. And we get some Ra's al Ghul, actually, like we saw in Detective yeah, Comics this yep, week. Yeah, a little uh, call-out. Aquaman number 21. Batman number 21, which is the start of the button story. So everybody's nice. excited for that. Yeah. Batwoman number two. Deathstroke number 17, which I think leads into the Lazarus, Lazarus contract, contract, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, but we'll see. Uh, Green Arrow number 21. Green Lanterns number 21. Harley Quinn number 18. Justice League number 19. Boo. Yeah, that, that ends that story. Nightwing number 19, Odyssey, the Amazons number four. Actually, I don't Ooh. even think that does end the Justice League. I think there's one more, but I, yeah, Odyssey, Odyssey the, the Amazons, Amazons number four. Ugh. Super Sons number three. Nice. Superman number 21. Superwoman number nine, which is Kate Perkins' first issue. And on I'm that interested book. to see what happens there with the whole Trinity Superman Reborn number aftermath. eight. Trinity number eight is a Superman Reborn aftermath. And Field. Wild uh, Storm number three. I, I forgot about Wild Storm. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Superman Reborn tie-in of Trinity seems a little odd, but it is one of those, and Mr. Oz is on the cover. Which is baby. funny because, you know, we had this, the, everything we've had so far except for last issue's one shot has been them getting together because he is this new Superman. Now having yep. this aftermath, nothing matters now. It, does, it yeah. never happened. Here's uh, Here is the synopsis of it. In this essential chapter, the Superman Reborn Aftermath, Cal L reveals to Batman and Wonder Woman what had happened to him and how they all may be in danger. Eric. It'll okay. just be him saying, you know what? You may not remember this, but there were two of me. We combined, and guess what? Something is big out there, and we got to get together. Out. It's like was, what we've seen was, in every one. There was two of me. We merged together, and guess what? Now I know what Wonder Woman feels like on yeah, the inside. Like, and by the way, Wonder Woman, you smell my finger. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is you it. You nasty, that, boy. You that nasty. Is, you nasty. That is the podcast, Eric. Uh, I don't know. You have anything else to say to the people out there? Not that I can think of. 
Well, we do have. We didn't have our pop culture podcast last week. We actually took a week off from that. We will be back on Wednesday with that, as far as I know. Uh, Tomorrow, when when this actually is uh, hitting the airwaves on Sunday night, we will already have had our new Fifty Two review on Animal Man Volume One. So you can look at that, the hunt. Uh, I read a lot of that today. Again, I want to get ready for that. And boy, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that crazy story. It's a crazy story. It is very weird. Crazy. But yeah, we have that. scary, Jim. They're scary. It is scary. Uh, what else do we have? We'll have a spotlight next week. You can come sure to our site and read all the reviews during the weekend. A lot of the guys in the Great Fresh oh, Crew on are on uh, are on the site doing non-DC books. So you can get that. On Monday, we have Marvel Monday where we review uh, most of the Marvel books. It's really not me and you and Reggie doing it. Nope. It's a lot of the people in the Get Fresh Crew. Brandon <laughs> kind of leads that. And then starting on Wednesday at midnight. We have every other book again. again. All the DC stuff starts up again. And I told you, I have seven to eight reviews. Nonsense, Eric. I'm going to have to start early. I cannot do it. We were talking before about the maximum number of reviews we could do in a night. And mine's about six as well. So I'm going to have to get on the ball and do a couple early. Uh, One thing, uh, if you were looking for any hints because sometimes we do read the books early. Uh, there are no hints about the button at all in this podcast because DC nope. has not sent out that review copy. They don't want to have that issue out early, which they don't usually want some jerk means off spoiling shit. Yeah, and usually means something big is going to drop in that. So I'm sure I like if big you things. right away, uh, I'm just trying to hype it up. I'm the hype man, Eric. So mm. yeah, if you're looking forward to the button. Uh, it's certainly going to be something it dropping It seems like they're that. fucking holding something back. They want everybody yeah, to be yeah. shocked. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Now, sometimes we, we say that they play around with that as well, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I really am yeah. now Now that it's, you know, a couple of days away. It's That'll be cool. Us. The it button. It is upon us. It is upon us. The button, the button. Who's got On the her button, button there? LeBron James. LeBron James. He got the button. LeBron James got the button. I was watching LeBron James play today. LeBron James is like his 200th playoff fucking game or something crazy. They were saying I I don't even know if that's. I was accurate. watching MST3K of the return all day. So. Yeah, I was watching uh, NBA basketball all day. And me and Rafe were enjoying it. We were, have our little picks and stuff. And Rafe makes his jokes that you wouldn't get. He told me that he <laughs> predicts that James Harden is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. And believe me, Eric, that is a laugh riot. Like that, right. that got a belly laugh out of me when he said that. Though you would just look at me and go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But yeah, Eric, we'll just end it now. I do think that this is going to be a little longer than last week, so I hope people aren't pissed off. People get pissed off at us when when shit's not long, right? Yeah, it's like my a little date. bit longer. It's, it's like it's my date. A dates. little bit longer, not as long as the other ones, but I don't know. No, no, I, I'm telling you, it's a good you, length. Get, yeah, like I've been told it is a good size. length. You you like to tell the ladies that? You like no, to tell them? I like that, it when yeah. they tell me that. Yeah, really. Lie that's, to me, baby. Lie to that's, me. That's that's all you need is a little lying. But Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Wait, keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, yeah.